now! It's your boy, PSA Sitch, here with another Sunday Sunday show. With everyone's favorite, the guy who plays a harmonica seven days a week, Adam Friendly. Thank you. <laughs> What's up, Sitch? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? What's on today? the agenda for this week? I, I look at this. It's your favorite aesthetic. Oh my god! <laughs> What's the, going on here? My favorite aesthetic: the '80s. Is he a porn star or is he homeless? Aesthetic, yes. Or is he a serial killer? Are you or about a to die? Killer. That's right. The trifecta: <laughs> porn star, serial killer, or homeless. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, I I can imagine the white van in the driveway as we speak. <laughs> God, I hate Zoomers so much. I mean, not the ones in our audience. No, 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 no. Okay, well, that's, so today, that's different. Yes, of course. Today, uh, we're going to be watching, oh my gosh, two videos. Actually, two and a half videos mm -hmm. of Noah Sampson. Oh, okay. Cool. Noah Sampson. Um, we've covered Noah before. The Origin of Good Faith Gary. I don't think you're going to be seeing any good faith garying today at all. From, from you or from Noah? From him, from Noah. From Noah. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Um, so basically the short of it is that he got into a spat with another YouTuber called Think Before You Sleep. Okay. And well, actually, before we watch the Noah video, we should actually watch the Dove commercial. Oh, original. look at that. Yeah. Just so everyone the original has a Dove commercial. Yes. So now is this commercial? Look, I, I'm I'm trying not to say the W word. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a is good replay. Is that what you're asking me? Adam? We don't is have a woke? good look, I don't like the fact that people just can't get their crap together <laughs> mm -hmm. on what exactly woke means. Right. Right. Well, we know what it means. It means that you're pushing for cultural changes or that you don't believe that liberal solutions to cultural problems work. So you need to go further to the left. You need a leftist solution to cultural problems. Some would even call that Marxism. That Some is would even call it cultural Marxism. Bum, bum, bum. But that's a naughty word. That's your interpretation, but I don't think I don't think most people mean that when they say it. You and that James is, no, Lindsay no, 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 definitely no, 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 mean no. that. That is what that's what people mean. They just what people mean. Okay, right. What people mean when they say woke is there is a definitive change that everyone knows. And anyone that says otherwise is lying to you because they know it. Everyone knows that somewhere around the years 2014, 2016, there was a shift, a shift in the online left and how the left behaved. You know, the left used to seem like they were the party of free speech and freedom and let people do whatever they want. And then it seemed to become somewhere along those time period of 2014, 2016 to become authoritarian, more authoritarian, cancel culture, very strict thought crimes, blah, 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 blah. And there was this yeah. big shift. And so when people say woke, that's what they're referring to. They're referring to that shift. Okay? The authoritarian shift. Right. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's sort of the easy way to to define it is the authoritarian shift in the left that happened around 2014. Okay, that'd probably okay. be like the easiest way to define it. Um, but that the reason that I use the definition I use is because people don't understand why the shift occurred. 
And so my definition is the explanation of why the shift occurred. Okay. It's That's the philosophy idea. that underpins the shift, which most people don't understand or realize what's going on there. Well, many people behave in ways that are acting out some philosophical principle that they're completely unaware of. So it is good yes. to put that on the table. So right. the the author so the woke authoritarian shift. So let's just start. What did um, what do progressives mean when they say woke? When they are using it in the unironic sense? Well, when a progressive uses the word woke, they usually mean to say like, "This is the boogeyman that the conservatives are bringing up." The woke boogeyman. No, 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 no. The original, no. the original awareness of systemic injustice. Right. Sure. You sure. become woke to all right. of this systemic injustice around you right sure all of this all of these different things that are designed to make marginalized people feel like crap right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sexy women in video games making fat girls feel crappy all the time right <laughs> i i'm aware look i'm woke look this right. stuff didn't affect me before now i see it everywhere and you just got to point it all out right Yep. So that's what they mean by woke. But I think there is a connection between what they mean by woke and what you're saying, because the authoritarian shift kind of happened and they were like, and now that we have the political power, we're going to do something about it, right? Right. Well, the reason, yeah. so, no, of course there's a connection because there's a connection between not all, because, so the authoritarian shift and the focus on everything is comprised of systems systems that are seemingly invisible but that are controlling your life and making everything worse that mm -hmm. i mean that all literally stems from leftist ideology that's right. i mean that's why totally. you know the moving away from liberal ideology to leftist ideology is why cancel culture blew up on the left when before the left you know before 2014 you know the left would have been a lot more like oh cancel culture and that's why it was so insane. And, you know, Noah's going to bring it up. That's why it was so insane when Big Joel described wokeness as just liberal. Progressive things. politics. Yeah. He doesn't say progressive. He says liberal. Right. Okay. Well, which is like illiberal. It, yeah. Completely Look, insane. He doesn't understand the difference between progressivism and liberalism. He don't know. He, he should, because I'm pretty, pretty confident that Joel is a, is in a, an open socialist. Okay. And it's really hmm. weird because Noah actually brings up that, that definition and then two seconds later criticizes comparing uh, socialists and liberals as if they're the same thing. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, choose the struggle, buddy. Okay. Yeah, you can conceptualize a political spectrum between equality on the left and individual freedom on the right. And when you move Further away from equality, you move closer to individual freedom and vice versa. So that's a, a good way to conceptualize that. Progressivism, I, all, I always think as fighting for the rights of marginalized people, which kind of has a identity politics bent to it because you're fighting for like the recognition of these groups. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think identity politics and progressivism are intertwined. I don't think liberalism and identity politics are intertwined because you're with liberalism you're focusing on the rights of the individual away as opposed to any kind of group right liberalism and identity politics are the opposite of each other right at least they should yes be. and that's yeah. a distinction 
But if you grew up in the 90s, progressive and liberal were interchangeable. They were all considered just person on the left. Yeah, well, it's because in in the 80s and early 90s, the Republicans had done a very good job demonizing the word liberal to that. So no liberal actually wanted to call themselves a liberal. And so Mm. they were looking for this other word and they kind of latched on to progressive, even though it does mean different things. But, you know, I think that's I think that's why a lot of people got sucked into the movement back then, even though they were fighting for this state to get out of their lives. As individuals, sure, they're crapping on liberalism. Ah, yeah. the irony. I know. I know. Okay, so a few a few months ago, there was a Dove campaign, right? That uh, featured creating body positivity right. for women's who are, you know, not stereotypically uh, beautiful. Right. So and, this uh, is. Go ahead. And so uh, some people reacted to uh, this this trailer. Uh, this was a this was a commercial they cut, one of two commercials that they cut. And uh, we're gonna watch it, and then we're gonna watch everyone's reaction to it. Sweet. And yes, this is gonna be ultra meta because we're gonna be watching a reaction to reactions to reactions. Okay, there's lots of we're like ten reactions deep here. I hope that this is aware of the systemic injustice that women face. Oh, through the much. through the heteronormative oppression of the patriarchy. Yes, I like all those buzzwords in that order. Yes. Hey, that was meaningful. What I said. Don't think it wasn't. <laughs> you know, this is fighting against the heteronormative patriarchy. That's what Dove is trying to do in this ad. The heteronormative oppression of the patri- patriarchal cis white society. <laughs> it's probably all white people in this ad, though. Well, there's only one person in the ad, and they are white, so yes. Okay. By the way, that looks like the worst game I've ever seen in my life, but all right, fine. Oh, okay. Look at this sad music. She's in her dressing room. It's so sad. Oh no. She's actually fat. It's so sad. Seventy-four percent of girls feel underrepresented in video games. Look at right. that! Okay, underrepresented. Wow. Yeah. Representation is very important, Adam. Seventy-four percent of girls are severely overweight and would like to be. Represented. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be represented in video games. How come you know in this commercial? Right. So this this person is presumably an actress, or right. Well, it's, it's kind of confusing because it looks like they're an actress for movies, but she's in a video game. So I guess she's a motion cap actress for video games or something. But they're an actress for this character that's very famous. 
And the character that she's playing, she's paid to play, that is her job to play, is this like skinny character. And yet she's mm-hmm. allowed herself to get fat. I mean, isn't that right. a failing of her, like literally her career? Like if your career is to be an actor and actress, part of that is maintaining your body to make, you know, to look like whatever the character you're playing. Sure. Yeah. But I, I mean, we do have fat actresses and fat actors. So sure. But it's always yeah. like, it's bad if you have, you know, someone who's supposed to be an action star. Like, I don't know if you saw Blade 3. It was very obvious in Blade 3 that Wesley Snipes was not actually buff. Like he was too lazy to get buff. In that oh, movie. really? And, and like, when he takes off, like, so the whole movie, he's wearing this big trench coat. And then there's like one scene where he takes it off and he's wearing this like really tight red shirt underneath. But it's very clear that it's like fake muscles, like pants in the shirt. No way. Because ah. <laughs> I like, you know, in Blade 1, Wesley Snipes takes off his jacket. And you see he's like Oh, he's ripped. ripped. Yeah. Yes. Blade yes. 3, he's like, you know what? This He's like, Blade 1 was a good movie. Blade 3 is like, ah, this movie sucks. I'm not even going to get in shape for this. Like, just give me the fake muscles. Ryan Gosling in the Barbie movie, I was like, "Are those yes, real? Is that exactly. real?" Yes, he was. He was. His ripped. abs are like sticking out. Yes, he was. He was so buff yeah. in that movie. Yeah, crazy. So, but so. I just think it's interesting that none of that plays in this conversation with any of that. Like, if you're being paid to be an actor and actress, part of that is maintaining a body weight for the character. Sure, and there's a are video games aspirational? Do you really want to see? You know, even if you are chubby, overweight, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, do you really want to see the characters in your video game be chubby and right. and overweight? Uh, not really. <laughs> I'm not sure I do. You know, I can be unattractive and still like looking at attractive people, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, no, no, yeah. no, 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 Adam also. I don't know if you know this. Okay, you don't know this because you're beautiful, right? So you've never experienced this, but. Like if you're ugly, like me, all right, you, you want to make sure that all the people in your media are also ugly so that you feel represented. Look, I, first of all, I'm not, look, I'm not Brad Pitt over here. There are people, <laughs> I live in Hollywood, okay? There are people that are much more attractive than me. You're, you're, you're a five in Hollywood, but anywhere else you'd be a nine, baby. But okay. look, if I'm going out with my friends, I mean, I like hanging out with other guys that are attractive. <laughs> <because> it's like... <laughs> Look, it brings more attention to us. What are you talking about? Adam's look. like, listen, no uggos. No uggos in my friend group. Well, look, we got some uggos in our friend group, but that's okay. No, this is, no, the move is you got to get guys that are like, not. you don't want them to be so ugly that they put like people off from talking to you, but they're, what? but they're less attractive than you, so you look like the most obviously attractive person in the group. That's look, the move. People range in attractiveness, but you got to admit we live in a world where attractive people get attention of course this is why they're used in video games because they want to get attention on their video game yes well i mean this is and we'll talk about this a lot going through this video the central component of feminist ideas about objectification are scientifically nonsense right because the idea is that like oh a man sees an attractive woman and he just create in his mind because she's attractive or because she's right. wearing a skimpy outfit he just sexualizes her and she is no longer a person. She is being. She is an object. She's yeah. an object. She is sexually objectified. And all psychological studies show that it's literally the opposite. That right. If a person interacts or sees a person who's more attractive, they're actually more likely to empathize with that person, uh, trust that person, and and care about that person just based on their attractive level. Right. Yeah. They see and them all- as more human. 
Yes, exactly. They seem as more human, not less. And that's exactly why movies would try to, you know, get, well, you still attractive, <laughs> yeah, attractive, attractive protagonists. People. Yes, yeah. because then it makes it like, it's like, it's like a cheating way to get you to empathize with the character. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. The, like, and we all, it's so funny because we all know this. If you've, like, you see, um, there's a really good Planket review of Avatar. Yes, I know. And uh, the little dog knows. Yes. Right. I love and, dogs. <laughs> yes. And he talks about, and he kind of compares Avatar to District 9. And, oh, yes. Yeah. Or was that the right number? I don't know. Whatever the. the it is movie. District 9. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. District 9. Yeah. And he was talking about how, like, District 9 was very interesting. The because, prawns. Yeah. They made the aliens look really gross. They had, like, these, if you've never seen it, they had these, like, like shrimp prawn faces um, with all the little, like, tendril thingies. And, you and yet the movie is so well written that you end up empathizing with these like really ugly, gross with looking Christopher aliens. Johnson. I still remember his name. Christopher Johnson. That's right. That was his <laughs> name. Yes. You end up empathizing with these like really gross looking weird aliens. Um, but it, but he was talking about how in Avatar they kind of cheat because they make the Navi look like so cute. And, and, you know, they give them the big Disney the eyes. Disney and, eyes. Yes, they give them the big <laughs> Disney eyes. And they give them the little dog nose. And like, so yeah, that's like, it's just so well known that if you think something is cute or you think it's attractive, you're just, it's so much easier for you as a person to empathize with them. So the whole concept of female sexual objectification is just complete nonsense. Right. And yet it's yeah. still stuck with us to this day. Yeah, this, I mean, the woman in this Dove ad kind of reminds me of my crappy boss from the coffee shop. So, I, I mean, like, I'm not empathizing with this woman. I'm like, where do I clock out? How do right. I get out of this game? Right. Oh, look. I don't know about you, but I have a pop-up for uh, Avatar. Oh, yeah. About. How'd you do that? We partnered with Unreal Engine. Women in games to change this. Okay, great. We're Look fix at this. It. Yeah. There you go. See? We got the fat version now. What do you think the stats are for women that play these first-person shooter games versus men? Well, first of all, Adam, this would be a third-person game. Okay, well, okay. you look. Anyway. Uh, so Minor it's actually, difference. So I believe whenever they whenever they do these studies, uh, the most the largest category of games that women play are puzzle games, and I believe <laughs> there's not the, even a body in there. Yeah, well, it depends what kind of puzzle game, but yeah, very often there's no like person there. Uh, and then the second one, I believe, the second highest is usually uh, sim games or simulator games. So you know, oh, like okay. The Sims or you know the farming games, Harvest moon or whatever the heck those games are called so. right so it's just kind of ridiculous that i mean this product here if it was really a product obviously it's not this right. game would probably be 90 95 percent played by guys yeah i mean maybe like you know 80 like it's still like 20 percent of like women will play you know third and first person shooters but obviously you know it's not the majority right cool There you go. Let's make virtual And that's the, uh, so that's the real person that they base this avatar off of right there. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not great. So, um. Well, just look, is that, 
I mean, that is like a, you don't see that kind of overweight a lot, right? I mean, maybe I just live in Los Angeles, but that's I think you live in maybe Los Angeles, one in a hundred people. Live. Depends yeah. where you live. Okay. I, I where, do you, think where do you live that that's like one in two people? <laughs> Listen, there are places in this country, Adam. I don't know if you know. <laughs> okay. Really? These, those places that you on your coastal elites will fly over on your aeroplanes when you're going from coast to coast. I mean, you don't see people that big. In, I mean, you do, but I mean, it's like one in a hundred people. It's Listen, not, look at it. Well, I don't well, go to the grocery store and see that kind of Chat, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this, chat? Adam is unaware of the patties. Uh, okay. <laughs> look, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a, what do you even call it? An ableist? Mm -hmm. Look, I, I've had overweight friends before. I'm not... I'm not a snob. Like right. I don't I don't think people should be shamed for being overweight. I think mm -hmm. losing weight is is tough. I mean, if you let yourself go, it's it's very difficult to to rein it back in. You got to keep it under control. Yeah. People are saying um uh one out of 3 people in in Vegas look like that. A lot of people in the south look like that. A lot of people in Walmart's in Florida look like that. 4 out of 10 women in Seattle look like that. <laughs> Well, Seattle is its own world, Adam. You know what it said, okay? Seattle, you got to keep on the pound just so you don't freeze to death. So there you go. It serves go. a purpose in Seattle. There you go. Some of Adam's best friends are overweight. I guess not. I guess not. Did you like that even like in the... So this is supposed to be like a video game representation for po body positivity. And yet they like kind of hid and removed her double chin. And some of the she still they made her video game version still look thinner than she does in real life. They did, didn't they? Look Isn't at that. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Isn't that funny? They're yeah. like, listen, she's fat, but we can only make the video game characters. More so realistic, fat. but not let's not right. go insane here. Yeah, I mean, like the real woman has a much larger stomach. I mean, why didn't they put her in uh, a little half top like that? Yeah, have her stomach sticking out. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> it's a good question. This okay. is just so strange. So, uh, okay, so this came out, obviously, as you sure you can imagine, lots of people made fun of this. Because it's just a giant virtue signal here. Yes. Like, that's yes. all it is. Look, Dove cares about these people. Buy our soap. <laughs> <laughs> How's it not? It is, it is. That's 100% what's going on. Look, you don't play video games. You're too old for that. You care about moi moisturizing your skin while you're in the shower. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's watch. Hey, everybody. Now. What's up? Today, we're going to be looking at a video called... <laughs> Bring up a picture of Noah Sampson's girlfriend. I want to compare to that last month. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he has a girlfriend. Look, I'm only kidding. I'm joking around. How dare you? But I'm just like, why Why does he care about this topic so much? Because he has to virtue signal too, Adam. Don't you understand? He's oh. a woke warrior. By the way, this video is called the Anti-Woke Content is Trash. Right. Well, this would be qualified as anti-woke content. Our content would be qualified as that. Yes, yes. I just, I don't, look, I try not to use the word woke because I think it's confusing to a lot of people. And uh, that part of that confusion is in here. I mean, he even uses old, old little Joel or big Joel. I don't know which channel he's on, but who we interacted with over this woke topic. 
which he couldn't even understand what we were saying. It's so confusing. Well, he could pretend he didn't understand what we were saying. <laughs> Sitch is like, yeah. look up. For a rare change, A-Team is good faith Gary today, and Sitch is actually going full bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. Okay. Maybe. Why woke people are making everything ugly. It's a video from the channel Think Before You Sleep. That's right, old friend of the show. I made a couple videos about this channel and I'm gonna keep doing it because it's I, I have a lot of fun. The video loosely centers around criticizing an ad campaign from the soap company Dove, which is Dove's real virtual beauty campaign, which I wanna go back to that. Go back to that wait, let me go back to that picture for a second. Okay. They really did that albino woman dirty. Like <laughs> Why did they make our character look the, easily the worst? <laughs> like, what's going on there? I, I don't know. I don't know. There's something wacky going on there. They made her, it looks like they made her look fatter than she, like, she doesn't look like she, it's hard to tell from the angle, but she doesn't look like that fat from that picture. But then they made her character like way fatter, way dumpier. Okay. So these are the real actors and their characters. Yes. So we have an autistic girl. Uh, we have a woman who's conventionally attractive, but is in a wheelchair, which right. is kind of hilarious. It's like it's like we like oh we have to have one conventionally attractive woman, but she has to have some issues, so she's in a wheelchair. Right. Um, then we have uh, the fat lady, and then we have an albino lady. Right. They're bringing hmm. real beauty. Okay company Dove, which is Dove's real virtual beauty campaign, which focuses on inclusivity and representation for women in video games. The plan here is to go through his video and look at some of the arguments made in it. Arguments in support of his general thesis that this ad campaign is bad for various reasons, including the fact that it is part of a larger trend of wokeness in media and wokeness is bad for various reasons. What does wokeness mean in this case? Well, we're going to find out, I'm sure. Think before you... Okay, so... I put this together very late at night. So if none of this makes any sense, you'll have to blame the the late night mind of PSA Sitch. Okay. We're going to do a little bit of uh, back and forth jumping. We're going to do a little bit of Pulp Fiction all over the place. So, okay. I like that. So there are really four videos here, but we're only going to watch two full ones and little pieces of, of one other one. So there's the original Think Before You Sleep video where he complains about this ad. This is the first response video that Noah does in response to it. Then Think Before We Sleep responds to this video with his own very long response video. And then just recently, a few days ago or a week ago, Noah Sampson released a second response to the Think Before You Sleep video. Yeah, this is good. They got some back and forth right. going here. Okay. I mean, why didn't they just have a live stream and talk to one another? Uh, that's a good question. Hmm. Okay, so let me jump ahead a little bit to they're going to talk about some statistics okay oh dove came out with their latest body positivity oh wait wait i, I just wanted to freeze for a second okay man sounds good can't really do anything with that though or this clip about a month ago dove came oh look at that yeah what's going on there that does not that looks like the character creator when you're like trying to make your character look as awful and stupid as possible in the character creation screen. <laughs> I just, what's going, what's going on here? This is like, the thing. I want a fat, bald guy in brown panties to be my Starfield character. I just, look, 
I feel like that's such a minority of the pop. Maybe I, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just, maybe that's the majority population now and they're just all staying home. I want Uncle Fester to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I want him in a thong. <laughs> Came out with their latest body positivity campaign by partnering with Epic Games and using the Unreal Engine to create 3D models of realistic women. Wait, this was done with Unreal Engine? Really? Why do all these models look like crappy World of Warcraft avatars from 2006? Duff has hundreds of millions of dollars and this is the best they can come up with for their banner? I mean, there are YouTubers working by themselves on no budget making full AAA quality playable renders with Unreal Engine, while these renders from Dove barely break the PS2 era. So Dove is a bad, lazy company because their graphics are worse than a Zelda animation that a YouTuber made with a fraction of the budget. The key word there is worse because again, that's subjective. He's mm -hmm. acting as if the objective barometer for a quality animation is that you need 10 RTX 9090s to render it. But the okay, so this argument is so dumb it has to be bad faith like i like this can't be a real argument right so you have these let's go back a second okay so you have this like beautiful looking Our graphics animation. are worse than okay you have this beautiful looking fan-made zelda animation okay and it's like oh my gosh this looks so a blur amazing. there look at that right. yeah yeah, focal yes. length. Right. You got focal length in the shot. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. Looks good. I mean, right. the ears, a little gross, but. <laughs> He's got the elf ears. I know you don't like the elf ears. Right. And you compare that to that, that thing that looked like a, it looked like baby's first um, Fortnite character, right? Sure. That the Dove commercial uh, made. And Noah here is going to be like, well, better is a subjective term. <laughs> it's like, come on. This is just disagreeing to disagree. There oh, is no true. reality yeah. where any person who's honestly looking at this and saying, oh, wow, and then comparing it to, to let's see, where is there a shot of the Dove people? To this, and to not think that the Zelda thing is just objectively better in terms of how it looks. No one thinks that. That's not real. That is not a real statement. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. it's all just subjective. <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh yeah look at this this looks great compared to that amazing zelda uh animation and it's just it's so it's so stupid this is the dumbest argument better is a subjective term no there are yeah there are elements in terms of what is better and what is worse that are subjective but there are things that are objective and we all know that objectively the zelda thing looks better and as think before you sleep's point was which no one does not even talk about because Noah's not being very honest in his critique in any of these videos is that his main point here is that Dove is being um is kind of embodying the the laziness of the entire movement of the body acceptance movement which is kind of something that you you brought up earlier which is should characters be aspirational or representative right and the yeah. problem I feel like the left or the woke left has kind of completely missed the mark on this because you and I have talked about how it is important. And there's been a lot of research on this. It is important for people to have role models that they can identify with in order to say like, Oh, I can succeed. I can do this thing. I, I saw it. Someone else did this thing and I can follow down that pathway. Right. Yeah. 
people people on the right tend to fight that, but I think the evidence is against them. It, the yeah. it's they say if you can't see it, you can't be it, and I there's some truth to that psychologically. Right. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, there are people who are just very internally motivated that it doesn't matter. We'll succeed regardless. Of course. Right. Yeah. They're the pioneers that get into that role, and then other people can see it, and the more lazy types go, "Well, if he can do it, I can do it." Right. But at the end of the day, we have to remember we are all these, you know, we're all primates, monkey see, monkey do. If we yes. see someone do something, then we go, oh, most of us will say, oh, then it's possible. I can, you know, it's easier to follow the road right. that's already, you know, trotted and traveled. If there's no women astronauts, you think, hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. Maybe women can't be astronauts. Sure. sure Maybe sure, wombs sure. explode in space. Right. So that element of representation, I do think, is important. However, they kind of misunderstand, or they take it a little too literally. Because, like, sure, you might say, okay, you want to have women or minorities in, in various places in life to show people that are women or minorities that they can accomplish these things. But it's not like they have to look exactly like you. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, if I'm a woman and I want to be an astronaut, I don't need to see a fat woman be an astronaut if I'm a fat woman, right? But there, like, there's no, there's never going to be a fat woman astronaut. Ex yes, <laughs> yes, exactly, like, exactly. Because right, it's not possible. Look, you don't have that much fuel. <laughs> Those rockets <laughs> need to get into outer space. Listen, they got to squeeze you into that little suit, all right? And they got to cut down on fuel as much as possible. So, and you're going to be up there for a long time eating those little squeeze tubes, all right? Right, <laughs> you need yeah. To be, you need to be trimmed. You need to be trimmed. <laughs> but the difference here is that there's like this weird, comp there's this weird misunderstanding of representation and of aspiration because the goal is you you still want characters, especially fictional characters. You, you want fictional characters to be aspirational models generally, right? Yeah, you want I to agree. empathize with them. You want them to be able to feel like, oh, like maybe I could be this person or this person is me or this person's literally me you know, for real, for real, or something like that effect. But you generally want these characters to be aspirational characters, Char you know, char some character to kind of strive up to, you know, go on the hero's journey. You're going to climb the mountain to become this, you know, mythical great character. And too much of a lot of the, the woke movement is based around this idea of like, you are perfect exactly the way you are. You don't need to change. And this idea is the worst idea imaginable. Right. Because you suck. <laughs> I suck. We all suck and we could all do better and we should constantly be striving to do better in our lives and to become better in our lives. And if you're just shove this message of you're perfect, you're perfect, you're perfect, then you're never, you lose all motivation to change. Because why would you? You're perfect the way you are. Yeah, yeah. There's no more desire to achieve some sort of human excellence. Yeah. Yes. I agree. That's the problem. It's it's so annoying, too, because it's like, okay, yeah, you know, people, we all human and we all have things, you know, physical disabilities or whatever that we can't change about ourselves. And it would be psychologically unhealthy to fixate on those things. Like there are, you know, I hate to bring up the whole uh, Alcoholics Anonymous thing, but it's like, you know, give me the strength to change the things I can and the strength 
or whatever it is to <laughs> accept the things that I cannot change. And that's really God like give me the serenity to accept the, the things I there cannot change. Right. Like the that's courage so, to change the things that I can. There you and go. And the Thank wisdom you. to know the difference. Beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but see that that's a really good mantra to live by. That it we is. should be kind of pushing it for is. in our society. Look, and even the wisdom part is super important. The wisdom right. to know the difference. Yes. That's where they're falling down here. And they're the, not wise enough to know the difference. Exactly. Well, the problem is with a lot of the woke stuff is that it is the destruction of the aspirational because it's it like is. there is nothing to really aspire to except for, I guess, communist revolution. There's nothing to aspire to on a personal level because nothing's your fault. Everything's society's fault and you're perfect the way you are. And it really, whether they realize it or not, they're really hearkening to this idea that humans are all born perfect and it's really the evil society that corrupts them yes yeah that concept is very new to identity creation yeah your identity is something that comes from within and society must accept which you know it's funny because there are elements of truth like it's this constant golden mean of you want society to be some level of accepting but not accepting of everything. <laughs> and you have to figure, you have to have this like struggle to figure out where the line is of good acceptance versus bad acceptance. Right. Yeah. And bestowing like, dignity on people who just can eat more cheeseburgers than anyone. Right. Mm, not sure about that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I but mean, that's, that's not problem. tough to do, right? The, the left, I think, has an idea that you should like just accept everything right they're not even conceptualize the fact that no there are things that we shouldn't really be accepting or like if you chat if you put if you bring them up and say like well obviously you don't you don't accept you know like you know kid diddling or something right <laughs> or like animals like you know having sex with animals or something then they'll be like oh no 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 of course not but if you just on the front you're like oh sh you know can acceptance go too far in society i think a lot of them their natural intuition to say no until you bring up something like obviously that does go too far. And then they're like, oh, I guess you're right. Well, knowing better, I think, makes that argument about the fat acceptance movement. Think, you mean think before you sleep? Think before before you sleep, yeah. Exactly. No, he does. Yeah, he does make this argument in his own video. So this, this, so this kind of, he makes a similar argument to what I was saying about how, you know, wokeness is the death of the aspirational. And that's kind of, he ties it into the Dove uh, commercial saying, look how lazy that they're, commercial is in terms of the amount of money they spent on making these video game characters mm -hmm. because the death of the aspirational makes you lazy because why try and then he also relates to the modern art and other things but all this kind of goes over noah's head and he never addresses any of those he doesn't you know, he, argue against that argument because that's no, the, that's where even, the interesting substantive argument is he doesn't bring it up i don't believe in either of his videos he doesn't bring up the central point in either of his videos lame noah what are you doing noah's very i mean noah came to prominence because he made this super long video basically jacking off everyone in the progressive side do you remember that video <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean is that i mean i look i don't want to misrepresent the video i feel like that's pretty much an accurate representation of it i mean He's basically I disagree but <laughs> i mean basically was just you know keeping pray mountains of praise on everybody on 
the left wing in left wing YouTube bread tube space. Right. So you can walk away from that video if you're one of those YouTubers and think, oh, look, I have a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> Let me support this person. Right. Everyone should subscribe to his channel. He loves me. That's a pretty smooth move. It is. If, you, if you think about it, yeah. Hassan, it's funny, Hassan watches his videos regularly and gives like the, I mean, it's Hassan, so he gives literally the dumbest comment. So, right. You know, he watches the video and he's like, bro, it's a soap ad. Why are you so mad? It's a soap ad. <laughs> like, thank you, Hassan, <laughs> for your brilliant commentary as always. Well, look, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Hassan is on the record that he's not going to give clout to anyone, but he breaks the rule because Noah Sampson made this video praising Hassan in the very beginning. Right. Like that was his introduction. And now the cognitive bias kicks in and the cognitive bias is, I like that guy. I like Noah Sampson. Yeah, of course. How can I not like this guy? Look, he loves me. Yeah. Here he is worshiping at my feet. Listen, he might be a serial killer, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, Nick but it's Foose. just yeah. it's just a bl blindly partisan act, of course. Which this is the way to get big on YouTube right here. Uh, Nick Fu for twenty pounds says, "Guys, you should really interview David Jaff, creator of God of War. I saw him cite the debunked left-handed study when discussing trans issues on the Side Scrolls podcast. He's a nice guy, so I'm sure he'll say yes. Yeah, I'll check it out. Cool. I'll check it out. I'm curious to look into that." That's awesome. Uh, good faith, Gary. Look at that. It's good faith, Gary himself. Already here. Amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, for $20, says, look, I told both of these clowns that I was out on vacation when they were trying to make their videos. I told them to wait. But hey, while I'm at it, it's classy. It's the best class. Boo. Thank you. Uh, Ryan Ol for $20. Thank you, Ryan. Says, can't watch today, but... You guys always make my Mondays easier. Do you guys plan on breaking down some of the recent Ethan Klein stuff? He goes against Hassan and communism and makes some really good points. Actually, yeah, during the week, um, I believe we were planning on watching that interaction. There's a very interesting interaction between Ethan and uh, Hassan, where Ethan kind of takes Hassan task for defending China, simping for China. Nice. Oh. Yeah. There you go. China's, I just, look, you've got to be in a giant bubble if you don't see all these videos about China being in economic trouble. Sure. <laughs> in dire well, straits. Well, yeah, they're really exactly. talking not really about that. They're really talking more about the, you know, the humanitarian <laughs> problems with China and, you know, China trying to take over Taiwan and things of that nature. So. Okay, yeah. And he surrender it. But these dev animations were not created with that purpose of supreme 8K quality in mind. Also, I will say that to me, these just look like Fortnite characters and Fortnite runs on Unreal Engine. I don't feel like they're that much different. But regardless, that's not what they're supposed to be about. They're about representation. So to someone... They're about virtue signaling and that doesn't cost a lot of money. <laughs> who's interested in representation in games, the dove animation would likely be better. Think before you sleep. So... This is such, this is very telling. I'm glad he said it. He said, well, you know, it doesn't matter if this Legend of Zelda fan animation looks a thousand times more beautiful. It's not, a, it's not about that. It's about representation. That's what right. matters. It's about yeah. representation. It's about tokenization. And doesn't that really just give the game away when you watch a movie or see some kind of story that's super woke 
and you're like, this story is really garbage. And it's not just garbage because it's woke. Like it's the story and the character elements are sacrificed at the altar of making it woke. Yeah. And that's totally. because, and we've talked about this. We talked about this in our Spider-Man review. You can, in theory, make a story, make a movie, make a video game that has woke politics in it that isn't bad. Right. It is a well-crafted story. And yet but that requires something called talent. <laughs> but it seems like, and it seems like, you know, 99% of the woke stuff are all garbage in terms of how, the, like from a story perspective, not just from right. if you disagree with the message. And, and this is, I think is exactly why, because it's not about making a good story. It's not about making something that looks good. It's about representation. It's it about is. the politics. It's about the virtue signal. Yeah. It's about the message. The message. Yes. Thank you, Critical Drinker. ...is not one of those people, clearly. And so, all right, we can't really say anything about that. It's just how he feels, and that's great for him. One last example that I thought was kind of funny was him saying that because the reason he plays games is to escape reality, characters in games shouldn't be ugly because he doesn't want to insert himself into an ugly character. Not to mention that video games are primarily about escapism, and if I'm playing a character, I want to play someone who is more attractive than me so I can self-insert and escape from my less glamorous life. Why would I want to fantasize about being ugly? So he doesn't... I guess we know how he answers the POV question, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> sure, but I think that's most people. I mean, it's I, pretty obvious. Right, I think that's most people is that, you know, they... I mean, you don't... Listen, I don't want to play a game. Maybe I'm an a-hole, right? I don't want to play a game where I'm running around as a fat, ugly bastard, okay? I don't want to play the fat bastard Austin Powers video game where I have to run around and watch Austin, fat bastard's butt jiggle, you know, from third pers third person perspective as I'm running my character around. I don't want to see that. Right, yeah. I don't know about you, but no. I feel like we could do an undercover sting on these models, these actors that they got together for this campaign and see what characters they play when they play video games. If they even play the video game. It, it would be pretty interesting. Right. Yeah, you're, they, they probably don't play video games. But <laughs> I bet if they did, it would be, they'd be playing more attractive characters. I feel like that's a human universal. Like, who, who is playing a video game and they're like, oh, I'm jealous of this character I'm about to play. <laughs> what, what is that? How does that work? What is that? How is that even a thing? Isn't that, yeah, it's such a weird... It is so strange, isn't it? That's such a, you're right. I've never had that thought in my entire life where I picked up a video game and I played as some character and I'm like, I'm jealous of this protagonist in this video game. That's never occurred to me in my entire life. Even like in movies and stuff like that, when you're watching the characters, I just, I feel like, look, you want to hang out with cool, attractive people. Who doesn't want to do that? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, this would actually be very interesting research. So we've stumbled upon some very interesting psychology asking people the POV question, which if right. you're uh, new to the channel, the question that we used to ask people, which we still not right. <laughs> remember they were guessed, was if you are watching adult material, mm -hmm. uh, do you watch it as if it's your, like you're in the movie, right? So you're projecting yourself onto the characters in there, or are you watching it as if you're watching just like strangers and you're kind of being more voyeuristic? Mm-hmm. And you're kind of watching them engage in these adult acts. And it seemed to be like something like 75% of people would say that they're 
you know, POV, they're imagining themselves in it, and 25% are imagining themselves watching it. And I wonder that since we are on the POV side of the equation, maybe that's why we don't feel jealousy if we're watching a movie or playing a video game. But it maybe if you're not in that POV perspective and you're kind of watching as other people, maybe you do feel that kind of jealousy. That is an interesting question. There's so many interesting questions in social psychology. Like, I would love to dive in and find an answer to that. Like, do they watch movies in the same way? Are they jealous of of attractive protagonists in the movie? Like, I do... Th I mean, part of the fun of movies is watching the protagonists and, you know, saying to yourself, what would I do in this situation? Look, they're in this crazy situation. You think, what would I do? And then you're kind of evaluating if they do things that you agree with or don't agree with. That's part mm -hmm. of the participation in the movie. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that brings you out of a movie all the time is when they do something that you think no normal human being would ever do that. Like the classic example is in the horror movie when they're like exploring the house. It's like, no, get run, get out of the house and run <laughs> down the street. Right. What are you right. doing? Don't look in that closet. Yes. Don't split up. Yeah. Just get out. Stay of there. together and run away. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. So it completely ruins the movie because you're like, wow, no idiot would ever do this. Sure. And and to sort of try to steel man the argument, because mm -hmm. um, they would say like, well, it's not necessarily that they're jealous. They say it's, you know, the argument is always, you know, a, a woman will play a game and they'll see these really sexy women and it makes them feel bad because they have some standard of beauty that is not achievable in real life or not achievable to that woman that's playing the game. No, I just, I figured it out. I just figured it what out is, as you were saying it. Look, it's the girlfriends of the guys playing the games. <laughs> it's totally, that's totally it. As soon as, your, as soon as your boyfriend is playing the hot character yeah. and you're looking, you're going, look, I want his attention. Right. He, look at this. This yes. game has his attention. <laughs> right. That's a great, listen, they see, they see their boyfriend playing Soul Calibur. They choose Ivy. She's got that thick thighs and that big booty, and she's wearing that right. thong with the yeah, tickle exactly. bitties, and they're just like, "Oh my god, this is what my boyfriend wants." And I'm we're not gonna, this. we're look, and then they become jealous of the fictional character. They do, but they have yes. political power, so they're like, "Look, we're gonna change my boyfriend's video games if it, <laughs> if it kills me." Right. I but think that's what's going on here. That I think that's I case think that's closed. I think that's only part of it, but just regarding trying to actually go into the whole like, oh, you know, the girl's playing a video game and there's some unrealistic beauty standard or whatever. I don't buy this argument um, because this has been the, like, this is the same thing for men and it's never been a problem at all. Mm -hmm. And it's always been seen as aspirational. You know, how many times do you see a male figure in a movie or a video game who is not only almost always, almost always a conventionally attractive male who's very muscular, but they're also like the most competent man on the planet. Every male protagonist is like John Wick or John Wick Jr. And you, I mean, do guys really walk around like, well, I could never be Kratos from God of War. I could never be that ripped. Like, is that really like the thought process? You know, or, or is it, are men just so different biologically? They don't just walk around being like, well, I could never be, you know, Master Chief from Halo. So therefore I don't like this game. Yeah, I think is there ruined. is less intimidation going on with men. Definitely. I do think that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, 
it, there could be maybe there is just some inherent sex difference in the way men and women perceive stories or it could just be i don't know if i even buy this i think what basically what happened was a bunch of very angry you know feminists from the 60s you know created this fake idea of sexual objectification and created this narrative because they personally were had a boyfriend that was you know well, a lot of them were lesbians, but you know, they personally <laughs> were very upset by certain certain things, which by the way, there are actual complaints that you could levy that are accurate. Like if every character, if every female character in a movie or video game is simply a trophy for a male character to win, I agree. I don't that's something that shouldn't exist. You should, you know, give female characters agencies and stories. That's fine. But that's I not think go insane here. There you go. But I think what happened was that you know, the you know, certain feminists essentially in the 60s were you know why should tired of guys leering at their lesbian girlfriend well no they were basically bonded <laughs> to this whole idea of the patriarchy and everything's for men and so every time there's a woman who's sexualizing herself it's really because she's playing into the patriarchy it's like if you were a, a feminist from you know the second wave fem or i'm sorry third wave feminist you'd essentially view it like every time you see a woman who looks conventionally attractive it's like it's like a CRT person looking at Clarence Thomas overruling, you know, affirmative action. You're ba they, they basically perceive it as women selling out to men. Hmm. That's how they perceive okay. it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And They're so I think dolled up for the guys. Right. And I, so I think that's a lot of what's going on here is that mentality has been kind of uh, passed down generation to generation. People forget the reason of the mentality and they just kind of repeat the performance. Does group superiority play a role in this dynamic? Do the feminists feel as though they are superior to men or want to be regarded as superior to men? I mean, I've definitely heard that idea, so. Okay. He doesn't want to fantasize about being ugly. He wants to instead fantasize about being the juicy thighs, muscle mommy, Chun Lee. That's fine, actually. I think that's totally fine. But once again, isn't it funny? So we have this like 10 minute conversation about, you know, aspirational, what it means, how you interpret, you know, character and art or movies or video games, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is like a lot of interesting ideas to go on there. And then Noah Sampson, all he does is he just looks at this and he takes the most bad faith interpretation saying, oh, well, he must mean that he personally wants to be Chun-Li. So ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, he's using it to insult. Like, which is, first of all, doesn't even make sense because Noah, even if, even if Think Before You Sleep did want to be Chun-Li, okay, it's very transphobic of you to make fun of that. Even right. though you're going to say you have no problem with it, you obviously are calling attention to it in a bad faith way, because obviously if you looked at the screen, he was reading or he was referring to a post of a girl who was saying that she, you know, she wants to, you know, I, you know, in her mind, view herself as like Chun-Li. Not that he personally, think before he sleeps, wants to do that. Right. So. Yeah. But I mean, it would be more fun to play a game looking at her than looking than the at... the fat dove so, character? Yeah, exactly. So, sure. I mean, I look, if you got, you know, you select your character, I'm <laughs> selecting Lee. Okay. 
and that's his right that video games are primarily about one thing the thing that he happens to care about all right so since the opinions can't be addressed we're just going to move forward and look at the arguments i know i could have done this first but i feel like the opinions are such a substantial part of his video that i needed to talk about them before moving on but maybe that's wrong i don't know so first up, Think Before You Sleep makes the argument that Dove is a lazy company because they show a statistic on the screen that he doesn't believe is true. Real beauty takes effort and everything about this project from Dove says, we put no effort into this. For example, Two out of three female gamers in the UK say there is a lack of representation in video games. The screen says. You were not there. You don't exist. The things are not made for you. Okay. I don't. It's not for you. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I don't believe that statistic at all. Where did you get that number? Did you simply ask three of your British friends? Because there is no way that most British women are eternally offended snowflakes who care about that kind of stuff. So this is the Opinium Women in Gaming survey from early 2021. It was a survey of about 1,400 United Kingdom gamers age 18 and over. And one of the key findings here was that 69% of women felt that there needs to be more female characters in video games in general. The two-thirds statistic that Dove shows here, that is from this survey. And here you might say, well, Noah, Dove didn't cite where they found that statistic on the screen, so a viewer of the ad would have no idea idea where to search to confirm its validity. And well, firstly, Think Before You Sleep is not just a viewer of the ad, he is a YouTube journalist, let's call him, with a big audience that's making a video that critiques this ad. All he had to do was a single Google search with some relevant terms to find this survey. It took me 10 seconds. It's really not that much work, but he didn't do it, which, you know, that's lazy. This is completely lazy. Sorry, I just wanted to use that clip. It's a, it's a great sound effect. I think it's fun. Lazy, 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 lazy. Okay, so I want you all to, to keep this in your mind, okay? So think before you sleep, criticizes the Dove ad because they throw up this statistic with no citation whatsoever. And in his video, he talks about how, well, if they don't give you a citation, you should just hand wave it away, right? You should assume it's not real or whatever. It's their job to give you a citation. Okay. And Noah says that he was able to very easily find this study with a 10 second Google search. Right. How long okay. did it take you, Sitch? Well, I'm not gonna spoil it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So just, but just retain that information. All right. 10 seconds, got it. Yeah. Lazy. Later in this video, Think Before You Sleep makes an argument about another statistic from the Opinium survey, arguing that the statistic must be bullshit because some people online didn't like it. Where exactly did you get that stat? This time it says 74%, so on this occasion, they would have had to survey at least 50 people. That's more than three, but what do they do? Survey the office? How exactly do they ask the questions in the survey? Because there's no way that much of the general population agrees with this woke narrative, considering that in places like America, half the population are conservatives who don't care about this, and tons of liberals are anti-feminist too. So there's no way you got a vast majority on this one. The proof being that you had to censor the comments on the video. So his proof that the general population isn't with the wokeness is that the comments were turned off on one of these Dove animations. Now, let's just ignore- Well, okay, first of all, his, he said he reasoned, and then you can make arguments in favor against He reasoned that if half the population in America is conservative, half the population presumably would not be on board with woke stuff, 
therefore he would be skeptical of an unsourced claim that 74% of females had some opinion of some woke opinion. That's right. reasonable. That was the claim. But Noah doesn't address that, obviously. Or the fact that this channel actually has comments turned off on all of their videos. And just zoom in on the likes counter where we can see that it has 500 likes and over 16,000 dislikes. That's 99%. That's a pretty wild statistic, right? If you do a survey on a topic, it's very rare to see a figure like that. 99%. This isn't exactly a controlled experiment though, is it? There's a pretty important uncontrolled variable here, which is that hundreds of rabid anti-feminist YouTubers all made the same video talking about how the Dove ad is dumb and bad because it's woke, which might have some influence on the type of people that end up seeing the ad, given that the ad was only really talked about online by these anti-feminists. Just a thought there, you know? How come, okay. we, didn't, how come we didn't do a video on I this? I know, Look we really at this. missed the mark there. We really missed the mark. We're All doing it now. People. We're too late. Okay, so now we're going to do our Pulp Fiction. So... Sweet. The claim I'm John is about... Travolta right now. Right. I'm in the bathroom so, reading. Yes, you're in the bathroom reading. So Dove puts up the statistic. They say 74% of women feel under, you know, represented games or whatever, two-thirds of women, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And Think Before You Sleep says they give no citation for this. Noah says, mm -hmm. I found this with a 10-minute Google search. Don't be lazy. 10 okay. second. I'm sorry, 10 second Google search, right? Now, I'm not going to play you Think Before You Sleep's response yet. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to play you and this is very interesting. I'm going to play you Noah Sampson's second response to Think Before You Sleep's response before you actually see what Think Before You Sleep says, okay? Okay. And you'll see why. You'll see why. So he's responding to Think Before hey, You Sleep. My obese people yes. aren't So Think Before You Sleep has responded Response. To Noah's and this video. is his response to him. I got and it. And this is Noah's video in response to that. Okay. okay. I want to show you. I want to show you the aftermath. And then I want to show you what the response is. Just to really like cement the dishonesty that Noah engages in his video, especially his second video. First up, a primary point in this video concerns women's representation in video games. Dove, in their real virtual beauty ad campaign from the last video, they presented some statistics about this topic which were the basis for the campaign. The stat in question here reads, two out of three female gamers in the UK say that there's a lack of representation in video games. For context, last video, Think Before You Sleep argued against this statistic by pretty much saying that he doesn't believe it. Where did you get that number? Did you simply ask three of your British friends? Because there is no way that most British women are eternally offended snowflakes who care about that kind of stuff. In this video, his first argument against this statistic is that the research behind it wasn't cited in the ad, and therefore we must assume that it is incorrect or a lie. Okay, so I'm supposed to do Dove's homework for them? Dove is the one who brought up the data. They're responsible for telling the audience where their stats came from. It's not my job to Google it for them. If someone gives statistical data and doesn't say where they got it from, then the proper thing to do is to take it with a grain of salt or assume that they are lying. Now, this this is interesting because while I do agree statistics generally should be cited, that makes the process of fact checking easier. A lack of citation doesn't inherently mean that statistics are false. That in and of itself is a bad argument against statistical claims, especially when data exists, exists, that shows these claims to be true. And we actually found some of that data. In my video, I cited a survey that corroborated these claims from Dove. In the opinion when- Okay, so I'll say it first, 
that I agree that just because someone doesn't cite the source, that doesn't mean you should automatically dismiss it, right? But of I also course. agree that if you are a, a company and you're making some claim that seems to be a claim written away that presumes that there was some study, you should make the source easily and readily available, obviously. Yeah. Now, I want to go back a second. I want you to listen very, very, very closely to what Noah says, okay? when data listen. exists exist that shows these claims to be true and we actually found some of that data in my video i cited a survey that corroborated these claims from dove in what did he, he just say he found a survey but not the survey is that what i'm supposed to you that's one thing you found the point one what was <laughs> okay he well, said he yeah, found exactly. a survey that because normally i would say i found the survey that they <laughs> used <laughs> Like right. If I found the survey. He so. said he found a survey that corroborated. Right. Corroborated. Right. That's so an interesting not, word. It's not the survey. Oh, the isn't that use. interesting? So, okay. Oh, okay. So it took him 10 seconds to find the wrong survey. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> right. Great job, you, champ. Right. You do not when you say I found the survey the survey they were referencing. You don't say I found a survey that corroborated. No, no, no. That <laughs> look, means you found something you think supports it, but it's not the actual thing. Look, he's trying to walk it back here. Look, he made an, a little embarrassing whoopsie. Do you <laughs> that think, only PSA Sitch is going to catch? <laughs> well, no. Well, okay. But do you think at any point that Noah will acknowledge that in his first video when he was giving "Think Before You Sleep." such crap for not googling the 10 second survey do you think he will acknowledge that whoops he he actually never not. found the survey of course not okay of course not Look, right he's not the type to come out and say it was wrong yes yes well he it does actually funny, say he's though. wrong later in this video but he says he's wrong in a way to cover up something else which is kind of <laughs> hilarious so oh that, that's good that's rich Rich, it only takes you 10 seconds to Google the wrong survey. <laughs> and then not and then not admit it in your second video. Oh, look, <laughs> that takes even less time. Yes. Because you don't have to put it in the script. In <laughs> Women in Gaming wrong. report, the one that I presented, the data lines up perfectly with Dove's claims. So he, <laughs> look, he's trying to walk it back. The data lines up perfectly with Dove's claims. Okay. So, and it's funny too, because if you look did, at this, you'll, you'll notice. Did, did Think Before You Sleep call him out on this? Did well, you'll, you'll find out. You'll find out. Because I said, we're going to, we're doing it backwards. We're going to see the response and then we'll see what he's responding to. Okay. Oh, this is so good. Okay. And also, you know, if Noah was like smart, okay. What a, what a piece of shit. He, he could have brought up the study that he was claiming this, that the Dove study was based on, which I found, you can't find in 10 seconds. And remember, Dove said 74%. That was a statistic, that was a statistic mm -hmm. they pointed out, okay? You can go right. to the study. You can hit Control-F. You can type in 74. That There's number does no not exist in this report. Yeah, okay? where's the 74? There's no 74% at any point. And when you see that, you'd say, huh, maybe this isn't the study that they were citing. There's no 74%. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Right, right. Now, you might say, <laughs> listen. Now you might say, but Sitch. <laughs> but Sitch. But Sitch, he found a study. Yes, but Sitch. Does it matter? Does it matter really if he didn't find the correct study? Yes. You know, he was wrong, maybe. 
for making fun of Think Before You Sleep because he also found the wrong study. But does it matter? He found a study that seems to corroborate, okay, seems to corroborate the claim. A well, seems is a, I mean, that's a yes. weasel word. Right. Well, I'm using that weasel word intentionally. So, okay. So I'm not going to spoil it, but Think Before You Sleep kind of goes over this. But let's let's keep hearing uh, Noah not address how he got the wrong study. When you actually ask female gamers, it turns out many of them do feel underrepresented in games. Instead of engaging with this data, though, Think Before You Sleep initially spends a lot of time just decrying the labor of having to do Dove's homework for them, when he very well knows that this is a terrible argument against statistics. He's not addressing the numbers, he's just saying, this wasn't in the footnotes and therefore I shouldn't have to take this seriously. The okay, so he's claiming that, that Think Before You Sleep doesn't address the statistics. Right. I and have a feeling he does. And remember, this is after he's just watched, or not just, but he's watched Think Before He Sleeps video. And he's yeah, claiming video to his audience. To him. Yeah. And he's and he's claiming to his audience that he doesn't address the numbers or the statistics. Look, my can I make a guess here? I don't want to yes. spoil it. If okay, make a guess. Well, I'm just guessing that uh Think Before You Sleep found out that he got the wrong study and totally owned him on that. You could be correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, he's probably going to be, there's going to be a lot of dunking here. Right. Like, you, you stupid idiot, you got the wrong study. You he made an be... entire video <laughs> castigating me for not doing 10 seconds of work, and then you got the wrong study. You might be correct. You could be onto something. Look, that face right there is the face of a guy who got the wrong study. Look, That's he's... the face of saying not owned, not owned, as you shrink into a corn. Yeah. Right, exactly. Oh, how embarrassing. How embarrassing. I know. Look, it's Back... <laughs> it's all Dove's fault now, right? They yes. should have cited the study. <laughs> Suddenly he starts agreeing. They should have cited the study for me. <laughs> that this study wasn't cited below the ad does not invalidate these statistics. To argue against it, you need contradictory data, and Think Before You Sleep does not provide any of that in this video. However, he does eventually address the survey in his video, but when he does, he dismisses it uh, in three fascinating ways. First up, he argues that the study is biased because of how they represent the differences in time spent gaming between men and women. Let's take a look at this study that Noah found for us. Diversity <laughs> in gaming, thought leadership. Let's look at the results. It starts by saying that women play games nearly as often as men, just two hours less than their male counterparts. Well, I don't like the framing of that at all. That's not nearly, that's a full 20% less. Nearly would be the difference of a few percent, not one-fifth of the total amount. So we're off to a great start with this study trying to make it seem like women play games significantly more than they do. This study isn't heavily biased at all. So 10 hours of boy gaming versus 8 hours of girl gaming. He doesn't think that those are nearly the same because 8 is 20% less than 10, and that's too much percents for him. So this study is biased and can't be trusted. As so uh, you know, since Noah is obviously, you know, he's a bread tuber, so he's obviously an idiot. Um, <laughs> he doesn't understand that when you're talking about studies, okay, or even surveys, if there's a 20% difference between something, that is a significant difference. Yeah. That is generally considered, especially in a, in a psychological or sociological study, a 20% difference in something is, is significant by definition, almost always. Sure. So. Plus, uh, I don't know how they average it out because... Right. And it could be most women don't play video games at all, and a couple girls play like 24 hours. Oh, 
Oh, yes. It's almost like you would need to know more information, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes, because you're. that's a fantastic point. They just said average. Right. So there could be a couple girls that just play like a crap ton of video games. Right. Yeah. You They're tomboys. To... They have guy friends and they play video games. Right. Really. Versus yeah. versus all boys playing an even a more moderate hours of right. video games. Right. Sure. 10 hours a day. Right. <laughs> It would sure be great if in that study it had, I don't know, some kind of methods listed or procedures listed that one could kind of derive these answers from, right? I'm sure they probably do. You I know. mean, most of the time these studies do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally yeah. in a study, yeah, they put all that information there so you could check that out. Yeah, yeah. But no I'm, one would have to read the study and that would take longer than 10 seconds. Yes, that's true. And I'm sure Noah would address that complaint if that complaint is levied against that study, right? Sure. Because he's an honest actor. No, of course he wouldn't. What am I saying? <laughs> of course he's not. What? Look. Did knowing better make that make that Why obvious? You call to him him? No think before you sleep. <laughs> I keep calling you him. You keep knowing calling better. him knowing better. A completely looks, different YouTuber. He looks like knowing better. Does he? I don't even know what Think Before You Sleep looks like. <laughs> I know. I think he's anonymous. So okay, he doesn't even sound like knowing better. Yeah, you're right. As a glass half full kind of guy, I would like to point out that eight being 20% less than 10 also means that eight is 80% of 10, which is, you know, Math. it's a lot out of oh 10. To act as if eight and 10 aren't close numbers is I've never seen such pure, unfiltered, raw Chernobyl levels of cope, especially when- So we have a guy who brought up the wrong study and is not admitting it, and he's claiming someone else is coping about it because they actually decided to address some elements of the study. Okay, just keep that in mind those numbers are describing hours spent playing video games in a week what that means is that the women in the study play games on average an hour and 10 minutes per day whereas the men play on average an hour and 25 minutes per day because that's how video games work right oh yeah that that's the real difference that's just 15 extra minutes per day. Are girl gamer hours affected by inflation or something? Is the exchange rate between those shit right now? I don't, I don't get it at all. The next way that he dismisses the study is where he just straight up lies about what it says on the screen. Uh-oh. Noah, who has not admitted that he got the wrong study. Right, is, is calling him a liar. He's calling think before you sleep a liar. Okay, interesting. Interesting. But let's take a look at the number that Noah pointed out. It says that 69% of women say that there aren't enough female characters in games. Dub's ad was about body positivity, so by their statements, a reasonable person would infer that Dub was implying... A reasonable person, there's your issue. A reasonable person would infer that Dub was implying that two out of three women believe that there's not enough body positivity representation in video games. Not that there aren't enough female characters. Those two things aren't the same. More women does not equal more body positivity. If these are actually the stats that Dove used, then they are lying to you or wildly misrepresenting that study. See how he bakes in this assumption there that this number must be about body positivity because that's what the ad is about, even though that's not what the statistic says, right? If you look on the screen, there it is. The statistic saying lack of representation, not body positivity. I genuinely can't tell if he's being dishonest here or if he just refuses to ex accept this because he doesn't believe it. But again, statistics are not invalidated by one's refusal to believe them. He Okay. Yeah, this what's is, what's going on here, okay. obviously? This is insane. So, as you correctly predicted, in Think Before You Sleep's response video, he f realizes pretty quickly that the study that Noah brought up is not the actual study. 
Yeah, it can't okay. be. Like can't, all the numbers are incorrect. The numbers are different. And also the the body positivity versus representation. Like more hot girls in video games is not going to be the same as right. representing exactly. body positivity. Right. And so part of that is, and he says like, well, if we were to assume that they were the same, right? Or if I didn't know that they were <laughs> no. the same, you know, you would say, well, wait a minute. These seem to be asking different questions and they have different numbers. And that's what Entirely he just Entirely different right. questions. Right. And so it would be, and he's, so he's saying, if Dove had used this, then it would have been dishonest. <laughs> I right? know. But Noah leaves all that out. And he's like, oh, he's just lying here because, you know, look at what he's doing. Look at how he's weaseling. It's like, what are you talking about? This is so like the projection of dishonesty from Noah here is off the charts. It is. Yes. Look at this. How's he so dishonest here? Yes. Why not just slink away? Why not not make a response? Why not move on? Be like, oh. I floofed the goof on this one. <laughs> he actually does this again in a different spot in the video. This one's kind of a digression. Okay, so, okay. Let's go to Think Before You Sleep's video, okay? And see the response that Noah here was responding to. Oh, I okay. can't wait for this. Right. I mean, this Think Before You Sleep hey, guy is pretty, hey everybody. pretty bright. So, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is an interesting fight. And this, his video is called Why Woke Content is Trash. Think Before You Sleep is probably like some PhD math student. And he's anonymous because he <laughs> want, doesn't want to ruin his career. Well, I don't know. Well, listen, compared to Noah, anyone, everyone's a PhD math student. Okay? Well, no, you know, you've, you've got these YouTubers that are like super geniuses that are mm. just anonymous because they don't want it to interfere with their academic career right like right. you see that pretty regularly sure, so sure. i don't know his situation personally but of course okay let's continue not that hard that being said let's take a look at this study that noah found for us diversity in gaming thought leadership let's look at the results it starts by saying that women play games nearly as often as men just two hours less than their male counterparts well i don't like the framing of that i'll be right back keep it going at all that's not nearly that's a full 20 percent less Nearly would be the difference of a few percent, not one-fifth of the total amount. So we're off to a great start with this study trying to make it seem like women play games significantly more than they do. This study isn't heavily biased at all. Now let's take a look at the stats that Dove allegedly was referring to. I say allegedly because Dove didn't cite their sources or make any reference to it, so Noah really has no idea if he found the correct study. Second, there are two stats here, 74% and two out of three women. Nowhere does it say 74% for any data point, so this very well could be the wrong study. Do you see the problem with Dove not citing its sources? Dove might as well have just made the numbers up. But let's take a look at the number that Noah pointed out. Oh. Interesting how Noah left all this out in his responses. <laughs> no, what's so going on? Why didn't, he, why didn't he respond to this with a full apology about yes. how he got the wrong study? Yes. How that 10 seconds of Googling should have been a little longer. And, and then, as he points out, the only reason he's fixating on this one stat is because this is the stat Noah pointed out in his first video. Right. And he's saying they're, they're talking about different things. And then Noah calls him a liar for this. Right. Fascinating. It says that 69% of women say that there aren't enough female characters in games. Dove's ad was about body positivity, so by their statements, a reasonable person would infer that Dove was implying that two out of three women believe that there is not enough body positivity representation in video games, not that there aren't enough female characters. Those two things aren't the same. 
more women does not equal more body positivity. Personally, I think it should be 100% hot girl representation in video games, Sitch. How about you? Based. <laughs> I knew you'd, somehow I knew you'd agree with that. If these are actually the stats that Dove used, then they are lying to you or wildly misrepresenting that study. On top of that, this report makes no mention of any of their methodology, so nobody can determine the validity of the measurement techniques that they use to get that data. For example... Uh-oh. So you have a study <laughs> that literally doesn't thickens. tell you. Yeah, it doesn't tell doesn't you anything. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. You know, Noah said, Think Before You Sleep has three criticisms about this. And he doesn't bring forward the most important one. <laughs> I know. Well, no, that the you've most, got the, the wrong study. <laughs> yeah, the most important one, that you don't have the right study. And then the second most important one, the study doesn't even explain what the methodology of the study was. Oh, wow. Okay. Crazy. This study is missing all sorts of important demographic data. Did they survey people randomly? Or did they survey a bunch of college kids? Colleges tend to lean very left, so you aren't going to get a very accurate representation of how the general population feels if you're only surveying people on the left, which is why you get nonsense like almost 70% of women saying that there aren't enough women in video games when pretty much half the cast of every game these days is female, and it's been that way for a long time. So anyway... Well, and here's another thing too. It only said that they interviewed X number of gamers. It didn't say how many of those gamers they interviewed were women and how many were men. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of important, right? Because of course, it, like it says, of we interviewed it, 13, it says we interviewed 1300 gamers. It's like, okay, but like if you only interviewed a hundred women and 1200 men and all the questions are how women feel about representation in games, that's not really a good survey, is it? Of course not. Yeah. But no, no, it's not going to bring any of this up. After nearly this entire video and reviewing the information a bunch of times during editing, I decided that there is no way in hell that Noah got the correct study, so I did what I shouldn't have had to do and checked all of Dove's partnerships from the original article, which led me to this article here from Women in Games. Guess what? It turns out that Opinium did not do the survey. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, that's oh, hilarious. No, oh, that's hilarious. You goofed this the is... floof! This is hilarious. You floofed the goof, Noah. How how could he do that? You got the wrong study. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, Noah. You're really so, floofing up that one. Look, so embarrassing. So oh. embarrassing. He's bragging about. Oh, look, it take me ten seconds to look <laughs> up this study. <laughs> to look up the wrong study. And then, in his response to this, to not bring he up that he brought it. up the right study. Yes, he and then he accuses it. Think Before You Sleep of lying. <laughs> he ignores it. I know, the cojones on this guy. Jeez, the projection. Look. The dishonesty. I totally messed up, but here, let me call you a liar and see if that smooths things over a bit. Right, right. Wow. Terrible. Wow. As far as I can see, it appears that Dove themselves did the survey, and Women in Games and the Center for Appearance... <laughs> The dumb people did the survey. Yeah, so it's funny because I, it's so funny. I did literally <laughs> this the same. ridiculous. When I watched, it, it's, it's actually kind of annoying because when I was watching this video to, to, or watching Noah's video, I basically did all, I watched it before I watched Think Before You Sleep's response. So mm -hmm. I unfortunately waste the time of doing all the research that Think Before You Sleep <laughs> just did. And I could have just saved myself, you know, the hour, like trying to find this stupid study, which spoiler warning, 
doesn't exist. You cannot find the study anywhere. Oh, really? Yes. Because as he says, it it looks like Dove did the study. <laughs> Dove okay. doesn't tell you any of the information about so the study at all. So they did they could have literally just surveyed the office. Who knows? Who knows what they did? Oh, this is ridiculous. This so smacks of just virtue signaling. Right. Like we just made up some stats and look, look, we like we like body positivity too by our soap. Because I love if you read that sentence, it says new research from Dove. <laughs> research from <laughs> Dove. The soap company. You're like, all right. This is crazy. Yeah, the soap company doing research in video games. Yes. Mm -hmm. That checks out. <laughs> research endorsed it pay attention to the wording by the way it's women in games not women in gaming which was the search term that noah used and probably why he got the wrong data <laughs> but i have looked everywhere and cannot find this study originally i thought the center for appearance research did the study but i used every related search term i could think of and looked at every publication they made over the past five years and still couldn't find it after that i noticed that the center for appearance research merely endorsed the study <laughs> yeah, say it. I mean, that's the thing. I did the same thing. I went to Center for Appearance Research because I'm like, oh, that's like a real place. I assume they did the study. You know, I was like, I was typing in Dove. I was typing in video games. I was typing all these search terms. I'm like, nothing's coming up. Nothing's coming up. I'm like, where are the studies? Does it exist? And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's just not a real study. That's why. Endorsed by. <laughs> yes, endorsed by. Whatever that means. Hmm. At this point, I've looked everywhere I could possibly look and cannot find this research. It looks like what happened is, is that Dove did a survey, never published it, and got two very politically biased organizations to approve of it, so nobody would question the origin of the data. That seems very dishonest. Do you know it would have been honest? How about you link the study at the bottom of the real virtual beauty article, like you're supposed to do if you're acting in good faith? But despite not being able to find the actual research from Dove, I do find this whole thing funny because Noah was so sure that he got the right study <laughs> and he was so arrogant about it too. The two-thirds statistic that Dove shows here, that is from this survey. All he had to do was a single Google search with some <laughs> relevant terms to find this survey. It took me 10 seconds. It's really not that much work, but he didn't do it. Maybe you should have spent more than 10 seconds Googling. <laughs> Moving on to my next point, Noah doesn't like my conspiracy. Okay. Lazy. So just, lazy. Yeah. lazy. We're so lazy. 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 <laughs> Hit no, the lazy, lazy, lazy. Oh my God. And it's just, it's so dishonest. So dishonest that he doesn't bring yeah, any of this look, up in his response video. He doesn't come clean. Nope. No, he doesn't come clean. Way dishonest. Yeah, super, super. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to where we left off with the first <laughs> no video. Look how, what's a good way? Look, obviously... You're going to look like an idiot, but what's a way to respond hey everybody, and what's not up? be complete dishonest dirtbag? And well, also kind of lessen the impact. Well, what, well, what I would have expected someone uh -huh. to do is to say, to to acknowledge that they got the wrong study. Right. And to do me a couple for that. But then to make the argument that, well, even though it's not the exact study, you know, it still shows the information that aligns with what Dove is saying. So therefore... I'm right. But then yeah, look, there's but then no they, way you, you annihilate your credibility. Like as soon as you know that you got the wrong study and you right. were so arrogantly bragging about it, <laughs> look, your credibility shot.
Well, then don't respond. And then you slink away, as you said. You slink away in shame right. and you yeah. don't respond. You're right. Slinking yeah. away in shame is the correct response here. Okay, sure. Not maybe. to come out and call the person a, a big fat liar. Yes. Yeah. We're on up to it. Listen, we've all we've all done YouTube videos. I've made mistakes in YouTube videos. I'm sure you've made mistakes. Not in like videos. this. I look, this is next level mistake here. <laughs> like I'm not out here bragging about something I know nothing about. Right, right. Like usually if I'm making a video, I'm making it because I've encountered some research or some book that I find interesting that I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. I'm not like Googling the internet to try to disprove somebody because I disagree with their politics. Right. Uh, Chuckle Des for $20 says, one of my favorite characters is Barbara Gordon, who despite being paralyzed by Joker still helps Batman fight crime as Oracle. She doesn't accept her disability as her end, but rather an obstacle to overcome. True. Yeah, there's there plenty go. of characters that have disabilities. Listen, Chuckles, unless you're also a woman who's in a wheelchair, you're not allowed to like mm -hmm. or aspire or see any good qualities of Barbara Gordon. I don't know if you know this. Okay. You can only aspire to or be motivated by characters that match your exact biological mm -hmm. uh, makeup, according to the we, rules. We had a girl in a wheelchair in Dick Smashers. And <laughs> um, the, the, you could always tell the readers, because you get reading coverage when the different companies look at it. Right. You could always tell the, like the woke people. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because they're always super offended by the attractive woman in the wheelchair. Oh, they didn't like that there was a woman in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. They thought it was tokenization. I see. Yeah. Right. But that was kind of, that was in the pre-hyper-woke pre era, so that would have been considered tokenization. Now it would have been applauded as representation. Probably. Well, I look, I, I honestly think this was on the edge of woke, mm. this, this time period. Right. You can't win. Uh, Varied for $20 says, look, I don't care if my girlfriend is overweight by social standards, but I do care if she's strong or agile enough to pro properly be a parent to her child. Other than that, you can get used to quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. This is why this is kind of annoying. And, you know, uh, Dev is right when he always brings up the golden means, mean stuff is because, like, yeah, there was a time period that I was, you know, lived through where I would I would agree that the kind of social... Uh, pressure on women for the right health or the right weight level was was too skinny and was skinny to the point of being unhealthy. And I thought unattractive on top of that too. Right, yeah. And and so, yeah, so that did need to be redressed, but then we've gone way too far. It's like, we can't just like fix it a little bit. Like we have to go like a hundred miles in the other direction. We have to go way too far in the other direction from like too skinny of unhealthy to like now you can just be obese and it's fine. Yeah. There's actually, and I was going to bring it up later, but I'll bring it up now. There's an interesting study that they kind of talk about where they took, um, they basically had men and women look at silhouettes of men and women body shapes and types and rate them on how they thought the other sex would perceive the silhouette's attractiveness. And <laughs> that's got to be good. And it was interesting. So, <laughs> The women, the or, men so are like all of them. Good, good. <laughs> now, the men were able to correctly identify what men the women would find attractive. Right. Based on their silhouettes. 
And shockingly, you know what, of course, one of the biggest uh, uh, factors for the attractiveness was height, of course, unfortunately, for all the short kings out there. It's, a, it's always funny that like women complain about like how men can get buff and do all these things to change their appearance to make themselves more attractive to women. And yet height is like one of the most general things that was like attractive to women and you can do nothing to change. That. Right. Yeah. So I just think it's funny. But so men were able to pretty accurately, according to the study, pretty accurately hit the correct silhouettes for, for how women would judge attractiveness. Women, however, were incorrect in judging what men would find attractive and generally overestimated the importance of being too skinny. Yeah, um, that's what I would guess. Right. So Yeah, the men are like, they're all good. Well, the Give men, me one. Men, listen, men, you know, men want the, you know, they want the curvy, the curvaceous women. Of course. So, and it's just, it's interesting that women have, you know, maybe this is what they can complain about, kind of, there was that time period of like the the model look where it basically looks like a walking coat hanger. Mm -hmm. And I don't think most people find that attractive. People are so susceptible to social pressure though, because right. I, I mean, if you're in a group of guys and you're kind of looking at girls and comparing who finds what attractive, mm -hmm. you, you're, you're wanting to answer correctly for your friends more than you're actually wanting to, to say what you find attractive. That's a great point. That's yeah. Great point. So yeah. like you could like big fat girls, but you're right, not going to say gonna that. Say yes. Cause you don't want to yeah. get ridiculed by your friends. Right. So you're here yeah. drooling over this big fat girl and everyone's like, Oh, and you're like, Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. No, that's <laughs> a fantastic like trying point. to, trying to fake it. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. So I do think, um, it's kind of weird. We're social. We are definitely a social animal that way. Mm hmm. So maybe this is good. Maybe maybe this body positivity stuff is good for the guys because they can say, yeah, I do find that attractive. <laughs> like, hell yeah. There you go. Uh, Sammy G for $20. Hey, Sammy. Says, listen, if you want to know what video game character nerdy girls like, go to a Comic-Con. See who is dressing as Hugh. See who is dressing as who. Final Fantasy VII, Nier, and Genshin cosplayers litters the cons. This isn't rocket science. People like pretty characters, LOL. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Uh, Twitter Socks for $20 says the father of propaganda, Edward Bernays, started feminism when he convinced a bunch of women to stand in front of cameras and smoke cigarettes during the Macy's parade. He's the guy that started this objectification crap. Really? I'll have to check that out. I don't know about this guy. Edward Bernays. I'll check it out. It is funny if there's just some guy creating all this nonsense. People put uh, too much emphasis on physical attractiveness, though. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, there is something endearing about the kind of geek love scenario. You know, the two people who are mid-attractiveness, even ugly, falling in love with one another. I, I like to think that there's someone out there for everyone. Well, It's all, all these people that want to hit above their weight class. Sure. Instead of finding someone that is right for them. Well... So there is a common thing where men will generally try to hit above their weight class, though with women not as much. What? Physical. I'm just saying, according to studies. What? Okay. No way. Women are always trying to hit above their weight class. Always. Okay. I'm just saying, according to studies. According to those <laughs> uh, Tinder studies or whatever everyone talks about. 
So the tender what what do the tender studies say? It was something women like are, women like, are more likely to settle than men. Is that what it is? Well, maybe maybe you can argue that the studies are bad because I think it was sort of um, who asks who out, and so maybe that kind of means I shouldn't be interpreting it this way because obviously men are the ones that primarily ask other people out. Because they're saying right. like men were way more likely to ask out like women that were like quote way above them in attractive levels. Uh, right. Were, yeah. Were, would not you know be as confident asking an attractive man out. Yeah, that's so. I'm talking about saying yes to the date. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, obviously, obviously, if yeah. they're asked, they will say anyone yes. anyone that's below them, they're going to say no to. Of course, but yeah. when you say when you say like. Um, hit below like hit above their weight i'm thinking in terms of like who's asking out who not who's saying yes or no once they have you asked. have you seen those studies where they put like a physical attractiveness rating on people's foreheads and they go around the room and they try to figure out where their match is no I yeah it's pretty that. interesting that sounds so, interesting. but this is like it's what happens up. in this is like what happens in real life right like right. you don't know you're you're a kid you start out you know you're thinking about girls girls are thinking about guys you don't know right. where you are in the attractiveness scale i guess sure people today do because of technology and stuff like right. that but um yeah so you kind of figure it out by who it shows interest in you and how attractive they are but this i mean this study is pretty interesting because they um they're it's not correlated with their actual attractiveness they just put a number on their forehead like you could be oh, super it's a hot fake and they number. put yeah, they just you could be super hot and they put a two on your forehead. Right. And That's you're hilarious. bouncing around the room trying to figure out who the two is so that right. you can find someone to couple up with, right? That's so funny. So you're supposed to do different reactions based on the number on their forehead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, but that's kind of how life is, right? I mean, people are obviously everyone, and this is the thing, because I don't like what the red pill people say, because they talk about hypergamy all the time. Women always want a man that is like more successful than them right but i mean men want a woman that's hotter than them <laughs> like it's how is that any different like right. everybody wants to marry up everybody yes. wants to marry up men are just focused on physical attractiveness there's, di there's different metrics of what yeah. that is yes yes right. so you know a guy with a with a stellar job obviously he's gonna marry someone who's like several um, several weight classes above yeah, him. Yeah, several weight exactly. Several weight classes above him attractiveness. That's what right. I'm trying to say. I like that. I yeah. use the word weight classes for that. Well, yeah. Well, for like <laughs> Sitch and I both like thick girls, so there obviously you go. weight classes nice. matter here. Like, <laughs> some of these skinny girls, I'm going. You're looking wow. at them and you're like, "Wow, she's an Instagram model." Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what's the? She's gonna fall going through a here? storm drain when she walks over. One. Yeah, what's going on here? Why would you want that? Why would you want this skinny girl? It's um in terms of attractiveness, I think I think that attractiveness for a lot of people is just it's a good way to get your foot into the door at all in the first place. You know, because you were saying like attractiveness doesn't matter so much in relationships. I think it's really right. it, you know, it's it's just to get you started in the relationship, to give the you know, to get you a chance. Of course. Right? Yeah, you, we've all yeah. seen the guy who's like extremely funny, but not that attractive. And like all the girls are just all over him because obviously he's entertaining and, and fun. Well, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because I knew someone who, I mean, they weren't ugly, but they also weren't attractive. Um, but they had great pull. But it was kind of confusing because they had like a really strong personality, which I would have guessed would be the primary pull. But they're also really tall. 
So it's kind of hard to oh, figure yeah. out which is what exactly. What is the factor here? It's uh, women in their height. Women just women just can't get over the height thing. Yeah, okay. no. I my both my parents are super short, so I thought I was going to be super short, but I ended mm -hmm. up being significantly taller than either of Lucky my parents. Lucky you! Look at that. Yeah. You lucked out. Yeah. So, but my granddad was six foot, so oh. that obviously helped. Okay. Yeah. So you got some of him. Uh, Jay for twenty hours says getting dolled up for men is the gender studies version of white adjacency. All of this thinking is engineered to be cultural poison. True. So true. Hundred percent true. So incredibly true. Uh, Twitter socks for twenty dollars says, "What about character model versus player base? Final Fantasy fourteen has a seven to three male to female player base, but the character models are six to four female to male. You can even change what your character looks like whenever you want if you pay five dollars." Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys like to play as attractive women in these games. Of too, course, we just went to the, the character all day, but. I just went to the arcade with my wife and we were playing a bunch of fighting games. And obviously I'm playing the hot hat, half naked girl. Like, of what, course, what, what, what's going on here? Adam's playing Ivy and your girlfriend's getting jealous. No, and she wife, was playing the girl. <laughs> I think she was playing the girl too. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, cause, cause I have the, the POV thing when I would play wow, I would not like to play female characters cause it just mm -hmm. felt weird to me, but I understand people who maybe don't have it. And they're like just staring at their, female body is unsure but uh thanks so much grendel vat for the 20 gifted memberships thank you uh twitter sucks for 20 dollars says noah literally googled google and then said google is my son <laughs> <laughs> true uh Calesto's 10 viewing... seconds to google the wrong study yes that's so epic how embarrassing uh, Calesto's viewing habits for 20 dollars says these are the same types of people who scrub through older media complaining that it's problematic not that it weakens the story, but it just doesn't fit their politics. Well, the stories they champion are our failures. Correct. Correct. Yeah. The guy talks about this in that generational theory book. How at this stage, everything, the art basically becomes propaganda. Mm -hmm. Which, obviously, I know you're skeptical of it. I'm skeptical I of mean, it. I mean, I agree with that's going on, obviously. Well, but... it's going on now, but the interesting thing is that it was also going on in the other civil war periods sure yeah which is kind of fascinating i mean i don't know what art was going on in america during the lead up to the civil war but there's of course there's art what are you talking about no i'm saying i there was i'm saying i don't know what it was like yeah because it's i'm not versed in the that era's art but it'd be interesting to see it he talks about it in the book but he doesn't show examples uh, Twitter socks for $20 says Edward Bernays cousin was the founder of Netflix too. Let that sink in flashback to cuties. Wow. This guy sounds, I got it. This guy sounds very interesting in a bad way. So I got to check this out. Thank you. Twitter socks. Our surrogate got uncle Twitter socks. J Mac, our surrogate father for $20. Thank you. J Mac says true enlightened alpha chads play female tarans. Oh, Jay. Jay. Jay, listen, Jay, oh, I no. love you as my surrogate father with all my heart. But female Tarans are the worst. I can't believe, really? That's like the worst. That's literally the worst. That's the, I can't even, that is <laughs> the only thing worse than a female Tauren is a gnome, is a female gnome. Why? That's hilarious. Why would you do this to yourself, Jay? Why? Come on. 
Anything is better than that. Female undead with no jaws are better than that. Come on, Jay. What are you doing? What game is this in? Uh, World of Warcraft. Oh, okay. Torrens are cow people. Yes. And the uh, the female versions don't look very great. I'll just say that much. Okay. <laughs> Think of a cow in a bikini. <laughs> I mean, you're not off. Listen, I'll send you a picture, Adam. Here, I'm looking I'm gonna, at a picture. I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. I don't know if you want to bring it up. It might be too racy to bring up. But uh, let me see if I can get one that's not so racy to bring up. It's not great. Not great. I'm not a fan. I got one. Oh, good. Come on, Jay. What are you doing here? There you go. Aiden. Hey, Aiden. Aiden says, I played female undead and female torment. <laughs> there you go. No, it's funny. My I said my friend. I mean, this um, isn't a bad character. What are you talking about? endearing you think that's endearing <laughs> that's just so weird mr Cow people mr sees the elf ears and he's like disgusting and you see that and you're like it's endearing i mean it is a little weird and it, they used to look I mean, much worse friendship than that too. is okay i'm not they used to no, look no much worse than that too so oh really yeah these are the good ones well no they updated the character models the you know, back in the day. Uh, <laughs> female blood elf. True, true. It's funny when, so in, in World of Warcraft, there was the Alliance, which was all like the pretty races, and there's the Horde, which was all the ugly ugly races. And then the first expansion came out, they gave the Horde blood elves, which were like hot anime elves. And suddenly it's like 50% of the Horde all became hot blood elf women. And it's like overnight. It's really? Changes. Yeah. So do you need to get a new character? Can you just change your character to whatever character so you want? Back in those days, you had to you'd have to create an entirely new character mm -hmm. and level it up, which would take an extent, a lot of time. But now mm -hmm. I I think now you can literally just pay them to switch the race of your character. Though only <laughs> certain races can play certain classes on top of that. So my computer always does this. What? Well, it always ends up being it always gets to like the sexier and <laughs> Sexier character. Oh yeah, yeah. What well, Adam is like? Why does my Google keep getting sexier and sexier? I have no clue why this happens to me. Well, at least this one's got. At least this is a bit more shapely. I mean, if you're gonna date a cowgirl, listen, which, you could. I'm a cowgirl kind of, is technically human, but I'm kind of surprised because you know, like early WoW, you know, mm -hmm. the the devs were not afraid of like being sexy, right. You know, they had the bikini armor and everything. And like, listen, you can make a sexy cowgirl. I'm not going to say you can't, <laughs> but they were not, they were not hitting with their cowgirls. I'll say that much. Okay. J-Mac for $20. Thank you, J-Mac. Says rolling a druid is hardcore. There you go. As we speak, don't body shame me. I've got long eyelashes, soulful brown eyes, and a long my tongue. Listen, I don't know when, I don't know when they allowed it. But um, and when you were playing, because you can be, you can be, if you really want to be female, and you want to be a druid. You could be a troll druid. They look so much cooler. They get to turn in like pterodactyls and stuff now. So come on, be a troll. Don't be a cow. Are you still playing World of Warcraft? No, I haven't okay. played in years. But uh, Beckett for twenty dollars says people who play as female characters to just stare at them are unredeemable. <laughs> 
Wow, Beckett, look at that. Beckett's shaming. Don't shame. Okay. Well, I mean, you got to play. You can't just sit there and stare. There you go. That's true. What are you talking about? That's true. Sammy says, sigh. Sitch Chan Cowgirl added to the trauma. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Wow. Okay. We were watching a video. We were. Let's get into it. All right, so let's look at another one of his arguments here, and this one regards the topic of character customization. That, and the fact that the people who made this ad clearly don't play video games, because there are plenty of them out there with extreme levels of character customization, and it's been that way for a while, as I remember that in Fantasy Star Online from over 20 years ago, you could customize your character to be a short person of size. I don't look like that. Not everyone looks like that. You know, there's also something it's so that... autistic. <laughs> what like, is? I don't look making, like that. Look, make it, I never did a character where I was trying to make it look like me. I was always trying to make it look some, like something else. Yeah, no, I agree. Blue Whenever skin, I gray skin, <laughs> like just something cool. It's funny because there's a meme of like, whenever you play, you know, there's like, there's two types of people. The people that when they play a game, they like choose like, you know, the Minotaur person or like the crazy lizard guy or the monster. Yeah, like that's make me. Yeah, right. And that was me too. And then it's like the person who every game they play, it's like nondescript white guy with sword. <laughs> like they make all yeah. the characters look the same. Look, you're playing a game. You right. can be anything. Why would you want to be yourself? It is it is weird because yeah, I agree. Whenever I would play a game with character customization, I would not try to like mimic the way that I look in the game. So yeah, me all day. Yeah. Be something different. There you go. Variety. But uh Think Before You Sleep brings up, and Noah doesn't bring it up this up in any of his things. If listen to like the audio quality of this from the Dove commercial, it's kind of shockingly bad. Years ago. You could customize your character to be a short person of size. I don't look like that. Not everyone looks like that. So yeah, it's like, what's going on? This is Dove. This is a big. This is a big advertising or a big uh, brand. Why are they filming this person in like a void with massive echo, and yet it's still peaking like really bad? They. It sounds like they just did the video themselves and sent it into them. Maybe. Weren't they behind a green screen, though? Or in front of a green screen? I don't, I don't. look like that. Not no, see, look, they're in they're in Nigeria. Added some, uh, there's some Dove backdrop there. Okay. Whatever it is, it's really poorly... It's really poor quality for Dove. It is. Everyone looks like that. A character that looks like me in a video game, I'd be like, yo... This baby's fire. Yes, you can do that. If you want to create an albino character with red hair in a game, that's possible. Please, Dove, tell me more about how things that already exist in video games don't exist. So he's correct in pointing out that plenty of games offer character customization. He shows a couple, one of them is from 20 years ago, and one current game where he even recreated the albino woman from the ad. At least I think he did that. And if so, you know, nice. Putting in some effort. We love to see it. Lazy. The question one might ask from this point though, is that if that's the case, if these games already exist and have for 20 years, then why do women still feel underrepresented? As oh, I maybe, I don't know. It's kind of like why you'd want the methods to know if this is like real, or maybe it's because people tell them that they should feel underrepresented. <laughs> they were thinking right. about that. 
Maybe they just watched a Noah Sampson video and they're like, right. oh my God, I feel like I'm completely underrepresented now. It's funny how, so when a lot of people that are like on the woke left make this argument, they talk about, first of all, everything is a social contagion except for gender dysphoria. Right. Like everything in the world is a social contagion. Oh my God. Nazism, show... social right. contagion. <laughs> yeah. If you see Nazis or anyone says anything right wing, they're going to become a Nazi like that. It just is, it's un, you know, it's undeniable. If you see sexy women, you're going to sexually mm-hmm. objectify them and all the women are going to start becoming anorexic. Like everything in the world is a social contagion, except for Jonas Warrior, obviously. But, and yet they don't acknowledge the fact that, well, wait a minute, if everything's a social contagion, wouldn't that mean that you telling people that they're oppressed 24-7, even if they're not, makes them feel like they're oppressed? Yeah, social contagion. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. You should stop doing that. Right. You should tell them that they're happy. There you go. Start contagioning them that. Yes, that would be nice. As the survey showed. And I know he didn't read the survey because he didn't Google the survey, but I feel like... Ironic. Is he still doing that? This is is this, the this second is from the video? first video. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying it's it's ironic now in retrospect, considering we found out that the survey of course, was not even yeah. the right survey. Look, he's too lazy to Google wrong study, so yeah. <laughs> what a what a hole. I believe that Noah was drunk when he made this video, so yeah. Of course, he was drunk. <laughs> I think that's an interesting question to ask, regardless, right? Just to give my own thoughts on it. Generally speaking, I feel like gamers play games that they want to play. How they decide on what those games are is multifaceted. Maybe they have friends that play them, or they find them in game stores, or they grew up playing similar games, they see advertisements, and so on. The stat- God, this video is so informative. I'm so glad he's explained to people how they pick their video games. Yeah, listen, Adam, I don't know if you knew this, but people play video games- For different reasons. That they want to play. <laughs> All right, I don't know if you knew that, yeah. got, I, listen, you walk up to the video game store and you're like, okay, <laughs> I've bought all the, the stonks in GameStop, but now I'm here to actually buy a video game. You look at that wall and you say, how am I going to decide which game to buy? I can decide I just, the game that I want to play, or I could just randomly close my eyes and just grab something off the shelf. Look, I'm just a little shocked that anyone would think, hmm, I'm going to have a section of this video explaining why people pick different video games. Like, does it, isn't that just obvious? Like, people have different interests. They pick the video yeah. games that, that appeal to uh, their interests, exercise their interests. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. What we have shows that even though women are choosing the games they want to play, probably, I don't see why they wouldn't be, other than maybe League of Legends addiction, the games they're choosing do not have the representation that women feel is adequate. And so, unless you want to push women to play games they don't want to play, just because those games have character customization, then one- Dude, can you even imagine that? Being like, wow, this game looks really fun, it's a- too bad that it doesn't have representation for me in it. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> Can you just like that? Doesn't I just that doesn't happen ever? Mm-hmm. That I mean, never happens. That happened to me. Listen, I, I, I was very young. I turned on my PlayStation 1. Okay. Mm-hmm. I put in the game Spyro the Dragon. Mm-hmm. And uh, then a purple dragon popped up on screen and I said, wow. I'm so offended. As a not purple dragon, I cannot lame. play this game anymore. This game is lame, okay? Let me go get my copy of Gex. I definitely feel much more uh, closer to a, 
a talking lizard in a tuxedo than I do a purple dragon. See, this is just not an issue for people who play games. This is an issue for people who don't, don't like play games who play and virtue games. signal that they want yeah, to play. Exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. What's what's so funny is like, you know, for so for many, many, many years, video games were considered nerd stuff. You know, when I of grew course. up, video games were nerdy. Um, girls were like, oh, you play video games, that's for nerds, right? Right. And then and then now it's like, oh, well, now it's become more mainstream. All of a sudden it's like, well, we have to change listen. Now that this thing has become mainstream, we have to change it, okay? We have to change it for all these people that don't even play video games. Yeah, they see it as a propaganda opportunity. Yes. Like, oh, how can we get our pol how can we work our politics into this video game? We'll teach these people. Right. We'll, we'll teach these people to accept us. And and Noah's argument here is also really stupid because even on the study he used, it said the majority of games that girls play are puzzle games. <laughs> of course so they're not represented. It's Tetris, dude. Yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, when you're playing a, a Candy Crush, it's like, are you represented because you're not like the right shade of cupcake or something when you play the game? It's ridiculous. And All the, of this is ridiculous. The free market will decide, will fix the issue here. Because well, no, it won't because the issue is that other people are chapped that the free market is not teaching their politics. Well, okay. I'm saying the real issue. Yeah. <laughs> the free market will not solve the issue of the woke problem. Or right. What the wokes think is a problem. Yeah. It will solve the issue of whether gamers actually want whatever form of representation in their game. And it's funny because there was a time period many, many, many years ago where I got real. I played Mist for the force first time. To want it. Yes, I played Mist for the first <laughs> time. I don't know if you ever played Mist. It's a very cool like puzzle game. Oh yeah. Where you and float then, around as a cloud of mist? No. Okay, I've never played no. it. It's like you're this, you like wake up on this island. I played a version. There's like a really old version. We have to click through the screens, which I can't deal with. And then mm -hmm. there was like a new version. They remade it where it's actually like you walk around like a normal video game. Oh, okay. Um, but no, it's it's like a game where you like wake up on this island and you're trying to get off of it. And there's this whole backstory about how all the, there's like these different worlds that are connected to each other through books and someone writes the books and they create the world itself. And like their children essentially... Um, start using the book technology to make themselves like kings of these other worlds. And it's like this wow. big, it's, it's a very cool story. What's the representation like? I think I might get it. Well, seeing as you're, it's a first person <laughs> perspective and you never actually see your body. The representation is ghost. So unless you're a ghost, you can't really identify with a character in this game. Ouch. Look, I, it sounded fun, but the representation right. is off. So I can't get the game. But so after I played Mist, I was like really into playing puzzle games like that for a while and i found there's these websites i don't even remember what they're called but they're these websites that you would basically pay like five or ten dollars a month and it had like hundreds of these similar puzzle games wow that were like you know the go through you know scenarios and try to find the person or you know whatever blah 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 you know what i'm talking about Sounds and fun. and it was funny because i'm playing these games and i started to realize it was weird there's a lot of similarities between these games where like Almost every game, it's like, I'm looking for my lost sister. Never my brother. I'm always looking for my sister. I'm like, why am I looking for my sister? Why is my sister always missing in these fucking these games, right? Never yeah. my brother. It's always my sister. And then I started to notice like, oh, your husband's missing. I'm like, my husband's missing. I'm like, okay, I listen, that's fine. I guess my husband's missing. And I'm like, why is, why is my wife never missing this game? And I realized, right. And I realized as I'm playing these games, Almost all the games are 
oriented towards a female player, even though you never see yourself, right? So it doesn't make that distinction. Because all the, games... the females play these games, sis. Right. And then I looked up the stats one day and it's like, you know, the majority of women that are playing these games are, are majority of people that play these games are women. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's why the stories are oriented and geared that way. The free market, right? They know who their audience is. But were you repulsed by the fact that your husband was missing or did no, you just I continue to play the game? I just still played the You're game. You're like, like, oh, oh okay, look, I'm game. gay in this game. That's fine. Let me right. find my husband. I was like, no, I want to find out the mystery of like the rainbow cave and why the aliens are still on my husband. I am curious to answer this question. <laughs> I'll be gay right. just for this game. All right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome pretty reasonable solution here would be to push for inclusivity in all games just because it's they, well, all games have to be inclusive it doesn't matter if it's in the game where you like there's so many games out there like starfield where you can customize your own character it's an rpg no one cares and there's so many games out there where you can't do that because it's a normal narrative story and the main character is a character and you ha and you're following them like you would in a movie and so that character cannot be whatever you want it to be it has to be something that makes sense with the story right yeah that makes sense but no i guess you can't i guess we can't have this in in modern times because every game has to be inclusive you you're have talking to be able about to like if the main characters character. like you're saying if the main character is like a doctor or something like that obviously can't be a woman right that's exactly what i'm saying well, no, I'm saying if you're playing God of War, what are you saying? If you're playing God of War, the main character is Kratos. He's going to be a big, buff white guy who likes to pound giant no. monsters and gods into bloody mists no. with his fist and with his swords. Okay. He's not going to, you can't be like, God of War. Needs I want to be a non binary inclusive. person I, in a wheelchair. Okay. Yeah. God of War <laughs> needs to be more inclusive. I think that at the beginning of the game, Kratos should be able to customizable into being a non binary wheelchair bound <laughs> lady. You know, lady who's, who's a lady and binary. How dare you? They and them pronouns and also albino. Like he's like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, God of War is a particular situation though. There's now, some listen, customizability, but not when every I play, game, obviously. I want to play the next Arkham game, the next Batman game. Batman should be customizable. Okay, why do I have to play as Batman? Why can't I be Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair, <laughs> driving around in my wheelchair <laughs> like? Shooting batarangs out of it, knocking out people. Did you know that there's more female doctors now than male doctors? I did know that. Well, I know there's. I didn't know that. I knew that there's more women graduating from med school yeah. than men are. But I don't know if they've overtaken them in the field. Actually, no. I think the last time I looked it up, I think there were more female uh, GPs than males. General but there's more male yeah. specialists. Than oh yeah, females. that's yeah, because the guys are greedy. Yeah. And there's way more male surgeons. It's currently available doesn't mean it's adequate. And clearly, according to the statistics, at least, it's it's not. So there's still a need for some change. That change could very well be having customization offered in more games. And one way to push for that is to increase awareness that that would help. Kind of like what Dove is doing with their ad campaign, which, of course, is not only about that. Dove is a soap company. They are trying to sell soap. But this campaign... Do you, do you think this was... Uh, like they did this dumb thing knowing that it would get a bunch of attention i guess it's it's bad attention really for them right there's probably well, a bunch of conservatives that are like i'm not buying dove soap ever again 
so Dove has been doing this for a while. This whole like we're the super woke company. Um, women of all bodies, shapes, and sizes use Dove soap. So they've been pushing this mm -hmm. angle for a while. Right. And then they just now crossed over into the video game territory. The kind of Dove does seem like brand. a woman's soap. Well, I mean, that's I only why they're use pushing oil this. of Olay. Yeah, this is Dove is perceived as, as a woman's brand. They're playing into the woman's brand, and that's why they're doing the women of all shapes and sizes use right. Dove. Yeah. You know, it's like the but no, old I'm spice sure is old spice yeah. is seen as like the male soap. That's why they have the the commercials they do, and Dove is seen as like the female soap. What about Irish Spring? That male I, or female soap? Uh, that's a good question. I would say Irish Spring is slightly more male oriented. What about Ivory? That seems that's female. Seems very non-binary to me. I'm gonna say it's female. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that's what you use. So you're a woman. I use oil of Olay, man. Oh well, they use God. I go like the full. I go like the full women's soap. I'm there like, women go. have Look nice skin. Guy. Look, I'm Look gonna steal guy. their soap. <laughs> They're putting estrogen in your in your soap. You know that, right? It's just seeping in your pores. It's making you look. I've been oil. I've been using oil of Olay for like years. Oh, that's I, the I secret. That's why you look so I good. Think it's I think it's treated me pretty well. Sitch. There you go. Maybe you should switch. I should switch to oil of Olay. Sitch is Sitch is washing his face with lava. That stuff <laughs> with the pumice in it. Listen, it, it really no, exfoliates. Sitch, that's for your hands. It really exfoliates. Okay, the lava gets into your pores and really cleans them out. You know. By just by eliminating them forever, <laughs> they no longer exist. Exactly. Look, my face is red. I'm Listen, basically red you skull think, now. You think your skin is smooth? My skull is smoother. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Pain does obviously represent a large-scale media push towards inclusivity, which is a good thing on its own. Don't throw the inclusivity out with the soap company's exploitation that doesn't actually ring as well as the baby bathwater. Tell us about how you got the study wrong, Noah. That's all we want to hear. Right. Well, and also, the whole idea like, oh, inclusivity is automatically good. It's like, well, what do you mean by that? Because he's, again, not addressing kind of the central point. I think before you sleep and other people bring up in the conversation, which is that it's the aspirational versus the representational uh, idea. And it's why, you know, should we as a society pushing the idea that people shouldn't aspire to be greater than they are? And then we're big brain thoughts, man. He can't even Google the right study, Sitch. I, I guess. And I brought this up, and it's very interesting. I kind of brought this up when I complained about Invincible. Or I said, you know, eh, Mark kind of annoys me as a character because he's so desperate to be a superhero. And then when he gets to be a superhero, he just sucks at it and whines and he's just a whiny baby. Right. And and I and I was kind of comparing this to uh, my hero academia, where it's like the opposite. The main character is like so desperate to want to be a hero. And then when he finally gets powers, it's like he just he like the whole thing is just him trying so hard to live up to being like the this this hero that is basically this responsibility the spider-man he has like this great responsibility thrusted on him and he's just struggling so hard to match that level of responsibility that's why i like the story so much more than i liked invincible and someone i forget who it was uh, brought the good point he's like well like my hero is an aspirational story right you, know, you had these aspirational characters in it 
where Invincible is more realistic, where the characters are just kind of more realistic portrayals of how people would be in those situations. And they're completely right. And there's nothing wrong with having stories that are realistic and stories that are aspirational. But it just feels to me that like from the woke perspective, they want to throw aspirational out the window completely unless unless it's aspirational in terms of like they want to have a woman who is like 400 pounds who can do she's so aspirational because she can do backflips and, and judo kicks as well as any guy does but she's also 400 pounds so it's like this weird fake aspirational where it's you can essentially do whatever you want but you don't actually have to work for it you just achieve it through the power of i don't know your positive body self-image or something the aspiration is for society to be accepting of fat people that's true that's great you're right is you're 100 right the, so in the you know what that's a great point that's a great way to conceptualize it but so it's outside more, the the frame of the movie that's the problem but see so because noah and i'm actually glad you brought that up because noah actually says how is woke communist in the next video how's woke communist and how does that being communist affect any of this conversation and that's perfect because under the liberal frame of individual liberalism the aspiration is for you the individual to accomplish something right right yeah but in the woke socialist frame the aspiration is for society to do something to change to adopt to adopt whatever standards they want to society right. should aspire to accepting you know obese people or whatever to accepting you for whatever identity you want to latch on to right even right. if it's obesity true yeah version version all right so the next thing i want to look at is think before you sleep's arguments about fat people he makes the argument that the body positivity in this ad campaign isn't about accepting all forms of unconventional beauty it's really just about fat acceptance there's a second part to this dove campaign where they decided to feature one of the models in her own commercial now looking at this cast if we're trying to promote body positivity we have several people here who look a certain way because of how they were born, or they're in a situation that's no fault of their own. There's Sam, who is in a wheelchair, Lily, a woman with Down syndrome, and Coco, a woman with a skin disease that caused her to lose her pigmentation. Surely these women are all great choices to promote self-acceptance in the face of a situation that you can't change. Nope, Dub picked the obese woman. He goes on to play an animation from this campaign that features Cynthia, a fat woman, as a video game superhero lady. And then he says this. Are we still going to gaslight people into thinking that body positivity has anything to do with being compassionate and understanding towards people who are victims of unfortunate circumstances? I hope not, because obviously it's all just a fat acceptance narrative and a way to enable food addicts who are too in denial to fix their health issues and their appearance. Okay, uh, so first off, the other women, the ones he has deemed worthy of being body positive, they are in the ad. They're in the ad, see, there they are, talking, standing, there's them again doing gaming stuff. They're just not in the other ad, the animation. The fact that they made a separate animation that features a fat woman doesn't remove the other women from the first ad. Okay. So smart, man. I feel like I'm learning so much here from Noah. How it so this is like Noah's there's no good faith Gary. No, Noah has taken good faith Gary and incinerated him forever into the trash can of well, after that after that study humiliation he yes. kind of had to. Well, this is still the first this is the first video, so he doesn't know that the study is wrong yet. Right, okay. but he but knows he can sense it's okay, coming. He He's like, it. this right. guy's smart. So <laughs> so 
if we so we're at 12 minutes okay so if we go back a second to listen to what think before you sleep said he said conventional say where was it no i, I oh, know don't think, throw the inclusivity out with the soap company's well, exploitation that out. doesn't actually ring as well as the baby bathwater version do, is this true all right so the what? Do you, do, did you look into this the fat acceptance movement thing yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, Next thing good. I want to look at is Think Before You Sleep's arguments about fat people. He makes the argument that the body positivity in this ad campaign isn't about accepting all forms of unconventional beauty. It's really just about fat acceptance. There's a second part to this Dove campaign where they decided to feature one of the models in her own commercial. Okay, so he literally says there is a second part a second part of this Dove right. campaign where they feature one of the models in their own commercial, okay? So he's not saying that the other people don't exist in the first commercial. He's saying very clearly, if you're being honest at all, that isn't it interesting that of the four people that they have, the one person they chose to star in their own commercial separately that's just all about them there's four, there's three people that have conditions that they have no control over. And then there's one person who presumably has at least some level of control over her weight. And that's but, the one person they chose. Isn't that interesting? You, you could hear it both ways, though, depending upon what he means by the word part. Does part mean the commercial or does part mean the, the fat acceptance? What do you mean? But he's saying there's another part to this Dove campaign. Is the part the second commercial or is the part oh, the fat oh, oh. acceptance part argument that he made? Right, right, right. Well, no, yeah. so if you watch Think Before You Sleep's actual video, it's very clearly mm -hmm. what he's talking about. So he's he talking talked, about the ad. Right, okay. He's talking about the ad, yeah. And so so Noah kind of dismisses this, obviously. And he tries to make this BS argument like, well, they're still there. It's like, well, no, he's, he's asking a question. He's saying, why out of all these people did Dove decide to fix a spotlight? Yeah. Yeah. Put the spotlight specifically on the fat person. Okay. Yes. Now, I and he would makes say, an argument for why they do it. And he does. And he makes an argument for why he does it. I would, I would, my prediction would be, and I think Think Before You Sleep says this too, is because if you're trying to do this acceptance movement, you know, the majority of women in America are not, mm -hmm. don't have Down syndrome. Majority of women buying your products are not in wheelchairs. Majority of women buying your products uh, are not albino. <laughs> but a pretty substantial chunk of them are probably overweight. Right. Or think they're overweight. A or lot of women do overweight. think they're overweight, even, even though they're fine. Sure. Exactly. Right. Ads, they're still there. The first ad even includes similar animations. No one is being gaslit here, other than Think Before You Sleep's audience, I guess, because they're both still there, they're included. His real problem here is that fat people were included in this campaign at all. He elaborates on this a little bit later, and this one's just great, more investigative journalism, uncovering a conspiracy that Dove actually did this campaign to make you buy ice cream. In a previous video, I said that the owners of Dove, Unilever, had a vested interest in fat acceptance because they own Ben & Jerry's ice cream. I have to apologize for that statement because it was extremely inaccurate. Unilever actually owns five different ice cream brands. They own a popular mayonnaise brand, they own Popsicle, and they sometimes partner with Nabisco to make good humor versions of Oreos. These make up most of their food brands, and the remaining ones are still pretty much processed junk food. 
So is it a surprise that they would use their soap company to promote an ideology that causes people to buy more junk food like ice cream? No, it can't be about that. It's about over-sexualizing women. Okay, okay, he's jumping to the next thing again. We gotta stop him here. The first thing to notice here is that Think Before You Sleep is pulling a little trick on you. Uh -oh. He's doing a gag and a goof on uh -oh. his viewers. He calls what Dove is doing promoting an ideology that allows you to buy more junk food. To promote an ideology that causes people to buy more junk food like ice cream? This is a- So, how do you feel about- Before we hear Noah's, a brilliant- Dumbass response. No, brilliant take on this. Okay, what? It, how do you feel about Think Before You Sleep's uh, argument here? Well, I want to look. It's a solid argument, as far as I'm concerned. I, I, right. I am skeptical of corporate power. It's always funny to me when you've got the right winger who's <laughs> the one that's skeptical of corporate power, and you've got the right. freaking socialist here who's like simping for the <laughs> for Wall Street. So yeah, look if. This is this is smart business as far right. as the the Dove operators are are concerned. Right. Yes, sell some ice cream. <laughs> yeah, my my thought would be, it's probably not so much that like they're like, listen, we need to intentionally push fat acceptance so people get our fat ice cream. It's more like if if they had a lot of vested interest in making unhealthy foods. Would they allow Dove or any of their other products to do campaigns promoting people to be skinny? Hell be no. Healthy? Right. The answer Hell is no. Hell no. Right. Obviously no. It, yeah. You know, financial incentives, especially in private corporations, are very important and matter. And yeah. as you pointed out, it's and kind will of, align over time. Obviously, yes, like if they were, yeah. if their side company was Weight Watchers, it'd be a completely different thing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, but so, and it's, as you brought up, it's just completely hilariously stupid and insane that because of tribalism, you know, we have the leftist here, the communist here, who's like, well, do I really think it's a conspiracy that corporations are doing bad things for money? Of course, that's not what's going on here. A corporation is literally a conspiracy. <laughs> It's just like it's, that. That's that's what you make a corporation to do: a conspiracy to make products and services and sell them to the public. Well, I don't know if I'd use the word conspiracy, but conspiracy usually has different implications to it. Yes, right. I'm I'm using it to make a point. I understand. Like but, it's hard. It's hard to say. Oh my God! Look, all these companies working together is a conspiracy. Sure, sure. Well, sure, of course sure. it is. Yeah, because they're all literally working together. Yeah, they're, yes, all, they're all owned by the same parent company. Yeah, financially obligated to work together. Right, right. And it's just it's just so ridiculous to me that the tribal. This shows the power of tribalism blinding Noah here to something very obvious, something he should agree with, but just he he can't agree with it because you know the other guy in the video he doesn't like said it, so he has to automatically dismiss it. And this is the first video too, right? Yeah, this is still the I, first video. Look, I do, this argument is pretty, I mean, it's it seems obvious that that's what's going on. Like it's starting to make me question other aspects of the fat positivity movement. Is it all just a corporate scam? Yes. Yeah, is it just corporate company. shilling? I feel right. like maybe it is. Like, I mean, that's a win-win for a corporation. It's like, we get to virtue signal and we get to sell more ice cream? Sign me up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's exactly it. Yeah. So, yeah, if the incentives did not align, then I don't think you would be saying this. Of course not, yeah. 
is a trick because in doing this, he is grouping this specific ad campaign in with some vague notion of a fat acceptance ideology, which allows him to. <laughs> this is it's vague. It's what is vague about the and what is vague about the ad and the ideology that he's talking about. What is vague there exactly? Look, they're they didn't. This isn't the first experience anyone has had with fat acceptance, Noah. This isn't like the first time right. this has ever come up. Like Dove is not the novel inventor of fat acceptance by any means. No, he, he's he's acting like. He's acting like that's the case, but yeah, he's acting like we just yeah. like walked into the room for the first time and we're like, like James Franco is next to us, like first time, and we're like, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> then criticize that ideology, the totally vague one, through the medium of this campaign without actually addressing the content of the ad. In order to see how he does this, I think we should rewind a bit. This is so weird. You're literally simping for the ideology, but you're calling it vague. What's going on here, Sitch? <laughs> yeah, like, we need to have all this... Listen, it's very important that we have this inclusivity and everything. Right. Wait, what ideology? I don't know what you're talking about. We I'm need, just going to pretend like I'm just a, a completely new person in a new world here. We need fat representation in video games. That's your argument, Noah. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then you're like, what, what, what? I know. I Like... Uh, all of a sudden, you're being vague. Like, what's yeah. a, what's this argument that this is all vague now? Right. I thought we were debating well, whether or not this was a, a good thing or not. It it's like peak. It isn't happening, but if it is happening, it's good. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't look. I don't get it. Why don't you just? Yes, you're talking about something that's an ideology. If you object to it being called an ideology, if you're like, this is just a thing that I'm interested in. Listen, Noah has all the talking points, okay? He's following the NPC script. It's like, beep, bloop, bleep, inclusivity, good. Beep, bloop, bleep. Your criticism of my ideology is not real and is therefore vague because my ideology isn't real, even though I've been defending it for like, you know, the last 13 minutes in this video. Right. It yeah, actually, I don't, I don't think you could have a complex conversation with him about why this why it is good to have representation. Like we talked in the beginning of the video about the psychology of actually having representation to so people can aspire to be certain things. I don't right. think he knows any of that is going on here. Right. Yeah. Watch the animation talking about to see if his reading of that animation actually supports what he's saying here, that it's pro-junk food propaganda. Is the secret agenda to put cookies in your mouth actually there? Let's find out. So the character here, Cynthia, after defeating this goblin guy, whatever he is, he's like an ice balrog. She goes back into the dressing room. She takes her armor off. And when she does this, it reveals that she is actually fat. And the armor was constraining her body, forming her into a slimmer figure, one that's the default among traditional sexualized female video game characters. Once her constraining armor is removed, she can relax. She is comfortable. She sits on a chair. She kicks up her feet. Clearly, this is something that she prefers. Then when she... It's it's weird that he's like, he's saying all this stuff like as if this is real. Like this was a this was a scripted cartoon that is making you think these things, right? Right. Like like you could very well in real life have the woman who is wearing the tight corset armor who looks at herself in the mirror, and then when she takes it off and she's fat, she's like disgusted at herself. Yeah, depressed. She feels shame. Right. Right. It's like. 
but he, he's saying this like, oh, this is like a like because I saw a cartoon that a person wrote to do this thing. That means this is the way everyone acts in real life. <laughs> right. Okay. I don't think the Ben and Jerry's people would like it if she felt shame for being fat. I think they would right. like it if she felt acceptance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a good point. Yeah. yeah. If she went to the if the freezer and opened it up and there was just stocked full of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, I think uh, that would be better. And she just smiled like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I eat Ben and Jerry's all day. That is a vague conspiracy, Adam. And I don't know why you would ever say this. Okay. Look, I, the, I would script it. She feels completely disgusted with herself. And she goes to the freezer and she sees all the Ben and Jerry's in there. And she just hates herself. And she starts throwing the Ben and Jerry's out the window. Yes. She's, she dumps she, it on the trash. Right. Yes. And then... We it cuts to the next scene and she's on the treadmill. Yes. She's going to get her life together. Montage. Right. Got to have a montage. Yeah. But, the training montage. But yeah. look, if you own Ben and Jerry's, that's not necessarily, you're not going to want to see your product being thrown out in the street. That's Unless true. you cut to a scene where there's a guy that's like, oh, I like Ben and Jerry's and he's starving and he picks it up and he eats it <laughs> a bunch and of it saves his outside. life. And they go, I'm about to die. If only there was a source of very unhealthy fat milk and sugar products to save me. And then like a mountain of Ben and Jerry's falls on me. He's like, thank you, God. Yeah. Not, uh, another thing is he keeps giving a then blow he gets by diabetes blow. diabetes and dies. Okay, yeah, obviously. None of the stuff that Noah is saying is pertinent to the discussion that we're having here. No. You would need to do some research into like the motivations behind... The different companies, like finding letters between Dove and Ben and Jerry's might be good. Talking about the ad campaign, mm -hmm. talking about how they're going to sell more ice cream with this fat acceptance stuff. That's the kind of research you'd want to do here. Or right? at least find, you'd, you'd want to try to find, I mean, because what you're saying would probably be too difficult to find. You could at least try to find if there was a time where Dove or some other company owned by Unilever was actually promoting an ad campaign of trying to be thin something that would go against the narrative right you right find counter yeah. evidence oh, that's of this. good that's yeah. good yeah none of this has anything my main point is none of this has anything to do with what we're talking about here no you need not. to get he's basically trying to weasel out of this he's like right. wow he made a really good argument that i have to counter now let Why me just <laughs> let me just talk for a long time and make right. people think that i'm countering his argument She's back up to film. She decides to stay that way, to not fit back into her tight, uncomfortable armor, the armor her producers likely make her wear, but to go out how she... You like how he's like, we, we have a, a, I don't know, minute-long cartoon with no, very little information and no dialogue. And he's like, the armor her producers make her wear. It's like, wait. Like, okay, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Like, you just made that up. Like totally. now she's just, going now she's going out to her real life as a right. sword fighter yes <laughs> well like in real life it's like she goes on stage and she does you know she she goes out there not wearing her armor and then she like what are you doing we're like hot you're under contract to play a character right. the character is supposed to look this way and wear this outfit and you're not you refuse to wear it so i guess you're fired now right I can play, oh my god our main character is now fat that's so brave of her so brave of her to be fat like all right this is total propaganda yes 
she wants to and feel good doing it. Then she goes off onto the set looking much happier than she did before. So where in this ad is there some push to get you to buy junk food? Oh my God, he's a fucking <laughs> idiot. He's a fucking idiot, Sitch. I can't take this. I can't take this. <laughs> How is this even possible? Boy, Adam. Boy, Adam. Nowhere in that commercial does she actually open up the refrigerator and you see all the Ben and Jerry's. And she goes, oh, thank God for my Ben and Jerry's. And she goes, nom, 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 and eats it. So therefore, <laughs> it can't be some nefarious plot to make people want to eat junk food. It can't be. There's no food in the ad at all at any point. Oh, man. Look, I'm a very uh... smart. I have I have <laughs> media literacy. I'm a very we, intelligent person. I think we find I think we might have found someone dumber than Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't I don't I don't take this lightly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why Hassan likes to watch him. Look, I've heard funny. I've heard Hassan say some some smart things that actually Right. I'm like he's read Malcolm Gladwell. He seems to understand what's going on in the book. I've never heard anything <laughs> like that out of Noah. <laughs> well, okay. So, this is the dumbest response ever. You're, so I'll, I'm going to spoil a little bit for you. Okay. So in like 30 or 40 seconds, he will acknowledge that he does understand the argument. He's okay. Just, so, so it's not a question of being stupid. It's a question of just basically being as insanely bad faith as possible. Okay. 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 Right? And to me, this really shows or indicative of his audience is that he would feel comfortable making an argument that everyone and their mother knows is just a fake lie argument because everyone everyone has the brain capacity to watch that and understand. He's like, oh, well, if you're promoting fat acceptance, obviously that's going to help companies that sell you food that makes you fat. Yeah, right? of course. Very simple logic. Okay, you don't have to be People a big this, brain intellectual. People do this thing. They're like, look. Right. I've already had seconds of ice cream. I'm thinking of going back for thirds. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but you're like, everyone is not going to accept me as a fat piece of shit. Right, right. But if everyone does, you're like, well, why not go back for fourths? Yeah. Why am I stopping at fourths? Look, I could just eat the whole half gallon. There you go. Well, half gallon, not even a pint. The half gallon of ice cream. Jeez. Exactly. You would die. My God. Yeah, you probably would. Right. Where could that be drawn from? Is there a candy bar? Is there a big sign saying, buy Nabisco products? Is Cynthia sitting down to crack open a nice cold jar of mayonnaise? Uh, no, she's not, and none of those things happen. Listen, Noah, I have a very important question for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you hadn't eaten Ben and Jerry's last night, <laughs> how, how would you feel, you feel today? Yeah, it's so crazy. Because this is, this is what's more insidious about it. Like, if, it, if there was actual product placement in there, I think it would be more honest. This yes, is, like, what's yes. so dishonest about right, it. Right, right. Yeah. What there is, though, in this ad is a fat woman. Fat woman who, in the narrative, rejects society's constraints on her and improves her situation, alleviates harm because of it. <laughs> oh, such BS. That's BS. She rejects society's constraints right. of being healthy. <laughs> Is she going to reject her cardiologist restraints? Yes. Yeah, that's what's so insane. He says she alleviates harm. Oh, really? So just accepting the fact that you're 
accepting the fat, accepting the fact that you're fat and unhealthy is, how is that alleviating harm exactly? Yeah, it's not, obviously. He just says that, like, we just, we're supposed to accept it. Like, listen, I don't know if, I don't know if you know this, Adam, but like, you know, your heart, your blood pressure, uh, your blood, your blood glucose levels, you know, mm-hmm. whether you're going to be diabetic or not, you know, whether you have to go on statins or not, your cholesterol level, whether, you know, your arteries become clogged, right? Oh, yeah. All that is all about whether society makes you feel good or bad. It has nothing to do with what you eat, nothing to do with whether you exercise or not. It's all about how society makes you feel, okay? Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? How society is oriented to make you feel bad if you're doing things that will harm you in the future. Yeah, what a shocking idea <laughs> that is, right? It's almost like society is shaming you into doing things that are good for you. Oh, okay. Is that you how know, that works? This plays perfectly into how when I conceptualize the left and the right, where the left has the tendency to say, well, whatever the pre-existing social rules are and hierarchies are must automatically be bad and be causing right. the problems. And that's what's going on here. Yeah, it's weird because... I've always conceptualized cultural evolution along the same lines as biological evolution and biological evolution works by random mutation. And a lot of these social things that people try, I think, yeah, that's pretty random too. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone wants to think, oh, they thought this through. No, they didn't think it through. They're just a bunch of people rebelling against what society's doing now. Let's do something different. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't, you know? And this is the same with uh, evolution. Yeah. uh, A mutation is bad for you, good for you, or neutral. And most of the time, it's bad for you. (laughs) Right. Society, not much different, right? Most of the time, yeah, not really working out here. Well, that's what's so funny about wokeness and socialism. It's like, how many times do you have to see that the evolution of socialism keeps leading to dead ends, cultural dead ends, societal dead ends, for them to get the message? They're just going to try it again and again and again. One day it'll work. (laughs) And for Think Before You Sleep, that story on its face amounts to pro-junk food propaganda. A fat person is in a commercial and they aren't running on a treadmill while eating celery, so that makes it a... Noah, you are gaslighting your audience. You accused him of gaslighting his audience. What you are doing is gaslighting your audience. Yep. It's so obvious Yep. what his argument is. It's so obvious what is happening in that scripted video. Stop gaslighting. It's (laughs) insane. Dude, who, how does this guy have any credibility after this? Well, he doesn't. I mean, ridiculous. He, he doesn't. He's he's gaslighting the hell out of his audience, and you're about to find out he knows he is because he's going to make the argument. Okay, which is like, <laughs> well, if you made the argument, you understood it. Why did you bother gaslighting everyone for you know yeah. forty seconds beforehand? Pro obesity commercial, but. You know, let's play along here, right? Let's just entertain his point here and say, okay, a fat woman accepting herself in an ad, you know, it's a stretch, but maybe it does cause some people to accept their fatness in a way that harms them. After all, being fat is generally considered unhealthy in the medical field. So maybe this is contributing to the obesity epidemic through the normalization of being fat. So is this the case? Oh my God, he understands the argument that everyone understands who's being even remotely honest. 
oh, why do we have to go through the 40 seconds of gaslighting to get to this point? Yeah, because the gaslighting <laughs> argument is going to make people biased towards that argument. Oh, look, he's dumb. Right. He's a dummy. The whole Noah Sampson is Mr. Smart Guy. Mr. Mr. Uh, leftist here, everything is about society normalizing specific behaviors, doesn't understand that fat acceptance is going to have some normalizing behavior that's going to change how people perceive themselves and their weight and would have yeah. a demotivating effect on them. Hugely demotivating. Let's just, for the sake of argument, say that what is actually true is true. <laughs> <laughs> Does representation make people fatter? Does limiting this representation contribute to any sort of health benefits? And, well, uh, no. No, it doesn't. There's no evidence for that whatsoever. Not to think before you sleep videos require any evidence. He's just talking. But the research actually shows that the opposite is true. Quoting. Okay, so to be clear, mm -hmm. he's saying that there's no evidence that if you have, if people accept that they're fat, okay, that that will demotivate them from actually being healthy and losing weight. Okay? Right. He says there's no evidence of that, and the evidence actually shows the opposite. Those are the two claims he made. Okay. And he's leaving the social pressure thing off the table because that's a huge influence as well. Yes. So keep that in your mind. Those were the two claims he made. From a meta-analysis here on the relationship between body image and body weight control, misperception and dissatisfaction with body weight are risk factors for participating in an unhealthy lifestyle and make it harder to follow a healthier lifestyle. Body image disturbance also made it more likely to underreport calorie intake. Negative body image is also closely linked to multiple different health problems, including things like depression and stress. Depression and stress are linked to weight gain and obesity. Ergo, having a negative body image does not help you lose weight. Oftentimes it's the opposite. It helps you gain weight and it keeps you generally unhealthy. On top of this, in the same way that negative body image is bad for your health, positive body image is actually good for it. There's a study here, positive body image is positively associated with emotional and psychological and social well-being in British adults. Body appreciation significantly predicted all dimensions of well-being. Think Before You Sleep hates it when people are fat. He wants them to stop being fat. So he should actually love this Dove ad campaign. The campaign is promoting positive self-image, and positive self-image promotes health in a myriad of ways, which does include people maintaining healthier habits when it comes to eating. That's what he wants, right? The fact that he hates it demonstrates to me two things. One, that Think Before You Sleep is operating with military-grade media illiteracy, given how he so badly misinterpreted this animation, and two- Wow. Let's have a moment of silence for Noah. Uh, saying that someone else has bad media literacy. Right. Just let that sink in. Mr. I googled the wrong uh, source. Mr. I don't understand how having, you know, fat acceptance could make people, you know, could benefit companies that make really fat, unhealthy food. Right. Yeah. Two, that he doesn't actually care about fat people. He just doesn't want to see them in media. He doesn't want to see them at all. So he gets mad at the Dove ad instead of, you know, looking away doing something else which is it's funny you know it's it, very funny okay so not only do we have this we're going to mind read think before you sleep and say he it's not that he cares about fat people he just actually despises them for some unknown reason and he doesn't want to look at them and that is what's motivating the behavior right okay yeah that's okay. not good 
But so, he doesn't really address any of the argument. Right. So, but so Noah's made these claims based on quote scientific papers. Okay. Right. Now let's go to think before he sleeps response video to see if he responds to these supposedly scientific claims that Noah made. Okay. Let's let's see what the scientific response there is. For these, hey everybody, what's up? So the for these studies that he uh, brought up here, let's see. Okay. The relationship between body image and go back a second, just so you can hear his argument again. Not to think before you sleep. Videos require any evidence. He's just talking. But the research actually shows that the opposite is true. Quoting from a meta-analysis here on the relationship between body image and body weight control, misperception and dissatisfaction with body weight are risk factors for participating in an unhealthy lifestyle and make it harder to follow a healthier lifestyle. Body image disturbance also made it more likely to underreport calorie intake. Okay, let's take a look. You're saying roughly that fat acceptance campaigns don't cause obesity. I read the whole study, and as far as I can see, it makes no claim that would allow you to call it evidence for your points. All this sentence that he highlighted here is saying is that obese people have unhealthy habits and are unhappy about the way they look. I know you can quickly look at these words and interpret them as low self-esteem from body shaming or whatever leads to an unhealthy lifestyle, but that's not what the study says, and he would know that if he actually read it. In fact, if you read more than the abstract, it gives the sentiment of what I was saying. Allow me to quote it. In general, body weight satisfaction was associated with less intention to change weight or lifestyles. On the contrary, body weight dissatisfaction was associated with higher BMI and greater intention to change lifestyle or weight and dietary restraint in women. Another important motivation for weight management were concerns for either future or present health. Okay. So again... Noah and his infinite wisdom. Okay. So first he says, you're lazy for not getting the right study. And he gets the wrong study. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now for take two, he says, listen, I have a study that shows you my argument that people's perceptions about them being fat doesn't actually motivate them to lose weight. And he didn't read the study because if he did, it says the exact opposite. It literally says, okay. It literally says in the study or the meta-analysis that he quoted that if you are satisfied with your weight, you have less intention to change your weight. Right. He's literally brought or up a study. Or your habits. Or your habits. He literally, Noah, in his infinite wisdom, literally gets a study that makes thinks before you sleep's exact argument. Right. Thank you, Noah. Not Wonderful. good. Wonderful, Noah. Not good. Very gaslighty. Yes. We didn't, I don't even think it's that. He literally didn't read it probably. He just read the abstract and he thought he understood it when he didn't. Yeah, no, this is, this is the problem with this. I'm going to make an argument and find a study that proves my argument. Like most yes. smart people, they just find studies that are interesting and they make videos about those studies. Right. They try to understand those studies and, and put into a video form, whatever that study is saying. Now yeah. we're going to go through, cause he's going to go through, you know, the studies and, and we're do all this stuff. And then we're going to watch Noah's response to all this. But I want you guys to ask yourselves this question. Okay. Do you think that Noah will address that? He brought a study forward that makes the opposite of his argument and actually makes think before he sleeps argument. Will he address of, this? 
course not. Are you kidding <laughs> okay. me? Look, we've already seen this movie once. Okay. Or do you think that Noah will say, you know what? I'm a person that believes in science and studies, supposedly. And here's a study that shows that my opinion was wrong. So maybe I should change my opinion because I have new not. evidence. Of course not. Oh, okay. You don't think he's going to do that? No. Okay. Look, he's making bank gaslighting his audience. Mm. That's his M.O. We got a regular choke in here. <laughs> wow, Noah. Look what happens when you read more than the abstract. People who are dissatisfied with their situation are the ones who want to change their weights, not the ones who think they are fine the way they are. The only nuance I would add is that this study suggests that a few of the dissatisfied people need proper weight loss counseling. But this is the Ludwig video all over again. Yeah, then he talks about this other situation. So, I mean, why doesn't Dove do all these ladies a favor and make them feel bad about their weight and shame them into making some healthy change? It couldn't possibly be because they're owned by a parent company that makes <laughs> a lot of unhealthy garbage junk food. Oh, really? Yeah, they're making, I mean, so they're making money at the yeah. expense of these ladies? That's health? a conspiracy. Oh, okay. I mean, in the video, she doesn't go and open up a crack open a tub of Ben and Jerry's. So that's not what the commercial's about. Obviously. I wonder how Noah feels about corporations making money at the expense of people's health. Listen, if someone on the right <laughs> complains about it, it's probably not happening. But if someone on the left complains about it, it's the biggest deal ever. All right. It sounds like Noah doesn't care about these people. No, I know. Doesn't care about them at all. What a heartless person. What a cold-hearted meanie. Enhance my point. Here is reference 29 that the study Noah quoted used to come to their conclusion about weight satisfaction. Here it says, 93% of men and 95% of women who reported being dissatisfied with their weight also reported an intention to change their diet or physical condition. So this study said that almost everybody who wasn't satisfied with their weight wanted to change. So, so Think Before You Sleep has essentially nuclear, nuclear satellite nuked mm -hmm. uh, Noah from orbit by saying, the study you brought up makes my argument you are very smart. <laughs> okay. it, look, it has to make his argument. His argument is solid. Yes. This it's, is why you obvious, just don't get in exchanges like this. Right. When you don't have a winning argument. Why do people do this, Sitch? It's so weird. It's like, I'll debate I'll debate you on that, even though I'm totally wrong. Don't take that debate. Don't right. do it. <laughs> right. Based on the data that you quoted, Noah, if you're trying to get people to lose weight, why would you encourage them to be satisfied with obesity? Why would you promote fat acceptance, which creates magazines like this, saying that being obese is healthy? It's not healthy. Now, I'm not going to go on a full diet. You flip that magazine over and it's got a Ben and Jerry's ad right on the back of it. I guarantee. No, it's got those, um, you know, those diabetes test sticks. <laughs> They're like, oh, the met, look, the medical industry loves this stuff. Yes. We're getting rich. No, they're selling you the ones, um, you know, where there's like the diabetes test where you like stick the thing in your arm and you just wave oh. the little thing over it. Oh. There Ouch. You go diatribe about why obesity is unhealthy most people already know why it's unhealthy and i've already made a ton of videos about it but you can just look at the cdc stats also the first sentence guys the very first sentence i mean literally he read none of this study because the first sentence of that study that noah linked says that obesity is unhealthy and included a reference reference number one that said health at every size education didn't really do anything to improve physical health 
except for maybe a little reduction in LDL cholesterol, to which, these days, is very debatable if that metric even matters. You can listen to this doctor here for more information on that. On Joe Rogan? Are you kidding me? That right-wing grifter? I can't believe you're citing this guy. You know, that's what what Noah's thinking. Right. How dare you cite Joe Rogan? He ate horse paste when he had COVID. True. I think he ate an actual horse. He it gave gets the better. horse the horse paste. And then he ate yeah. the horse. He probably killed it himself with his own bow and arrow. True. On top of this, the second sentence of the study quotes this meta-analysis here from 2017 that goes over multiple studies showing that pretty significant numbers of overweight and obese people underestimate how big they are and often say they are about the right weight, which is a problem based on resource 29 from the original study that says that people who are dissatisfied with their body image were far more likely to want to get healthy, not the ones who were fine the way they were. The study on underestimation of weight status theorizes that normalization of being overweight and obese is a significant contributing factor to why these people underestimate their situation. And gee, I wonder what movement out there is causing obese people to be delusional about their weight status. Listen, we're at the point in the video where Think Before You Sleep has pantsed Noah and pushed his face in the toilet (laughs) and is giving him a swirly. And we're like, stop it. He's already dead. Stop it. Look, I, this is a, this is a fascinating argument. Yes. That the, that the fast food snack industry is really behind this body positivity movement. I mean, it is the smoking, the, the tobacco lobby did this kind of stuff for smoking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get a bunch of doctors smoking cigarettes. <laughs> That'll help. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if they created all of it, but I wouldn't be surprised that if behind most of the fat acceptance movements, you will see that's got some level of corporate sponsorship for some sure. Of these companies. You know, hey, there's all these crazy lesbians in college that are talking <laughs> about fat acceptance. We should we should give them some money. <laughs> so we can we can add this to the list of when someone says, but sitch. What do you mean that the left doesn't believe in science? Oh, of course. Of course. Yes. And throw fat acceptance onto the pile there. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's such a good look. I mean, as an entrepreneur myself, I mean, I'm kind of of in awe here. I really am. What a great idea. Only people on the right don't like science. People on the left love science, Sitch. That's why when Noah hears all this scientific arguments using studies, he's going to immediately say in his response, I apologize, think before you sleep. You were correct. Now that you've provided me factual scientific information, I have changed my opinion. I will change my opinion. Yes. (laughs) Right here on the spot. Right. Thank you of disabusing me of this fake knowledge I had in my head. Exactly. I'm sure that's what the response to this will be. Look, Sitch, I'm I'm conflicted here because, look... I didn't like all this fat acceptance stuff when I thought it was woke politics. Right. But now that I see it's the free market working, <laughs> I'm kind of in favor of it. Capitalism, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I love it now. the fatties know what they're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to sell some ice cream. There you go. Mm. Who doesn't like ice cream? Well, there's an interesting conversation about this whole thing with where does for food consumption where does personal responsibility where does personal responsibility begin oh my this is and where does 
where does responsibility of the manufacturers of food being so healthy, where does that begin? Like, how do we balance these two things? Okay. Now, I, I don't buy, and I'll tell you why, I don't buy the whole, everyone should just have personal responsibility. So food manufacturers should be able to make whatever unhealthy garbage they want. Right. And the reason I'm skeptical of that argument is because as we now know, food has addictive qualities oh, yeah, to it. Yeah. And not just food, but like, and when I say addictive, it's not like, you know, like, oh, crack cocaine or something, but food has addictive qualities to it and very, and they know this. And this is a part of why I think everyone's getting fatter isn't just because they're putting corn syrup and everything, which obviously is a big part of it. They're putting so much added sugars and so much stuff that don't need it because it's easy to make cheap things taste good by just pumping it full of sugar, which is a big part of it. But there's so much food science now that these companies that make food literally know how to make it so that when you're eating their food, the food is temporarily addictive. This is why if you've ever paid attention, you can be eating something that's very salty or very sweet. So you can be eating French fries or potato chips. Oh my or God, they're so Potato good. chips are the worst, right? Or oh, ice cream or yeah. something. But potato chips are probably the worst or you can be eating it. And when you're eating the potato chip, it's like you just feel compelled to keep eating the next one. Oh right? yeah. Yeah, you gotta but, eat the whole bag. Right. But then <laughs> but but I don't know if you've noticed this. If you if you are interrupted or stop and you can't, you have to like put it down. You know, someone calls mm -hmm. you the next room, so you have to put the potato chips down, you walk and do something. Okay. When you stop eating them for like a minute or two minutes go by, you'll notice that you feel full and you no longer want to eat the potato chips. Right. But oh yeah, yeah, because it but, turns off the the satiation button. Exactly, but you didn't notice it while you were eating it. Wow. And see, and that's done intentionally. There's some biochemical reason. It's like a Harry Potter spell they're spinning. Yes, on you. that while you're eating it, you don't feel satia satiation. It's literally stopping you from feeling the satiation. Oh. But then when you're interrupted and stop, suddenly you're like, "Oh, I'm not hungry. I have no more desire to eat these potato chips." And to me, that's where I say you can't just say it's personal responsibility because they are literally screwing with our with our brain chemistry and our and our biochemistry when they make these foods. I love soda pop. I can't buy it. I can't keep it in the house because I will just drink soda all day. It's long. the same it's thing. Yeah, it's the so same thing with delicious. soda. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I I dream about soda. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, it'd be so good to have a soda right now. Right. But I don't. Yeah, I, I leave it out of the house because I mean that's the key right there. Yeah. If, if you if you are dealing with a weight issue or anything like that, the key is just make it difficult to actually get your hands on that kind of stuff. Right. As soon as it's in the house, it's like mm. right. Yeah, yep. and see, but that's the, and that's the you problem. Got to resist because, at the store, you know, because the problem is like I, you know, even when I used to drink soda, I, I mean, I never, I've never been addicted to it the way that you were addicted to it, right? So I'm not saying it should be illegal, but I do think that there are certain practices in how they manufacture food that should be illegal or talked about in terms of the biochemical addiction that they intentionally put into these foods. Yeah, a lot of people were complaining about the giant size cups that they wanted to make illegal right sometimes i just look i sometimes you can't get like a reasonable portion of soda which is yeah <laughs> kind of a problem because if you bought the thing you're like well i'm gonna drink it right exactly yeah that's 
Yeah. And that's another big problem too, is that, you know, if you look at, especially with fast food, if you look at fast food portions, keep mm -hmm. getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Of course. Yeah. Um, like maybe not this, like the sandwiches have gone bigger, but like, you know, the drinks get bigger, the fries get bigger because that's cheap. And if they're want, if they need to increase the price, they want to make it look all bigger. So you feel like you're not getting ripped off. No, here drink no. costs, you know, like a, a penny for them to make. This is the problem right here. Right. Like you want to buy a reasonable portion. So you go, I want the small. And they're like, that's a dollar fifty nine. Oh, how much large. is the large? The large is a dollar sixty nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, so instead of let's say you buy three times as much soda because it's right. a dime more. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, and also you feel like you're getting ripped off when you get the small. You're like a dollar fifty nine. This is like a look. It's a Dixie cup here. What am I? Yeah, doing? exactly. Exactly. But really, yeah. I would go with everyone would go with the small if it was like fifty cents. Yes. You'd be selling smalls out the door. Like everyone will buy a if small it, if it costs what it actually should cost. Yeah. The yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Everyone will buy a small. Everyone would drink a small, and we all be ten pounds lighter. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's so ridiculous. We're all being right. manipulated here. Yep. And the fact that Noah, like the socialist anti-capitalist, <laughs> is can't even say any of this just because he's arguing with some right winger on YouTube is comical. Yeah. This is the comedy part of the show right here. <laughs> Honestly, Noah has fumbled so many times in his research that I'm starting to think that maybe I should hire Noah to Google my research for me. He's very good at scoring in his own goal. Now, going back to the meta-analysis on health at every size, by the way, meta-analysis is a research term for we reviewed a bunch of studies on a particular topic, but the interesting thing about it is that they primarily focused on studies with a control group. A control group is the placebo group, which means they didn't get the health at every size intervention. The experimental group is the one that gets the new intervention that's being researched. This methodology is used so they can test if the thing being researched is actually more effective than simply doing nothing or simply doing what people would typically do. In these cases, the placebo group got standard dietary advice, and guess what? The results for the health at every size education and the standard dietary advice were pretty much the same. Now, fat acceptance groups always like to mention that health at every size education is good for people's self-esteem or other psychological metrics that don't prevent diabetes. However, standard dietary advice was also good at improving people's self-esteem. This situation is really funny because the whole study that Noah quoted completely contradicts his narrative right from the beginning. He obviously didn't read any of it. This is why you don't just read the abstracts, Noah. The abstracts are just a summary of the findings of the study as a way of filtering which studies are relevant to your research and which ones aren't. In order to determine if the study is actually valid, you need to figure out how they came to that answer by reading their methodology. Just like math class, researchers need to show their work or their answers and data don't count. That's why I poked fun at Dove for not citing their resources. Okay, so let's let me jump ahead a little this bit guy, here. This guy is so obviously like a PhD student. Well, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what his background is, but you know, Noah's Noah's not in the right weight class for any of this. <laughs> I know okay. it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. Look, I just some people I know are obviously smarter than me. I feel feel yes. like look, I could learn from this person. Right. Noah, on the other hand, is like, I'm going to go out and pick a fight with this person. Listen, we're sitting here at the adult table trying to have a conversation, <laughs> and Noah's over there at the kids' table playing with his mashed potatoes. Okay. Yes. Totally. Standing at the table saying he wants his drink drinky. <laughs> And his apple juice sippies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. 
give me the sippy cup, mommy. <laughs> His commentary comes right from the abstract. I'm actually a little disappointed. That being said, let's finish off with one more study that Noah didn't read. On top of this, in the same way that negative body image is bad for your health, positive body image is actually good for it. There's a study here, positive body image is positively associated with emotional and psychological and social well-being in British adults. Body appreciation significantly predicted all dimensions of well-being. Think Before You Sleep hates it when people are fat. He wants them to stop being fat. So he should actually love this Dove ad campaign. The campaign is promoting positive self-image, and positive self-image promotes health in a myriad of ways, which does include people maintaining healthier habits when it comes to eating. That's what he wants, right? All right, so right away, this study he shows here has nothing to do with positive body image leading to weight reduction or better physical health. Diabetes, joint issues, and heart disease don't care about how good you feel about yourself. <laughs> so I did what I absolutely guarantee you that Noah didn't do, which was pay $50 for the study. By the way, oh these studies God. aren't all free, and not only did I have to spend hours fact-checking Noah, but I also had to pay money to do it. Here are some of the questions that they used to determine well-being in the study. That's such an epic dunk, man. <laughs> Noah's already pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so crazy. And nowhere in this study does it claim that higher body image scores led to healthier eating like Noah claimed. Now, Noah might be basing that claim on the earlier study that said that higher body satisfaction was associated with healthier eating habits, but that's only because the people who had healthier eating habits were already thin. I mean, holy crap, for how much this guy said, source bro, or you provided no evidence in his reactions to my videos, he has no idea how to read research. I don't know if you went to school, but just like Hassan, <laughs> if you paid for college, Noah, you should sue them for your money back because they failed you. Stop quoting PubMed articles because anyone who knows how to read research can see that you have no idea what you're doing. You're better off just giving your opinion on things. And despite that you're into lifting, which is good, exercise is a good thing, I will compliment him for that, but despite that, you clearly don't have expertise or training in health sciences, so you really should be keeping your mouth shut on the topic. You're outside of your scope of knowledge here, which means that even if you did know how to read research properly, you would not be qualified to accurately interpret studies on health. Reading research requires background knowledge on the subject, or you will be incapable of criticizing it competently, or you'll improperly utilize the information. Personally, I would be embarrassed if I suggested to my audience that I'm a good researcher, and I got caught only reading the abstract of multiple <laughs> studies with a field that I have very little background knowledge in. I would also feel guilty for doing lazy research that could very well lead my audience into believing wrong ideas because I wanted to get a video out in two days. No wonder this guy has bad takes like this drawing here is just as good as this drawing. This modern art drawing is the visual representation of Noah's skill at research. <laughs> and by that, I mean oh that anyone God. with no talent or skill development can read the summary of an article on PubMed and say they did research. All right, let's move away. Okay. He just so. destroyed him, man. He did. He did. Um, but let me, let me help destroy Noah even further because there's something he didn't bring up. Too. Oh. Let me go back to the article. Let's see where is it? Oh, and looking at the information here on screen, it's a little disappointed. That being said, let's finish off with one more study that Noah didn't read. On top of this, it's not the freeze frame. Okay. So I also read this study, Adam. Nice. Now I didn't pay for it because I'm a bad person, but I did read this study. Okay. <laughs> Oh, nice. Okay. Found it online. I, let's, I have my ways of finding things. Nice. Okay. All right. So um, 
The study is about positive body image is positively associated with emotional, psychological, social well-beings. And if you look at the study, they say that generally the more positive a person had about their but their body image, not only did they feel better about themselves emotionally, psychologically, but they also seem to have better life outcomes as well. Or right. at least they reported that they had better outcomes, which shouldn't really what be- is, What is a, a life outcome? Just you healthier? Know, in, terms of, in, in terms of their health, okay. in terms of uh, their lifespan. job, things of that nature. You know, lifespan, okay. yeah, things of that nature, right. Which shouldn't really be that surprising. Now, Noah- takes this information, he says, well, there you go. So the way to make people uh, have better life outcomes is to basically trick them into thinking that they should have positive, positive body image, even if they don't or shouldn't, right? Right. Okay. So let me ask you a question, okay? What, in the study, what do you think would lead someone, would be a significant factor that they would talk about in the study that would lead someone to have a better positive body image. If the person regularly exercises or is is a reasonable body weight or has good, oh. good eating habits. Okay, okay. Gets regular sleep. Right. Lives it's... a healthy lifestyle. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So you would guess, without reading the study, that if people, that people that took care of themselves probably on average have better positive body images of themselves than people who don't. Right. Fascinating. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Well, since I read the study, or at least I skimmed it, and Noah <laughs> didn't even do that much, if he did, he would have found out that the study says one of the most significant factors in predicting whether a person would have a positive self-image and their a positive life outcome was entirely correlated to their BMI. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're saying the fatter the person was, the less, the more negative body image they had of themselves, and the skinnier and more healthy the person was the more positive their body image was of themselves. Right, yeah. Okay. So again, this study completely annihilates Noah's own point because it was saying that this, the most significant factor they found for someone to have positive body self-image was not being fat. Right, yeah. Yeah, you okay. would think that. Do you, there's, a, there's a causation difficulty here though sure there is I agree. yeah because you'd say you know people that feel better about themselves are going to be more motivated and thus probably be more motivated yeah to that's keep exactly. themselves healthy right yeah that's exactly right sure yeah. does the sure. does the motivation come first does the satisfaction come first right right yeah but if you come i would argue that for a lot for a lot of people the motivation comes first and so right. it's more difficult for people that don't have the intrinsic motivation but as we know from the other study that Think Before You Sleep annihilated no on, it shows that if people have a perception that they're satisfied with their body weight, then it kills their motivation to change their body. Right. If, yeah. So you basically, you get a virtuous cycle or a vicious cycle. Yes. Like if you're happy exactly. with your body weight and you're overweight, you get a vicious cycle because you continue to eat, you get fatter and fatter. And right. 
But if you are happy with your body and you continue to exercise, it's right. a virtuous cycle. Right. Okay. So that was Think Before You Sleep, annihilated Noah's studies, like in the most annihilating way possible. So all the studies that Noah brought up show the exact opposite to what Noah's point is and make Think Before You Sleep's point. Okay. So let's look at Noah's second video. How do you think he responds to these claims? Hey, hey. Do you do you think that he says, "Hmm, as a man of science, maybe I should change my opinion"? Well, that's how he should respond. So obviously, right. no so responds the opposite. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let's find out. Let's find out how he responds to uh, being wrong about the science. God, his channel is just all partisan stuff. Yes. How's he? Hmm. What are you gonna say? Well, I don't have the video up. I'm just looking at his thumbnails. I oh, saw yeah, this yeah. one girl that makes. I mean, her, she makes great videos. He responded to her. She's like super smart. Mm. Well, listen, we've learned from this encounter that Noah is not very smart, mm -hmm. and like most men, is batting way outside of his weight <laughs> class. Okay. Yeah. Is this anti woke? Where are we at? Right. Anti-woke ideology. No. Okay. We're at 2442. Hit play. See what happens here. I don't see a big reason why obese people aren't in the point about sexualization that I want to talk about. Okay. What's going on? Looks good on my end. Okay. Let me uh, get the wrong time code though, so let me fix it. point here about fat representation. So I must admit that in my prior video, I made a mistake. Well, two <laughs> mistakes. The first mistake. Uh, uh, was, uh, oh, so hold wait. On a second. He actually acknowledged that he made a mistake. Oh my god. He did. He Look, he made progress. Listen, maybe listen. Maybe we were too hard on Noah. He admits that he made a mistake. I'm sure he will admit that he actually posted studies that prove him wrong, and that that was the mistake he made. Right. Well, since you're saying it that way, you're making me think, no, that's not what he does. But <laughs> oh, shoot. Maybe. Oh, darn it. I'm at least so he admitted bad he made at a mistake. spoiling things for people. What's he going to say? What was the mistake was... that he recorded without audio in the first take? We'll see. The way that I made one of my arguments. I argued that fat representation in media can help promote healthy habits. I did this using a series of studies. First, one that showed how positive self-image is correlated with good mental health. Then, one that showed how good mental health is associated with healthy habits. In hindsight, this line of argumentation is not great. It's a stretch because it relies on a lot of correlations. A good chunk of Think Before You Sleep's video covers this flaw in argumentation. And even though, as Think Before You Sleep pointed out, health at every size education can help fat people improve on their health. He points this out and then dismisses the study much in the vein of what we saw before. And I certainly have never seen a real life example of this stock footage of a thin person eating junk food and an obese person not being able to lose weight despite eating oranges. I have never seen that play out in real life and real obese people are always significantly overeating and eating junk food. Okay, so we have Noah who is essentially a huge liar now right even when he admits that he was wrong he doesn't actually admit correctly what he was wrong about he doesn't want to admit 
that the studies he brought up actually scientifically make think before he sleeps point. So instead he says, well, I guess I was mistaken because I should never brought up these studies because my argument was actually not a good one. <laughs> like not, this is not a good one because he proved me wrong. This is and then he doesn't bring it up. He brings up this totally unrelated clip from a different part of the video. Like this is so wildly dishonest for Noah to right. to say. It's oh, it's not that you got proven wrong. It's oh no, actually, I shouldn't have brought those studies up because it's just a bad argument. It was too relied too much on correlation. You know, don't ignore ignore the argument I just brought forward that proved me wrong. I'm so sorry. Right. Despite this, health at every size education is not the same as media representation like we saw in the Dove ad campaign. So I'm hereby raising a white flag on that argument. I think it's a bad argument. Now, with all of that said, the real mistake I made here. The real mistake wow. he made is that he brought up studies that prove him wrong. That's what he's about to say. That's what he's about to say. He's going to say, I brought up studies that prove me wrong. Here, I think, was playing devil's advocate with this point in the first place. The reason being, you know, the argument that fat people being represented in media makes people fat is ridiculous on its face. Oh, he's not going to bring it up at all. He's going to change the subject completely. I hope you didn't watch. I hope my audience didn't watch Think Before You Sleep's video because then they would know I'm a big fat liar. They can't remember all this stuff. That's why, listen, that's why he's in favor of this body positivity. Noah's playing to get so fat because he's going to be filled with so many lies. He's right. going to be so filled with lies. He's going to be so fat. Let me just change the subject to something completely different. Sad. Obesity has been in prevalence in America for like 80 years. Mainstream fat positive media is a very new thing. How on earth does it make any sense to point to such media as some serious cause of obesity when clearly there are vastly more significant factors at play? If you're sincerely... Now, I must have missed the part. We didn't watch all of Think Before You Sleep's video. I watched it all. I must have missed the part where Think Before You Sleep made the very bold claim that the only reason people are getting fat nowadays in current years because, because of this propaganda right i must have missed that now he never said that but maybe he thought it right maybe he thought it deep in his mind and noah has the ability to like read people's thoughts i mean he doesn't understand you know general basic media literacy when it comes to watching cartoons of fat people but he can read other youtubers minds so maybe think before you sleep only thinks that the reason people our gaining weight nowadays has nothing to do with unhealthy diets, has nothing to do with the way that food and food consumption has changed. No, no, no. It's only because of fat acceptance. Unlikely. I really wish Noah was smarter so he could counter on the argument that it's it's being done. Dove is being done, uh, is doing this to actually sell more ice cream. If the fat acceptance movement is being propagated by snack companies. That's right. what I'm most interested in. That would be interesting, yeah. Yeah. To find but, out what's uh, going on there. Yeah, Noah's not really. Look, I, I do think snacks are tasty, okay? <laughs> and it's really easy to get people into them. But it, it's got to, like, sooner or later, you just feel like a big fat slob, and you're like, I'm going to turn my life around. That's a nightmare for the snack companies. What? <laughs> what? You've been a good consumer of our snacks for years now. Now you're cutting us off cold?
Wow. We got shareholders. You don't own. You don't owe any loyalty to these people, Adam. Okay. People are we selling got drugs. shareholders. Is no, it, I'm it, look. This drugs are the perfect analogy of what's yeah, going on. You here. don't have loyalty to your to your drug dealer. Okay. Look, sooner or later, you gotta have a fat acceptance movement. Sooner or later, you gotta have. You know, look. The doctors can prescribe the drugs. <laughs> Opiates. I know. Right. Look, get some studies in here. We got money to make. These opioids are perfectly safe. People will yes. not become addicted to them. Yes. Trust us. No, I'm just, I'm telling you, it's so weird that he's not even willing to entertain the argument that he's making. I mean, it's not weird. It's just dishonest. What a dipshit. Yeah. Look, he's just, and it's so weird that he's completely just simping for the corporations because he's like, yeah, all this fat acceptance stuff is great. Buy more ice cream, ladies. Yep. Interested in promoting healthy habits. Why is your first target media that you know destigmatizes fatness? There are far more worthy targets. Why are you such an idiot to just fall for this propaganda so easily? Oh look, it's 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 for it's for a marginalized group here. Let me help the ice cream company sell ice cream. Noah is like peak like I'm in favor of current thing. Like please program current thing into my brain. Beep bloop beep. Look, show just a monicum of, of skepticism here. No. I don't see why it's impossible to do, especially if you call yourself a socialist or an anti-capitalist. You're the one. This should be like manna from heaven here. Oh, my God, look. They're making people fat on yes. purpose. <laughs> yes, but someone on the right said it, so, you know. These capitalist pigs, they're <laughs> literally turning people into pigs. <laughs> It all why, makes sense now. Yes. Why is this not a big revelation? Look, you could do a whole series of video, a whole series of anti-capitalist videos on this. Yep. But you're too interested in arguing with this right winger. Like you might actually do some good in the world. Maybe there'll be some regulation or something of these people. Just look but at Adam. This. It's so sick because but look, Adam. what? But Adam, you don't understand. Okay, it's ridiculous to say that wokeness has anything to do with communism because <laughs> I have to defend these corporations. I know. Okay, from I this know. evil, evil right-winger, all in the name of woke fat acceptance. This is, if, if this is true, this is so insidious because it's like right. you tend to form your eating habits when you're a kid and they are marketing this at kids of course it's video games of course so if you're saying look it doesn't matter you can be a fatty little kid at 10 you can be a fatty little girl at 12 you can be a fatty little girl at 14 look those eating habits are going to be impossible for them to overcome and they don't care they want to sell snacks to your entire life they don't care if you die at 40 they don't care if you have a heart attack at 39 they don't give a fuck <laughs> This is so in. This is so insidious. But he doesn't and, care. And he look. He's the one just standing here going, "Look, I care about people. <laughs> I'm the one who cares about people. He's the one. That guy is the one that can't stand seeing fat people in video games. Look, you've totally fallen for the propaganda, Noah. You need mm -hmm. to like. You need some smelling salts so you can actually get woke. Actually, figure out what's right. going on here. Well, this is how you know that this is a cult. 
This is of course. Ideological yeah. Cult. Yeah. And when we watch the his second video from the beginning, I want to get into why part of why I think this is happening, even though Noah and these other people are too stupid to understand uh, you know, the philosophy that they're parroting. Look, I heard this. I heard this argument relatively recently, maybe maybe six months ago, maybe a year ago, and I just ever since I heard it, I thought, I wonder if there's some truth here. I wonder if there's like this is like this the smoking stuff. Mm-hmm. Four maybe. out of five doctors smoke cools. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, what's going on here with this fat acceptance movement? It right. makes perfect sense in the context of capitalism. Mm-hmm. I've I've said this a lot on the on the trans stuff, and everyone's they hate it. They're like, yeah. "What? The is medical industry is making money off of this? What they would lie?" Yeah, is it a coincidence that all these companies are pushing fat acceptance, which helps them make more money? Is it a coincidence that all these doctors and medical institutions are pushing transitioning, which makes them money? Like the right. incentives. Like just because the incentive lines up doesn't necessarily mean it's happening, but when the incentives line up in a very specific way, you should be eyebrow raised at the very well. That's the whole concept of regulation. You have an impartial Mm. third party coming and saying, "Look, are people being taken advantage here? Right? Are you teaching little girls to be fat their entire lives?" Whoa, 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 Adam! I don't want the government getting in between my doctor and me. Okay. Well, listen. My doctor uh, can never, ever, ever be motivated by anything other than just helping me out of the pure kindness of their medical heart. The medical industry is one of the most regulated <laughs> industries <laughs> in all of in all of uh, mankind. No, the government shouldn't be involved in any. I am on the left, and as a very known <laughs> classically left wing position, I don't think the government should be regulating anything in the medical no, industry. Look, that's what's crazy here because Noah is basically, and a bunch of trans activists are making the far left libertarian argument or far right libertarian <laughs> yeah. argument. Yeah. The free market capitalism argument. Right. The anti government regulation argument. They won't come right out and say it. <laughs> Well, they, they do. They just say it. In, they say it in a different way. They say, "Oh, it should be between a doctor and a patient." Doesn't that yeah. sound nice? Did you see my tweets on this? I actually tweeted out about this because no, recently. Yeah, because I did some tweet, and they a bunch of people misrepresented the tweet. Mm. As uh, yeah, on the trans, on the trans stuff. Yeah, right. I had to clarify my position okay. because obviously, no, bring the tweet up. It'll be fun. Targets to that end, like the corporations that heavily market unhealthy foods or the regulations that have shifted how agriculture is subsidized, encouraging the use of healthy ingredients. So or... wait, I want to go back for a second. Okay. Did you Let's hear do that? It. He just said he was just in the first video. He was criticizing Think Before You Sleeps. Think Before You Sleep for this conspiracy that this has anything to do with companies trying to push unhealthy food. Okay. He... Right significant factors at play. If you're sincerely interested in promoting healthy habits, why is your first target media that, you know, destigmatizes fatness? There are far more worthy targets to that end, like the corporations that heavily market unhealthy foods. <laughs> this is part of marketing unhealthy foods, you moron. <laughs> you moron. That's his entire argument. Oh my God. Look, it is, it's more insidious if you can trick some useful idiot to go on their YouTube channel and virtue signal about fat acceptance 
Like more people are going to fall for that than a, a Ben and Jerry's ad. But see, this really shows you the power, the power of the elephant. Okay. And framing, because if you, if someone on the left was to frame the arguments just a little bit differently, no, would literally he would agree get it with every single thing. Think before you sleep was saying. He would totally okay. get it. Yeah, right. you're exactly if you, if you, right. If you just framed it a little bit differently. But since it's in this framing of the against the woke framing, like his elephant just takes over and his brain literally shuts down and he cannot perceive reality. Like, yeah, correctly. correctly. Yeah. It's, it's so fascinating that this is how people operate. And when you see it, it's like once you start to see this, it becomes so clear. Yeah, this morality binds and blinds. This is the blind part. Yes. Like Noah is completely blindfolded. His eyes are couched out <laughs> like he can't. <laughs> right. He, he can't see anything. He's in an ideological stupor right now. Yes. I mean, isn't this where the term woke comes from? You are asleep. Wake <laughs> up, Noah. Wake <laughs> up. the regulations that have shifted how agriculture is subsidized, encouraging the use of healthy ingredients, or the lack of access to healthy organic foods in places like food deserts. Now, in his first video, Think Before You Sleep does bring up Dove's parent company oh. and how they also own a lot of junk okay. food companies, but his critique is not actually about those companies. It's targeted towards body positive media, which again, doesn't make much sense considering how little sway, none, basically none, that actually has in regards to the change in public health over time. I don't but the, I, he's such a moron. Do you like that? Um, so he basically brought up studies last video that showed that if you don't have a problem with your weight, you're not going to change it. Okay? Right. Yeah. And think That's before body you see, positivity. Point, right. And think before you see pointed out and said, you made my argument for me. And then in his response video, he says, how could you say that if you make everyone feel fine being fat? that that would make them more likely to make, keep being fat. Right. You brought up that evidence, idiot, last time. And now, you see, this time he's afraid to bring up any studies. So he doesn't even try. Right, because he knows, look, I'll probably get this wrong. <laughs> yes. He's just afraid. He's like, well, listen, people were getting fatter before fat, you know, before body positivity movement. It's like, okay. Well, that's my argument. No one was saying it was the only thing that was going on here, obviously. That's why this is interesting, because I do think you can get people to a certain weight just off the snacks tasting good, you know, not yes. even really advertising at all. Right. But if you want to sustain that level of consumption, you know, when people wake up and realize, look, I'm 400 pounds, I'm going to Jenny Craig, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to get my life together. You got to be like, oh, no, how do we fight right. back? Exactly. The body positivity movement. Right. Because yeah. like if, if this was framed differently, Noah would understand this. But since he's framed it like woke issue, his brain shuts off. Because very obviously, as you laid out perfectly, okay, you're going to have a situation where food companies are going to start putting more and more unhealthy sugars and additives in their foods because it's cheaper and it makes it taste better, blah, blah, blah. They're going to increase portion size. All the stuff we talked about. All these things that make you yep. chemically addictive to yep. the food. They're going to start shoving all the stuff in the food first. People are going to start eating it more and more. They're going to start getting fatter and fatter and fatter. And someone's going to say, hey, wait a minute. We're right. all getting fat. Countermeasures. Like, what, what the heck? When I go and I look at a picture from 1950 and I see a bunch of people standing around, they don't look as fat as we do now in, in current year. We need to change this. 
And right. that's when all of a sudden the body positivity, fat, you know, uh, right. don't fat shame people thing comes out. Ben and Jerry steps in and says, we ain't changing nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, Ben and Jerry's sitting around like, the jig is up. We got to do something to stop this. Yeah, but that's what I want to see. I know it's got to be out there. People have yes. got to be openly talking about this. Someone is talking about this. Listen, you got to get the Project Veritas or whatever they are now because everything fell apart. No, go, the go get some go get some lady. Okay, they're going to go get some hot lady to go seduce the vice president of Ben and Jerry's to talk about how fat and secretly filmed them talking about how a fat acceptance movement is really like part of the evil Ben and Jerry's grand plan to make all the dumb, woke, virtue signaling idiots on Twitter accept eating big tubs of unhealthy Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I see the smoking gun more like some lesbian social justice <laughs> academic yes. who's coming up with the body positivity movement and a check for like $2 yes. million dollars yes. from Ben and Jerry's <laughs> delivered into her account. Right. No, no. That, I mean, you are, that is the way it actually happens. It, it wasn't created by Ben and Jerry's or anything. That's the way it actually happens. Is that you have yeah. a bunch of these annoying socialists who sit around and they have their lens. Stupid ideas. The yeah. Right. They have the dumbest, like Noah, have the dumbest lens at which they viewed the world, which is that whatever exists, whatever is considered normative right now, is must bad. actually be bad okay right so if people are let's saying, imagine oh, a society of all fat people yes <laughs> if society is telling us that we should be skinny well, and healthy and healthy <laughs> well that must be bad because we all live in a liberal white cis het patriarchy <laughs> that's super oppressive so we have to just do the opposite of everything they say. So actually right. being fat must be good. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm such a ben, genius. And then Ben and Jerry's comes along and says, great, Scott, you've got an <laughs> awesome idea. <laughs> Here's a check. Here's a big bag of money. Here's a big bag of money. Why don't you spread this idea? Around to Noah Sampson's YouTube channel. Yes. <laughs> Only it's no. So what Ben and Jerry's does is they, they're like, oh, I'm just a random concerned advocacy group. He puts on like a mustache. <laughs> they put on like a mustache. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm they... uh, Ted and Larry. Ted and Larry cares about women. Yes. Here's a big bag of money that I just randomly got. Not connected to anything corporate whatsoever. Here you go. Exactly. They form some nonprofit. Yes. A society for fat acceptance. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's exactly it. Yeah. You can't have a Ben and Jerry's check. What am I thinking? Yeah. It's got to be a nonprofit. It's Ted and Larry's uh, care for the acceptance of body positivity movement. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yep. And, and this... Noah, you didn't get any of that money. You're just simping here for free. And this what a dumb, dumb idiot right here sitting. Yeah slurping on the the ted and larry teats without actually if, getting any if no one wanted to actually put a funny joke in his video he yes. would be eating a tub of ben and jerry's true <laughs> there you go there you that go. would be great it is that would funny be great. how no Noah's not into the he doesn't know the joke though that's no. <laughs> that's what's sad about this it, it is funny and also disturbing how Ben and Jerry's is so despicably woke online. Oh, on I know. Account. So disgustingly 
despicably woke about literally everything and yet they're selling this like ultra unhealthy sugared garbage to people and get to pretend the virtue signal like like go to hell go straight to hell look it's so perfect though it is so perfect in its insidiousness yes because it is they're probably in favor of the fat positivity movement they gotta be right i'm sure yeah (laughs) well no i mean they are because obviously they were saying that the their parent company was involved is is owns dove which is doing this stuff yeah (laughs) this is great this is great and you know and you know ben and jerry's like all these other food companies you know they all have these nutrition scientists that go and try to make their foods as addictive as possible yes I'm wondering if Dove actually came up with the idea or if it was Ben and Jerry's that came up with the idea. And they're right. like, look, we can't do this. I mean, we're mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's. If we if Ben and Jerry's does fat acceptance, look, we got to get some other company to do this. Right. Here, here's the nutrition information from Ben and Jerry's half-baked ice don't, cream. Oh, man. Look, okay. that stuff's delicious. I don't want to hear this. Oh, you like the half-baked? <laughs> it's all good, man. Ben and Jerry's <laughs> is delicious. So serving size is two thirds of a cup. Okay. Okay. Which is not that much ice cream. Uh, I used 21... to eat one of those pints just in one sitting, and everyone would freak out at me. They'd be like, "Oh my god, Adam, did you just eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's?" I'd be oh, like, "Okay." Well, let me tell like, you what that's you like were... a serving. Yeah. You, oh, would you want me to tell you the if the nutrition if you ate the whole pint? Yeah, do it. Okay. It's if like whole... that's four servings, isn't it? You, it's three. If you ate the whole pint, Adam, you would be ingesting 64 grams of fat. (laughs) 64. 32 grams of saturated fat. Oh, wow. 90. Okay, I'm up to 90. 175 milligrams of cholesterol. (laughs) Oh, wow. Only milligrams, though. Those are the small ones. There you go. 134 grams of of carbs. Oh, wow. I thought it was uh, carb-free. There you go. And 99 grams of sugar. Oh, yeah. The sugar is what I like. Oh, yep. So delicious. There's your, there's your very woke company, Ben and Jerry. No vitamins? No minerals? <laughs> oh, okay. You, want, you, got, you got 10% of your daily vitamin D if you eat the entire <laughs> pint. Okay. Is that good? 10%? Yes. You get 10% of your well, vitamin I take D. Vi- I take a vitamin D supplement, okay. so I'm not you hurting get, for the vitamin well, D. Well, listen. It's milk, so you get 30% of your calcium. Eat the entire pint. You have fifty percent of your daily iron. Look, there you go. You said eat one pint of Ben and Jerry. I don't do it anymore. I mean, look, right. Obviously, the older you get, the harder it is to stay thin. Well, also, I mean, I I feel like you just eat that whole thing like as an adult, and you just feel like disgustingly sick. Uh, maybe. Okay, you'll have to try it. No, don't try it. I'm just joking. Okay, let's continue. I don't think shaming is good, and I think destigmatizing fatness is fine because stigmatizing it doesn't actually do anything positive. And remember, of course, that the sort of response stigmatizing to this. Look, both of us are just like, how right. can you say that? Stigmatizing he was, he, doesn't do anything positive. He he put up a study that showed that you ha- that if people don't have a problem with being fat, they're not going to change. Right. Stigmatizing it is how you does do something positive right like we develop stigmas around all the things we don't want like cannibalism right exactly exactly yeah 
why do we want people like there's now there's ways to do it i'm not saying that you should go up to like fat people and just start like spitting on them and mocking them right for being right fat, no right i'm not well, saying to be like them, okay right well i'm not saying you have to be a jerk about it but there's a huge difference between saying like well maybe there are good ways to motivate people to lose weight and bad ways to make people lose weight that's very different than saying you're beautiful as an obese whale like no you're not beautiful lizzo's not beautiful lizzo is disgusting okay but we got past it with smoking. Remember, smoking was cool. You'd see it in movies. People realized, holy right. cow, smoking is bad for you. Yes. And then all of a sudden, they took it out of the movies. They started making these crazy commercials where you'd see someone in the hospital dying of lung cancer. It's like right. they found a way to take care of it. And it was shaming. A lot of shaming took place. You know, Still, shaming is taking place with smoking. People look at you like... Oh, you're smoking? What a, right. what a loser. Yeah. Well, so it's I, like, what, is, what is wrong with shaming? Nothing. Yeah, you should. You should. Oh, my like God. If, you're having if, seconds? Look, you're a big, fat pig. Like, Put it if down. Li if Lizzo was a normal weight, mm -hmm. she would probably be pretty hot. Look, this is the thing. But no, that, she's like, I'm obese and I'm proud. It's like, well, look, that's, you shouldn't, that's not something you should be proud of. They're not proud forever. They re they Look, they... All these celebrities do it. They're big fat pigs. They become a billionaire. They're like, oh my God, it would take four lifetimes for me to spend all this money. I better lose some weight. I got to live long. Yes. People I got gonna, all this money to spend. Are people going to be saying yes, Queen to Lizzo in 10 years, 20 years when she has to get her legs amputated because she has no, so bad diabetes? They're gonna, Lizzo is going to get thin. This is exactly what happens to all the celebrities. They right. lose a bunch of weight. They get healthy, and everyone's like, oh, my God, you're such a turncoat. I can't <laughs> believe you gave into the system. Right. Yeah. Right. I can't believe you gave into the system to be healthy so you could spend money into your late 80s. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. I'm, Lizzo Thin is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, those pictures are so horrendous. Every time right. somebody says Lizzo, I just that one picture that everyone is spreading on the internet. That's <laughs> so bad. Ad from the anti woke crowd is not about promoting health. Obviously not. These are oh look, <laughs> I know some of these YouTubers. There you go. Oh look, it's Blair White. <laughs> there you go. Who else do we have here? These aren't health channels, you know? They're oh look, it's Bill Maher. <laughs> there you go. He didn't talk about that, did he? No, he did. Well, not, oh, it's Ryan, not look, about Look, it's that, Ryan Kennel. But... Anti-woke channels, which are political channels. Anytime they're talking about health, they're just... Oh, our channel's not political. Look, we're centrist. We're completely neutral, yeah, but so... Th this, really, this really shows the binds, blinds morality thing here. Because, mm -hmm. like, he's literally conceptualizing it of, well, I don't have to side with them because or agree with them because they're my political opponents. Even if the people that you disagree with on politics about everything have a take that you agree with, even if you don't agree with why they have the take, they can have the take for a terrible reason. That doesn't mean they're wrong. It doesn't mean you should have the opposite take. You could totally say, listen, you know, I I, you know, think that uh Dove maybe is doing this fat acceptance things for completely cynical reason, right? But that doesn't mean that he has to necessarily be in favor or against it. Or he could say, I don't agree with think before he sleeps politics. But that doesn't mean that being fat is healthy and that we should accept it. 
Like this yeah, why is the NPC he, brain right here. Instead of responding to him saying you're wrong about everything, why don't you respond and say, look, wouldn't it be great if we had some government regulation to do with this? I mean, you've already agreed that it's bad. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I don't know if think before you sleep is a free market. Yeah, I don't know if politics enough to comment one or the other, but he might just come out and say, Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's have right. some regulation. Wasn't yeah. it funny when you looked up that wrong study? <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Noah Samson will forever be the wrong study guy to me. <laughs> oh god. Concerned to wrong. continue their political project of decrying degeneracy in media. Fat people are real. <laughs> this is like degeneracy in media. Yeah, but he doesn't even know why the shaming exists. Well, but, okay, I'm gonna tell you. Here's the real black pill, Noah. Because uh -huh. I know you're, I know you're listening. Uh, and for everyone else that's listening, <laughs> no way. There, okay, most people don't actually care about things for the right reasons they care about things for the wrong reasons okay? of course That's just the reality of the situation it's so sad, it doesn't matter it do yeah it doesn't matter why someone cares about whatever reason what their motivation for caring about it is you can talk about it you can bring it up but you actually have to address whatever it is the thing that they're talking about whether it's real or not yeah this is why so many political movements they're like they take an advantage when they have the opportunity you know, something happens and all of a sudden they're like, wow, people care about this now. We've been trying to get movement on this legislation for decades. Yes. Yes. That's why I always said there's all these people that are pushing all these political causes uh, all the time. Of course. It's yeah. not It's not like they're suddenly like, well, but now nobody the, cares. Yeah, now in the year 2023, I've just changed my mind. It's like, no, 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 no. There's this, they've always been pushing this issue for 30 years, 40 right. years, 50 years. It's just now... The time is ripe that people care about it for whatever reason. And so they're finally, finally, their broken clock. They've been banging away at this broken clock for their entire mm -hmm. life. And finally, just mm -hmm. by chance, they're correct at this one moment. Yeah. And that's we want true. People to, ben and Jerry's is like, we want everyone to be fat and unhealthy. Yeah. Now's our chance. Right. People care about this. Right. Uh, they exist and their inclusion in media should not in my opinion hinge on whether or not that fat person is running on a treadmill and eating celery limiting their representation as some roundabout individualistic way of getting them to lose weight is insane uh, full stop that's not why they're limiting their representation yeah it's insane even though he promoted a study that showed that it wasn't insane but you know whatever <laughs> it's fine Noah, why do you think we limit the representation of Nazis in media as the hero? Why do you think we do that, Noah? Social contagion is <laughs> just a conspiracy, Adam. If we had Nazi heroes in media, that wouldn't make more people Nazis, obviously. Why do, why do you think that we don't make movies where we try to make people empathize with literal Nazis? That's the, <laughs> that's the great question you can ask whenever we talk to these people about... <laughs> Um, the social contagion for dysphoria or for fat acceptance, you'd say like, oh, well, you know, should we have movies where Nazis are portrayed as, you know, the heroes? Sympathetic. Yeah, exactly. Right. Why, why do we limit their representation in movies and media and stuff like that? Because right. we don't want people to be Nazis, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like, it's so easy. Right. It's so easy, Sitch. Look, that's why they limit representation for 
fatzos. But people to, they don't want people to be fat and unhealthy. But let me counter. Mm-hmm. Okay. There were Nazis in America. There still are Nazis in America, even though there's not media and movies portraying Nazis positively. Which means, ergo ad facto, <laughs> to in benitum, vis-a-vis, that means that if you had positive representation of Nazis in media, that would have no effect on creating more Nazis. Disagree. I mean, I strong disagree on that, Noah. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious you would have more Nazis. And, obviously... It's working out great for Ben and Jerry's. They're happy. Oh, because right. video games and media aren't and shouldn't be instruction manuals on how to live your life. So, to conclude... <laughs> then what? Look, that completely throws away. Why are we even talking about this, then? Why do you need representation in games? Look, he completely undermines his entire argument with the last thing he said there. God, how is he so dumb? Oh, my God. Video games aren't a manual for how to live your life. I guess we don't so need it. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what happens in the video game. It'd be a blue dragon for all I care. <laughs> Inclusivity is so, and representation is so important in video games. But right. also, listen, who cares about any of this stuff? Video games <laughs> should be how you live your life. I'm losing the argument. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh my God. Why even make these videos? Because I mean, this video has a crap. Oh, I know. Yeah. Look, his audience. Okay, this video has four hundred thousand views. His audience is is literally brain dead. Do you think they're watching the video just because they like Noah Sampson, or of course, like they like his pedo mustache? What is it about this? I could. Or do you think they like the advocacy? They okay. They like the advocacy. This is right. how this is the sad, the other sad black pill. A lot of black pills today. Okay. The sad black pill is that a lot of people that consume political content are all retarded. Not our audience. Our audience is made of big brain geniuses. Thank mm-hmm. you for supporting us. But everyone else's audience are all made of stupid baby brained retards who only want to see someone in their echo chamber regurgitate whatever they moral system they want a virtue signal. Right. It's like and, a religion. They just, right. They're preaching to the choir. And so all you have to do is make like, n- like not even a coherent. You just have to make some barely coherent argument where you pwn someone in a dismissive way with a dismissive tone of voice. You get to go, look at me. I look like a Zoomer kid. I'm going to destroy you with facts and logic with my mm-hmm. dismissive tone of voice. And then I do it calmly. I must be right. And the audience just assumes that that that's what happened because they don't understand the action. They're not smart enough to understand the actual arguments that are being you know right. talked about back it's and pure forth. Tribalism. Right. And they're not curious enough to go and listen to the actual source material and say, hmm, well, wait a minute. Actually, this doesn't, you know, it kind of got not Noah got kind of totally annihilated from orbit by uh, think before you sleep and didn't really address anything. Right. But is Think Before You Sleep's audience smarter, or are they just... Why do they listen to him? Obviously, well, both both these guys are making huge views off of these videos. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. Think Before You Sleep was a giant channel, too. So. Yep. 
Well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, when Think Before You Sleep's audience agrees with my positions, they're all intelligent geniuses. But if they ever disagree, hypothetically, because I don't know, they ever were to disagree with anything I said, that's when, like, that just must be their tribalism at play. Yeah, this is just extreme cult-like behavior. They have a cult of progressivism that they're just basically, there's a list of things to believe. And if you believe those things and just, you can make arguments as long as those arguments are in favor of those those things, those cult axioms, then it doesn't matter if the arguments are good or bad because the right. axioms are already true by just being, being declared. Yeah. Right. Food here, so, yeah, you would think before you sleep that I failed to make my case about body positive media helping people lose weight. But my clarification here today is that I shouldn't have to because it doesn't need to. Media doesn't need to be helping people lose weight all the time. Just media like this can and should exist on its own. And proving that shouldn't require that some weight loss contingency be implemented. Uh, You know, it's silly. Chill out, everybody. Leave fucking fat people alone, damn. So now, I mean, that was just complete incoherent babble. Yeah. That was just him saying nanny nanny boo boo. Yeah, what the hell was that? I don't even have to address it. Yeah. Look, this is a cliffhanger. I want to know. What's going on here? Right. I feel like people are being duped. True. Okay, let me read some super yeah. chats. Um, still got a lot more video to get through. Okay. okay. I'm cool. I'm chill. How about you? Good. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I thought you might be getting spoiled by these two-hour streams. A little bit, but I'm okay. Guys, we've done some two-hour streams. You should check them out. You should. Well, if you have time. I know we have. Obviously, people are like, you guys are producing so much content now. I know. What a shock. Well, no, we, we've got a lot of new viewers that are just, they don't want to view the long streams. So I, I feel like we're building a completely new audience on the shorter streams. There's been a number of people who've commented really? that said thank you for, yeah. I can't watch a 10-hour stream. I can't even contemplate clicking on a 10-hour stream. Right, right. Thank you for doing these short streams, yeah. Well, we'll never, so if anyone's where we're, we're not going to stop doing these. Yeah, we're not so. going to stop. The Sunday show is like our, main what do you thing. call that? Yeah. Yeah. Our main property. Our main brand. Right. Yes. Right. You get harmonica on Sunday, and then during the rest of the week, you just got to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, I assume even I assume that there are people that will watch our short streams, our shorter, I should say, because they're still like two hours, our two-hour streams during the week that would not watch the Sunday eight-hour, ten-hour stream. But I would assume most people that will watch the Sunday stream would watch the shorter two-hour stream. The, it, there is some people that are like, I don't have time for all, all the content. So they're picking well, and true. choosing. But that's okay. a good thing because, you know, we do a stream on something that you're not interested in. You're like, yeah, I can pass on that one. Don't, no, 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 no. Don't listen to that. You have to watch all of our content. You have to like all of our content. You have to leave look a positive at, comment. You have to hit the bell. You have to become a member and you have to donate a super chat. That's the only way to be a true such an Adam fan. Look at this. This guy's starting his own cult over here. The cult of S-Class. No, come on. At this, I would encourage you to like the cult of free will. What do you mean? I would encourage you to have a, a life in addition to the Sitchin Adam. No, 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 this guy. 
Okay. Twitter sucks for $20. Thank you, Twitter sucks. Twitter sucks says, see, this is what questionable mods are for. True. We know. Yes. Uh, uh, Twitter sucks was using some questionable mods when he was playing World of Warcraft. Hmm. Well, modifications, not mods. Like uh, nudie mods for characters. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. He wants his female torrents to be uh, not have underwear, if you know what I'm saying. I played the na- I played some naked Half Life one time. Wow, with those pointy bits. Yeah, those polygons. Yeah, I'm sure it looked real hot. Half Life One with the. It was Half Life One, yeah, and we <laughs> okay. downloaded just a bunch of different mods, and one was a naked girl, so you could yes. run around with a machine gun as a naked girl. You're like, right. ah, I'm crazy. Look at this. That's right. I'm killing everyone. You no, know, literally looks like fuzzy felt graphics back in those days. Oh yeah. Uh, Mark Twain's Revenge. Thank you so much, Mark Twain's Revenge, for the $100. Thank you so much, our surrogate uncle, Mark Twain's Revenge. says, I sometimes wonder if you guys, like Noah, are just bread tubers to tap into the pool of crazy college-age online leftists that these guys seem to pick up on the regular. Noah can't be the dumb one, right? This has to be about taming strange. It could be. It's all It's all the uh, sneaky sneaky effort, nice, hashtag nice guy strategy, maybe. Maybe it is. Yeah. It. It's always a male feminist. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Jay for $20 says, I need to let my wife know that she hated the 6,000 hours. Oh, my God. That she's put into leg- into a Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom because Link doesn't represent her. True. Oh, yes. Of True. course. Of True. course. True. I mean, the idea that people are looking for. Like, that's high on their list of must-haves in video games. Representation. Laughable. Mm-hmm. That's right. Laughable. But I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm stomping around in my mech suit, shooting lasers at goblins, throwing little four spirits off cliffs because they annoy me. I'm thinking, if only I wasn't this little blonde elf character that looks nothing like me, then I would be having real fun. If I was a shadow man in a suit, then I'd be having real fun. Okay, let me tell you. Uh, PC for $20 says, if Dove wants more representation in games, why make a commercial? If the general population feels underrepresented, they don't need Dove to tell them. Why not work directly with a company to make a game and see people like it? Because that would cost a lot more money and wouldn't be as good a virtue signal PC because they would make a product and no one would buy it. And yeah. have fat lady space marine fights demon game and nobody wants it because it's garbage. This is kind of a risk campaign anyway. I don't know. I mean, you don't necessarily know how the response is going to be. The response was obviously horrible to this idea. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine dropping a oh, $5 million advertising budget on something like this. Right. It seemed very shoestring to me. Uh, Casey Anderson for $20 says, thank you. Says, you should see if you can get Think Before You Sleep on. I really like his videos. They're very, quote, enlightened centrist and different from a lot of other creators in that he typically ends on a positive self-help type note. Oh, yeah, maybe. Okay, cool. I was actually not really familiar with his content before I watched those. So, and was, I mean, he's his videos on this were very good, so. Yeah, he seems cool. <laughs> J-Mac, our surrogate father, for $20 says... She removed her armor and increased her hitbox. 
This chick is definitely not a gamer. That's a great point. That is a fantastic point. No gamer would want to increase their hitbox like that with all that fat rolls. Of course, yeah. Look. That's true. Look at this big juicy target over here. I know. Uh, Twitter socks for another $20. Thank you, Twitter socks. Says, quote, where in this ad is there some push to get you to buy junk food? I don't know, Noah. <laughs> right next to the bullshit backstory you literally invented for why she doesn't want to wear her armor. <laughs> it's true. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Twitter socks for another $20. Our circuit god uncle Twitter socks says, Adam literally hit the nail on the head about the cigarette companies. Uh, Edward Bernays' plan was to use the suffragette movement as a backdrop to normalize women being the same as men really wow okay okay yeah this is good like the devious marketer in me right is kind of impressed here and the fact that it completely went over noah's head that makes me think okay this will work <laughs> right uh j mac our circuit fought for the 50 dollars. thank you j mac Says, as a super health nut, an absolute food Nazi, I could not disagree with you more, Sage. <laughs> Other than nutritional transparency and consumer protections, I don't think the government should stick their grubby hands in any business's cookie jar. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, I fe- if people knew, if I felt confident that the average person understood that the food was literally tricking you and had like some sort of chemical process to trick you, and everyone knew that that was like a common knowledge thing. Then, yeah, I mean, sure. I would prefer if, because I understand that to legally regulate this would be very difficult because when you have a legal regulation, it's like, where, where is the line exactly? Because you need to be very specific. Where I agree it would be better that this would be a cultural, something culturally restrictive. Like people would just shame these companies for being this unhealthy culturally. So... Yeah, I do. I mean, the nutritional transparency is super important. So glad right. you're in favor of that. I think I don't. I read something that they were allowed to to list high fructose corn syrup now as simply sugar on labels. Really? Yeah, That's I don't know bad. if it passed, but I think there was like a bill to try to do that, and I was thinking, mm-hmm. you mother efforts. <laughs> yeah. For real? I mean, I've For seen real? lots of compelling evidence that part of the reason that people are getting so fat in America is sugar and is high fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup is the worst, though. That's the thing right. that you should avoid, like the plague. Right. But if they're, if people, if the market responds, they understand high fructose corn syrup is like cancer. And they start right. reading labels and they're like, look, I want real sugar in my stuff. Yeah, but and like, then they fix it by just making that so they can say high fructose corn syrup is sugar. That's I don't, so dishonest. If if you're if you're drinking a soda that's got like fifty grams of high fructose corn syrup or fifty grams of cane sugar, and like I don't know if that makes a difference. I think it does actually. Okay. Uh, Steve Preston for ten dollars says, "True story. Ben Burgess was my professor for one day a few years ago." I told him I saw him on your show the first time. <laughs> really? And he seemed uncomfortable but polite. And I dropped the class the next day. Wow. That's wow. pretty funny. Yeah, we talked to Ben on Tuesday, last Tuesday. So that's very funny. 
Uh, Val Van Gogh for $20 says, I wonder if the heart science fans of Kurtzagat know about their recent right-wing inculcation, et cetera. Uh, example, Chaz as a cancer metaphor, anti-democratic anti-democratic IP advocacy, lab leak theory, receptivity, and policy based on galactic might makes right. I got to mm-hmm. check out. I haven't watched Kurt, Kurtzagat in a while, and there was one video I really wanted to watch of theirs. So. Especially if they have a heart, a heart video. So. Ostracy, thanks so much, Ostracy, for the $100. Thank you. Says I'm a couple hours behind, but thanks for answering my DM, Sitch. You're welcome. Also, Adam, I sent you a DM of MMT-related questions. I don't know if they would really work for the MMT call-in, but there are things I am always thinking about during MMT streams. Yeah, I mean, maybe Ostracy can come on for an MMT stream. Sure. So, I, I'm... Not sure that I saw your DM, but I'll look for it. Uh, Casey Anderson for $20 says, Dr. F- uh, Fatima Coda Stanford, a Biden appointee on a panel for the two hundred for the 2025 Dietary Guidelines, claims if you're born to, quote, parents that have obesity, diet, exercise, stress, and sleep management won't help, has pharma connections. Is this true? Oh, my God. I got to look into this. That's insane if that's true. Jeez. I hope that's not true. Uh, Shikari Lito for $20 says, Gaming politics. Wow, now we're talking. Good to see you guys again. Been a while. Another YouTuber with a pedal mustache. Why? <laughs> AT Rain Supreme. Nice. There you go. Um, Vishnu Akar, Achar for $20. Thank you. Says, Hey, such an Adam. S class is the best class. But anyways, I just saw Destiny's review of the H3H3 debate with producer Dan on capitalism. Seeing Ethan stumble into the perfect question over and over again was great. Watch it. Yeah, we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch that during the week at some point. The um, maybe on Tuesday or Wednesday. Not Tuesday. On Wednesday or Thursday or something. Is um, it is a great. It is a great conversation. We might be able to watch it on Tuesday. I don't have a guest lined up for this oh, Tuesday. Well, yeah. then we'll just watch on Tuesday. Then there you go. Uh, Doctor Fire. Dr. Hey, we are, we are, I don't know if you guys like uh, your movie sucks, but we're talking to him in uh, October, I believe. Nice. So he's we, anything on. specific? No, no. But I mean, you saw him on EFAP, right? Uh, yeah. He was, he was critical of critical drinkers though. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about that stuff. Critical drinker. Yeah. Should be fun, but I like his video. So we'll okay. check it out. Nice. Uh, Dr. Five for 20 Canadian says, not necessarily against watching a 12-hour live stream, and I do on occasion, but damn, boys, it's Sunday and I have to work. Sometimes I only can catch a couple hours, fall asleep, and just watch the other portions later or in clips. Well, no problem. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the super chat. Yeah, we love you. Okay. So Sammy sent me a DM, Sammy G, our resident degenerate Mm -hmm. artist and author, also nutritionist. Nutritionist. Yes, and also nutritionist. Non-degenerate nutritionist. Yes. She saves all the degeneracy for the arts, but not for the nutrition. Uh, says, it regarding the why the, the potato chips, like you don't feel satiated. She said, it's the insulin. The reason you eat a chip and have to eat more despite not actually being hungry, that's a blood sugar insulin response to the food you ate. The whole after a few minutes, I'm full and don't need more. That's because the sugar insulin isn't bouncing around in the bloodstream anymore. It went to wherever it was needed and used. Insulin is also the hunger hormone. That's the biochemical simplification. 
gut bacteria can also signal the brain to eat certain foods. That's a whole another biological trigger, biochemical trigger. And then the brain creates neural pathways when you feel a certain way when you eat X foods with sugar and salt, which causes happier feelings than broccoli. This develops into learned behavior, another chemical to fight. Three chemical areas are screwing with you to eat chips. Free will be damned. Protein and fiber foods don't trigger this response, hence why you feel more full eating those foods versus the empty calorie foods like chips. This is why weight loss foods have high protein in, the, in it these days. They're just turning off the hunger trigger. Well, there you go. Cool. If you're trying to lose weight, uh, eat high protein, high fiber foods, and you'll feel more satiated. Is it turning off? It's turning on the hunger trigger, right? No, no. Protein That's what keeps and, you eating. No, protein oh, okay. and fiber and high fiber foods turn off your. Oh, hunger okay, trigger. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But eating all that salty—that's what you, want. That's what you want to have. Yes, that's what you want to have. Eating all that salty, sugar, empty calorie foods uh, keep your hunger trigger on. So it'll just keep eating more and more. Sweet. Uh, Doctor Ditterl also just sent me. He looked up this lady, the Fatima. I keep I keep leaving her name. I wanted to say Fanta. <laughs> I reached the, out to her. She's great. The uh, Fanta Cody Stanford. You didn't read out. You didn't reach out to her because this is the like the health department lady for the Biden administration. Oh, okay. Um, he sent me a picture. This is from her Wikipedia. It says Stanford's research focuses on the utilization of anti-obesity pharma pharma I can't say that word after after some kind of surgery and outcomes in utility of the surgery. Uh, she also conducted interviews with the New York Times, US Today, NPR, blah, 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 blah. On January 1st, 2023, Stanford appeared on a 60 Minutes interview with Leslie Stahl, stating obesity is a chronic gender neurological disease and that there is a physician bias against those with excessive weight. She urged patients to, quote, throw willpower out the window since obesity is determined largely by genetics and weight set point, regardless of willpower, diet, and exercise. Well, that sounds awful. Okay. And stupid and wrong. Okay. Hmm. Well, let's continue. Okay. So we are back at. So let's finish the Woke first leftist video. echo chamber. Go back. We're going to finish the first video. Hey, hey, everybody. What's up? We're almost done. We're at 17 minutes and 45 seconds. The final point I want to talk about today concerns the idea of sexualization. Think Before You Sleep doesn't like it when characters in games are wrongfully labeled as sexualized. Había dos personajes, mujeres, nada más. Los dos eran dos personajes super sexualizados. Y nada, eran las dos opciones que tenía para, para elegir. Sorry, for some reason they had her speak Spanish, even though she can speak English. But she said two female characters from a game that they never identified were over-sexualized. Whatever that means, because they'll call Laura Croft hypersexualized for just standing there and doing nothing sexual. So he doesn't think that Lara here is being sexualized. Laura? Why Lara, do they keep doing Lara, that? But I thought it was Laura. I don't know. His reasoning for that is that she's just standing there. Okay, so first off, does he think that a character needs to be butt naked and doing the splits in order to be sexualized? There are other factors <laughs> that go into this definition. You can say butt naked doing the splits, but you can't say sexualized? What's going on here? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, the algorithm makes no sense. Okay. But naked, doing the splits. Right. 
sex hmm. beyond what a character is doing. In the case here, Laura is wearing short shorts and a tight crop top, revealing her legs and midriff. 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 Pancake flat midriff. Laura is a character who shoots people and runs through the woods and shit. This outfit is clearly impractical for that purpose, but she's wearing it because she is being sexy. The main thing with this example, though, is that Laura's body has proportions that are unrealistic in comparison with the vast majority of people. These proportions are considered sexually attractive and are- Okay, so, I do agree that uh, Laura Croft and many other female characters in video games are dressed in very sexy ways to show off their sexy bodies. Right, provocatively. Yes. Yes. And there's and? absolutely nothing wrong with that <laughs> at all. Of course. Sex sells, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You have to actually show why that's bad. Right. Now, I don't buy, and you're going to have to show this is the thing. If you want to make this argument, this whole, oh my God, men are going to look at. Laura Croft, and they're going to treat her like a sexual object, and therefore they're going to treat women in the real world like a sexual object. Or, oh my god, all these girls are going to pick up the Tomb Raider game, and they're going to play it, and they're going to say, I can never have my tits be this pointy as Polygon-era PS1 Laura Croft. My entire worldview is shattered. I have fallen into a depression that I can never look like Laura Croft. Sorry. I don't believe it. I mean, I there it. is some jealousy that goes on there. Sure. Yeah, but as you said, I think it's, it's people's girlfriends, not the people playing the game. Yeah, totally. Well, that's the situation. Right. They're like, look, I don't want this in my in my game. Sure. I mean, how many... And let's be real. When Tomb Raider was made, it was a game made for young boys to play, obviously. Yeah. And so they made some oh, hot... Laura. Right. They made some hot bombshell lady for boys to ogle as they were playing the game. Just as there's a million and billion of these uh, dating sim games with all these beautiful looking anime boy characters that are all there for women to ogle when they play their dating sim games. And no one's complaining about that. No one is saying, wow, all these insanely attractive anime boys or insanely buff, you know, anime dad boys have bodies which most men don't have and will never have and no one is complaining about this ever at any point in time it's totally fine people can play games that have attractive people in them that they can fantasize about it's not a problem just get over it get over it yeah it's such, it's so weird it's like such a prudish culture yes most most cities have like a a local pool in los angeles we have beaches and stuff like that like mm -hmm. there's people running all over in bikinis and stuff. It's not right. Like I, we don't have like the, the burka culture here. So I yes. just, I don't get it. It's like, you can see this in regular everyday life, but right. you can't have it in a video game. But this is why, I mean, so they're not naked. Right. But this is why it's so stupid. Cause it's like, you know, again, as I said, I agree with the critique that you shouldn't have women who are just sex objects in games. Like if every video game was just, you know, the woman gets captured and the man has to save her, I'm like, okay, like that is probably not great for young girls in our society. If, th if that's the message you're telling them, you're telling them something not about the way they look, but about their character. But all they can do is be damsels in distress, fine. But 
the problem is like, okay, well, we don't live in that world anymore. We haven't lived in that world for quite some time. There's a million women who are all super kick-ass superheroes in all these movies and all these games, but now though they're not allowed to look attractive either. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. It's like they can be just as kick-ass as the men, but they're not allowed to be attractive or sexy. They have to be ugly, they flat be chest. Ugly. They have to basically right. look like the guys. <laughs> yeah. Even though all the guys that were all super hyper competent, super kick-ass guys, all generally looked conventionally attractive and, and you know, reasonably buff. That was never a problem. But for some reason, for girls, it's a problem. Okay. The male characters all look like men. Yes. And the female characters all look like boys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, there's going to be a certain subset of the population that's really into that. <laughs> I know. What's going on here? You guys are catering to the wrong audience. Are thus created by you know and it's funny too because so they had the picture uh, it's at the top it says uh here's what our most memorable female video game characters look like as average women in the top uh of it we have riku from final fantasy 10 2 which it's so funny because i think i talked about this briefly with aiden when she was on one of these times and final fantasy so riku is a character who you can't really tell because it's blurry but she wears like very she's wearing like basically a bikini and kind of a skimpy outfit and in final fantasy one like there are sexual characters that are like very heavily sexualized in it but in final fantasy 2 the characters are all even more sexualized because a big part of the game is about the way you gain powers is by changing outfits and changing your clothes and girls like that game so much more than the first one <laughs> Because it's all about changing clothes. Girls love outfits. Yes. Even though they're all changing into skimpy, sexy outfits. And there were characters in Final Fantasy X2 that are sexualized way more than they ever were in the first one. They love that game more because they all like the sexy outfits characters that they all get to change into. So I don't buy... This whole concept is utterly bullshit. My wife just yelled out from the other room. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Why is it that? Well, okay, I'll save that for for later. By the developers with the intent of appealing to the male gamer gaze. Those are the arguments in favor of the idea that this character is being sexualized. Okay, so now let's roll the next clip uh, of this guy. What this guy's saying. But I get it. Video games sexualize women way too much. Let's see how Dove intends to remedy this problem. Well, that's one way to start. We have a woman here who was fully covered up, who then changed into something that was more revealing. She basically is in the same outfit that Laura Croft was in. So he takes Dove to task here for sexualizing this character, Cynthia, because she's showing more skin immediately after crying about how this isn't sexualized. Do you notice anything here about anything related to skin? Um, she's showing it, a, a bunch of it. His definition of sexualization here has changed. To him, this is sexualized but this isn't Look, okay why is he such a dumbass man it's like so idiotic this is performative stupidity like but it's so, does he yeah. understand the character design aspect of this no it's like so thing before you sleep says you know is he questions the aspect of you know is laura croft sexual for just what she's wearing right and he says no and you could disagree with that and that's fine but then he says well using that criteria 
how do you not also levy this at Dove? And then and then Noah, big brain Noah here says, wait a minute. You're adopting their framing to show that they're being hypocritical. That means you're changing your definition. You're the hypocrite. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah, it's annoying. Like I don't, Noah is really dumb. Or he's just so he's just so NPC brained about politics. He cannot perceive reality at all. He lives in this perpetual baby bubble of understanding. Yeah. Or he's just lying. I mean, it could be that because obviously he lied repeatedly in his response video. So to hide right. up the fact that he got everything incorrect. And he admitted he knew he got everything incorrect. So, you know, he's lying. Right. Look, all she's doing is sitting there. Or just standing there and doing nothing sexual. That doesn't make any sense. It does, though, when you realize that his definition is entirely dependent on whether or not it helps his argument. A major... <laughs> the <laughs> irony... It's a pause for the irony there one. Pour one out for the irony on the floor. Okay. I mean, at least he's not Googling studies just to make his <laughs> argument. The major theme of this ad is that Cynthia is closer to this body type, but is required to wear armor that squeezes her into this body type. The armor is the sexualized one, dude. Please, I beg of you, go take a media literacy course. There's another pause wow. for the irony here. Mr. Right. Mister, how does this video uh, promote people to eat unhealthy foods? Because he's not actually eating anything unhealthy in the video. Right. Please take a media literacy course. A media literacy course would solve all of this problem. Yes. Yeah. Now, it's got to be One a critical those... media literacy course. You understand? I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. I was thinking media literacy, man. How right. woke is that class these yes. days? My God. Okay, the last part with this is real weird, so go ahead and strap uh -oh. in. It concerns the framing of one of the shots from the animation, and Think Before You Sleep has certain feelings about this shot. Let's see what's next. So now we have a bent over ass shot that is center of the frame that adds nothing to the story. They went full-on anime camera angles, and somehow they're going to claim that it's not an attempt that's sexualizing the character. Buddy, buddy, you're real worked up. You gotta relax. When Think Before You Sleep sees this shot here, to him, it's the same as this shot here. Now, do we notice anything different about these two shots? I do. Well, what this is, is it? blurry. But uh, <laughs> one is an attractive anime girl, and one is an unattractive fat girl. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Oh. Right, it's you're saying it's a character design. That's well, that's the difference. I see. Right. I'm sure that's what Noah's going to say. Right. I mean, if you're using, you can't really say it's a character design if you're actually using an actor or actress. I guess you could because you cast whatever actress you yeah, want. Yeah, of course. Yeah. To design the character, right? With, so, but yeah. Well, the anime is just one thing. It's someone's butt, it's a low angle of a skirt, and it's, a, you know, very sexualized. That's all that's in the frame. But the shot of Cynthia has other information in it. Media literacy. <laughs> Wait a minute. The, the Media other shot, literacy. I mean, listen, if, if, the, if the argument we're going to make is, but there's, there's some other posters. visual things in the frame here, okay? Like, it's like, well, wait a minute. In the anime shot, Adam, I don't know if you saw this, there's cherry blossoms. There is. And, it and looks... there's some guy's legs. I'm assuming that's what those are. That's not a, uh, that's not a 
chair she's about to turn around and sit in? I think she fell in someone's lap. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. And it's supposed to be his point of view, like looking up at her, like, oh my God, this hot lady. Oh, she's, oh, she's facing the other way. He's... Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, interesting. So I guess because there's other things in the frame, that means she's not sexualized? Is Media literacy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, just listen, those cherry blossoms, let me show you. Those cherry blossoms represent, you know, like the purity of spring. Why Why is pink. the blur out, like way outside on the cherry blossoms? What's going on up there? Because whoever blurred this did a very lazy, lazy job is the answer to the question. Huh. The skirt, okay. and it's, a you know, very that's all that's in the frame but the shot of cynthia has other information in it namely it shows her standing between two posters of herself in the armor now this is up for interpretation of course but my reading of it is that she's constrained and sandwiched in the frame between these posters just like the armor constrains and sandwiches her body and so when she leaves she's breaking away from it or something head cannon i always love it always love a good head cannon <laughs> But even if Think Before You Sleep wanted to have an accurate reading of this shot, he wouldn't be able to. Because when he looks at this... Okay, so Noah's argument is she's not being sexualized because on either side of her are these two posters. And it's supposed to be like she's being pushed between them the way that she's being pushed between her armor. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let me just accept... I will accept that that was the intention of of having those posters being the shot. Okay, I'll accept that 100%. I will not accept that. I will accept it 100%. I think that's probably true. I think that's probably true. What's going on with the, okay. the chalice of Christ over there? Right. What's going well, on with the, the Holy Grail? Yeah, we got the Holy Grail. You got a chest full of gold for some reason. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on in this shot. Okay. <laughs> okay. If I accept Noah's interpretation, that doesn't explain why you would have a low angle ass shot of the character looking at themselves in the mirror at all why would right. you not have a flat straight on angle at waist level with this at the same at the same distance away so you could see both posters and then you would actually get more information because you would see their face as they're looking at themselves in the mirror and you could even have them maybe looking at the posters out of the side of their eye, right? Oh, yeah, that's great. What is the point? And this is why, like, Mr. Media Literacy here is a total dumb fuck, okay? Right. It was a decision to have a low-angle ass shot for this character. They right. could have they 100% accomplished everything Noah said without having a low-angle ass shot at all. Right. So I would stipulate... That no, it is. I think the reason they did this low, this low angle ass shot is exactly because it's supposed to be this idea of normally this would be a sexualized angle for an attractive female character, but since she's not the body type you like, it's not sexual to you, the viewer, and you are supposed to think about these things as you're looking at this shot. Right. That is the point of the shot. And she even, I don't know if he plays again, in the shot, she even shifts her, they they animated it so that she shifts her weight so that you see her ass literally move to draw your attention. It's the only thing that moves in the shot is her ass. Yeah. 
So I'm sorry, Noah, that you fail even the most basic, basic media literacy to even think in a, in a shot where nothing moves and the one thing moves in the shot is where you're supposed to draw your gaze. Do you think they're trying to make her sexy in this shot? You think that's no? What's I think going it's it, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like a critique. If this was a person of conventional attractiveness, this would be the cheesecake shot, right? Of their nice ass. The camera just for no reason panned onto their ass just so you could see it. But right. since she's not, and since she's fat and not attractive, it's like it's supposed to make you think about those things and think, well, right. why? You know, why is the camera like? looking at her ass in this way when i don't right. necessarily enjoy what i'm looking at it's supposed to make you uncomfortable yes subvert your expectations yes okay i like it shot all he sees is this he's so worked up about seeing a woman from behind that his brain fails to render the rest of the frame causing him to miss some key information oh, that would ridiculous. help him interpret this image more accurately he he he, he only ridiculous. he only sees the giant ass that's literally in the direct middle of the frame. The only thing that even moves in the frame that's obviously meant to draw your attention. That's all he could see. That's all he could see. I what an idiot! <laughs> it's just so weak, weak sauce. He blames Dove for this somehow, which is amazing. But it's also a great example of how sex works. He watched the ad and got to this frame, and instead of taking it all in and looking at it objectively, he looks right at Cynthia's ass and doesn't see anything else. Truly just wild stuff, and a pretty interesting example of a self-report. You gotta calm down when you're making videos, you gotta go outside, take a walk, come back in when you're ready. Okay, so- This is classic, like, leftist, woke, you know, dumb tactic, you know, 101. You point out something that you don't like that they're doing, and they say, what, what, that wasn't the point. You're the one fixating on it. This must be a self-report for you. Yeah. Yeah. I've had this trick played on me before. It's yes. not fun. Why do you care so much? You mm -hmm. know, why do you care so much about children that yeah. are uh, transitioning? You must be into children's genitals or something. You're some kind of <laughs> sick pervert. Like, like what you're the one telling kids to do this what are you talking about yeah. so those are all the arguments i wanted to look at today in the video let me know what you thought of this you know i had fun looking at these and breaking them down think before you sleep has already said he doesn't want to respond to my videos and that's totally fine i'm allowed to do this because i'm the smaller creator so i'm not you know dogpiling a little guy i'm just clout sharking and that's good there you go okay true so what? okay so that's well, noah's dumb video i'm not sure i buy into all that media literacy garbage you don't you don't buy into well just i mean media i literacy ad. look just, i understand just take some media literacy okay. i just i understand that directors a big reason why yeah you know they're trying to put little hints of what you're supposed to think in the shot right but you know me look if you're not hit over the head with it it don't matter <laughs> sure Half the half the kids in the movie theater are texting at the same time they're watching your movie. Yes. So this whole idea that the we're going to put the posters on the wall and it's going to be, you know, her existential crisis, like I don't buy any of that shit. Right. I think Noah's pulling that completely out of his behind and it's completely meaningless. <clears throat> I feel yeah. like they're mm -hmm. they're like um I mean, why didn't they why didn't they get in there for a close up if they really wanted to make you uncomfortable? Or why didn't they just 
I mean, you can make the argument, say, if they want to make, if well, part of it's like you don't know how good the filmmakers are. They could just be really terrible. Because you could say, if they yeah. want to do the point that Noah brought up, they it should have been a, it should have started, now obviously the budget constraints here, but it should have started as a wide shot from, from that wide back, but not at her ass. slowly pan in yeah. on her ass. No, and no, then... no. It should, it should have been a wide shot from behind, but at waist height. And it's her looking in the mirror. And then you see she looks at the poster and then there's like the cutaway shot of the posters on each side of her. And then it cuts right. back to her, right? That would be the, to tell that information, to make that information right. more to make it completely to clear. Yeah. Right. Um, so sure. But my point was that even if we accept Noah's argument for that's what the, the filmmakers are trying to do, that doesn't explain why they have a low angle ass shot at all, where her ass is directly in the middle of the frame. When they could right. have very easily accomplished exactly what Noah was saying without doing that, her lo the low angle ass shot is irrelevant and unnecessary to what Noah was claiming the shot is trying to do. Yep, that I accept. Right, but Noah's an idiot, and so he doesn't understand that when he makes this argument. Well, and it's just arrogant to say, "Look, if you had a yep. media training class, oh, media literacy. Whoa. If you had a if you had a media literacy class, you would know this stuff. Look, if you had a media literacy class, and the professor said, "Look at this shot. Give me your feedback on it," you'd have thirty different responses. Right. Like, there's no correct answer to that question. Right. That's why. Look, I just I don't. I I love art and I understand the subjectiveness of it and I understand there's like there are certain certain ideas that are kind of objective but it's just ridiculous to think you could use that frame in some media literacy class and everyone would know oh look here's the answer right as is necessary. This video from Think Before You Sleep has four main arguments. We're going to go through each of them, but before we do, I want to start off with a smaller point concerning the term woke. I think this will be helpful to frame what this channel is sort of all about. After that, we'll get into the meat and the potatoes and the broccoli and sour cream for the rest of it. But for now, let's go. Okay, let's go. Oh, yes. Yeah, this is so happy right now. I know. Woke equals communism. So in my first video, I made a sarcastic remark about the vacuous nature of the term woke as it is used by conservatives. What does wokeness mean in this case? Well, we're going to find out, I'm sure. When conservatives attempt defining that term, the definitions they give are almost always incoherent and contradictory. Think Before You Sleep, though, was kind enough to provide a very simple, direct definition for us. One that I thought was interesting, so let's hear it now. Roll the clip. Well, we're going to find out, I'm sure. Communism. Woke means communism. Now the bread tubers love to say, that's not what that term means. It used to mean something else as some sort of gotcha on the anti-woke crowd, but words change meaning all the time. And it was the communists who were using the term woke and thus, that's what the word means now. Okay, so the first question to ask here is that if the Dove ad is woke, according to him, that means that it's communist. Where is the communism in that ad? How exactly is it communist? What are you talking about? This point goes totally unexplained other than him talking about who used the term initially, which is not a definition of that term. Now, with that said, uh, in so I do agree with this critique, even though I do agree that calling woke communism is totally fine. But I would say the issue is that would be the video that, that Noah was responding to was 51 minutes long. To get into a whole thing about why exactly the communists, if we want to call them that, 
would be pushing the fat acceptance movement would tack on, I don't know what, another 15, 20 minutes of the video to an already very extended video. Okay. So, but I want to, before to I respond. Video? To our video? or No, to uh, Think Before You Sleep's video. Right. So but he's got a 50 minute video. He's got a 51 minute video. Right. Noah but, uh, is responding to his original video against the Dove ad. No. Oh. Stop. Okay. What are the we watching we... here, Sitch? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I should have explained this from the beginning. Yeah, well, right. look. The, right. If I don't know, the audience know. doesn't know, obviously. Right. So this video that we're watching right now, this is the second video that Noah's made on the subject. This is his video that's in response to Think Before He Sleeps video. Okay. Okay. So you know how we watched parts of this earlier where he did not, where Think Before You Sleep blew Noah away out of the water by saying the studies you showed were, were A, not the studies that were even being mentioned, and B, actually proved my point. Okay. Right. And we watched Noah not address any of that. Okay. This is the rest. We're going to watch now the rest of Noah's response to Think Before You Sleep. We watched the end of that video. Now we're watching the beginning. Yes. Gotcha. So this is the second video Noah put out. This is his response to Think Before You Sleep's video. Right. In a sense, Think Before You Sleep is not wrong here. To conservatives, the words woke and communist are extremely similar in the way that they are used. These terms mean roughly stuff that I, as a conservative, don't like. Little Joel, the linguistic research channel, uh, his definition is spot on here, I think. As woke meaning just left-leaning politics, liberal stuff. Whoa. Okay, so we responded to this video. Yes, of course. Well, Joel is not very intelligent, so... Well, he um, responded to us. We had like a back and forth over He this. did, and he didn't address anything that we said because he no, is also not. a dishonest, bad faith liar. But like mm -hmm. all these people seem to definitely be. But you know, it's fine. Well, um, I mean, he might be just slow. Or he's just stupid. That's true. He could just be stupid. Um, I don't know, Joel. I can't understand. I can't understand if Joel is just stupid or bad faith. But... So just to be clear, Noah says he agrees with what Joel's about to say, okay? He agrees with this definition. Right. Oak, it means liberal. It means being a, it means being a liberal. It means having liberal politics. No, stop. Progressive stop. politics. Stop. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. You are wrong. I don't know why you're saying this. You are wrong. He is not saying progressive. He's specifically saying liberal. Okay. Okay? I disagree, but go ahead. I know you disagree because you're not an idiot, but Joel... <laughs> And Noah are both stupid. Well, Politics. hold on. It's important because does he, is he stupid and does he mean progressive or does he mean liberal? He's not going to tell you. But we have, look, they're very different things. We can't go forward with a accurate understanding what just, the just, hell he's okay, talking just, about. Just put a pin in that. And okay. Just, just watch. Okay. Woke meaning just left-leaning politics, liberal stuff. Woke, it means liberal. It means being a, it means being a liberal. It means having liberal politics, particularly about race and gay people. It's a, it means liberal. Conservatives' inability to coherently define these terms doesn't make them meaningless, far from it. They can mean anything conservatives want them to, because they are catch-all terms. And how do we know this? Well, just look at all the things that they use woke to describe. Identity politics, climate change, getting vaccinated, political correctness, communism, liberalism, two ideologies that are definitely the same thing. Just ask any communist on Twitter what they think of liberals. They're gonna say a bunch of really nice things. Black. Okay. <laughs> Can we? 
Can we okay. go back to Ben Shapiro's? We can. Suite? You, yeah. yeah. So he literally brings up Joel here and says, I like Joel's definition of woke. And Joel's definition is woke just means liberal. Okay. And 10 seconds later, 10 seconds later, he says, liberals and liberalism is not the same as communism and communists and bread tubers don't like liberals. Okay. Okay. So what is it, Noah? So does that mean that you're anti-woke? Is Noah suddenly anti-woke now because he doesn't like liberals and woke just means liberal? Is that what's going on here? Like, how is Noah so stupid that he plays this clip and then instantly contradicts himself 10 seconds later and doesn't catch this in editing at any maybe, point? Maybe when he hears Big Joel say liberal, he translates it to progressive in his mind. So when he hears Big Joel say liberal, he hears he, progressive. He translates in his mind without telling anyone in the audience. But then when he uses the exact same word 10 seconds later, well, that's difficult. He means to, liberal in a completely different context. That's difficult to square, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I just I just couldn't believe I was watching this. I was like, oh my God. Which is and that was our criticism of Big Joel's video, was how stupid it was, is because obviously wokeness and liberalism or being liberal are not the same. There's obviously a difference that's occurred. I've talked about this. Whenever we ask this question to them, they try to weasel out of it. And that's why I always started to frame it in this very specific way, which is, do you acknowledge that the left, the online left changed in 2014 to 2016 and only the most dishonest people will say no. If, if you imagine that wokeness is about fighting for the rights of the oppressed. Yeah. Doesn't that mean progressive politics? Fighting for the rights of the oppressed? It can be, sure. Yeah, so I Depend just... You're saying, though, like, I, I'm fine using the word progressive in the context that you're using it, and I think that's the way most people use it, but that's, there's not even an agreed-upon definition of what progressive means. Most people have used progressive and liberal interchangeably. We I know. see this all the time, okay? Well, I think they kind of don't. I think they kind of use progressive to mean someone who's like a little bit more to the left than the normal Democrat. I think right. that's how people conceptualize progressive. Right. Even though it means, it probably means something very specific that people are not using, you know, correctly. But you said you want to go back to the Ben Shapiro tweets. So Let's look at all the things that they use woke to describe identity. Wokeness, Ben Shapiro, wokeness claims Western civilization and its institutions were all, and and it <laughs> were and are discriminatory and serve the purposes were. of those in power, typically white, straight men. Okay. Number two, that discrimination is both historic and ongoing and all group disparities are explained by it. Discuss. I mean, those are two claims of two central claims of wokeness. I don't disagree with that. But isn't that. I guess that is different than progressivism, right? Progressivism is kind of fighting for the rights of the underclass. This is making an assertion about the structure of society. I mean, using your definition, yes, that there would be a difference. Um, but the where the like, I guess where the the two shall meet is that essentially, like the way you're describing progressiveness is basically just someone who's motivated primarily by care harm foundation in a way 
that's utilized in terms of oppression versus oppressor. Yeah, that's the way I see it. Right. And so then the explanation as to why that dynamic exists would be what Ben lays out here. Yes, would be the philosophical ex explanation of why that dynamic is occurring. Right. Politics, climate change, getting vaccinated, political correctness, communism, liberalism, two ideologies that are definitely the same thing. Just ask any communist on Twitter what they think of liberals. They're going to say a bunch of really nice things. Black mermaid. So, but he, he's saying that because the guy said wokeness equals communism. Like he's yes. completely constructed this section only to debunk the guy saying wokeness is communism. But he just proved his point, which is why this like makes no sense. This is why no one's right. an idiot. He says, ha 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 ha. He's so dumb. He said wokeness is communism. Right. Here's Big Joel. He actually says what wokeness is. Wokeness is liberals. Right. Oh. But then he's saying well, liberalism and communists hate each other. Right. But that would mean that Noah is anti-woke. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe. I mean. If, if he's saying if Big Joel is saying that woke just means liberal, and then he turns around and says liberals and communists don't like each other, shouldn't he, as a commie, and all the other bread tubes, bread tubers, be anti woke by that chain of logic? Well, I, I don't. He hasn't said specifically if he's like a socialist. He is a socialist. Okay. Well, I haven't heard him say that in this video. I'm not he sure I've heard him say video. that. He is I'm not sure I've heard him say it. Okay, I've, I've heard him say it. He is not okay. in favor of capitalism. All right. Why is he saying... So he, he doesn't like... Liberal correctness, liberalism. communism, yes. liberalism, two ideologies that are definitely the same thing. Just ask any communist on Twitter what they think of liberals. They're going to say a bunch of really nice things. Black Why isn't he including himself in that? Because he's just doing a rhetorical thing. He, okay. If you ask Noah, are you a liberal? He would say no. He is not a okay. liberal. Okay. But so you understand why him, this is why he's an idiot. What he's saying, he's just contradicting himself. And he doesn't even, okay. he contradicts himself within 10 seconds and doesn't even understand it. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's a lot of wiggle room here with the definitions. Mm -hmm. Start it up. Mermaids, uh, black actors in general, really, LGBTQ education, fat people in marketing, and my personal favorite, large corporations. Famously communist capitalist corporations. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that he basically treated this point as self-evidently true, that woke means communist because communists said it once, when anyone outside of these anti-woke echo chambers would know that that is just a very easily disprovable falsehood. But okay. okay. So, so what does, so woke means liberal then? Is that what we're going with? I guess woke means increasing individual rights. Uh, yes, that's what it means. Okay, well, let's go with that then. <laughs> let's move on now to the main points of the video. Here we go. Oh, okay. So he's never—he's not going to actually go into it anymore. Okay. So, wokeness does mean communism. This is right? why I don't. Yeah, this is why I look. I'm. Trying to excise woke from my vocabulary. Okay, Just... it's fine. But you're not going to until there's a replacement term for it. But of course, yeah. yeah. I'll use okay. it for this conversation. But obviously right. these people have no idea what they're talking about. So right. so you so okay. So you can ask the, the question. It's a legitimate question to ask. Say if woke is communism, right? How does that relate to the body positivity, fat 
acceptance movement? That's a fair question to ask. And this would be uh, my explanation for this, or my answer to this question. The entire, if you actually know any of the things that you're talking about, if you actually looked into the Frankfurt School or any of the cultural Marxist theories or any of the cultural theories, critical theories, uh, queer theories, gender studies, you know, third and fourth wave feminism. If you look at any of this stuff, okay, it's yeah. all rooted in anti-liberal principles that stem from taking socialism and playing Mad Libs with it, taking the core frames and the, and the core claims of socialism, removing class and replacing it with gender or race or sex or whatever, you know, you want to replace it with. Right. And one of the key components in all this stuff and all these cultural claims, as we've talked about many times on this channel, is sort of the idea of cultural hegemony, which Gramsci right. lays out and other socialists have laid out, which is that the reason the socialist revolution did not come in all these liberal countries is because the culture is so indoctrinated with aspects that promote liberalism and capitalism that people would never adhere, people would never turn to the revolution because they're just swimming in this ocean of social control. Okay, that is from a top-down structure. So the way to fix that, the way to throw off those shackles is to infiltrate these institutions of both knowledge and cultural production and subvert and replace the liberal ideas with socialist leftist ideology. And what are those ideas? And one of the big ideas and one of the big pushes for all this stuff from a socialist perspective is, okay, if we want to push socialism and we, and, and the big problem is that you have a bunch of these liberals in liberal countries where everyone's kind of happy-ish, right? They're kind of happy-ish with their liberal systems. Well, we need to make people unhappy. We need to make people unhappy with everything because if people are happy, they're not going to have a revolution, right? They need to be pissed off to have a revolution. So we need to deconstruct all elements of society, everything that society says is good and everything that society says is normative, we have to invert or smash with a hammer. And so, so the only purpose is deconstruction? Yes. And so they okay. say, okay. If liberal society tells us that being fat is unhealthy, well, therefore, using our big brain deconstruction inverting logic, we should just say, no, that's part of the oppressive normative ideology, right? Because they're operating from a framework that society and culture all come down from a top-down oppression matrix of cis white males trying to dominate everyone else. And so all the ideas, as we know from CRT and other things, all the ideas that come from this culture must be part of the they live style oppression. Right. And so you, as a good advocate, as a good warrior for revolution and freedom, if you want to throw off the chains of your oppression, you need to just destroy all of the norms that this oppressive society has pushed down. Don't go through them. Don't try to figure out what things are good and what things are bad. Just go total burn it all down. And we see this very heavily in the gender studies. This is why all the gender studies people 
and all the queer theorists have a big problem within their literature with them kind of being soft on pedophilia because they're operating from an idea that everything normative is bad. They're not really taking the time to piece through every moral claim a society makes. They're just saying, well, whatever is normative is bad. We need to invert everything. We need to queerify everything. We need to turn everything on its head. And the fat and the fat acceptance thing is exactly that. It's we need to destroy normative beauty standards because they're normative and they're normative in a liberal capitalist society. So therefore, they must be oppressive and Did, bad. This narrative is comes off as destruction for destruction's sake. But That's literally I mean, what it I, is. Well, I, I think there's another way that you could look at this. The, I think of the communist lens as being uh, the oppressor-oppressed dynamic. And you could just look at this as fat people are oppressed and skinny people are the oppressors because of the heteronormative system. And we just want to elevate the oppressed so they're no longer oppressed. So therefore, the fat acceptance movement is really about just helping out fat people so other people don't look down on them, so society doesn't look down their nose on them, to right. uh, give them social status. So what but, you're but saying... None of none of tearing down societies involved in any okay. of that narrative. So what you just said is all true. And this is the way, this is the complicated way that these movements work, is that there is a person who is at the top of the movement, who's leading the movement, that has a deeper philosophical principle that's motivating them, mm -hmm. that's complicated. Destroying and I, society. And what I laid out is that is the... That is the deeper philosophical thought that is motivating the people at the heads at the movements who are in colleges teaching this dog shit. Okay. But right. obviously, all the people pushing this and probably Noah, Noah himself and a lot of kids taking these classes don't necessarily understand or even agree with that kind of complicated philosophical framework. They are motivated more likely by what you're saying, which is, oh, I'm I'm just motivated by care harm. Right. And they're saying that fat people are being harmed by this, right? Right, yeah. And therefore, they support this. Now, you can say, well, wait a minute. It's got to be deeper than that, because if you were to bring forward studies that says, well, you're actually harming fat people by doing this, they don't change their opinion. Because right? of the oppressor oppressed thing? What do you mean? So Look, if you I, say they, the science was never on their side to begin with. I so, understand that. So yeah. if they really care about you, nobody changes their opinion based on science. We both agree on sure. that. Sure. Okay. So yeah. it's just a question of they've dug in. Right. Of course. This is yeah. their ideology. Look, they uh and Stug Stug for five dollars says, I think it's more accurate to say that the communist lens is that there is only oppressor and oppressed. And thank you for the yes. correction. That is true. That is true. Yes. <laughs> so right. I mean, they can't. They really just can't see past this super, super basic line. So maybe so. a better way to simplify it is to say that is true. So the socialists believe all the relationships in society between are groups of power people dynamics. are power yeah. dynamics between oppressor and oppressive, oppressor right. and oppressed, right? And so Flattening they say hierarchies, right? And so they say, well, whatever dynamics that exist in our society must be reproducing those oppressor oppressive oppressor oppressed dynamic and so we have to destroy it so they look at beauty standards and they say those beauty standards must be 
reproducing this oppressor oppressed dynamic. We must destroy these things. Yeah, but it's because, hard for me to follow this chain of logic. Well, let me to... I'm about to make the argument. Okay, Why? go ahead. Because here's the problem. It's very selectively, it's very selective to the point that it seems like it would be hypocritical. Because you'd say, why is it that we look at Laura Croft and the woke people like Noah will say, this person is sexualized and bad. This character is just sexualized and bad, right? That's mm -hmm. what Noah will say. We agree. Yeah, she's oppressing all the people right. that can't live up to those oppressive beauty standards. Sure. But then they turn around and they look at something like Cardi B and Megan the Stallion, Mega the Stallion in mm -hmm. the WAP music video, which is just a series of them sexualizing themselves as overtly as possible. Right. And they have body types that most women will never have. Okay. Right. With gigantic tits and asses. Mm -hmm. And they're wearing these highly sexual outfits singing a song about how they're literally whores. Oh, man, you're making me think of the She-Hulk thing again. Don't do that. I know. It's right. painful on the I eyes. <laughs> so, so, but think of the WAP music video. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've never seen it, no, okay. but I've heard a lot about it. The WAP music video features What's Cardi WAP B. stand for? It stands, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, you got Megan Thee Stallion. No, what's it stand for? It stands for wet ass... Pringle chip can. Okay. So really why is like it like you dropped your Pringles in the gutter you got on your a rainy yeah. day? You know when you put like the, the Pringles in your mouth to make the duck face? Oh yeah. It's like that, but wet. Oh. That's what it looks like. Duck face oh. is pretty wet okay. already. So so here's the problem. Why is it that when you look at Laura Croft, that is sexual objectification and oppressive to women? But mm -hmm. Cardi B wearing a thong with nipple pasties, shaking her butt, is talking empowering. about being a whore, is empowering for women. Well, I can explain that. It's very okay. easy. Explain. Well, that's because the she is the oppressed person in the slut, um, in the slut heteronormative society situation. So it's the it's the slut shamers that are oppressing her and she's the um oppressed and we have to lift her up and let her be as slutty as humanly possible to lift her out of her oppressed state. Look, they don't have no. to they can be contradictory. But that no. that's no problem. No, I don't know. So how is Cardi B oppressed when she's a multimillionaire music star where she's oppressed by the prudish culture that is going to slut shame a person for doing those kinds of things but why is but then how is that not applied to people criticizing laura croft or ivy or riku or any of these well, other because those people are oppressing the fatties who are oppressed by these unreasonable Cardi beauty B is standards. not fat though look at <laughs> There's an oppressed, op that, look, these aren't overlapping oppressor, oppre oppressed dynamics. That's why you're, I understand you're, what you're saying, but the ideology doesn't have to be consistent. No, it is. It doesn't the have ideology to be. is consistent if you understand what is being pushed here. Okay. It's the same reason why Lizzo, who is fat and unattractive, can sexualize herself as much as humanly possible and they applaud it. 
right? Well, yeah, but she's on the bottom of both. Exactly. Op- she's, she's oppressed both by the skinny people and by the slut shamers. Right. Right, no, and I think oppression <laughs> plays into it. Don't get me wrong. And it's the same reason why you can have, uh, you know, tra- trans women and drag queens can dress and act as slutty as humanly possible, and mm-hmm. we're supposed to applaud it. But if a straight white woman in a video game is portrayed sexually, that's a problem. Because she's the okay. oppressor. As long as you can place anyone in the oppressor role, they are the problem. There's there's something there's something much more simpler that you're overlooking. It's so simple okay. that you're you're overlooking it. Okay. It doesn't so Noah's answer to this question, which he brings up in this video, is really stupid. He okay. says it's because men made Laura Croft. Right. Which is a stupid answer because like, well, are you telling me that the only thing that makes a highly sexualized display of a woman good or bad is who creates it? That's not true. Right. At all. And we know that's not true because we see that and it comes up in sort of the the black thing. If under that same logic, a feminist would say, well, we need women with women's voices, right? A woman... If you and this is what's kind of funny, if you actually asked the third wave feminists about Cardi B and WAP and all this stuff, they would hate that song because they would say that that is a woman who's basically sold herself out to the patriarchy by selling her body to try to you know fit into society and make money by oversexualizing herself and acting like a whore. Right. And yet the woke people don't seem to care, and the reason they don't care is because they're operating by a very very easy principle. The principle, which does have to do with oppression, is this. Mm -hmm. Do nerdy, straight, white males like something? (laughs) If they like it, it's bad. Right. If women like something, it's It's good. good. That's it. That's That's all it is. It's nothing that more, even more complicated than that. It's just that simple. That is the criteria to judging all these things because so women, women don't want to be slut shamed and women don't like more beautiful women than them. If, if no, not even if a woman watches Cardi B and they watch WAP and for some reason they like it because it's got, you know, it's got these colorful aesthetics and they like, they like the idea of acting like a big skank. Okay. And <laughs> she's wearing tiger. Skank. She's she's wearing tiger stripes as she shakes her butt, right? And women eat this shit up. Okay, we all know this. Women eat they lo- they love this shit. They watch it and they love it. Okay, so they obviously do. women are totally fine with sexually objectifying themselves and each other as long as it's done in some way that's aesthetically pleasing to them, right? Because it's it's more quote made for them, right? So they they look at this sexual objectification. And they go, I love this, and then they look at Laura Croft. And in my opinion, they don't even hate it. They just doesn't appeal to them. They're like, they this was care. made for men. This is made for men. Exactly. And so they go, oh, well, if white nerdy males like some property, it's bad. Well, but that's if true. women like something, it's good. That's all it is. That's the criteria that motivates these people. It's nothing more complicated than that. They just hate white straight males and they hate even more than white straight males they hate this idea of nerds and nerd cultures this is why these fucking people okay are so despicable they're supposed to be the people that are looking out for the oppressed right that's the whole thing they're supposed to be looking out for the oppressed right oh yeah 
if they're really looking out for the oppressed, why is so much of their culture about making fun of people for being nerds, losers, and incels? Well, because they're the oppressors. Oh, really? <laughs> the nerds, <laughs> losers, and incels are the oppressors, huh? It's crazy, yeah. yeah. That makes no fucking sense. It's because it's not about that. It's because this a lot of this woke shit is literally just a license for people to bully the exact same people they've been bullying for the last 50, 60 years. Yeah. That's all it is. It's how do we bully the same people we used to bully, but this time we make ourselves feel good about it. Right, yeah. That's all Where's it is. Where's the quote? Where's yes. the Huxley quote? It's the Huxley quote all over again. So that's the criteria that's going on here. That's that a third Noah criteria, right? And all these other fucking assholes are all just have their head up their ass about with all of this stuff. Is It's just if nerdy guys like it, it's bad. I get to call them incels. I get to make fun of them. I get to criticize them. But if women look at something and they like it, it doesn't matter how insanely sexualized it is. It doesn't matter that it would literally be criticized by every feminist as just selling themselves out to the patriarchy and just playing exactly into the patriarchy. That all just flies out the window because they don't actually care about the philosophical underpinnings or consistencies of any of this stuff. They just want an excuse to be pieces of crap to people. Well, I totally agree with that. I don't. I honestly don't think no one knows the difference between progressives and, and liberals or liberals and socialists. Like, I think if we asked him, like, all, all he really knows... No one doesn't knows, know anything, Adam, so that's an easy bet. <laughs> I know. Look, all I know is he's heard, like, he's probably only heard people on Twitter, communists, socialists on Twitter, bitching about liberals, but has no idea what they're bitching about, just that they don't like liberals. He doesn't right. know what they don't like about them. None of that stuff. He just knows they must be different because they hate liberals. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you could have a conversation about any of this stuff. No. I'll, I'll be right back. Okay. You can Let me play read. the video. <laughs> I'm going to read some Super Chat. Okay. Let's see. Where was uh, doo, doo, doo. Twitter sucks for $20 says, I really hope that Sitch adds the clips of uh, TBYS showing that Noah by not blurring out the chubby Laura Croft is admitting that people don't consider it to be sexy. Paraphrasing. Yes, we will get to that part. And Noah gives his explanation for why that is the case. Uh, Aiden Powden. Hey, Aiden. Aiden for $15. Thank you, Aiden says the sexy, the quote, sexy women equal feel bad thing is based on a dissertation I worked to disprove. Laura is dressed, Laura's dress is context appropriate. It does not make women feel bad to embody sexy women. Look at Second Life. Yeah, Aiden, if you have stuff about, you know, disproving the whole women feel bad about looking at and playing a sexy woman, like damn it to me, because I'd be very interested in seeing that research. So... And also Aiden says, sexy armor issues is about appropriateness, not that women don't want to be sexy. It looks weird when a normal woman does flips and heels, that's all. Yeah, obviously there's like a, there is a level of it that I agree gets silly. You know, th there was one thing, like when I played World of Warcraft, people used to complain. I mean, they didn't complain when I used to play back in the day, but they complain now. 
because you could have a situation where a male would wear one set, this like a set of armor and it looks like normal armor. And when a woman would put on the same set of armor, it transforms itself into bikini armor. And so the world people would complain about that. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, that never really bothered me. Cause again, I understand it's for artistic purposes and people like to look at attractive women and that's fine. The one thing that always did kind of bother me though, in a blizzard property was, and I think it was in Starcraft two, um, when Kerrigan becomes the the queen, the Zerg queen for the second time, and she becomes a bug lady, her feet literally morph into high heels. Like she has a biological <laughs> high heel attached to the bottom of her heel. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm like, okay, you're pushing it too far. Like, that's ridiculous. Can we not please? Like, come on. That's just too stupid. So. Yeah, I want to go back because there's like an interesting idea here to the they're trying to dis the commies are trying to destroy society thing okay hold because on. Just read these and then we'll get to that okay uh, twitter sucks for 20 hours says no guys you don't realize there's a third reason why dove has this low angle ass shot this is totally real not an option dove is actually objectifying her they're literally using fat people to sell soap true well, I mean, I didn't think she looked that bad, so. Okay. That's fine. Casey I mean, Anderson. They could have done a lot. I mean, let's They could have done worse. That's true. <laughs> Casey Anderson for $20 says, Noah has so much artistic creativity himself. A white wall sitting in a chair with a pink backlight and a window with shades but no curtains. Or Noah with a white wall and a non-hung picture on the floor. Pure artistry. Very true. Hmm. Uh, Mark Twain's Revenge. Thank you so much for 20 gifted memberships. Thank you, Mark Twain. And uh, Duke Norton for $20 says, quote, think of the WAP music video. I'd rather not. As someone who's been fat before myself, I was disgusted with myself and my best friends called me out. They helped me get back to a good weight. S-class is the best class. Yeah, there you what's go. Good? Like, I'm, what's up? That's good. I'm, I'm glad they helped you. You got to have, uh, is a, there is that, that idea that a friend is the one that is going to tell you the tough truth and not sugarcoat it. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, what was the thing you wanted to say? Well, no, you brought up the basically the fat acceptance movement right. is like a communist plot to destroy society by destroying body norms. Well, that is the philosophical underpinning of the of the like high up people that are pushing it. Obviously, the people who are like the foot soldiers are not acting according to that principle. Okay. Well, I. Because I'm thinking, like in our earlier thought experiment, when Ben and Jerry's is slipping, you know, two million dollar grant to these people who philosophically want to destroy society, like who does more damage to society? The people who are going to make a generation of fat people that are going to die in their early forties, or the people who are trying to destroy the so social norms and taboos. Like, it seems like a pact with two parties. Well, they're working parties. together, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the, the capitalists they have don't really... They have, they have different end goals. Right. Right. Like... Well, the destruction is... I, I feel like, obviously... So, okay. So, when you have lowering... the person... Right. So, when you have the person whose goal it is is to destroy liberal society and deconstruct mm -hmm. everything, and Ben and Jerry's gives them $2 million... Ben and Jerry's either A, is unaware that there's a goal, or B, doesn't care and doesn't think that that's realistic. All they care about is, in the short term, this person is pushing something 
that's in the guise of fat acceptance and that will help you know uh that will help essentially make people not you know stop buying our fat inducing ice cream right okay cool cool it's really funny. He tries to justify one of the claims from the last video that one of the most common things women ask for in relationships is leadership from men. I laughed this point off when- I'll be right back. You can keep it going. Okay, cool. He initially made it, but he doubles down on it again, so we just, I think we should address it. This, by the way, is coming from the people who will say, Source bro, where's your source, man? On literally every claim that you make after telling you that you should Google all their data for them. Particularly when one of the most common things women ask for in a relationship is leadership from men. Source? Can we get a source? Gee, I didn't know I needed a source for common knowledge. You know that's an exception in research, right? Next, he's going to ask for a source on- Is it common knowledge that women want leadership in a man? I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. I never heard that before what color the sky is. So we're both using the common knowledge exemption there, right? I use it when I laugh off that claim for just being insane. And he does it when he invokes the dating tips clause. You don't think this is a common knowledge exception? Well then, who has to ask who out on the first date? Is it 50-50? Or is it almost exclusively the men initiating the relationship? That's leadership because leaders are the ones who go first. These are both of our versions of common knowledge, right? So if it's his version against mine, how do we break this tie? Will we just Google? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think of asking a girl out as leadership. I think of leadership as like, I'm going to plan the vacation for us. Which, I mean, if you ask me, like, that's kind of wife work, like, planning the vacation. <laughs> Wives are so good at planning vacations. I mean, let's be honest here. Maybe they should have more of a leadership role in certain situations. But asking a, asking a girl out, obviously. Guys, don't be wimps. Ask the girl out. If she says no, no big deal. You ask a different girl out. But don't sit around and wonder, you know, if she likes me. Just ask her out. It's the quickest way to find out. Google it, right? And what do you know? Look at that. When you actually ask women what they want in relationships, leadership isn't even in the top five. I think he underestimated. Hold on. What? Uh, what's he saying? It's mine. How do we break this tie? Well, we just Google it, right? And what do you know? Oh, they Google it. Okay, we ask 64,000 women what they look for in a partner. Most important thing, kindness. Look at that. Leadership isn't even on the list here. Like, why would it be leadership? What the hell? You're in a relationship. It's a partnership. You're not looking for... I mean, it's not a military platoon. Leadership, Adam. Kindness. Supportiveness. Look, often leadership is the opposite of supportiveness. <laughs> like, do your job. Well, and I, and Intelligence, I think... education, confidence. I can't believe confidence is so low. Look, this, this is what women... You don't trust this. This is a problem. I wouldn't trust this either. This is, look, when women... This is what women say they want when you ask them. Right. But confidence, I think, is actually number one, is what yes. women actually want. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what that's what's, like. That's part of what's funny about him saying this is, this is why we know he's wrong is because like okay, 
I think most people look at this chart and they say, yeah, this isn't real. <laughs> of course. It's not real. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what do you think was driving all those women to have sex with Russell Brand? Was it kindness? <laughs> <laughs> was it kindness? I mean, he said he was having sex with 80 women a month. I'm so that. Oh, talk about well, you think it was kindness or you think it was confidence? There you I go. think you're, it was confidence. You know, it's funny. It's actually, let me, uh, there was, so I was kind of looking through, I'll take a brief aside here. I was kind of looking through, I read the article. The so Times did article. I, yeah. Oh man, um, it's a page turner. Yeah. And it's funny because like the girl, the underage girl who's accusing mm -hmm. Russell Brand of, of sexually assaulting her and being in a relationship with her. She says, she, she kind of puts out two personal stories. She puts out the first personal story and I say, that doesn't sound credible to me. That makes me think this isn't true. But then she says the second personal story, and it sounds so true that I'm like, oh, wait, maybe this is true. And the first story that made me skeptical was she talks about how when she took a taxi or an Uber or something to his place, the taxi driver literally tries to beg her to not go inside because he has such a bad reputation. And he's like, I have a daughter your age and you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. And I heard that. I'm like, mm, that kind of reads to me like a... And then everyone stood up and clapped, like in the tram kind of story, right? I mean, it could happen. It could definitely happen. But it just seems to be a little bit too cinematic. For Well, for ta taxi drivers have regular routes, and this guy's shagging 80 women a month. That taxi right. driver probably drives 50 of them over there. So, yeah, okay. So I'm just saying this is my perception. So you could be totally right. The taxi driver could be real. He could be just used to driving women. Yeah. <laughs> definitely possible. But then I read her second story, the story about how they met. And it's to me, it reads so realistic, but unusual enough that like I wouldn't perceive as a random person to just create it from nothing. And the story goes is that she was uh, outside and he was filming something and he sees her and he comes up and he starts talking to her and she had just bought a bunch of dresses and he does this move where he opens her back. He takes her bag from her. He, I mean, she knows that it's Russell Brand, even though they never interacted before. He takes her bag from her and he starts critiquing the dress choices she she just purchased. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is very interesting. This is a very red pill nagging technique. Then he picks out one of the dresses and says, "You're gonna wear this on our date." Yeah, where's okay. the confidence on this list? And I'm like, and guess what? That move 100% worked on her. And I heard that. I well, mean, he I read is that. an international celebrity. Yes. So, I mean, it's right. how much. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But I read that and Who's I said. Gonna, what girl is going to say no to that? I understand. But when you, re I read that and I said, that seems so realistic to me, that mm -hmm. interaction. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean the sexual assault happened. I'm just saying that, that interaction felt so real that, that someone like Russell Brand would do that. I was like, okay. It brings up my confidence level in some of her claims. Right. So. I just I just brought this up and well I'm sure we'll talk about the Russell Brand thing more on Tuesday or something. Um I just brought that up because to me and you brought as you said confidence is the top of the list. Confidence yeah. is the top at least in terms of in at least in terms of how relationships start. Confidence is such a so high up there on the list. Oh yeah. Of course. If it was if it was just kindness and supportiveness and intelligence, there wouldn't be all these hashtag nice guys walking around, right? Who are like can't get dates. Yeah, true. Yeah. And it is interesting 
that he says he's criticizing Think Before He Sleeps because Think Before He Sleeps says leadership. And he says leadership isn't even on this list. When leadership and confidence, <laughs> that's what he's talking about when he says leadership. He's talking about confidence. Confidence to take charge of a situation and a person and tell them, you know, what's what. Yeah, leadership's just a bad word for that. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't use the term. It's not confusing. It is, it is confidence. Leadership makes it sound like you're enlisting her in your army, which is just not a good way to start a relationship. You know, look at that. When you actually ask women what they want in relationships, leadership is... They don't know what they want, so they answer incorrectly on their surveys. <laughs> Typical. Typical women. Typical women. Even in the top five. I think he underestimated... Noah. Listen. I wonder if Noah has a girlfriend. Listen, if, if when I ask... A girl, where do you want to eat? Mm -hmm. And they can't even answer that simple question. Okay. Right. What makes you think when I ask them, what traits do you look for in a man <laughs> that they're going to be able to answer correctly? Do you, have you gone on a date and ordered for the woman? Have you just like said, oh, you're going to have this and this and this? Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, you've done that? Really? I've done that. Yeah. Oh, okay. some, some girls really like that. Now, I don't like you to order do the that. steak and you're like, she's going to have a salad with the dressing on the side. Now, I I would never do that with someone I didn't actually know what they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously. Because even though I know that there are women that like that, I don't know if I want to be with a woman that likes that. Yeah, I, it's just... I, you it's, know, I want a woman to be like, listen, I'm fine to assert confidence and dominance. I don't want you to baby me. Like, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm not looking to be someone's father in a relationship. I know that's an unusual thing for some women, but I don't want to be your dad. I think the player move would be to ask if you want, if they want you to order for them. And if they say yes, then no. you're ready to go. No, you've already, no, 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 no. I, listen up. How could I'm surprised? You usually have very good advice for women. Mm -hmm. If you have to ask, look, I'm not asking. I'm not giving advice to women. I'm giving advice to men. No, 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 no. I'm saying you usually have very good. You're right. I mean, you have very, usually have very good advice on women. Right. If, if you're trying to do the confidence move and you have to ask them permission to do the confidence move, then you've already lost the game. No, no, no. Some women, if you order for them, you're going to come off as a smarmy asshole. I agree. I agree yeah. completely. So, but the woman that wants you to do that, they're going to be turned off by you asking in the first place. No, I think a woman would be more intrigued that you might be able to order for them. And they'd be like, oh, that's an option. They'd be like, oh, this guy's creative. Look, he's got this option that I never even thought. Oh, you mean like you're going to be like, let me guess what you want? No, you're going to say, listen, do you want me to order for you? And okay. they can say, okay. yes or no. I'm not sure. Like, no, one. I want to see what's on the menu. Okay. Like, that's fine who knows maybe they're who in the mood for something specific maybe right. they don't want to make a decision maybe they're just like oh yeah go ahead order make the for decision me. for me yeah 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 there was a scott adams said scott adams said here's the move okay oh no you, you scott know adams no this is actually a good move okay he says you know what they actually want you know where they actually want to go but they're not going to say that's where they actually want to go so you just be very decisive. You don't even ask where, you, where they want to go. You just say, oh, we're, we're going to this place. Right? We're going to go to this restaurant. And they say, okay. And then as you get in the car, they say, you know, what if we went this place instead? 
and you look at them directly in the eyes and you say, that sounds wonderful. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you give them accolades for suggesting. Them. <laughs> That's the move. That's the move. You don't say, where do you want to go? You decide where we're going to go. And then you know that they're going to suggest something else. And you say, yeah, let's just go there. That's fine. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Technique. So just order for them. And then when they say, look, I, I'm a vegan. I can't believe you just ordered a steak. Then you say, get the fuck out of here. I don't date vegans. <laughs> I only well, date that... girls that eat meat. Well, that's a good, that is a good response, actually. I hit her up with a, have I told you how um, veganism is immoral? There you go. Demanded right. just how bold of a claim he was making there because he compared an easily disprovable falsehood with knowing that the sky is blue, which, you know, that's that's fun. It's very sassy, very catty from him. Ooh, yeah. Stop saying the sky is blue. Stop saying, <laughs> duh, the sky is blue. 50% of the time, it's black with white polka dots. You wow. Are. Look, I just, why do people say that? It's such a fucking idiotic thing to say. 50% of the time, it's not blue. Look at this fucking guy over here. Look at this Some, joker over here. What a moron. Why? I can't believe you're letting him get away with this shit. Well, so, so, uh... Remember, this is the same video where he does not acknowledge the fact that he got all those studies wrong. And he's criticizing, uh, Think Before You Sleep for making this claim about leadership. Why you let him oppress the black sky like that? Listen. Oh, ooh, meow. These unsubstantiated dismissals of statistics are made because at his core, Think Before You Sleep just doesn't believe stuff. How could women care about- This is from the guy on? who quoted studies that showed that he was wrong! Oh yeah. And then lied about it. Representation when he and the people around him do not. Of course, women want to be led in relationships like kindergartners, you know, being a line leader is a masculine trait because that's what he thinks they want. Does what they say actually matter here? No, uh, of course not. Because his knowledge is common knowledge and, you know, that's all you need. If a survey says women feel underrepresented in games, it must be one of those woke gaming surveys where they ask a bunch of. Well, okay. So for Noah to go off so smugly and all this stuff. Besides the fact that he got all the studies he cited completely wrong and then lied about it in the study. Right? <laughs> but I love even that if, part, by putting, the way. Putting that all aside, if you're going to be this smug about the situation, then you have to at least address uh, Think Before You Sleep's argument, which was his argument was, and you might not agree with using the word leadership, which I agree with, but he's talking about something, which is obviously leadership or confidence or whatever you want to call it is a primary factor because you know, the majority of the time, not always, but the majority of the time, men are still the ones that are asking women out in the first place. And so the relationship can't even start before that even happens. So if you want to criticize that point, Noah, you have to actually address that argument and explain why you think that action of why men are still primarily the people asking women out doesn't have anything to do with leadership or confidence or whatever you want to call it. As opposed to you just smugly saying, well, I looked up a survey and it said kindness. Yeah, I know. The first thing he Googled. So stupid. Theo Wolf for $5. Look, Theo Wolf for $5 totally settles it here. Say to your girl, guess where we're going to eat? 
And what they guess is where you're going to eat. Big player moves. <laughs> that's that is that is that's the, good. That's a baller move right there. Guess where we're going to eat? And whatever they guess, you're like, yes, you got it. Oh my god, you're psych. You you know me and you were on this wavelength. Okay, we know each other. What if I they say where? What if they don't guess? What if they say where? You say no, no, no. You guess. <laughs> that's right. You force them into it. Yeah, you make them guess. I said guess. <laughs> I said guess, bitch. That's right. Woke gamers, woke questions, wokely. There's no way that much of the general population agrees with this woke narrative, considering that in places like America, half the population are conservatives who don't care about this, and tons of liberals are anti-feminist too. Half the population, 170 million chuds. Can you imagine? January 6th is just like the Lord of the Rings. Don't put your oh anti-feminist fantasies in my head, man. It is truly fascinating, though. So, so does he deny that half the country is conservative? Or something is that i mean he made like a, a non-point it's probably worse than that i mean 50 percent. i mean only 50 percent of voters are conservative sure there's a bunch of people who don't vote that are probably conservative so it's probably 60 percent is conservative well if you're assuming that the majority of people that don't vote are conservative i don't know if i would agree with that um i think I more think likely are. i think more likely people that don't vote are more left-leaning because they would be less likely to vote anyway. Oh, you're right, because you they're lazy. Yes, exactly, because they're lazy, so. Watching him dance around for his audience and act like eight hours of gaming is so much less than 10 hours of gaming and act like not being able to find a study means that the study that we found is wrong, even though the study is right there on the screen proving the thing that he uh, just doesn't believe. I just, this is- You know, how he's he He's so insufferable. He doesn't tell his audience at any point in this video that that study that he found is not actually the study Dove used. And he's just actively lying about it right now as we as he made this video. Wow. Disgusting. Dishonest. And yet he's, he's going to say, oh, think before you sleep is dancing around the issue. He's not addressing the issue, dancing around it. Well, he bitch. calls him a liar straight out too. Yes. Bitch, you're not even telling your audience that you got the wrong study. Don't give me this. It's fun for me looking at that and going, what, what, man? Huh? Okay, on to Bumbadoo. Ooh, what's up? We're gonna take a quick break to thank the sponsor of today's video, Morgan and Morgan. Better if you get help. personally injured in something like a car accident, you're entitled. Can't believe he's doing a, an ad for a ambulance chaser. Isn't this like okay? When I saw the description of this video, and it said Morgan and Morgan, I thought, oh, this is like a meme. This is some kind of like. Noah Sampson meme thing. He's not actually doing an advertisement for like a lawyer, right? Does this right. lawyer handle personal injury? How about medical malpractice? Yeah, they do personal injury. I, I imagine. Are you a detransitioner? Were you told that HRT was fully reversible? Call like Morgan and Morgan today. I'd like to thank Noah Sampson. I needed to sue someone because they wrongly transitioned me. And Morgan and Morgan was, <laughs> was there definitely to led me the right way. Yeah. Uh, this could be bad. 
Look up Morgan & Morgan, see if they handle medical no, malpractice. To a lot more than you may know. Hiring a lawyer for something like this can be a daunting thing, but with Morgan & Morgan, it's super easy. You can submit a claim in eight clicks or less without ever having to leave your home. There's no going into a law office, there's no timely consultations, and you can stay in contact with the team of lawyers uh, via text and, oh, and my phones. God. Is this like so better health? Like what, you're, you don't even have to see the lawyer, you're gonna do it Look, through your phone? You never have to talk to another human being. You just click, click, click away. Like, like, we'll handle everything. How do I sue someone for tens of thousands of dollars without actually talking to a person? <laughs> Morgan, Morgan had a solution for you. It's so weird. Oh, I can't believe this is a real advertisement. This do is, people talk to human beings anymore? <laughs> I mean, listen, this is, this is exactly what I want. Okay, I'm not criticizing this. I'm in favor of this. All right, Look. this is a base. Man, I've been out to lunch with my attorney. Right. Ew. You can do this all from your phone, and that includes uploading documents. For more information, go to forthepeople.com or dial pound law. That's pound 529 from your cell phone. Okay, back to the video now. It's just so amazing. We have our bread tuber here is doing ad spots for a law agency for some reason. He's so a prosecutor, weird. though. That's like. No, he's not. What do you mean? Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. He's not a state. He's uh, he's not a state prosecutor. No, but he's getting even for the injustice in the so world. So to answer your question, so they do medical malpractice. I knew it. They do motor vehicle accidents, insurance disputes, fire, jump over, injury, jump over to his comment section and say, "Look, I'm a detransitioner. Can Morgan Morgan help me get my nuts back?" <laughs> oh, here you go. Listen, you're gonna want to call this guy. Okay. Ask Medical him. malpractice. I'm on the FAQ section. What can I expect from my dental negligence lawsuit? Oh, perfect. Perfect. I'm go. over there. Yeah. Look, I'm all settled up now. I'm worried more about the detransitioners. Well, let's see. I'm curious if it comes up on their website. No, sorry. There's nothing about transitioning on their website. Of course not. You can be the first case, though. Sure. sure. I just want you to leave a comment in Noah's comment section. <laughs> I'd like to thank you for the Morgan & Morgan representation. It really helped me with my lawsuit against my gendered clinic for wrongly yeah, exactly. transitioning me. <laughs> Do it! Oh, that'd be so epic. We, 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 were able to, we were able to close down the entire gender transitioning clinic with our lawsuit. Do it from the Sitch and Adam account. I think if we do it from the Sitch and Adam account, it'll be able to really apparent that it's not real. <laughs> But it'll be fun. It'll be it funny. It would be funny. It would be funny. Listen, if you want to do that, you can do that, okay? I might. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I might do that. There you go. The second main argument in this video is about the sexualization of female characters in video games. His first point on that concerns the practicality of Lara Croft's outfit from the game Lara Croft. Tomb Raider. And yes, we're going back over this. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. This feels like an apology video with how much I'm apologizing to you guys. I should have just wrote the script down on my notes app and posted it on, on Twitter or something. He doesn't fully clarify why he claims this outfit is impractical, but it sounds like he's saying it's impractical for physical activity. That's not true. 
How are short shorts and a crop top impeding her mobility? So firstly, my argument that Lara Croft's outfit is impractical isn't that it impedes her mobility. It doesn't. It's impractical because in the game, she's getting shot at and attacked by dogs and alligators and other chew things that want to chew on you. A bunch of bare skin isn't a great defense against those sorts of things, you know? And that's what I said in my previous video, but here he just totally ignores that to talk about how it's you can wear this and run around, which is an easy thing to argue against, and it's not something I believe. Well, played epic. Now, all of that isn't me saying that Lara needs to be wearing the Master Chief armor, nor that outfits in video games must adhere to some strict sense of practicality. I don't believe that. The reason I brought up this example, though, is because it's one of many cases in an observable trend of female characters wearing very impractical outfits for the sake of showing more skin and showing more of their unrealistically curvy figures. Anita Sarkeesian, God bless her, she made this same point six years ago in the Oh my god. I know I can't believe it. Going, going back. back. It's never ending. We had to go back to the Dark Queen. The Dark Queen, Anita. Oh. These guys are such loser Puritans. Like, what the heck? Yeah, well, that's what. It's a video game. This is why it makes no sense because he keeps saying, well, I'm not a Puritan. I'm not a Puritan. Then he makes the loser Puritan argument. You are a loser Puritan. Right. You're like, oh my God, look, they're showing too much skin. Well, and it's funny because very so, offensive. She has the, the thumbnail that Anita brought forward um, mm -hmm. of this character. Uh, this character, the artist that designed this character was a woman. Yeah. For Bayonetta. Look. Yeah. I follow a lot of artists that I like. A lot of them are women, and a lot of them do sexy ladies. Yeah. I don't know so, if they're lesbians or what, but I mean, they draw nice women. Noah, I thought that if a woman was doing something, it's uh, acceptable, right? Wasn't that the criteria? If mm -hmm. a woman is objectifying herself, it's empowering. So why is Bayonetta not an example of that? Yeah. Hmm? 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 Yes, he doesn't have an answer look. He's in full NPC mode. True. Frequency video, Linjiri is not armor. Female heroes in video games might be special agents or soldiers or treasure hunters by trade. They often find themselves in dangerous, physically demanding situations, fighting off bad guys and saving the world. They are typically performing activities that call for practical or protective clothing. But when we look at the types of outfits that female characters are made to wear, we can see that they're both sexualized and completely absurd. See, this... Oh, that's absurd in all the right ways. I just want to go back for a second, and I remember saying at the time, the how did anyone, even the wokest wokey wokes, stand Anita? She's worse than Sean and Jen. Her videos make you want to Minecraft herself. Mm -hmm. It's it's a flat shot of her staring at you in front of a blue screen. Just delivering information in the most dry, boring way imaginable. Yeah. How do people listen to this garbage? Because in video it's part of their games, ideology. Adam, there were women who are secret agents and they're wearing revealing outfits because of the male gaze. Donate to my Patreon, please. Oh, man. 
You're going to get a Reddit post over that one. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, it's actually funny. Um, and and uh, think before you sleep brought this up in his video. He uh, he brought up this funny shot, which was so Anita was on a pod. She had a podcast with two people, and they had like little cartoon versions of themselves that someone drew. Right. And the cart, of course, the cartoon face versions of themselves were like Are ten times more attractive. Yeah. yeah. Ten times more attractive this. than what they actually look like. And so someone's like, let me fix that for you. And they drew like them how they actually looked. Sounds <laughs> oh, uh, dangerous version. Yeah. It's physically demanding situations, fighting off bad guys and saving the world. They are typically performing activities that call for practical or protective clothing. Your video game is unrealistic. I know. <laughs> Who cares? Who I cares? Know. I know. Look, look, sometimes you sacrifice realism for entertainment value. Yes. It happens all the time in media. Yes. You're like, look, I want to look at a pretty girl while I'm playing my game. Oh, look, it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> It's staring at pretty girls and playing video games. Oh my god! Win win. Yeah, exactly. Like I just, I look. You're totally right. It's just men happy, bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you women like pay, it, it's you fun. should be chasing me. You yes. should be paying attention to me, if, not watching that stupid video game. If straight men like something, it's bad. If women yeah. like it or gay men like it, it's totally fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's so it's dumb. Great. That's literally the the criteria they used to judge all this stuff. Right. But you can't say that, so you gotta come up with this big nonsense. Long yeah. nonsense right. explanation about yeah, why. I see female Academically. <laughs> objectification of the female form. Yes, shut up. Scientifically, we've done a study here. This is how we make men unhappy. <laughs> that's, that's really what's going on. How do we make straight men unhappy? But when we look at the types of outfits that female characters are made to wear, we can see that they're both sexualized and completely absurd. See, this here, all of this, all oh, of these yeah. absurdly revealing outfits. Nice. Why aren't oh. we playing this game? Look, we need a game night. <laughs> we do. We Just do. for this game. Is this the game Ultras you're playing with your wife? Ult actually this was very similar to the game we were playing at the arcade. <laughs> okay, I think it was actually I think it was Street Fighter we were playing. There you go. Yeah. It was amazing. Who were you playing in? I can't remember. Oh my god, listen. But I did play against half a dozen of the girls on the S class cover. There you go. I was like, oh I I recognize her. I did your her did once. your wife say like Wow, it shames me that I have to play this very sexy character wearing this very sexy outfit in this fighting game where we punch each other to death or kick no. each other to death. No. She was like, you play, I'll play this one. <laughs> Isn't it funny that it's like we have this game where women are stabbing and killing each other and it's like, oh, well, that's fine. But these outfits, these sexy outfits, that's the real problem, right? Of course. Uh, Male violence, that's cool. Wait, yeah. men looking at other women instead of me? That's a problem. No. No. Oh, they are impractical, no. but they exist because the game designers chose to make them that awesome. way. And why'd they do that? And why did they do that? So that sells. they could sell more video games. Yes. That's very simple. Because men wanted to play those characters. Or look at them. 
Well, yeah, and play them at the same time. It's great. Why do why do romance novels have like shirtless men coming out of pirate ships with long hairs? You know, on the of course. Why is that happening? I don't know. You tell me. Wasn't it kind of revolutionary to change the protagonist to a female that looked hot, so you could look at the protagonist in the game? I feel like the games before maybe Laura Croft was actually the first game to kind of do that. I don't, I don't remember. know. Maybe. Cause there was like Duke Nukem and stuff. Well, I mean, Samus is probably one of the first, but obviously you don't see that she's a woman for 99.9999% of the game. Cause so she's out. out she's frame. in the robot suit. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Laura Croft might be one of the first, like really, uh, big <laughs> female protagonists. Right. When they were, when they said, "Look, let's put some a little sex appeal into this game, sell some more copies." Yeah, but see, it's the thing. Like, listen, we were like, we we need you know a female character who's the protagonist who's not just being rescued by the man. He's like, okay, that's fine. Well, let's make her hot. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that because then men will still like it. Well, I mean, we are trying to sell video games to men here. I don't know what you want from. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's not for you, okay? I just the sex is in has been in movies. Why not video game? Because it's offensive to somebody. Yeah. Do that. Why did Chris Shrigley, Andy Green, Rob Toon, Terry Lloyd, Simon Phipps, Dave Pridmore, Jeremy Heathsmith, Kevin Norburn, and Greg Holmes make Laura wear this outfit? Oh my god. Look at all these men that made this video game. Do you like that he he acts like Laura Croft is a real person? Isn't that so this weird? Is so, this is He's, so stupid. Why did you make this fictional cartoon character wear this outfit? Look, <laughs> you I'm, monsters. Why are you even asking the question? You're doing it because for guys that want to look at this while they play. I, it's I just mean, like I just, it, it is. It's just so weird. Why is he refer to this fictional character as if they're a real person i mean if you want to make an argument why well i guess it's switched it's so funny the argument that the christian conservatives used to make was like this yes. is going to lead to the downfall of society it's it's improper it's prudish men will become animals yes <laughs> but now it is women will hate themselves Right. Because they won't be able to compete with Laura Croft's assets. You know, it's funny. So I just looked up on Wikipedia, um, WAP. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. And uh, the producers and director of the music video. Men. All men. Nice. All yeah. men. All men. No, no, I wonder about that with female artists sometimes because there's artists that draw really hot ladies and i think right hmm are they sexually aroused by that because they've done a very good job of drawing that character in a sexually right. arousing way look i just look i'm not sure that you could i guess i guess you could as an artist you could draw like guys that you know would be sexually attractive for women yeah, I guess you could do. Sure, it. of course, if you're yeah. an artist, yeah, you you you, you say you know. okay, like you know, you look at those romance covers. Yeah, you know what's going on there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You're not necessarily sexually aroused by it, but you're no like this will get them. <laughs> right sure. Here. Exactly. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, I mean, it's like okay. you can well, go to you can go to a person. You could say, 
you know, you can go to straight guy and be like, okay, which one of these men is, you know, do you think is the most attractive or the most conventionally attractive? Well, women also tend to figure out what their biggest assets are and tend to highlight them with what they well, wear that's and a great whatnot. point. Yeah. That's a great point. And so they know why... what's they know what's working and what's not working. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh CT, I believe, went to <laughs> somebody's comment section <laughs> went to uh noah's comment section and said thank you so much for recommending morgan and Mori morgan noah i just successfully filed a claim for medical malpractice against the gender clinic that encouraged me to transition no way I have gender dysphoria the team is very helpful and i was super and it was super sympathetic to my situation i felt silence for so long and i feel like i finally have my voice back thanks again heart emoji you're gonna get us in big trouble for well, that. there you go that's beautiful ct that's beautiful that's wonderful that's perfect thank you horrible well because they wanted to but also you know let's not play dumb here it's for the boys it's for boys and men who these games have always primarily been marketed to it's for them to look at yeah. and say damn the video game lady is hot in a way that doesn't make any sense for the plot of the game so say the boys and men there that's and? me quoting them on this yeah. topic of showing more skin being sexualization one of the stranger arguments from this video you every look if it's between the plot being messed up and being able to look at a super hot anime character for 12 hours. Every guy is going with a hot character. Well, no, listen, listen. I don't agree. Okay. I mean, I really? think you're right. I think you're right that most people would, but I don't agree. I don't think the plot should be sacrificed for like sexiness. Um, but usually it's not. Usually it's just, you know, people are like, you know, people in Metal Gear Solid, people in fighting games are all wearing wacky outfits, right? It's not, you know, the plot of these games is not ruined by someone Look, wearing everywhere, a wacky outfit. Everywhere Laura Croft is going has to have tons of mosquitoes. I'm just thinking, like, she's got to be getting eaten alive. Sure, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that doesn't ruin the plot. Like, you also don't, ex you know. Kind of does. Okay, well, maybe for you, you're like, I mean, if you're like itching the whole time, oh my goodness. Well, also, it depends too. All these on mosquitoes. Sort of, I think it also depends on the medium, right? Because I think if you're watching a movie, there, like, you might be like, hmm, like, you see Laura Croft running through like this jungle in this outfit, you might be like, okay, that seems kind of silly. But if you're playing this video game where everything looks cartoony and silly, it's kind of easier for your mind to just disassociate it from reality because things seem to be more like hyper representations of reality rather than reality itself. True. So. Uses a comparison between Lara from Tomb Raider and Cynthia, a character from one of the animated <laughs> shorts uh, from the Devil. His argument goes like this. If Lara is being sexualized for showing a bunch of skin, which he doesn't believe, that's what I argued. If that's the case, then Cynthia, the character from the Dove ad, must also have been getting sexualized because she was wearing pretty much the same outfit, showing just as much skin. Why is Lara being sexualized and Cynthia isn't, he asked. So it's interesting. In the first video, he didn't understand this argument. Now, he suddenly, it took him like a month, a month of reflection, and he suddenly understands the It makes sense to him. He's like, oh, I finally get it. Okay. I understand now. Nice. He's going to explain it. Gotcha. Are you really going to tell me that this outfit on Lara Croft is an impractical sexualization of the character for the male gaze? But Cynthia here, who is effectively in the same outfit, is not a sexualization of the character? Yes. Um, yes, I am. And here's why. They're okay, what do you think his answer is going to be here? Because one character is not super sexy and the other character is not sexy at all. 
looks like your mom. Wow. Why would why would you be so mean to my mom like that? <laughs> well, it looks like, you know, a mom. Okay. Got a mom well, mom. you are incorrect. That is not the answer he's going to give. Oh, really? There are two important differences between these two examples. The first one is context. Cynthia is wearing this outfit alone in her dressing room after removing her armor. This makes perfect sense in the plot because that's what a dressing room is for. It's for room. It's where you change. The more you know. Laura. On okay. There's two problems with this argument. Number one, you could have a scene for no reason or even for a reason that takes place in a woman's dressing room where the camera decides to go into her dressing room so that you get to see her wearing her underwear, right? And oh, it could yeah. definitely be done purely for sexual objectification reasons. Like, well, why does the assassin have to attack her when she's in her underwear? Well, because you want to have the scene of her <laughs> jumping around in her underwear because right, it's sexy, yeah. right? You don't need to have that. So why is, that, why is Ripley in her underwear when the alien attacks? Hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect example. <laughs> right, right. Oh, because she was getting into hypersleep. Right. Yeah. How very convenient, right? The alien couldn't have come 10 seconds earlier before she took her pants off. You know, it had to come right when she, you know, in her undies. Yeah. Such a great scene. It is. It is. But, um, but then number two, and it's kind of shocking that Noah even uses this as an argument, the whole point of the ad the entire point of the ad is that she goes in her dressing room, she takes off the outer layer, so she's wearing her, quote, more sexually revealing outfit, and then decides that it's better for her on a moral level to go outside and film the shot wearing that outfit. That's how the video ends. It ends with her going out wearing the same outfit. So Noah's saying, well, she's just wearing that in private in her bed, in her dressing room. That's bullshit. She goes out and wears it in the fucking ad. That's the whole point. Yeah. She's wearing the less practical outfit. Yes. No she, armor at all. She's literally take. She's li like, if you want to talk about practicality, which is hilarious because he's, br he's bringing up the practicality argument here. Okay. Yeah. She goes from You put the armor on. Yes. She's wearing some kind of power armor that would presumably protect your body from being annihilated by aliens and demons. She's taking that off to put on the Laura Croft outfit. And that's supposed to be like the empowering thing Safer? because she's fat. Yeah. Well, because she's fat, not because she's safer. It, but this is exactly what I said. Where there is no, the only consistency to the argument is what do men like? Right. That's it. Oh, you're you, right. You literally have a character going from a less practical, she, he's saying Laura Croft, what she wears is not practical because she's not wearing armor. Okay. And he then he's saying, but wait a minute, you're defending a character who is wearing armor, taking off the armor to be less stressed, to go yeah. fight evil because go, she's fat. To less practical. Right. And you're only doing that because your brain is broken on wokeness and the virtue signal of fat acceptance is all that matters. Everything else that you're saying is just a lie or just secondary post hoc reasoning that you're trying to use to justify what's actually happening here. On the other hand, is wearing this outfit for the entire game, despite how obviously impractical it is for her objectives. And yes, Cynthia ends up staying in this outfit as she goes on to continue filming. Oh, oh okay. Well, so he addresses it. Let's see. But I disagree that this means that she is being sexualized. And my reasoning for that is point number two. Okay, so point number one isn't a real point because it doesn't actually 
he needs point number two to explain point number one. So point number one isn't even, even a point. Okay. So what do you think point number two is going to be? Noah's brain is broken. Yes. <laughs> Did I get it? Yes, you got it. Okay. Goes on to continue filming, but I disagree that this means that she's being sexualized. And my reasoning for that is point number two, character. Character agency. Sorry, I forgot. In Cynthia's story, shedding her <laughs> His armor brain her was decision, broken. as opposed to a decision made by a group of men trying to sell a game to other men like Tomb Raider, Lara didn't put on her outfit because it is fashionable for her body type, as Think Before You Sleep later implies. Is she wearing that outfit because she's being sexualized, or is she wearing that because the outfit is fashionable for her body type? She didn't put on the outfit at all, actually. Got so, <laughs> Noah is so intelligent that he, he looks at one fictional character and says, this fictional character chose to put on this outfit. And then he looks right. at a different fictional character and says, this fictional, this fictional character, who we don't actually see at any point, I'm assuming, and in Tomb Raider, you do not see that someone kidnaps Laura Croft and forces her to wear that outfit. I'm assuming the, the game just on. starts with her in that outfit, right? And he looks right. at that fictional character and says, well, a bunch of men put her in that outfit. <laughs> I'm guessing in the fictional world, she put it on yes. in the morning when she got up and took her shower. How? Okay. How is Noah so bad at this and oh, so yeah. dumb? Like, so does that mean that if in Laura and Tomb Raider 1, okay, if in Tomb Raider 1 started with a scene of Laura Croft, you see she's in bed, okay? And she throws off the covers and she's wearing- I want to see that scene. And she's wearing panties- with a shirt on with no bra, so you see her nipples like coming through, mm -hmm. right? And you see that, okay, so she That's chose so to bad. wear this to bed, right? right? And she's very, Laura Croft is, is very rich. So she, mm -hmm. she's like in this gorgeously, you know, decorated house. She throws off the sheet. She then takes, so she then by her own agency takes off all her clothes. So she's butt ass naked. Mm -hmm. And you see this. And then in walks the into game. a shower in the video game. She walks into the shower. The camera mm -hmm. just stays with her in the shower, okay? Right. She's nice. making the decision to do all the... Her character has total agency over her <laughs> actions, right? Then her character walks over, dries off, opens her drawer. No, opens her closet. And you see, it's just like all these different outfits. There's like a bunch of different... There's like a bunch of body armor. There's a bunch of camo. And she decides, screw it. I'm going to go with the short shorts and the crop top. And she chooses that. And she puts that on. Right. This suddenly it's not she's not being sexualized in any of that because she the fictional character decided to do these actions. None of this was sexualizing the character right. since it was all her own agency. Oh no, wait, I'm sorry. It's because whoever wrote that scene was a male. Okay. So oh, if a okay. woman wrote that scene, then that changes everything, right? If a right. woman wrote that scene, suddenly by magic it becomes not sexualized. Note Amazing. to self. Hire female writer for overtly sexual scene. Yes, <laughs> because there's some magical quality that when a woman writes a scene that's overtly sexual, it suddenly becomes fine. It's acceptable. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I dig it. This is some very interesting logic we're laying out here, uh, Noah. Thank you. Got some guys did. Cynthia has agency in the story for her outfit, unlike Lara, and using that agency to wear clothes that show- 
unlike Laura. It's so weird. How can you just make that declaration? No more skin is only sexualization if you make the choice to sexualize her. For Remember that scene in Tomb Raider, mm. in the PlayStation 1 Tomb Raider, where Laura Cross says, I wish I could take off this outfit, but unfortunately, because of the graphical quality, <laughs> there is no model underneath this outfit. If I were to take out this outfit, I would just be floating body parts. Yeah. <laughs> because the outfit is my body. Uh, woe oh, is me. True. I have no agency. Let me go shoot some more alligators. <laughs> That's the... You might wonder, why is Laura Croft so angry? Why is she doing backflips shooting all these alligators and bats and other men? It's because she's so angry that she can't take her clothes off. Yeah, it's tough. Got to shower with the clothes on. I know. Showing more skin. That is what Think Before You Sleep does in this video by making this comparison. And then he does it again in a more intense manner at the next thing, which is the whole bent over ass shot uh, scenario. So now we have a bent over ass shot that is center of the frame that adds nothing to the story. They went full on anime camera angles and somehow they're going to claim that it's not an attempt that sex isn't the character. Now it sucks that we have to do this again because this part makes me honestly pretty uncomfortable. But we do because Think Before You Sleep here tries to weasel his way out of the perv allegations and I just cannot let that happen. I'm going to play this whole build up clip. So we have Noah here who in the first video brought up a study that was the wrong study and then also brought up multiple studies that actually disproved his point which in he is now not telling his audience at all, and yet he's accusing Think Before You Sleep of being the weasel in the situation. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Fascinating. Fascinating projection. For context, but just watch how he tries to justify his observation about the anime camera angle. When Think Before You Sleep sees this shot here, to him, it's the same as this shot here. When he looks at this shot, all he sees is this. He's so worked up about seeing a woman from behind that his brain fails to render the rest of the frame. Actually, I didn't even notice this when I first watched the ad. I only noticed it because I was watching a woman review it and she pointed out that Cynthia's outfit was sexualized. So here she is uh, in less clothes, wearing less clothing, mind you, more revealing outfit. See, that's another part that really says to me that they don't care about sexualization. This isn't a modesty thing. She's wearing basically the exact same outfit that Lara Croft is criticized for wearing. Notice that this lady doesn't ever say anything about the horny camera angle. She's talking specifically about Cynthia's outfit and how it shows more skin. Think Before You Sleep is the one bringing up the anime backshots thing, but he's sort of laundering that take in with the fact that this lady mentioned the outfit as well. He's like, I would never do a pervert thing like that. See, even a girl agrees with me about how her outfit- So, okay, so this is just so insanely dishonest. So in Think Before He Sleeps video, which Noah cut out the part, he says that Melanie brought up this thing about the clothing actually being more revealing and more sexualizing. And he specifically says that made me rewatch the thing with that context and look at it in a different light. And that's when I uh, came or that's when I came up with this idea or thought about the thing that her bent over is sexualizing her more. OK, so he's not, he never said she said this thing and I'm just. Uh, you know, stealing her idea. He just said she talked about her wearing less clothes and how that's making her sexualized. And that made me rewatch it and think of it differently. And that's when I came up with this idea. Which is fine. Which is obviously. totally fine. And yeah. by the way, it's true. 
is a true point which Noah in his original video never actually countered whatsoever. He pretended like he did because he said, listen, there's there's other things in the shot. Which yeah. thing before you sleep brings up, by the way. He said he which Noah doesn't address. He says, Oh, so if there's two Mona if there's a girl bent over with her ass out, but the Mona Lisa's on either side of her, is that suddenly mean that it's not sexualized because there's other things happening in the frame? Yeah, that's what my take was. Like right. it's such bullshit. It's an insanely stupid argument. But Noah is a weasel. Right. Fit is revealing. So, mean that seeing her from behind is inherently sexual. That's sexualization right there, what he's doing. If this is his defense against the pervert allegations, well, he should have <coughs> went to Morgan and Morgan. Because right now it's looking like a life sentence in horny jail. So stupid. Stupid joke. The last point about sexualization that I want to talk about here it regards body proportions. His argument here goes something like this. Slim, curvy women exist. Wow. So, criticizing that body type in female game characters as being sexualized is a way of sexualizing real women that have that body type. There's nothing inherently sexual about this figure, and if you consider it sexualization to see it in a game, then you're the one doing all the sexualizing, you little creep. Is she wearing that outfit because she's being sexualized? Or is she wearing that because the outfit is fashionable for her body type? Allow me to clarify this because Noah's line of thinking is something that many people use to attack women for how they were born. Two different women can wear the same outfit and whether you're a slut or not is determined by your body type, not by the clothes you're wearing. These are similar tops except one girl has curves and one doesn't. Can you tell me which girl is going to get called a slut? So Think Before You Sleep here acknowledges that there is a stereotypically sexualized figure in our society and culture, the slim woman with curves. As he says, the person on the right is more likely to be sexualized by society because of her figure, and this is something we actually agree on. However, he doesn't- Well, to be clear, he didn't say they'd be more likely to be sexualized. He said which one would be called a slut. Right. Different, a little different, but okay stop to wonder why that figure, the one he is admitting is more likely to be sexualized or called a slut, as he puts it, why that body is so overrepresented in games. All of these characters have some variation of that body type, and that might make a more <laughs> self-aware person wonder if the video game industry has a sexualization problem. I don't know. I, I mean, I Noah that, is being, that, that, that. No, <laughs> Noah's yeah. being very generous with the clips in this. Yes. I, I mean, you're picking the clips, right, Noah? I don't well, why see him blurring it, anything out. He hasn't, you know, for all this stuff, he hasn't explained why it's, he hasn't shown in his scientific endeavors here. Why is it actually a problem? Yeah, I know. That's the big thing. Why is it a problem? What's the, what is the problem with having sexy women in video games? Well, that's why I'm watching the video to find out. Right. But he, we, we don't, don't find get, out. It's just, no, it's just, we're just supposed to accept it. We are just supposed to accept that having that sexually bad? attractive characters in movies and video games, both men and women, has some kind of societal harm. Hmm. We just have to accept that on its face. It's harming the right the the video game characters. No, no, no. It's harming. They're experiencing real a lot of harm. Well, I mean, actually, you're right. You know, Laura Croft didn't choose to put that outfit on, so you know, as a right. as a fictional character, she was harmed by not having that choice. Yeah, you know, being when, oppressed by society. I'm sure. That like way back in the day, you know, when they were sculpting David out of marble, mm -hmm. a bunch right. of uh, a bunch of Greeks and Romans came up and they said, you know, this guy looks way too hot. It makes me feel insecure. Can you do something about this? I'm not yeah. going to put this statue up until you make him look ugly. And right. the sculptor said, you know, 
I don't really want to make him look ugly because that would ruin the art. What if I give him a real small penis? Without a... <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's fine. Would that help? And they're like, you know what? We'll take it. You can make him hot or he can have a small penis. Okay, one or the other. Either give him a big dick and make him ugly or give him a small penis and make him hot. You he don't get originally, both. It was originally Dr. Manhattan. He had the Dr. Manhattan schlong, but they <laughs> they were like, ah, no, that's a little intimidating. And chisel <laughs> that down a bit. Oh, right. yeah, and make him uncircumcised. Michelangelo, <laughs> like originally when he did this, the sculpture of David, he was like 20 feet tall and his dick was massive. Michelangelo's like uncircumcised, isn't he? You mean the statue of David? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. assuming. I haven't really stared at <laughs> I, the look, penis of the statue of David, but now I'm sure I, it is. Now I'm wondering if Michelangelo is circumcised or not. <laughs> I, I, would, I would guess that the statue of David well, David, actually, wait a minute. David is, it, is uncircumcised. Is it supposed to be like King David, or is it just who? Who is it supposed to be? What do you King mean? David? Like, why is it called? Is it just a guy named David? David. It's David who fights Goliath. David of David and Goliath. Isn't that? Doesn't he become King David, or am I like insane? Oh, maybe he does. Yeah, I think you're right. Right. Yeah, but so. So he would be circumcised, is what you're right, saying. Right, so shouldn't he He's be... He's Jewish. So he, that's what I'm saying. He should be circumcised, right? Look, I don't know if the if it's been damaged, if it had a proper schlong on it, and it got somehow removed. Is the statue of David circumcised? Oh my God, that's the, the third search result. <laughs> yeah, because people are wondering. They're like, hey, wait, I thought he was supposed to be right. Jewish. Oh, here we go. There's a guard. Listen, the Guardian article has it. Okay, good. Why is Michelangelo's famous David not circumcised? Circumcision oh, yeah. was different in the time of David and is actually correctly noted in the statue with just the tip of the foreskin removed. Why well, didn't even oh, know okay. that? So there you go. Apparently, circumcision was, was different back then. So they did um, it differently. Wow. So, but that actually means in the statue, he actually was circumcised uh, properly for the time period. Right. Well, there you go. Listen. Okay. No one ever said Michelangelo didn't pay close attention to the details. When he was carving that dick, he really took time to, to use care to circumcise it properly. Yeah. Look, it's a masterpiece. That's part of the art of it. <laughs> true. True. But, you know, but listen, it's subjective whether the Statue of David is better than, mm -hmm. you know, some modern art garbage. But. Hmm. Okay, let's go. The last thing to touch on in this section is where he accuses me of body shaming thin curvy woman for the way that I edited my video by censoring thin curvy Lara and not average bodied Lara. Wait, did he censor thin Lara but kept fat Lara fully in view? Do you not understand that you're body shaming curvy women? This is a body type that real women have. Noah, even you're doing it. I initially thought this was a mistake and he just forgot to censor it because everything else was censored. But this specific image was referred to multiple times, and only Thin Lara was censored. Unless he doesn't watch his videos for mistakes before uploading, this was done on purpose. Do you not see why I say that body positivity in the cultural zeitgeist is solely about obesity? Noah spent the whole video saying it was wrong for me to criticize obesity because it's air quote, body shaming obese people, and that will make those people depressed. But then he straight up body shames thin curvy women. Yeah, gotcha. I see. You said this, and you did it. Gotcha. 
<laughs> Briefly, to his last point there, that body positivity is only about fat people, uh, remember that this ad campaign also represented disabled women, Sam, who is in a wheelchair, and Lily, who has Down syndrome. It's not just about fat people, you know, why lie here? I don't, wh why? I, I, I think what is happened- Is he not answering that? Did he censor her or what? He did, he does answer, but it's, I, I think what? what's going on here is that Think before you sleep so annihilated Noah, so thoroughly shellacked him in his mm -hmm. response video by pointing out the fact that the studies and the fact that he got all the study stuff wrong, that uh, Noah here is just so cope spiraling that he's just like projecting everything. Oh, why are you lying? You're lying about everything. Look at him. He's weaseling here, right? And nothing he's presented is a lie or a weasel because as Think Before You Sleep said in his original video... As he said, which you dishonestly edited in your first video, Noah, that it is unusual that if they had two ad campaigns or two commercials, and one commercial had the four of them, and then one specifically chose to highlight the fat person, right? And not the three other people that had, you know, some kind of physical disability that was not their choice. And they went with the one person that did have a choice to change their part of their body. That's interesting. And that's unusual. And you are lying to yourself, Noah, and you're deceiving yourself if you want to pretend that that was, that, that doesn't mean something. That there's yeah. not something going on there. Ben and Jerry sales. Right. <laughs> and so since Noah got so totally annihilated in the response video, now he's bitter and he's like, oh, he's lying. He's weaseling. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he's shooting. He's swinging for the fences here trying it, to discredit him as much as possible without actually addressing any of the arguments he's yes. made. Yeah. And it's funny because it, it's the same thing with so many of these video essayists where when you hear them in a live stream, they're just so different. Like in yeah. the video. Confidence like, oh. is down at a four. Yeah, like in their video, they're like, oh, I'm like the most calm, cool, collected. Everything I say, I say with a super authoritative, you know, tone of voice. Mm -hmm. I know everything. And then you hear them in a live stream and it's like, well, no, I mean, listen. Like there's a completely, totally, it all goes out the window. And it's funny because in his conversation with Vosh, that's what happens to Noah. He just it's a completely breaks down on all things. Because it's the same thing with Joel. And it's like, and it's actually worse because not just they lose their confidence and all this stuff, which is fine because obviously you're going to be more confident if you're talking alone in a room to a camera but it's like they try to do this thing where they try to come off as like listen to how relaxed and agreeable i am i'm just such a, an agreeable person and then when they're on a live stream they're like a fucking bat out of hell <laughs> they're like they're like a demon on like they've like a demon that's been doing cocaine for the whole weekend they're just so hyper aggressive <laughs> and a completely different person they're like they're like oh okay so this persona that you've created for your videos is just a total lie, essentially. Yeah, it is. It's funny because even when I did my scripted videos, I feel like the person that I was in those videos and the person I am in the live stream seems almost identical. Consistent? And, yeah, in terms of like the energy and the personality that I was bringing to the table. It didn't, it does not feel like I, I mean, I'll, I'll chat, it didn't feel like I was like doing something completely different in those videos than I'm doing on these live streams. I mean, I would use my movie voice in a lot of videos. It was not really. Sure, but your voice. personality was the same. I mean, yeah, sure. I'd make jokes and stuff, obviously. Because right. it's fun. Right. Noah's trying to make some jokes. They're just not very funny.
Well, that's also true. <laughs> but you know, if you have a conversation with Noah, it's not going to be this calm, cool. No, he's going to be a spaz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. He's going to be a spaz. True. Totally. I see this point being made. I see this point being made a lot by anti-wokists, and it's maybe the most deliberately misinterpreted crap ever seen uh -oh. ever in the history of ever. Uh -oh. The reason fat people are often the focus of body positivity is woke communism. Uh, isn't just being woke and being anti-woke being anti-communist? I feel like it is. I yeah, I think shouldn't he like that as a liberal because he's woke? Oh, unless he means that it's anti-liberal. Right. Which that I don't know means, what he then, means. Then that means we are communists. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's very confusing. It is. Positivity campaigns is that their representation throughout history has been very bad. Obviously worse than people who aren't fat. Fat characters are played for laughs, or they are used as plot points for being at their lowest, being defective, needing to go on their glow-up arc, etc. Addressing these stigmas is not the same as shaming people that are not affected by them. And that seems self-evidently true, but in woke bad land, the woke bad lands, you can't be doing that sort of thing, you can't be doing all that. To address the other so wait what is his argument did he make an argument i think he's making the argument that if you cover if you cover up fat laura croft you're basically saying look this person's disgusting don't look at her and that that has a different connotation okay so he's making this stupidly insipid nonsensical oppression argument which is that which is also the destroying of all normative values argument because he's saying well when you're fat people don't want to see you because they don't want it because they don't find you attractive so if you celebrate the fatness and show it that's freedom from oppression right. but when you're skinny and sexy people do want to see that so if you show it that's actually you objectifying yourself and actually playing into female oppression well, unless <laughs> yeah. there's a bunch of slut shamers who want you to cover up, right. then you have to show it to put them in their place. Well, okay. Well, Otherwise, you're oppressed by the slut shamer. It depends. If the slut well, shamers... Technically, he's given into the slut shamers right now. Right. So if Laura Croft, skinny Laura Croft... Okay, so, so under the woke view, this is how confusingly stupid and insanely <laughs> insipid the woke worldview is. Okay. Fat Laura Croft we have to take off as much clothes as possible from her so that she will be not oppressed, okay? Mm -hmm. But for skinny Laura Croft, you need to put a bunch of clothes on her and, and Master Chief power armor on her to make her not oppressed. And then you say, but wait a minute, what if they're being slut-shamed? And you say, well, what depends who's doing the slut-shaming? If Anita Sarkeesian is there and saying, that outfit is not practical, that outfit is sexually objectifying women, then Noah Sampson has to run over and put the Master Chief armor on her to save Laura Croft from being oppressed because Laura Croft didn't choose to put on that outfit. Right. But if Anita Sarkeesian is not there and skinny Laura Croft is there and the guys from Fresh and Fit and the Red Pill Boys come over and the trad cons come over and they say, look at this skank wearing this skank outfit. Right. Oh my God. Promoting her OnlyFans. Right. Promoting her OnlyFans. Then suddenly Noah has to to destroy the power armor and say, no, she should be proud and, and sexual and a fierce independent lady showing off her body. 
Exactly. She should actually, Laura Croft, you know what would be the most empowering thing for Laura Croft to do? Laura Croft- Take it all off. (laughs) She should not, yes. Not only should Laura Croft be shooting alligators and doing backflips, she should actually take all her clothes off and sell it to horny men on OnlyFans. That's the real way to be empowering for women. Exactly. Yes. It's It's so funny how- this ideology is so horribly inconsistent, except for the fact that if straight men want it, it's bad. That is kind of the key to everything, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Look, I just wouldn't, wouldn't Catholics want to cover up Laura Croft too? Wouldn't of Catholics do that little blur on her? Right. But that's but the for thing. different reasons, right? Right. If the right wing want to cover up, then Noah's gonna then Noah's gonna do a, mm-hmm. an hour long video. I'm just, who am I kidding? He's right. gonna have an end to an hour. He'll do a 30 minute long video about how it's good that Laura Croft should be uncovered. And if a right winger, I mean, if a left winger wants her covered up, he's gonna do a 30 minute long video on why she should be covered up because he doesn't actually care because the principle is I have to do the opposite of whatever my political opponents are doing. Right. Yeah. The thing he points out there about my censoring. To understand this one, we need to take a little peek behind the YouTube creator curtain. This video on upload kept getting demonetized. The reasons were not specified with a timestamp, as is often the case. So I just started censoring stuff that I figured YouTube might consider sexual content or inappropriate. Much to my annoyance at how it affected the video's presentation, I censored all of these characters, but after uploading that version, it was still ad-restricted. So I censored Lara, the one referenced in this same section with with all these other people. Interestingly, the video was then cleared with the censors that I applied, despite neglecting to censor average size Lara. And no, that wasn't intentional. It was a 3 a.m. Please clear so I can post this final pass in a few hours editing mistake. Much like the one with the forehead being censored. With, that I was wondering about that. You don't have that. to believe me. Uh, I was wondering. Whatever. But whether it was intentional was like, or not, why the to hell me, she plays second the fiddle to the fact that it was cleared with only one of the Laras censored. So... Doesn't this... That's hilarious. Okay. Doesn't this perfectly, again, make Think Before You Sleep's point? It the, does. The YouTube algorithm, for some reason... Is woke. Is so woke that if you censor the, you know, conventionally attractive lady showing skin, that's, you know, that's what it wants. But if you have an, a fatter woman showing skin, then that's acceptable. That's not sexual. Yeah. That's fascinating. No. It's very fascinating. It's a woke algorithm. Right. But Noah doesn't even acknowledge that or pick up on that at all. Or think that's fascinating <laughs> or interesting. I think it's interesting. He did a I little guess... test and he doesn't even know it. He participated yeah. in a little test. See, like if that was me, I'd been like, wait a minute. This is so weird. And then I would have tried to upload it again with just the fatter lawyer, Laura, censored and the skinnier one not censored to see what would happen. Right. To confirm. I can't say for sure, because again, there's no timestamp given, but potentially what this might say about here is that the bot only clocked sexualization with the thin curvy Lara. The one on the right oh, okay. wasn't considered. This boom, which is interesting, right? Again, this yes. is speculation, but I am having trouble coming up with any other reason as to why this might be the case, other than, you know, the YouTube system is a little bit broken. And of course, that's also true. Could just be that, but you know, maybe it isn't. Uh, maybe it is, but maybe it isn't. I don't know. So wait, that's hilarious. So he he acknowledges it, and he but he would realize that that would make think before he sleeps point. But then he just says, "Well, I, I guess it's just broken." 
I don't know. It's just broken. Don't think about it. It's just broken. He doesn't realize anything. <laughs> it's like, okay. All right. The third main point today concerns fat representation in games. To start off, oh, let's nice. look at a smaller argument about this. How fat people aren't usually in games because they're too fat to be doing the stuff that characters in video games do. On that note, speaking <laughs> of realism, a big reason why obese people aren't in these kinds of games is because they can't actually do the physical activity that the characters are doing. <laughs> no one who is 400 pounds is doing the kind of marathon running that video game characters do to get from place to place, nor can obese people jump around like an acrobat to slay demons. Yes, of course, the most unrealistic aspect of a fat video game character slaying demons is that the character is fat, and not that they are, you know, slaying demons. Okay. Anyone who makes this argument in any context is a fucking idiot. Okay. We've heard this argument a million times, not even in a political context. There's some movie, right? We're watching some movie, it's a science fiction movie, it's a fantasy movie, it's and something stupid happens in the movie. Some mm -hmm. weird plot hole or some weird thing that doesn't make sense the character would do this. And you say, why? You go, you know, I don't think it makes sense that in the Hobbit movie, that the character behaved in some way or mm -hmm. in um, uh, Ring of Power. It doesn't make sense to me in Ring of Power that you know everyone was dismissive of this character or that this character would behave in this way. This seems unrealistic that a character would behave in this way. And then you have the total idiot, the biggest, dumbest person on the face of the earth who is a Ring of Power simp come up to you and they say, Oh, really, Sitch? You think it's unrealistic for a character to behave that way in a movie or a TV show that has goblins and dragons and giant eagles and magic? That's fine. That's all realistic. But a character acting in this specific way, that's where you draw the line. That's the unrealistic thing, Sitch. And you just look at them and you just, they look, they don't look like a real person. They look like a Muppet. And they're just flapping their mouths and they're just empty and hollow inside. Right. And you just weep. You just weep for the stupidity of this person. You wonder how this person walks around in life and is able to feed themselves without choking on all their food. Because whenever they open their mouth, they're just used to breathing. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, it's you're like, it's amazing that this person is able to survive long enough to feed themselves. And here we are again. Here we are again with Noah Sampson. Noah, Mr. I want you to take a media literacy class, which apparently Noah has never taken a media literacy class in his entire life. Because as I'm sure you know, Adam, as a as a person who has done creative endeavors for most of your life, as a person who I'm sure has also taken media literacy classes, there's this thing, I don't know if you've heard about it, okay? It's a thing that like basically anyone that reviews movies or TV shows or anything knows about it's called suspension of disbelief. Yeah, I love that part. Yeah, That's why I got into writing. Right, suspension of disbelief. Now, this idea is that there are certain things and stories that we as an audience can willingly suspend, okay, our disbelief and just accept it on the premise. Yeah, so like. Yeah. So, for example, we will we're willing to suspend our disbelief when we watch Lord of the Rings 
that they have magic and goblins in that universe. We accept that, right? Or in Star Wars, we suspend our disbelief and say, okay, there's this thing called the Force that gives the Jedi telekinesis, right? Or they have this science fiction technology. Now, there's a huge difference between, and I had, I had a screenwriting teacher once that said, the way that he described this was, when you write a script, you can, you can convince, or he says, you, everyone will accept one big lie in your script. And that's it. What he meant by that was, if you're writing like a fictional story, they'll accept one big lie about the nature of reality. So we accept in Star Wars that there's this thing called the Force, because the movie tells us there's this thing called the Force, and then it tells us the rules of how the Force works, right? Mm -hmm. But then if randomly in the movie, all of a sudden, Rey Skywalker uh, turns into a giant raccoon and fires a laser beam at her mouth to kill the emperor, we would say, well, what the fuck is that? That's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. And then idiot Noah Sampson says, this is a movie about people using force powers and lightsabers. And you have a problem with Ray Skywalker turning into a giant raccoon and shooting a laser out of your out of her mouth. And you say, well, that was never, that was never the rules of the universe. The universe set up very specific rules about what we would accept as possible things in the way in which these powers worked, and it violated those rules. You don't get to just say, because it's a universe that has magic in it, that that means that at any point, anything can happen. No, and it we has just to abide by the it. rules of the universe. Right. Yeah. And so on an even dumber level, and I'll try to simplify this even more because Noah doesn't have media literacy and is very, very stupid. Okay. Even in... Fiction, even in fiction, part of the reason that we, when we watch fiction, we'll accept specific rules about fantasy. We accept the rules of vampires, right? Vampires need to drink blood. Vampires die when you stick them in the heart with wood. Vampires don't like crosses. Vampires die when they go outside. The reason we accept all that is because, I don't know if you know this, Noah, but vampires aren't real. Okay? Vampires are not real. So if you create a fictional element and put in a movie and you say these are the rules of the fictional element we will accept it because it's not a real thing but if in our vampire movie our human protagonist suddenly arm turns into a giant space cannon and they blow up the vampire at the end of the movie you go why the fuck did that person's arm turn into a giant space cannon and blow up the vampire and then noah says Oh, you have a problem with that, but you don't have a problem with a blood-sucking undead vampire. How curious is that? And it's because <laughs> in this, it's because in these movies, very obviously, that the human elements, the non-fictional elements, have to abide by the rules of reality that we all live under. Right. That's the only thing that gives the story context. So when you're watching a movie where a character, a human character is running away from a vampire, they can't suddenly turn into a robot because humans don't suddenly turn into robots. We establish that the vampire is fictional and that that operates under some fictional rules. But the human characters, even though it's not established in the movie, we assume operate under the same rules that we humans operate under in real life. Yeah. Okay. Unless and if otherwise they, stated. And if suddenly they don't, if suddenly the human character is able to turn their arm into a giant laser cannon, well, that ruins our suspension of disbelief. 
And it's the same thing with the fat thing. You can have a character who put, you can have a fat character who puts on power armor that's supposed to give them special abilities and they could do backflips and they could be doing flips all over the place and chopping demons up left and right. And you say, okay, well, they're wearing some magic suit. But if you're, but if you see some big fat obese guy who you're like, I don't think this guy could walk up a fucking flight of stairs up being out of breath, right? And we see them in a Laura Croft outfit and they're doing backflips and they're jumping all over the place. You're like, I'm sorry. I don't buy what I'm looking at here. How is this guy doing all these things? He's so fat. That doesn't Man, make I any just sense. Saw, I just saw a video with a huge fat guy doing parkour. And I was thinking the exact same thing. Yes. I was yes. like, how is this possible? Yes, exactly. Like, no, and that's even, this and is a life, deep fake. You're like watching a real life fat person do something athletic. And you're like, this has to be fake. My brain yes. I, he was kicking ass. I was like, this is crazy. There you go. And it ruins your suspension of disbelief. And no, this is why this is so stupid. Every, what I just explained for like five minutes, every single person understands intuitively. Tiny baby children understand what I just said without me having to explain it. But part of the trick and the bullshit of a lot of this leftist gobbledygook is to take something that everyone intuitively understands and then say, it does, what do you mean? It doesn't actually make sense. And then people kind of go, well, I never actually had to think about how to verbalize what you're saying. So maybe you're right. Maybe it doesn't make sense. When everyone, no, it does make sense. And everyone just intuitive. It makes so much sense that people don't even have to explain it to, in words to each other. They just intuitively understand it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Most people can't explain it in words. They just know. They have an intuition. This makes the movie worse, whatever's going on here. Yeah. So the next time someone brings this up to some stupid point, you say, "Would you say, okay, would it make sense in Star Wars if Rey Skywalker removed her own head and turned it into a fireball and then threw it at Emperor Palpatine and destroyed him? And then she used force powers to reattach her head and, and make it so that she was still alive. Would that be acceptable, right? I mean, if we're yeah. already suspending our disbeliefs that there's laser swords and aliens and force powers, you know, why can't we just do it for anything? That movie really bothered me because there were so many inconsistencies in that movie. Of course. Oh, but it, it, this movie has fictional elements in it, Adam. So nothing should bother you. Anything's possible because it has fictional elements in it. Who cares? I mean, if she can levitate the rocks, why is she climbing up the side of the building? <laughs> why not just levitate yourself up there? You there you go. There you go. I don't know. This famously but... realistic and existing demons, the same critique then also be applied to the demons themselves, right? Like fat demons shouldn't be a thing, not because they're demons, but because they're too fat to be doing all that demoning all over the place. Midway through fighting Ornstein and Smog, smoke starts blowing out of this guy's ears because Smog isn't taking water brain. Well, I mean, okay. Again, this is like the retarded baby brain logic. You have some magical creature that doesn't exist according to the rules of reality when we're able to say, well, okay, well, we don't know how the magical demon fat guy in armor operates. So we're not necessarily thinking like, oh, well, it doesn't make sense that this fat demon guy is able to jump around without, you know, being tired because it's magic. It's already established that it's magic. Unless you're saying that the person who's fat, who's the, the protagonist, the human character has magic, then no, I'm sorry, Noah. It doesn't make any sense, you dumb fuck. Is also magic. 
Yes. <laughs> if you said they have magic, then suddenly, yeah, you're right. Then none of it matters. But if they don't have magic, then it is kind of you saying, well, wait a minute. How does this make any sense? Yeah, it doesn't. Nobody wants to. Well, I mean, I might play the fat character just for fun. There you go. After I saw that parkour, I'm kind of like, maybe. There you go. Maybe I should be fat. I love that so much. Also, I don't know if Smog is a demon or just a big, scary, golden boy, but the point stands because I say so. All right, on to the broader point here about fat represent. Look, if I'm a Ben and Jerry's executive and we can convince people that being fat gives you magical powers, mm -hmm. how much Ben and Jerry's can we sell? Oh, you could sell a lot. I know. Listen, that'll be the next ad campaign. Look, I think yeah. you're going. I think we're getting somewhere with this magical power. There being you go. Fat stuff. Fat making. You know, when you're fat, you gain magic powers. It's like a woke, woke but only leftist listen, echo chamber. Only if you eat enough Ben and Jerry's, because the Ben and Jerry's is infused with magic, and that's what oh, gives yeah. you your powers. You oh use yeah. Use your fat cells with the magic. So why? I hate words, Sitch. I really do. <laughs> I'm not convinced anyone who uses the word leftist uses it consistently or to mean the same thing. Well, I do. So I'm offended that you would say that. Well, I don't. I mean, well, I did you. hear Tim Pool. Look, I heard Tim Pool on his talk with Brianna say liberal and leftist mean two different things. Which is correct. Yes. Completely and it made correct. Me, look, yeah. it made me think, okay, well, Tim Pool is using it the correct way that leftist right. means socialist and, and liberal means liberal liberal. Yeah. Yeah. But Brianna thought that they meant the same thing. Sure. So she doesn't know. Well, and to be fair, there are lots of people to write that think to the same thing or use them interchangeably. Yes. And progressive. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Sad. His final point in this video is a call to leave your internet politics echo chambers. His lead up to that is making the case that my channel and other left-leaning channels like it are echo chambers that discourage you from seeking other perspectives. There's so much evidence that Noah doesn't see stuff like this because he lives in an echo chamber and doesn't actually listen to the opinions of people on the opposing team with an open mind. Now, to start off... Now, Think Before You Sleep is saying this in reaction to Noah bringing up all those studies that he got all completely wrong. I know, okay. it's crazy. And it's, not only is it true that Noah exists in an echo chamber because he would bring up all these studies that prove him wrong, but then it's even further cemented that he still exists in the echo chamber because instead of looking at those studies and saying, oh, well, this is scientific information that should make me change my opinion, he doesn't. He doesn't change his opinion at all. So he Noah here doesn't actually give a crap about science or care really about science at all. It's all just post hoc reasoning to try to justify whatever moral virtue signaling dog crap that he wants to justify. Yeah, science is always the first thing to go under the bus with anyone. Yeah. 
off, I do want to point out that whenever I've done these types of response videos, I've always told my viewers explicitly to go watch the stuff that I'm critiquing. And if they're going to engage with it, to do so in a respectful manner. I did this with my response videos to him and with all the videos of mine that he cites as examples of my echo chamberingness. I feel like that on its own is the opposite of echo chamber behavior, but perhaps mayhaps that is not enough for you. Maybe you're saying here, well, Noah, only a small number of people are actually going to do that. Most will just watch your video. And if you're misrepresenting the source material and then they'll have no idea. And that's an echo chamber right there. And that's fair enough. So, okay. Now that we know that he's hyper misrepresented all these studies and hyper misrepresented think before he sleeps arguments, we now know why he put this section at the end of his video. He's trying to do some kind of weird giving himself cover to say, well, I mean, I'm not being dishonest. I put links in the description that link to his video. Right. Go watch where I made a complete fool of myself and got right. everything wrong. Right. I'm not going to say that because hopefully you won't go watch. Yeah. Because no, Nobody I'm sorry, will. Noah. It's your response. You got all that information wildly wrong. He destroyed you. It, you can't then do a response where you don't bring it up. That is dishonest. That is just straight up dishonest. There's no way around it. Look, he even looks dishonest in the screen cap. There you go. He looks like he knows he's being dishonest. Yep, he does. This is the cope section of the video. This is the most massive cope here. Good, I guess. I like but it. also, that's sort of a problem inherent to this platform. This is just how people consume content and how they subscribe and watch creators that often just agree with their political views. To some extent, all channels will have echo chamber tendencies because of this. Look, he's, he's, he fully admits it. He's like, yeah. look, this is my business model, okay? You know what he's saying? He's saying he, he's looking at you and he's saying, listen, don't hate the player. Hate the game. It's he not my is. fault. It's not my fault that I cultivate an echo chamber. That's what everyone does. That's what everyone wants. Don't hate me. True. Let's see Sleep how many is videos he has of Tim complaining about Tim Pool being an okay. echo chamber. No exception either. A bunch of people came straight from his video to comment on mine, either regurgitating his arguments all over my face and mouth verbatim, or telling me to kill my- Wait, let me actually- I should read what that comment says. Think before you sleep destroyed your argumentation. You didn't read any studies carefully, and most of what you said is so badly put together that it gets very wrong interpretations to your public. Try to get more deep in your research next time. I feel bad for everyone that watches you without knowing how bad your research is. True. I mean, he nailed it. Completely yep. nailed it. Mine either regurgitating his arguments all over my face and mouth verbatim, or telling me to kill myself, or calling me a pedophile, or calling me weird looking. Woke Flanders is fine. I'm fine with that. Flanders is pretty hot, in my opinion, sometimes. Many are saying this. Or, most often, calling me a dummy that got owned. And that's normal, you know? That is YouTube in a nutshell. Audiences failing to actually engage with these ideas beyond repeating what their fave is saying, or using their fave's points as an alley-oop to an epic own dunk. But it is- So- Okay. I do agree that that is the way in which, in which a lot of audiences and a lot of people consume and use content on YouTube. You, Noah, you lying weasel, don't get to sort of try to grandstand or take the high ground here when that's all your videos were designed to do in this matter. You did not engage in any of this material or think before you sleep's uh, video in any remotely honest way. He did it in the most dishonest way possible. Yeah. 
It is yeah. just another example of how echo chamber tendencies are what happens on here. However, Think Before You Sleep later makes a more specific critique, which is leftist content creators alleged fear-mongering about the algorithm. It's funny how they'll say that they aren't in an echo chamber when they are constantly trying to convince people that watching your first Jordan Peterson video means you're only about a week away from joining the alt-right. <laughs> Statements like that are called fear-mongering. That's someone who doesn't want you to look at opposing viewpoints. What he says there is a misrepresentation of what we mean when we talk about algorithmic radicalization. The point is... Okay, look at so this. Think Before You Sleep's argument is a good example of the echo chamber is the argument about the alt-right rabbit hole, where they say, you can't watch a Jordan Peterson video, or you shouldn't watch it, because it will then make you watch, you know, some other person's video who's more extreme, and then you watch someone else's video is more extreme, and down and down and down. The Next thing you know, you you're on the Daily Stormer message right. boards. You're posting on Nick every Fuentes day. and the Daily Stormer, you know, website. Right. Exactly. Um, okay. Now we'll hear what Noah says. Noah says that's a straw man of the argument. Okay. That is. First of all, that is not a straw man of the argument. I don't know what the fuck Noah's talking about here. That argument was literally the argument that that woman put forward. I forget her name, who put forward the whole, the original person that put forward the alt-right rabbit hole argument in her little paper where she had the, the chart with Sargon in the middle and all the people kind of like attached going in all the different directions. Yeah. That was her argument. Her argument was you would start at somewhere moderate and it shunts you down a pathway to making you more radical. That was her entire argument. And therefore, the more moderate information, the more moderate people that were not adhering to wokeness should be censored. That was her entire argument. The Alternative Influencer Network on YouTube. That was it. Yeah. What was the lady's name? I don't remember. I was trying to see if I could find it. Alternative... There's a, there is a um, Wikipedia page on it. Right. Well, I'm assuming the woman would be. The, the Wikipedia page is the alt-right pipeline. There you go. Rebecca Lewis. That was the That's name. it. Yeah, Rebecca She Lewis. blocked me. She blocked me too. I don't, why? I and wasn't it was mean to her. I was kind of mean to her. But... Oh, you were? Oh, well, that, that's why. I got blocked just for being friends with you. Well, my... Even though I wasn't on the list, my Gamergate video was in her report. Oh, I know. So You're she, famous. She knew. She was like, oh, it's that sitch guy. The evil sitch guy. Rebecca Lewis. Yeah, I do remember her. Where is she? Let's see, let's see if I'm still blocked. What's her? Let's see. I'm trying to find her Twitter, but I can't. That's not Rebecca Lewis. <laughs> Rebecca Lewis data... I saw it. This is society. It's like a completely Twitter. different Rebecca. Yeah, there's more Lewis than one, obviously. Oh. oh, here it is. Becca Lou. Nope, what? still blocked. What is it? Which one is it? It's it's Becca Lou at Becca Lou. Oh. B e c c a l e w. But it's funny. The reason I want to look it up, she still has the same creepy Twitter banner that she always had. Which is a bunch of security cameras, security Golden surveillance security cameras. Camera. Yeah. And like a kaleidoscope fashion, which is very funny and really kind of indicative of what, like, she wants Big Brother, you know, looking down at you. Yeah. You know, well, I don't get it. What's up with that? Right. What's up with the security cameras? Let's see. I'm blocking her back. Okay. You, you shower. 
Now she's blocked. Four. Don't mess with me, Becca Lewis. But so I just want to be clear. He's saying that was a straw man, and that was literally Becca Lewis's argument in her paper. Yeah. That she aimed at us thing, unfairly. Yeah. Right. Let's see what okay. he says. Ready? Isn't that people are incapable of viewing alternative perspectives without turning into extremists? I've never argued that, and none of the leftist channels he's probably talking about, have, I've never seen them say this. The real argument is that the algorithm does play a role in how people discover political content. And that role can be very harmful and shouldn't be ignored, especially when young, impressionable people are the target audiences. <laughs> I have similar gripes he with- yeah. He basically says it. Like, what's different about that? Okay. How's that any different? It's not. It sort of is. It's not. Here's, if he wanted to make this argument, and he wasn't alive. They're young, impressionable minds. Right. Um, if, if he wanted to make this argument, or Becca Lewis, or anyone wanted to make this argument and not be dishonest the way he's mm -hmm. being right now, this is what they would say. They would say, listen, I'm not saying that, they would say, I think Jordan Peterson and whomever else that they consider to not be you know a writer that their content should be allowed on youtube i'm only talking about the algorithmic uh, tendency to then refer those people theoretically to some more extreme content and the extreme content shouldn't be allowed on youtube because mm -hmm. then they would be saying, I'm protecting the person who's not an extremist's right to say what they're going to say. And I'm only saying that I don't think the extremist who's actually breeding hate or racism or bigotry, like, you know, Richard Spencer or something, that person shouldn't be allowed on YouTube. Where Noah's lying here and why this is a total BS argument is because the entire intention from day one of the alt-right pipeline narrative was used to not do that. It was used to criticize people like me, people like Adam. People like Jordan Peterson back in 2017 to say, you shouldn't be allowed to be moderate and criticize wokeness because even if you are not racist, even if you are not a white nationalist, even if you are not an alt writer, you will inevitably lead people down the pathway to become that thing. Right. You're the first step in the path. Right. So you shouldn't be allowed. And this was so incredibly apparent with Jordan Peterson back in 2017 when. Jordan Pearson was very obviously acting as a gatekeeper for people, preventing them from becoming white nationalists. And yet every single one of these BS publications put out these BS articles somehow saying that Jordan Peterson was some big star among, among the white nationalists, even though in reality, all the white nationalists actually hated Jordan Peterson, criticized him, said he was a Jew lover, and criticized him for preventing people from becoming white nationalists. Yep. So don't feed me this gaslighting bullshit narrative, Noah, that you're trying to create here. I was there when the magic was formed. Don't speak of me, of alternate influence networks. The right-wing radicalization pipeline narrative. I think it's pretty overplayed. I think the primary push to detail this wasn't actually from any of the creators people have decided to label BreadTube, but from think pieces with anecdotes that often relied on wishful thinking about the function of left-wing content on the internet. I also think that the YouTube landscape- Okay, every single left, even before they were called BreadTube, all the lefty tubers, all the lefty leftist YouTubers at the time that this was all going on, 
every single one of them jumped on that bandwagon. They still use it to this day. And they still use it to this day. Yeah, yeah. So I hear like, it all the time. So please spare me. Spare me this. Well, I don't know who you're talking about. It has changed a lot since, you know, 2016, with the platform cracking down pretty hard on the more extremist channels, the so-called ends of the pipeline. With that said, though, to act like the algorithm isn't still a problem, isn't still something that leads people into harmful, regressive rabbit holes, that is just an uninformed perspective. Just look at the kids getting brainwashed by Manosphere content. They're quoting Andrew Tate in class. They're displaying extremely misogynistic behavior. They're sexually harassing their classmates. All things that teachers weren't reporting before kids started watching these these this crap if you know i agree we got too many kids watching andrew tate mm -hmm. who is a probably rapist sex trafficker degenerate at the very minimum he was you know a peddler of smut yeah <laughs> and a and a, a liar right he was the very the very minimum was a digital pimp um and that's true. I don't want, I don't, I think it's bad if little kids are basically consuming this dog shit Andrew Tate content. Right. I think it's just as bad if little children are consuming your dog shit leftist content, Noah, that basically you and other content creators convince them that sex and gender are completely separate, that all these things are just social constructs meant to be deconstructed, that anyone can change their sex and gender. And that if they're feeling unhappy, it's probably because they're being oppressed by society or because they have gender dysphoria or some other thing. So they're either going to transition when they don't need to, or they're going to waste their life essentially trying to fight for some, you know, you're going to brainwash them to fight for some cause that's going to bring them no joy or no happiness in their life. And they're going to one day grow, one day be 30 years old and wonder what the hell they've been doing with their entire life. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem right there. So, uh, look, as long as you're brainwashing yeah. them to go ahead and chop their breasts off at 14 or 15, then, you know, then you're okay. Right. <laughs> and then you're doing it right. According to Noah. How about Think we just not have any of these extreme ideologies? Or at it's least acknowledge that uh, they both have dangers. Morning yeah. before right. kids started walking. Right. Right. We don't want the little boys to be pimps. We right. don't want the little girls to to be boys. Think that they're boys. <laughs> right. Watching these these this crap. If think before you sleep's individualistic logic is to be applied here, then problems like these will only grow in prevalence. No, I don't think you turn alt right after a week of watching Jordan Peterson videos. But a week of Jordan Peterson videos is going to right wingify your algorithm like crazy. And this algorithmic change is an echo chamber, its own form of echo chamber. And unless you are really taking into account how this is shifting on your page, which I think for a lot of people isn't an easy thing to do, read tons of comments from people that have been into these spaces. That's not good for people, you know? Most viewers will see a perspective and not become a psycho from it, but the ones that can't, they are not helped by this pipeline. This argument is made under the guise that everyone logs into the tube as an unbiased centrist consumer of content when they don't. You know, obviously that's not the case. This stuff affects people. Studying and outlining the harmful effects, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's not fear-mongering, it's just being responsible. In my opinion, that's just my Okay, the, the problem isn't the concept that, uh, you know, the algorithm keeps promoting specific um, 
specific content that puts people further and further into an echo chamber. Now you could talk about that. And I do think that is a problem, but that's not what think before you sleep. And that's not what you're talking about, Noah. The problem is that it's this, and that the media and Noah basically agree that the whole echo chamber rabbit hole thing is only a problem as long as it goes in a right-wing direction. If it goes towards a left or a more extreme left direction, then it's totally fine. And they're never going to complain about it. Yeah, of course. So, look, I don't really think the right wants their kids to be pimps either, though. Sure. Well, the whole the whole red pill Andrew Tate thinks its own thing, but so hit it up. Hit it up. My opinion, and that's it. There's. Conclusion. So to give some concluding thoughts here briefly about this video, that's how you can tell I'm not that practiced of a writer that I end my scripts with in conclusion <laughs> throughout all of society and the world and in the world has been my thesis statement <laughs> to give some concluding thoughts here. I think large corporations are bad. I think ad campaigns that support them unless they're selling ice cream to people who've been suckered in by fat acceptance, then they're <laughs> great. <laughs> are also bad, but I think that fat people being in those campaigns is a pretty normal thing. And freaking out about it to the extent that anti-woke people do is weird. It just seems a little like insane. I don't care that much about what video game characters should wear, but there are clearly trends in games that- Okay, they do this thing that's so disgustingly dishonestly lying. He says like, it's, it's weird that they're complaining about fat people being in these commercials. It's weird that they're complaining about you know, pronouns in video games. It's weird that they're complaining what characters are wearing. And it's like, well, if it's weird, then why did you care when it was the other way? When there were a bunch of skinny people in ads, when all the women were wearing sexy outfits and there were no pronouns in the game. You cared about that greatly and you actually made entire videos about why it should change. And now that someone wants it to go back, you say it's weird. Why do they care so much? It's so weird. You do this like fake, this completely fake performative stupidity argument where you say, well, why do you care about this thing that we spent the last year trying to change? Because you spent the last year trying to change it, bub. Yeah, it's just, it's so. It's not obvious. And, you know, and it was the same thing because, you know, it was the same thing with the, you know, the heel versus baby. Oh, yeah, was, the pronoun thing. Yeah, with the pronoun thing. Why are you losing your mind? Which, you know, you know, people were criticizing him. And I agree, like, obviously, you know, I think he was doing it because it was, you know, he's streaming. He's trying to be funny or, or uh, you know, trying to be entertaining. Funny? Like, yeah, like getting That's that level. That's a pretty level, serious clip. Getting that, oh getting that level of anger. Well, I would assume that Seems genuine to me. I'm, I'm assuming that there's some level of playing things up for the camera. Okay. Sometimes I get angry. Sure. Legitimately sure. angry. Well, regardless. Okay. So a lot of people give him flack for being that emotionally involved in it, um, which fair enough. But there was another thing which people like Noah and other people would say, oh my God, why does he care about pronouns in this video game? He's such a weirdo for caring about pronouns in this video game. And I think he <laughs> made the very good argument saying, oh... So you're saying you don't care about pronouns in the video game? So you'd be totally fine if they removed the pronouns from the video game? You would support that? Yeah, why don't they just call everyone he, him, or she, or she, her, like depending in the on games? The, yeah, depending on the sex that they choose. Like in the games that uh, Sitch used to play, where there everyone was a she, her anyway. Right. 
Why don't they just do that? If if you think it's so weird for him to get mad and care about pronouns, then shouldn't you also then you have to agree that removing the pronouns is totally fine and acceptable, right? But whenever you ask him that, oh well, all the excuses in the world come out, or they just don't answer, or you just hear crickets, right? So it's this completely dishonest, like it's like it's like part two of the it's not happening, but if it's happening, it's good. It's like the, well, why do you care so much about this thing that we change? We're going to pretend like we don't care about it, even though we obviously care about it, which is why it's changed in the first place. It's just so dishonest. It's wildly dishonest. It's this insane form of gaslighting. That's the thing about society now. Everyone is gaslighting everyone. Yeah. It's like, is there any real dialogue happening? Right. Just if you want the pronouns of the video game, defend it. Don't just pretend, don't do this fake shit where you're like, oh, I don't really care about it. Well, obviously you do, Noah. You spent 34 minutes caring about women being sexualized in video games. Twice. This is your second video on the topic. So obviously you do care about what women wear in video games. Well, he cares to the extent that his audience cares and he can make a video out of it. Sure. I don't think he okay, himself so actually cares at all. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, maybe. He's like a, a defense attorney. Right. You know, he's got a client to defend here. Well, then he should just House say that. House of should, Woke. He should say, listen, guys, I don't actually care about any of the issues I talk about in this, you know, on this channel. I'm just like a gun for hire, okay? If you pay me enough, I'll defend anything. It's kind of what happens here. Right. Hit it up. Anyway. Hit it up. Beat it up. Shake it up. Depict women in an overtly sexual manner for no real reason. And whenever anti-woke channels deny this, it's silly and doesn't make any sense as an argument. So, you know, that's why I talk, I talk about it here. All the other points. See, everyone already agrees with them on that. They're like, oh yeah, I hate all the anti-woke channels. Right. <laughs> no, you don't have to make a good argument. I hate them already. <laughs> Where's my corn outfit? Points, you get it. If you watched, uh, you understand. So maybe you don't, maybe you disagree. Comment below, go ahead. If he responds to this, I guess it's just gonna be another even longer video. If I have the fucking energy to do it, let's do it. But perhaps new source material would be a good place to start. So yeah, that's it. Uh, sorry for the delay. I've had a bunch of stuff going on IRL, which means that means in real life for those, for those of you that are like me. Got some more videos on the way soon. Hope you are fine and I'll see you later. Thanks for, ciao. How exciting. Turn this off. Okay. All right. There you go. We did it. We made it through this slop. This crap. I loved it, man. This was a lot of fun. This was a great video. I learned a lot. I learned about human nature. I learned about wokeism. I learned about liberalism. I learned about leftism and progressivism. I learned yeah. about communism. Well, I listen. learned about anti-fat acceptance movements. Mm -hmm. There you go. Well, that's thanks to us, though. That's not thanks to Noah. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. Right. I learned how to pretend like you got something right in a video when you really Googled the wrong study. Just call everyone a liar. Right. You're a liar. <laughs> oh, I Googled the wrong study? You're a liar. <laughs> uh, Soldos for $20. Hey, Soldos.
Soto says, I don't want to sidetrack you, but I'm doing some work and I found a research paper on moral foundations theory in the military. And I think you'll find it quite fascinating. At least give the abstract a quick read. <laughs> Send it to what's DM. His, what's it say? Why do I got to look at it? Because you're the better reader than me. Okay. Durr. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if they ever labeled was... high fructose corn syrup sugar. Uh, oh. Uh, abstract. Moral foundations of restraint, partisanship, military training, and norms of civil protection, civilian protection. <clears throat> How does partisanship identify shape? How does partisan identification shape the attitudes of U.S. military officers towards targeting civilians in war? Drawing on unique surveys of soon-to-be commissioned officers in 12, R 12 Army ROTC programs, we find that Democrat-leaning soldiers exhibit greater emphasis on norms of civilian protection, known as norms of restraint, than Republican-leaning soldiers. This gap remains partially resilient after sustained exposure to military training and socialization. We attribute these partisan differences to insights from moral foundations theory, which suggests that the moral values of Democrats and Republicans guide their views towards the individual use of force in combat. Our findings have implications for the impact of military training and socialization on restraint towards civilians in war. Good. Well, there you go. Interesting. Awesome. Right. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'll check it out. That does sound interesting. Twitter sucks for $20 says, my waifu isn't for you. There you go. That's oh, true. oh, that is true. My waifu isn't for you. One waifu per, per person. There you go. Look what happens when they have waifu models and people end up having the same girlfriend model. Is that, is that going to be weird? Like, what if your friend gets the same girlfriend as you? No. I guess it would just be like twins, right? You'd just be like, oh, they're twins. They're different. Well, you know, no, this was going to happen. Okay, remember Futurama? They had like mm -hmm. the robots, but they had like the projected faces. They could, they could look however you wanted. That's what they oh, yeah. know, right? Oh, so it changes it up? Or you're right, but at first it's going to be just models. So it's going to be like, yeah, you're right. You're going to have your robot wife. Look, your, your neighbor's going to have the same robot wife. And gonna let's be... say you marry a woman who has a twin, okay? Mm -hmm. And you see her sister making out with her husband, but you're going, oh, that's my wife. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be weird? Wouldn't uh, you feel jealous? You'd be like, oh my God. I mean, I wouldn't feel jealous, but I guess I mean, not. it could be weird. I wouldn't feel jealous. Hmm. I found Ostrich's MMT questions. I wonder if I should read them. Uh, we should read them on Tuesday. Okay, let's do that. Twitter sucks for $20. Thank you, Twitter sucks. Our surrogate got uncle. Making it rain. Says Noah, quote, you're recognizing sexualization where there is none, in my opinion, is bad. But me blatantly ignoring sexualization where it obviously exists is good. If you disagree, I'm going to call you a creep and a pervert. That is literally exactly what Noah did. Yes. Wow. Uh, Doomer for two hours says, send a link and read chat, streamer clowns. Do, do you want to talk to... Uh, sure, talk I to don't Doomer? care. Okay. I think Sammy G might want to come on too. I'm not you sure. You want to come on and, and tell us about medicines, Sammy? 
Sammy G said she was going to cosplay, though. She said, hey, I should come on and cosplay while you're talking about cosplayer girls. If she wants, she's ready to do that right now. She's like, next time. I'm like, next time? Just come on now. Come on right. Listen, it's like, you got to be ready to cosplay at a, at a drop of the hat, okay? I know. She said it takes time to do it or whatever. I'm like, right. What? So next time we have a stream about women in video games, I want to be on stream. So there you go. Yeah, I should. I didn't even think about this. Just throw the Laura Croft outfit on. What takes time? Look, it's about fat it's barely, stuff. It's about health. It's, it's about barely any games. clothes. What takes long? I mean, True. it's look. Throw on the tank top. Throw on the shorts. You're done. <laughs> Sammy says I can't, Adam. Women take a long time to get ready. True. Look. Any person that's married knows this, okay? Look, also I've, true. I've been ready to go to dinner for four hours. <laughs> Waiting patiently. Oh, we're going to yeah. leave any time now. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've missed our reservation by two hours, but... <laughs> and why, why is Doomer being a total suandre? Okay, he, he knows he could just send us a DM on Discord if he wants to come <laughs> Well, I don't. I'm not always checking my Discord during. I have it open, so okay. So okay. So, sometimes so, I do open it up, and I'm like, "Oh, look, they've been DMing the whole time." <laughs> I didn't right. Even know. Yeah. No. Okay. I sent Doomer a link. So, okay. Uh, I didn't. Is he gonna I'm be not, nice or what? I don't know. Um. I I don't know if Sammy wants to come on or not. I'm not we sure. We can argue about the other thing. So. What were we arguing about? What were and we arguing about? Doomer and I were arguing about something in DMs here. Uh-huh. You're always oh, arguing. About the, about the language thing. Yeah, I just ignored. When I saw him going over that, I just ignored him. Cause right. That was, that was the correct thing to do. See, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. Right, what did you want to talk about? I, I don't fucking remember. It was like an hour ago. That No, it wasn't. Okay, yeah, it was like an hour ago. <laughs> What? What do you want? I don't know. I just I'm just just too tired out. to work. I'm like, I don't know. Okay. Coming out, I guess. How are you doing today? You doing good? Doing chill? I am I am doing fantastic. I've been having a, a great couple of days. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about female torrents? Female what? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> torrents, like the female cow people from World of Warcraft. Oh, female torrents. The female torrent model is horrible. Like the male yes. torrent model is so much better. True. It's not even like when I when I started playing WoW, I, I was immediately like, I'm a cow, dude. I'm I I played a Torin Torin shaman through like probably the first year of vanilla, dude. Torin mm -hmm. male model is so fucking cracked, and like the Torin female model might be the worst model in the entire game. It's so bad. Wow, you hear that? You hear that, J Mac? Look at that. Wait, J Mac has bad Torin takes. He he's a bit. He loves the female Torin. He's a big fan. Every, everyone <laughs> did it, loves. Did it get reworked at some point? Is it or is it still the same? It got reworked to be slightly better, but still pretty shitty. I I mean, I guess if it got reworked, I can't talk too much shit. Well, J Mac, I'll, were you were you defending it at like release? It was so bad at release. It was really about? bad in release. I'll send you what it looks like now. Um, it still looks bad, but it doesn't look as bad. Like female as... female Torin did not exist. That's true in vanilla, like no one, because it looks so awful. But, yeah, that still looks horrible. What are you talking yeah. about, J Mac? The face doesn't look as bad as it used to. 
<laughs> that's body pretty, still the same. That's pretty sad. Because well, originally the female torn face and I think the male torn face looked almost identical, didn't they? I was going to call this skinny fat, but it's really just fat. I don't know what it is. It's just weird. It's just weird. Okay, the sugar lobby fought the high fructose corn syrup people and said, listen, you're butting in on our territory, so you right. can't do it. It's illegal. Mm -hmm. So I just don't want to spread fake news on the stream. Okay. Do you want to I come know. on, CT? Do you have a video game take for us? Anyone that wants to come on, just send me a DM. Okay. <laughs> Look, invite Ostracy on. on. If, if J-Max wants to come on, if CT wants to come on, if Sam, anyone guys, that wants to come on, just send me a DM. It, all right. Let Ostracy come on and we can, do, um, yes. we can do some MMT talk. I don't, do, you guys, do you guys even realize there was a, <laughs> there was a YouTuber? Anyone like, can come on except for Ostracy to talk about MMT. <laughs> there you go. Do, do, do you guys realize there was a YouTuber with like 200k subs like posting in here for probably like uh, that's the first time I've seen them. Uh -huh. They're posting for like a while. Did you yeah, guys reach out at all? Yeah, we know about him. He's he's okay. been watching us for a while now. I don't I don't think I've seen him before, but to be fair, okay. I never watch you because your content's exactly. garbage. There so yeah. You watch all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> I I, I see. the stream muted and just troll chat. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> I do. Oh, you're so mean. There was a there was one where like Sitch was telling me to come on, but I wasn't listening to it, so he thought I was ignoring him. <laughs> yeah, Doomer was in chat like saying, "I'll come on, I'll come on, I'll come on," and I was like, "Okay, come on." And then you know, <laughs> then he wasn't listening, they, so I was like, "Okay." Look at how they make her wear this thing around her face so it hugs her fat face in. <laughs> so I I couldn't I couldn't take a Noah Samson video. What what's the premise here? What was going on? I'm not going to explain to you the whole yes, video. Yes, you, yeah, you no. are. Oh you, my you're God. about to. You're in the middle of it I'm right now. I'm not going to. I refuse. You just, we just you watched. Everyone just watched it. What the fuck? I, I'm more important. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, I'll weird. send CT a link. Oh, whoops. I'm trying to, I accidentally sent her. I was about to send her the torn lady picture. So <laughs> oh, see that. No. Wait, sorry. Now I wasn't reading chat. What did J-Max say about female torn? Okay, so if you want to talk about video games, dude, yeah. J Mac was talking about the classic female Torin model. I know, J Mac. I'm awful. sorry, but you were smoking crack, right? J -Mac, there you go. Yeah. Look, look, Doomer Shady's still on the chat. Okay, yeah, look at that. Cool. Pretty cool. He makes King of the Hill videos. I haven't, I haven't watched them, but I was like, huh, based. I like that Doomer's such a cloud chaser. He's like, Listen, what's guys. up, Shady? Tight. Wait, yeah, Cloud Chaser. Okay. I have an interest in YouTube as an art form. Thank you very much, Sitch. Oh, okay. The way you creators. said that was so pretentious. A Cloud Chaser. <laughs> I have an interest in YouTube as an art form, sir. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Let me keep reading Super Chat since Doomer came on and had nothing to say. What do you? Oh yeah, I think this. Send Shady the link. Sure, Shady wants to come on. So, so uh, we can meet him. Send me a DM. Just send everybody. Just put the fucking link in chat. Just, just, just let it happen. Just, I'll just let put it the link in chat. Just, this will be filled. Yes. Uh, WTF one A one A for twenty dollars says, "How goes listening to the Squirrely God Sitch?" Assuming he means squirrel into squirrely. I'm sure you become more base because of it. Also, did I miss the explanation of why the many short streams and videos praise be the squarely god that is foamy and friends? 
I mean, there's no explanation. It's just something we decided to to do, and people seem to enjoy it. What What was that? The why we were doing short streams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just try something new. I mean, there's well, usually there's a lot of content we want to give our opinions about during the week. Um, right, and we get um, do. Get, I mean, we get a lot of people that are just they don't want to watch long streams. So right. I mean, a lot of channels are a lot bigger than us, I think, because they do short streams. Right. Yeah. We're not having Vinny on. I'm sorry to tell you. That. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Listen, I like Vinny in the chat. Okay. But I don't know if I like him like in the audio. I'm scared not, as to what he'd be like in the audio realm. You're not curious? I mean, I'm curious to hear him for like 30 seconds. Just Dude, hear you know, screaming you know for be... 30 seconds. You know, it'd be fucking hilarious as if you invited him to fucking come in the VC and it was yeah. Elon Musk. Hi, guys. How you doing? <laughs> Elon Musk has just been funny. spamming your chat. It wouldn't, it honestly wouldn't surprise me that much. I'd believe it. That'd be pretty funny. Hello, C2. Hello, C2. Maybe your mic's not working because it's connecting forever. Okay. Uh, so For the like, record, I know uh, what Vinny sounds like. Oh, we've, how, been how does Vinny v, sound? we've been in a we've been in a well, maybe if you hung out more, you'd know. Sorry. Does he sound the way that he types? I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I also like that you guys so are covering mean. something that like I actually know about for once, and you're like, oh yeah, let's just talk about it for like seven hours. Well, and you just... can ask to come on the CT, they're streamers. Ask. That's the entire business model is to talk shit. About something they don't know anything about. That's fair. Listen, I know you're a lady and you want me to read your mind. <laughs> no, if you want to come on. No, I DM'd you like multiple times. To come on? Not to come saw... on, but just complaining. Well, yeah, but that's normal for every stream CT. That's also true. <laughs> okay. What what did you just what did you want to bring up? What did you want to talk about? Uh just that Noah is kind of full of shit, for one. Well, Second yes. of all, it's not like an either or situation with like the representation or the sexy mm -hmm. things. It's like you can have both. It just depends on the game. I don't I don't like how black and white everybody views the issue. It just irritates mm -hmm. me. Well, okay. As a as an adult human female, do you turn on a game and there's a sexy lady there and you're like, listen, I can't play this game. This offends me. Usually it makes me feel like, oh, I can play this game. It all depends on the game. If it's like an RPG, like cyberpunk, yeah, I'm into it. If it's Wait. like a dude character for like Neo, I don't care. I'll still play the game. Mm -hmm. Was this was this Gamergate content? No. It's not not Gamergate content. But that's also a good way of saying it. Yes. It's complaining no, no. about the, did you see the Dove commercial with the fat uh, female video game character? Uh, No. They had this whole thing about like we need to have more body representative, you know, female fat women in video games. All right, Sitch, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand you a clip. I'm gonna hand yeah. you a clip. This is on a silver platter, okay? Okay. Send J Mac a link. He says, "I'm telling you, give me ten minutes. I can convince you that female Torin are good. There's no fucking way. <laughs> okay. There's no fucking way. This is the easiest okay. clip in the 100%. world. Hundred percent. All right. Can you like Twitter DM him or something? Get get J Mac will, on the stream. I will send J Mac the link. Okay. If he wants to explain why Torin females are the best, do it. Um. Wait, I want to make sure I'm saying it to the right person. 
No, <laughs> send it, some random person send it to a different them. person. They just post the link on 4chan. That'd be fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. No, what I was gonna say is, no. Wait, you said you said it's you're more likely to play a game CT if it has an attractive woman in. It very much depends on the game. If I'm in the mood for an RPG, then yeah. yes. If uh, if there's a female option or like a character creator, I'm more likely to play it. If it's like mm-hmm. a story game, if I'm interested in the story, I just won't care. I thought you were gonna say if it's a story game, I don't want to play. <laughs> no, no, it's like yeah, because you won't figure out the puzzle very fast, right? I don't. I don't play very many puzzle games. Not gonna lie. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm you, not that smart. Okay. You do I like kind of. Bangs. You do kind of buck a lot of the stereotypical trends so maybe yeah i don't want to be a mermaid or me, fuck a dragon so there's that no, yeah. me, me and yeah. ct me and ct actually have the exact like gender stereotypes they're just reversed yeah you that like is all actually the, true you like all the girly romance rom-coms and ct likes all the actiony shooty bangs so there it is there it is reversed okay. to reverse gender roles i guess mm-hmm Okay. Uh, Selec S for 20 Aussie says, while people do need time to model, this idea that a role model have to look like yourself is just insane. I love Lord of the Rings and I'm not English. I admire the woman in the story and yet I'm a man. Uh, Ewan for the win. Yeah, I mean, the idea that all these role models have to look exactly like you or be, you know, be your same race or your same ethnicity or same sex, same gender is is so dumb. It's so stupid. I actually have a bit of a theory about that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more a important theory. Yeah, cuz I think it's yeah. yeah, it's more important to girls I think because of just imagination play and how they play house and play dolls and everything like that that they have representation TM whereas mm-hmm. I think boys care less. So okay. that, that's just something I've noticed with girls in particular where it's like yeah, they do like seeing people that look like themselves. Why do you think that is? Uh, because it happened with me when I was younger. There mm-hmm. there weren't a, lot, a whole lot of like tomboy characters. Now there's just a lot of lesbian characters, which is still not the same thing, but it's closer, right? Yes. Okay. But it's like back in the day, I used to get very excited when there was like a tomboy character in like a cartoon or a movie or a show or anything like that. Just because it was like, oh, someone like me, right? Well, I mean, I don't think that's like a woman thing. I think if anyone fits into some role that they feel is not common, they do get excited by seeing that role being represented in fiction i and I, th- I think that goes for you know men too do you think they're appealing to the lesbian gays i don't even know if all those characters were lesbian but they gave them the haircut and that was the haircut i had at the time and it just pissed me off because i had to get a different <laughs> haircut well are lesbians more likely to play a game with attractive lesbians in it well what if they're distracted women they be lesbians too they well, every dude that I know who played cyberpunk, cyberpunk played with played as a chick with a dick. Weirdly enough, so that's interesting. Wow, there you go. I mean, maybe that just means something about the your friends. Uh, I'm... I don't know because it seems to be pretty across the board. Yeah. What's up, J Mac? All, hey, all my friends did too. <laughs> did they really? <laughs> yeah, I I think it's just because it was an option, and you. I think it's it, just the novelty of it. Honestly, an, it li- literally is because in the game it doesn't really do anything. Like even in this, the uh, it sex locks scenes. you out of yeah, it locks you out of a lot of romance options. Honestly, it does. It does. Being a chick oh, with a sad. dick. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because one of the love interests is for 
biological females or one of them is for biological males and if you have either like mismatching parts they're just not into you and they just reject wow. you completely yeah transphobic jeez wow what game about... is this cyberpunk it's, it, it's, it's uh, cyberpunk. it's foodophobic as dev would probably say yes terrible wow. okay this was just... this was the thing i was telling you about adam with like the when you were talking about the experiencing other people's experiences that whole brain dance thing that's from cyberpunk it's just a sci-fi dystopian game Every yeah. every character creation, I just click randomize until it looks funny, and then start the game. Like I can't imagine sitting here and customizing. I'm my like character. two hours of just playing with sliders. Yes, oh forty minutes minimum. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jay, I haven't done you, it in my life. You need to defend yourself here. This, this horrible take okay. about female. Right. First of all, I'd like to correct the record. Okay. okay. Doomer said that I ten minutes. I can tell you why they are the best. I never said they're the best. Never said that. Okay. okay, so let's let's make sure that is wow. Straw man or surrogate father, Doom right? Let's let's scroll back. Hold on. Let's let's check the tape. Scroll I back up. I didn't say they're the best. Didn't say they're the best. Let's find how the, close let's find the J Mac the chat best. message. I, I I like them. I think they're great. I think they've got a lot of uh, positive qualities, which I can go over. Uh, as your a, wife played a female torn. That's okay. No, actually, me. no. She thought she laughed at me when she. she <laughs> oh wow. Okay, <laughs> I don't understand this take at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. So, well, it started as a joke because um, back in Classic when it came out, you know, in the way before times, I, I was an altaholic and I kept, you know, getting to 40 and making a new character, new class, getting to 40, rinse and repeat. And then BC was coming out, Burning Crusade. And my friend at the time was like, dude, you got to get to Max before BC comes out. And he's sure. like, what's your favorite race? What's your favorite class? And I was like, I like the, the Torrin, because I like Druids. Because at the <laughs> time, well, at the time, so look, no, Adam, this is the thing. Druid is only, it's locked to one race for each faction. Alliance uh -huh. has Night Elves, which Night Elves are great. I love them, right? Well, they got the penis ears. They so. have penis ears, yeah. So I can see why some might That's not fine. like that. <laughs> but, you know, just generally speaking, they've got really cool. Dude, okay. Female night elves, the jump animation <laughs> is so cracked. It's like one I of the agree. it's the most satisfying yes. jump in any video game ever. I played a, a female night elf is what I played after I played a male Torin, and I would just jump. You just jump all the fucking yes. time. You just jump around in circles was in it, fucking Stormwind or whatever. The fuck. Was the female jump different than the male jump? So all the animations are different, Sitch, actually, for all the races and classes and the, the mm -hmm. genders. That's what's really cool. And that's what I the reason why I like the torn female so much and the Drew oh, specifically. Oh, fuck. He's actually right. Their animations aren't that bad. The, their animations are great. And especially because I I, uh, I did um, Resto in Classic and BC. Wow. Actually, all the way all the way into, uh, yeah, I was healing main. You played a female Toro yes. healer. And oh, my was, God. Were you, were, were, you, were you trying Wait. to, like, uh, catfish <laughs> someone or something? What's going Wait, on? No. No, were Druid healers I, unplayable in Classic? They weren't unplayable, and this is remember I I got to like sixty right as BC was coming out, and that's when uh, Trent Form came out, and they Resto got a bunch Fair of enough. And stuff. I I played BC when it was like vanilla. It was yeah. Druids are fucking insane in BC. They're so good. Yeah, they were. They were. They got a lot of a lot of fun utility. Um, but as far as like the aesthetics too, the reason I didn't play male Torin, I think male Torin were great as shaman. They're super awesome as warrior because the pauldrons, because of the way the character, uh, the oh, armor yeah, models, yes, they yes. scale and they're huge and bulky. Yes. And that was really cool. But for, because I played caster and healer, I wanted to be, I wanted that more kind of sleek aesthetic. And I didn't want this big beefy Torin guy, you know, running around with like a stick with like flowers on it, casting, you know, restoration on people. And uh, just, and it just didn't feel right. And here's the, here's the kicker. My name in Classic WoW, when I rolled this character that I got to 60 before BC came out, was Lesmu. <laughs> and it stuck. Yeah. It stuck all the way right. through until 
finally yeah, someone reported me when like we were running raids in BC uh, at level 70 at some I finally got reported and had to change it but I had that name forever mm-hmm so well, you know, there's there's the nostalgia baked in there. I like the animations, the the way the armor scales with the character models, you know. Yeah, and plus, I think there a lot of people hate the voices because they sound like this, you know. Yes, really well, dumb. Not enough mana. I, I kind of find that funny, you know. <laughs> Back in the day when you're casting and you've got this, you had you know, air speech on. Um, I would. Like, yes, I. Oh my I, god, I. God, I, played I WoW. turned that off so quick. I probably played two years of real time wow i don't remember what any of the fucking voices sound like i can't believe you had that on oh i i love the voices i um the undead are my favorite too the um the oh male undead i really love they have the gravel yes. you know i think actually it wasn't until uh wrath i turned off air speech because i played uh, an orc death knight and so i'd hear like that room is on cooldown. That room is on cooldown. <laughs> that room, like every two seconds, because you're just slamming the keys. So I'm just like, oh god, it needs to be turned off immediately. I, I know my friend thinks my buddy's thinking I'm a psychopath. I was like, maybe I don't know. It's yeah. possible, but I just. I mean, you did like play that. a female Torin. Yeah. Why? Why don't you just play a male Torin? You get I, the big shoulder. He just said why. He yeah, doesn't I, want I, the big shoulders. Yeah, I don't because I play caster. Oh, you didn't want. I thought you said you wanted the big. Shoulder. No, for like warrior and shaman. I think. Oh, but not for caster. Yeah, I, I played balance and resto, so. Yeah, the fuck, dude. The male torn animations when you charge are like so nice. Oh yeah, and I'm playing. I'm playing classic right now too. They uh, just released a hardcore uh, classic. So what do you Why? mean hardcore? Like you die and you're dead you, forever. Yep, you die and your character's gone. Just deleted. really. Yep. Why would you? That's do this pretty to weird. Wait, how uh, does that work in WoW? <laughs> so it, weird. It, they so the the classic. Is it, servers... is it PVP server? No, no. Actually, oh, you can okay. flag yourself, but there's no PVP. That would be Jeez. ridiculous. Yeah. No, but yeah, if you die and um, it's just your your character and there's like an announcement that like you died and if you get to sixty, then the entire server is is informed and there's like a big cheer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's crazy, man. It's it's it makes the game. I think as someone intense, really oh intense. like you're playing God. with your head on a swivel, especially in classic when so much bullshit was just. Yes, it's so corner. easy yep. to die in classic when you're leveling. I can't imagine playing that. I've, with... I've got an classic. You're just like you're just like walking around. You're just trying to get to the next place, and there's some random mob. Yeah, you'll just, just level, get hit through a wall. Level fifty for no reason. <laughs> fall yes. to the ground into the abyss. Oh my there was God. a level fifty six. I have a, an add on called um, Deathlog, and it announces when someone dies and tells you like how what killed them and where mm-hmm. and the number one death you can look at like the metrics the number one death is fall damage and the number one location is in the undercity yep. and <laughs> oh no joke, yep. God. Today, a level 56 priest died in the oh. undercity to fall the first oh thing that sucks. The first thing that came to my mind was outside Scarlet Monastery because those like yeah, those that, really high level mobs in the low yes. level zone, mm-hmm. and like they would get they would get pulled out because the aggro just didn't make any sense. And yeah. like a lot of the mob aggro and like I don't know if it got fixed for this, but it used to be that like mobs would just get lost. They would just be places they weren't supposed to be, and they would just like reset. And they're like, all right, I guess I live here now. And so there's just like a <laughs> higher level mob in an area just like aggroing people. Well, the, the leash tech was really wonky. You can have someone being chased, and then they would die. And sometimes they, the mobs would reset and run back. Sometimes they would just stick to you. And yeah. so you've got some guy who's running with six mobs after him. He'll die. And then you're just kind of cut up, caught up shit creek with six guys on you hitting you. And yep. Just dead. Oh, my God. It's well, fun. you're braver than I am. I don't think I'd play... I mean, it would be... I agree, it would be exhilarating to play WoW at hardcore mode, but... Yeah, level 26, so... Exhilarating? 
exhilarating, yeah. Because yeah. you'd of be course. worried about losing your character yeah, so badly. Yeah, if you die, you just wasted all that You'd just time. be wimping out, though. You wouldn't want to... You'd be okay, like, oh. Okay, Adam. There, there is a sense of accomplishment when the risks are great. And the yeah. greater no, the I get risks, it. I totally the get risks. it. And the big thing, too, because I played Permadeath in other games, but mm -hmm. on solo games, there's not as much of a weight because, you know, what do you do? You get an achievement on Xbox, you can check your achievements, and okay, great. But in this, there's like the community is really involved right. because everybody's trying not to die. So, you know, you get people. <laughs> you get to show yeah. off. You get the 60. You get to walk around. You got to walk around uh, Ogremar real slowly doing a little strut. Like, look at me. I made it to 60. Oh, yeah. Do you, you guys know who uh, Asmongold is? He's a streamer. Yeah. 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 He, he's been watching a lot of, um, they're called like uh, best slash worst wow deaths. And they're people in hardcore who are dying. And like some of the ways that you, the videos are hilarious because they just, um, you know, it's like it's classic wow. So the bullshit just happens. But yeah. there's another, you asked about PvP. So there is no open PvP. You can flag yourself, but there's no world PvP. However, you can duel to the death. You can do a mock gara, which is orc for duel to the death, basically. And at any time, you can challenge someone to a duel. And they have to accept it, obviously. And then it's a duel to the death in a, a given area. And if you kill them, you get a special buff that you collect their ear. So you under your character oh. portrait, it will show you how many ears if you've killed people in duels. Oh, why would anyone agree to a duel? I I don't know. I I've been, I've been <laughs> I would never do it. That seems. Can you say ridiculous. no? You can I say you no. Said yeah. you have you, you to. Can, you can say no. No, no, no. You can you can. But also in the if you leave the you can actually leave the uh, the duel area and it takes you out of it. But then it gives you a debuff called um, Dishonored and it reduces all your stats by fifty percent for three days in game time. So, like, you can't just log out for three days and come back and have it cleared. You have to be playing the game for three days Wait, before. Three, 72 hours? You have to have the game on for 72 hours. Before, yes, and it all your buff, all your stats down 50%. Um, your oh speed is reduced by, like, 10% or 25%. God. Like, it completely nerfs your character. You're just useless. That is horrific. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Crap. What? Okay, wait. What class are you? Are you Druid? I'm Druid, yeah. Playing Druid right now. Jeez. Nope. I, if I had to do this, I don't even know. What, I don't know what would be the safest class to play. The oh. the metrics right now, the number one is mage because mage was just so broken in in a uh, classic. I can't. I never played a mage in classic, so I don't. I, I don't like mm -hmm. mages, but they can make their own food and water. They can have sure. blink. Uh, they true. have crazy AOE. So like AOE farming from forty five to sixty is you know, it's yeah. Uh, I would think that rogues would be the safest just because you always have vanish ready to go. You Though do. I guess actually in vanilla, it was a lot more like the mob would still accidentally yes. punch you. So, yes. like, so vanish wasn't so good. And having stealth gives you a false sense of security because you're like, I'll just stealth past these guys. They're only no, two you levels. won't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, they just look at you. No, no, that's why they can see me. Right. Pop out and hit you and then you're just dead because you're true. in the middle of a, a cave all the way in the back. Right. That's you, a good uh, point because yeah, you're gonna try to like stealth through some cave to just kill the guy in the back, and then someone sees you, and you're like, you're, "Oh, you're screwed. I'm you're done." Dead. Yeah. Such uh, check Twitter DMs. Okay. Nice, but yeah, or maybe just be a paladin, so you always have your bubble hearth ready. Bubble hearth, yeah. I've seen yeah people call them uh, rats when they when they run like they'll be running dungeons and someone something will go wrong and someone will just bail instantly. I can't. Oh my god, I can't imagine doing a dungeon. I've I would never two. do a dungeon. That, I've done two. I've done uh, RFC, and then I've done Wailing Caverns. And I healed. I healed for... You know how stressful it is for a healer to know that if I fail, their so, character's oh, gone? Oh, my God. They're just Doing gone. Doing anything. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Why, why would you do it? Because <laughs> it's the rush. Go to, go, to areas, the rush. go to areas like three levels below in AOE. Like it's like it's like it's just in, right into my veins. It's just oh RFC maybe. Whaling Caverns of Vanilla, I would never do that on a permadeath. <laughs> I, I was way over level for it. I was like oh, okay. I was like six levels. Wait, higher. when you get to sixty, I assume no one raids, right? There are awesome. there are people there are people who are raiding right now. Uh, How do you raid a, if you I don't know? Your... Okay. To say like, like they cleared Nax or whatever, there's um, a guild that, that has been doing no, it. yes, this, mm-hmm. this is impossible. I don't believe they've, this. They've done it, and no one dies. Cleared. I don't know if they clear, but I do know there was a guild that was um was trying to tackle all the end game raids. They should just have it set up so when you get to sixty, then the permanent thing goes away. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, man. That's I can't imagine raiding the permanent thing, but it's like okay. Yeah, now that now that wild talk has just taken over the stream. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, CT is sitting there very enthralled. Well, I, I, <laughs> oh no, I I'm gonna I'm gonna title this "Why Female Torrens Are the Best Class in WoW." That's gonna be the title of this clip. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, you should title it "Why Doomer Is Wrong About Like Something Really Incendiary About Me." You want to get try to get clicks, CT? <laughs> yeah. Learn the game. Mm-hmm. No, I love I love torn females, but okay. not in a, not in a gross way. Just like it I should be. <laughs> and there's the preview. I respect the, the, the title. The title should be making fun of me, and the thumbnail should be should be J Mac as female torn furry. <laughs> it's a tasteful appreciation. There you go. There you go. Yeah, they're utterly the best. Can I say? <laughs> so I assume you're playing a female torn right now. Utterly, utterly. I see what yeah. you did there. Yeah. Is oh, it and on. Now- on the vanilla server now, do you have to play Torn? They don't have the troll available. No, no, because that wasn't in uh, troll didn't release until I think Kata. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Kata. Okay. So yeah, I'm locked. Wow. Disgusting. But I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it. Disgusting. Yeah. You so know? your okay. main character that you've had forever is uh, one of these cow ladies. It, it was. I don't. I haven't played actual retail in forever like in god knows how long but when they my my friends are you know from high school and stuff they every now and then whenever blizzard releases like when the classics came out in 2019 they're like hey we should play and whatever and when this came out i think it was like last month and one of my buddies was like yeah i'm I'm playing it it's really fun and so i was like all right maybe i'll look and jump in worst it's the worst dust off the cow yes and then it's i'm already like putting in hours and staying up too late and it's like i gotta I gotta find that balance because it's gonna suck me back in. I don't even, no, I don't even know what expansion they're up to. Yo, yo, J Mac, do you have an MBA? I don't actually know what you do. Do I do I, do I? Oh, an MBA? No, my wife does. I don't. Oh, okay. So I've been, I I just started reading about like business and marketing and shit. It's actually fascinating. I'm I'm yeah. shocked at how interesting it is. It's very it's very. I've I've been looking at uh courses. I started um when I was actually getting an education before I dropped out, but. I've been wanting to go back. I just balance work and everything on top of school it's, and kids and everything else. I bet. It is kind of funny that in WoW, they now have like all the classic. They have classic, classic. They have classic Burning Crusade, mm-hmm. classic Wrath yep. of the yep. Oh, Oh, and to bring this back to the conversation about yeah. um, women and, and representation, I don't know what this guy was even talking about because there are no men and women in games anymore anyways. It's, it's type A's and type B's, so I don't know what he's freaking out about. Like, what do you mean? So in classic WoW, the whole thing was they didn't change anything. Yeah. Except when you make your character, it's not male and female. Remember, it was like the male symbol and female symbol. Yeah. So 
it's now it literally says type A and type B and has oh like a my masculine. God. That's how they yes. that's how they avoid it. Yes, They're like, look, we're not getting into any of this yeah, politics yeah, crap. Hilarious. You don't even get to be male or female. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got A or B, bitch. <laughs> With like a masculine, Take like your a, pick. obvious guy silhouette and an obviously girl silhouette. <laughs> Dude, if you okay. if if you really want to have progressive games, it should all just be Excel spreadsheets. Yeah, it shouldn't even be graphics. <laughs> Ones and zeros. That would be my that would be my ideal world. I mean, that's what WoW is. It's just an Excel spreadsheet that looks prettier. Yeah. Are you the A or the B? Yeah, that's why I said my type Bs. I, I represent my Torin type Bs. Mm -hmm. Oh, disgusting. Even so though I think she's in... got double Ds. Wow. <laughs> nice. No, it's like that in Elden Ring, too. I never really thought about it until now, yeah. but it's not like a gendered thing. It's just like, would you like type A or type B? And one is just very clearly male and the other is female. Yeah, that's yeah. It's cool. it, it's just, it's because that, that's why when I when we look at this kind of stuff, I never think the people on top are actually ideologically dispossessed. I think that you might have middle management, you might have some of the lower uh, employees, but the actual people at the top, they, they don't care. care about any of that. They yeah. just all right, what what's going to cause the least amount of friction and generate the most amount of profit. That's all they care. Yep. About. I know what J Mac does. Okay, he How takes much female torn. Can we sell? He goes. He goes to. He goes to Ogamore. He takes off all his armor, and he just slow walks around watching the the jiggle. Okay. No, baby, I go to Goldshire because I'm exotic over there. That's that's a alliance. Oh, there's no PVP. So yeah, I guess you could do that. You go to yeah, yeah get on the uh, Goldshire tables and dance for. And dance. You guys, are you guys going to greet your guest? Oh, hey, she. What's going on? <laughs> talking about fucking wow. For We're talking hour. about naked torrents. Okay, this is a very important conversation. How you doing, Shady? What's up, Shady? Shady's nice gone. to meet you. He he oh. ran away from the conversation. Did he? No, he's. His I don't know, audio's he, not even working. Yeah, he, he, he just said trying to fix message. audio. He yeah, says no problem. Okay. No problem. I want to hear more about J Mac uh, dancing naked. And Contrast did a meme so, here that I think is supposed to be making fun of me, but. So Sitch, <laughs> was it Sitch or Doomer? One of you guys asked if I ever catfished someone. Yeah, that was me. So I, I don't judge me. Okay. Catfished in WoW or no, just no, no. It wasn't. Like... Do you, now, Sitch, you remember the game uh, City of Heroes? Uh, I never played it, but I know what the game okay. is. Yeah. So it's like a superhero. And it's like World of Warcraft, but superheroes. Right. And uh, at this, look, I was young at the time, and I didn't mm -hmm. think it was anything crazy. But mm -hmm. uh, and my, it was actually my girlfriend's idea because she was playing with me. Um, and in the game, we decided we were tell all the people in our equivalent to a guild that we were a lesbian couple because I was playing a female <laughs> character. And people believed it, right? And we weren't on voice chat or anything at the time, so it's like, you know, whatever. And uh, we were in this guild, and my girlfriend stopped playing because she actually wasn't really into it. She was one of those things like, oh, I want to play a game with you. And then she started and was like, I don't like this. That always happens. It does. It does. Next mm -hmm. thing you know, they're like, you finished it. I want to see the story. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not even the, playing. Give me the highlights. Like, just go to YouTube. You know? Why'd you play that cutscene? I was like, well, because I wanted to play the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so the guild leader who, of the guild that we were in, you know, he was always like talking to me and everything like that. And he actually, I remember... I felt so bad because he just bared his soul one of these days. Like oh I'm god. really struggling with, you know, my wife at the time. And I'm at the, I'm like, oh my God, this is going way past the point of where it should have ever gone. Oh, that sucks. That yeah. sucks. So, They're trying oh, to confide no. in you. Yeah. Trying to get oh, some of no. your womanly advice. Yes, no. yes. And I felt so Honey, bad. get over here. Talk to this guy. He's having marital problems. I can't believe you do and, this. I know. And I, I remember I remember How talking terrible. to my girlfriend. I was like, "This, you know, the, the, our guild leader, the, the guy. He's, you know, he's thinking this." And and it was, was your like, guild leader. Yes, yes. That's how yes. you get perps. No, I, I look. I that's never, just I the, never got that's gold. That's the strat. 
I never. Why got, not? God, you're I not even good DKP. at it. DKP. Look, because to me it was a it was a prank, bro. It was just funnies for the lols. But sure. It, I, if I can if I can take a moment to advocate catfishing, I would recommend that everyone goes Stop. on OkCupid no. and Don't makes a email account no. and under, understand how the other half lives. Look, I disavow. <laughs> it's a completely like, different world. Like like I said, I was young and and naive and. I didn't realize. <laughs> I just harm. wanted the loot. I was young I didn't and naive. Realized the harm my actions would would befall of others, but Terrible. yeah, that's the way it always begins. A little tiny deception, and the next thing you know, yeah. you're the, the total asshole. Yeah. So I just I changed servers and just made a different character. <laughs> <laughs> And then he, yeah, and then his I, wife left him, and he committed I suicide. Shut up, Adam! Don't put that on me. Come on, just ghosted. Come just on, ghosted it. You're like, no, it's, no, it's gone realized, too long. He realized where his life had gotten, and he he re- said, "Oh my God, I'm confiding in this probably guy who is telling me they're a girl, and it's like I need to fix my life and turn it around." You know, and that's how I'm writing history. And that's, that's how it right, happened. Yeah. As like an someone who has of... had men confide in me randomly for no reason, that is not what happened, Gina. <laughs> as, soon, <laughs> as, as soon as you left him, he realized how badly he'd been to his wife and he patched things up and got things yes, back together Yes, thank you, Adam. Again. Thank you. It's like an episode of Seinfeld. You're like, I'm in too deep, Jerry. I'm in too deep. Jerry. I gotta <laughs> leave. Woman, yeah. Jerry. I gotta leave. Chat, Just tell her the truth. Like a... Just tell him the truth. You're like, no, gotta go. What do I do, Jerry? He's asking for nudes on AOL. What do I do, Jerry? <laughs> hey, so Chad. Chad did not your, like my catfishing take. Is your mic working? I didn't like your catfishing take very much either. To be, to be fair, no you one know, likes your base. catfishing take. Listen, I like that you, you don't like you don't like. Okay, first really? of all, it's called market research. Okay, okay. you want you want to have an understanding yeah, of the sure. world. Sure. This you don't picture... like fish. You're not allowed to advocate for catfishing. That is true. You hate seafood, don't you? you that hate is true. Oh my gosh! Do you know. like seafood? I yes. I straight up packet. McDonald's. McDonald's is better than the best sushi in the world, dude. Oh, sushi is disgusting. Oh nope. my god! Disgusting. I'm, I'm not gonna disgusting. Would this is why I came on the stream. Would rather have a reheated no. McChicken. Mm-mm. What the fuck? Nope. You degenerate. You child. Look at this little baby palate. Over why would here. you want to eat slime? It's not if you're okay. Look, if what you is sushi, sushi has slime, slime on it. Sushi does not. Are you at Nickelodeon? Seafood, what are you seafood, doing? Seafood people are the biggest copers. It's like it's like alcohol people that like some disgusting IPA, and you're like, no, just just try it. You're like, no. like no, it's disgusting, you, and it, so is seafood. They're like, oh, dude, I swear this this disgusting slimy fish that smells like crap. This one tastes good. No, it doesn't. Okay, no, it doesn't. You're supposed you're, to go to a restaurant, not pick yes. sushi out of a dumpster. All yeah, right, Safeway at like nine p.m. Getting yes. the sushi. It's, it's not. Yes, it's not I, what we're I, talking I, about. We're talking about proper restaurants. Okay. Okay. All right. Are we? So my, my whole life, everyone's like, oh, how could you not like seafood? It's so good. Or you come, come to this place. We'll get sushi. It only costs $75 for three little rolls. And it's really, and then it is nasty. <laughs> and then it's nasty. Worse than McDonald's. Would rather have a reheated McChicken than $100 okay, I'm not going to go that easily. far, but I do agree with Doomer that I don't like sushi. Look, so there's that. Look, You're my, my, daughter, my daughter, who is five, she'll be six in October. Yeah. She will eat sashimi, Doomer. She, her, her shrimp, one of her favorites. Okay. So I, I would just like the record to show that my five-year-old daughter has a more refined palate than doing. <laughs> I, why? Why would you want to refine your palate to be able to eat garbage? No, no, and no. Yes, you, yes, you Sammy. I am from Florida. That, no, that's a that's no. a good point. Sammy brings up. I am from Florida. I have access to the good seafood. I'm I'm in the good seafood part of America. You have it's still terrible. You're getting it. I are you sure? 
I don't know. Apparently, you're eating you're slime. Saying. I mean, I don't know what's going on with that. It, it, it's all slime. But it's oh not. God. It's not. What does like, that even oh mean? Oh, my God. Like, imagine being in the ocean and be like, oh, I, you know, what is there to eat here? Oh, there's an eel. Let's kill and eat that. It's disgusting. Why would you want to is it? delicious. Okay. Oh, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no. Look at you that can octopus, say that about man. anything. Oh, I'm really walking around as a little pig this... eating its own shit. Oh, I'm going to kill and eat this. That's disgusting. Like, you say that about I can't anything. wait to put this in my mouth. What are you oh, talking about? Look at this little bird walking around. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to take this egg. I'm going to take this egg. That came out of this people. bird's cloaca. Do you eat oysters? I do. And I'm going to crack it <laughs> open and eat it. Okay, disgusting. disgusting. Like, you can say about anything. Dude, oysters taste like WD-40. What I'm are not you listen, what? I'm not, listen, I'm not defending oysters. When, who's oh tasted WD-40? A tour, apparently. He slurps <laughs> oh that shit up. That's probably why his tastes are so... He dribbles it on his suit, sipping on WD-40. Hey, Shady, how are you doing? Disgusting. Can I be heard? I don't know. Yes. yes. Oh, nice. How do you feel stream. about sushi? How do you feel about sushi? How do I feel about general? sushi? Oh, it's disgusting. Oh, oh, based. Based. Oh, but to be fair, yeah. I have the taste palate of a 10-year-old. So. <laughs> That's also based. <laughs> Twinkies. What do you think of Twinkies? Oh, no, nah, I hate Mac Twinkies. And cheese? <laughs> Mac and cheese, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and chicken stir fry. What else is there in life? Those and burritos. Those things are well, great. Too. There's taco. I mean, Come on. Taco Bell's pretty good. There's a lot of other things, but you know, I'm black, so when you say chicken, like my eyes just widen up whenever I hear it. <laughs> okay, but but I'm assuming there's some seafood that you like. Okay, maybe not. Me? No. Yeah, you. Everything uh, everything in the shrimp, ocean. Crabs. Yeah. Lobster. Okay, so, so you just don't like sushi, but you actually like no, I don't like lobster. Uh okay. but shrimp and crabs, yeah. yeah. Okay, but see, Zoomer doesn't like any seafood. That's no. how broken he is. Get, take Lobster's everything delicious. in the ocean and throw it in the ocean and set it on fire. Get rid of it. <laughs> How do you not like fried shrimp? <laughs> what? It's nasty. It's also what? expensive. Oh like God. a uh, crawfish boil? Like, oh, man. I'm just yeah. now I'm hungry. But I, pr I, I probably legs? haven't had a crawfish boil because, you know, I have standards and I eat food for adults. <laughs> that, like that's like, that's like chicken sandwiches and mac yes. and cheese? Yes. Yeah. Reheated yes. Okay. Reheated McChickens, yes. Let me tell you sure. about McChickens, dude. I, I I ate one once that was sitting under my car seat for over a month, and it was still no rot, no spoil, and that's not a good thing. I don't believe this story. Dude, my, my relationship I, I, with McDonald's right now, Sitch, I, I promise I you, I swear. Why would you eat it? You found a McChicken. It was like, it's from a month ago. Let me it's, eat it. It's when I was, I, was, I was down on my luck, when I was not doing okay. too hot. You were desperate. You're like, oh, this desperate. McChicken's still here. I was here. looking for change. Did, I was did you heat it up? For the value. No, I didn't have I was living on my car and I had a microwave. I, I live next to wow. the world's most unprofessional McDonald's. Could I'm unironically considering contacting corporate. It's so fucking <laughs> bad. Cigarette lighter. Why is it bad? <laughs> I know. You, like, it's, I the service is just abysmal. Like, I, I went in there and ordered a sandwich. After 30 minutes, they didn't have it. There was like no reason. I like I left. I was like I wait 30 you, minutes for like a breakfast sandwich. Was, was it They're in the just morning? incompetent. It's like this all the time. And then like, uh, the like people channel? I know from around here have also been there, and they're like, yeah, it's like unreal. It's it's like the worst McDonald's of the world. Jeez. Well, you don't even it's talk so to bad. people in McDonald's anymore. It's just the at least all the ones by me. It's just the little screen thing that you click. Based. I don't want to talk to people. Well, I mean, you would click the screen thing, and then you would wait for half an hour. And then, and then you would leave. Okay, then yeah. At that well, point, Doomer, just go behind the counter and make it yourself. There's yeah. no one there. Or walk into the drive-through. Like, it's just it's just shocking because like if, like the whole 
premise of McDonald's was that like the reason McDonald's succeeded was because they were selling a business that was like unfuck upable. Like it's, you're supposed to be able to take a McDonald's and give it to basically anyone of even base level competence and it should be able to run itself reasonably well. That's the whole premise. It's like it's not something you're supposed to be able to mess up that badly. Well, you said base level competence. So, Tr yeah, not these people. <laughs> wow. Mean. So, yeah. so what's up, Shady? You've never had you on before. Since you need to read <laughs> worst streamers, he said BRP in chat. Oh, I'm not okay. I listen, I don't read anything. I, how am I better at this than you? If you're better, where's your channel? <laughs> hey, we'll see. Yeah, what did he say? I said, BRP, said BRP in chat. I missed it. What's that mean? Be right. Oh, he said, be right, be back. right back. I gotcha. It means he's going to don't get ask, some, look, uh, don't ask questions yeah. while they're while they're gone. Right, I actually zero that. zero Fox did a a meme here. Oh uh, no! On oh, Twitter, that's, that's hilarious. Of um the character and Noah mm -hmm. both eating ben the and Ben and Jerry's. Jerry's. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good meme. Contrast meme about us talking about wow with you. Noah, you're my third best friend right. in the whole the world. Like, third, who are the first two? Ben and Jerry. Talking about going I, I know a little bit about WoW, but uh, like MOBAs were never really my thing. So fair. I mean, good. It's probably for the best. Listen, I don't like people at like the best of times. I'm not gonna go like interact with them and do missions and join guilds. I Did you say MOBA? Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, MMOs. I knew, I knew what you meant. Thank you. Well, so, see, that's how little I know about them. Fake fan. You said MOBA. Fake gamer girl. God, fake gamer. Girl. I mean, uh, that would be proof though that she's not into them. That's yeah, okay. right, logical. Yeah. To be fair, well, I did I did want to try the Lord of the Rings one at one point, and I just never did. And then they shut it down. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, there goes that. Well, there you go. And the first MOBA started from well, that wasn't MMO, but it was Warcraft three. Warcraft so. three RTS, but fit close enough. Yeah. I've never played World of Warcraft once, not one time in my entire life. Adam, don't admit that publicly. I've heard it. No, it's I've okay heard of it. It's not a good thing to admit. <laughs> Look, I mean. just, I've been doing other other things. I mean, I would probably like it. I played a lot of video games, so I just mm -hmm. never World of Warcraft. 2004, well, man. I was in high school. It was like the prime time. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, me too. It was, it was the perfect time to ruin my first two years of college. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That was also my case, and it was a bad, it was a bad mistake. They didn't have these badass video games when I was in college, which was probably a good thing. Because it probably would interfere with getting a lot done. You weren't yeah, up for you, until for you. 3 a.m. playing Pong, you know, just yeah. Like the Pong was not <laughs> the Pong was not really enticing, not so enticing. So, uh -huh. or you know, it could ladies. inspire you to like go on and do great things with your life. You know, sure. I've seen remember. people like just dog on video games and I'm like, I, I get it. They're addictive, but they can be productive if you know how to use them right. Oh, yeah. A I wouldn't the say they art. can be productive, but a, a lot of the early art from the games uh, you really inspired me. You guys remember like the um, the, the manuals that would come with like all your games. Yes. I remember the, the Super Mario one had like the baby Yoshis and everything. And that kind of bubbly art style really pushed me when I was younger to like start drawing and getting all that kind of fleshed out and then when warcraft uh one and two came out the uh chris metzen which was one of like the lead creatives on the game him and another uh, artist named samwise would always put out these awesome pencil drawings and like that was really inspirational to me so you know yeah i, I think there's some truth there 
video games is how I got into uh well it's not how I got but it pushed me further into literature analysis uh because I began studying like the story of specifically the Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. and I actually used uh the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask to do one of my final projects where I had to create a manual uh, a guide by guide manual to uh, finish instructions. And my manual was how to get all the masks in Majora's Mask. And I got 98 on that. That's nice. awesome. It's a good game. Which, I was gonna say- here's a hot take. Which one do you like better? Or not a hot take, but let's, let's ask a contentious question. Which one do you like better, Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time? Both bad. Majora's Mask. Tumor. Oh, wow. Oh Are we? Is Majora's Mask is better. That's the correct answer. Are, is anyone surprised by Doomer just having the worst take? Possible? My heart. I didn't hear what he said. What did he say? He said they're both bad. They're both bad? By what standard? Yeah, by what standard? Doom? Objectively. <laughs> Objectively. Have you, pl- have you even played them? You're just trolling. Who? Doom. Who? Doomer. I, A I long would, hesitation, I would never, Doomer. Yeah. I would never troll. Yeah, okay. He's never mm. even played either of them. No, but I, listen. I've played Ocarina. Okay. And you didn't like it? Oh, it's really good. How are oh, the okay. cutscenes? Okay. Good, moderately good. I mean, good for in Ocarina. They were revolutionary at the time, but like they don't age. Ocarina doesn't age well as a whole. Majora's Mask ages a lot better, even though it wasn't as influential as Ocarina. Yeah, no, Majora's Mask. I agree, definitely much better, much more interesting story. Like I don't know how interesting the story is of Ocarina of Time to kind of like do a. A project on but majora's mask is very interesting the whole like uh the aspects of death and and doom that's kind of going over on everyone's head that's kind of slowly approaching and how i mean i'm assuming you've seen all those videos where they talk about how like all the different work like the different places you go are all the different uh, aspects of grief yes of death all of them like every single one i yeah. wanted to make a video about uh creamia Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think she is one of the saddest characters in the story while uh, simultaneously being one of the happiest characters. Because despite being like this business owner who is doing really successful, it's like you look at her life, all of her problems in that game are not fixed by uh, Link. Like, yeah, he fixes the 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 alien thing once, right. but they come back every year. And yeah, he fixes the the bandits once, but they come back late uh later in her life like they're a consistent problem mm-hmm. and i think i genuinely think she has like one of the saddest lives despite that she doesn't really have a big tragedy unless you just you know you let romani get kidnapped right well i mean you is are busy a like the game is that yeah. what we're talking about majora's yes. there a... okay yeah. is there is there a video essay comparing the story of majora's mask to melancholia sounds like a banger <laughs> i probably <laughs> i've seen like, i've seen melancholia I know what that one is. The, the Deku's butler, or the butler Deku, his son, that was... Because if you're young and you're playing through it, it's something you might miss. Because, you know, the credits are rolling and everyone's celebrating. And then there's that, that last shot of him with the, the tree. And then I didn't put it together because you're just a kid, right? But it's like, oh, the mask that you have is was his son. And it's like that whole cycle from beginning to end. And I remember as I got older and I played it when I was uh, when it came out for the D- the DS and I was like, oh man, that's right, that that was that's what happened there. It's a very adult uh, game, I think, compared to a lot of the other uh, Zelda entries. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think it's the most. I haven't played all the Zelda games, but from the ones I've played, I think it's the most interesting storyline. It has the element of when you, the more times you play it, the more you notice, and that's sign of a really 
interesting media. Yeah. Uh, just repeat plays show you more and more depth in the story. Mm-hmm. I will yeah, say cool. I am glad in the 3DS version they added the Bombers Journal. That that simplified things a lot. Oh yeah, they, yeah. they added the Bombers Journal. Yeah, in the yeah. original N64 version, you kind of just had to keep track of everything yourself and write it down. Like but what time the, all the different events yeah. took place? So, no, uh, in, the did, 64 one had. I've only played the 64 one. Yeah. It had a Bombers Journal. Oh, well, I'm just stupid they, then. <laughs> I thought they they I thought they made it easier. They, they might have made it easier to yeah. access it. But yeah, you, maybe. in order to get it in the 64 version, you had mm-hmm. to either tell the kid the password as Link or get the password from the kid as Link, either or. You join the bombers as Link, basically. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah. They changed a lot of the controls in the, the DS version, which I actually didn't like. Like the, the swimming, the Zora swimming was changed. Oh, that was that was bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never played the 3DS version, but I was really upset when it came out because Majora's Mask to me felt like a very unique experience. And I don't mind like a remaster, but to like a, a remake in that essence, I was upset that they decided to revisit that unique place. Well, what is there... I mean, is there anything different about it? I thought it was just on DS. It, there's some of the graphics are like the moon graphics are changed. Like they have, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I said, hate the updated moon. Are, are they, I'm I assuming agree. they're updated to, to be like but whatever. So the, it wasn't just updated. Like some of the aesthetics, mm-hmm. I think, were creatively changed. And the moon's really? a big indicator because the Troy if you can look at them side to side and it's not like, oh, we just upped yes. the poly count or whatever. It's like Let's the actual it. expression has changed. And I, I don't know. I'll check it out because I never it, I've never played it on DS either. I was super mad whenever it came out on DS because I like to collect uh, all the collectible DSs. You know, they released like the Smash Brothers one, mm-hmm. Pokemon ones. And uh, at the time, they came out with it. And I told my wife, I was like, I want to, we got to buy this, really got to buy this. You know, it's a limited collector's edition. And she's like, you already have like four. You don't need to buy another one. And what? You know, I'm a guest. wife. I, I was in, <laughs> well, you know, we're, I was in the military at the time. So I'm on military pay. And I was like, oh, maybe she's right. You know, maybe you shouldn't. And it was one of the the DSs that just sold out, and it got scalped hypes like price height like crazy. And so now it's like I got I kind of have that in my back pocket every time Adam. It's like I want to <laughs> buy something and like, well, you remember, remember the Majora's Mask 3D? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, really. You told me no on that. It would be worth ten thousand yeah, dollars now. You know, it's a shame. I could have probably had that for three hundred. Now it's like ten grand. No. <laughs> wow. It's not up to ten grand. This is the last it's time not, I checked. It was like, yeah, it was like, like a grand no. or something. No, it's not that. <laughs> why do you got to ruin everything, CT? Because I wanted it too. That's why. I'm like, please don't be ten grand now. <laughs> no, it, it's it, but it it is expensive. It's just... that's hilarious. Yeah, and the DS, the the moon looks angrier. They took it, like some of the sadness out. I think. There's... I don't want to call the moon in the original subtle because that's not what it is at all. <laughs> but it feels like it lost some subtlety in the 3D mm-hmm. version. Yeah, like I sent you a picture if you want to look at it. Like the the DS one is a lot more aggressive. I'm the... seeing the mean moon all over the place. Here, well, what's, what's weird because one of the things you have to get is the moon's tear, and. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I always felt like there was an air of, of sadness. And since the, the game is already dealing with all those heavy handed emotions, like there's regret and stuff. But with it just being this pissed off thing, it almost becomes a caricature. Right. Well, right. the moon is representative of Skull Kid's anger. He's yeah. angry at his friends. And it's alone. not just a furious anger. It's a sad anger because his mm-hmm. friends left him. So the tear. Yeah, you're right on point. Anything. If you say it represents sadness, 
and you're talking about Majora's Mask, you're probably on point because that whole cave is just filled with grief. Oh yeah, melancholy is is just all throughout it. Yeah. Good game. game entirely about death for children. Highly recommend. And in Ocarina, you save the princess. End of story. Yeah. I like Ocarina too. It's got a special place in my heart, but it's it's obviously way more of a straightforward, simple quest. I, I 100% did both, so I'm I have no room to talk. I mean, I'm fine with Ocarina, but Majora's Mask was my first. Oh yeah. Oh, you played that first. What is up with yep. the moon's teeth? I don't. Know. You picked the darkest picture, Sitch, but I guess you were trying Good to get dental two. hygiene. It's the one that had the two combined. Right. My guess is they wanted to make it look unsettling, and yep. teeth are unsettling unless they are on, uh, like an actual human. Like they, you immediately enter Uncanny yeah. Valley when you put, uh, r- like realistic teeth. That's why cartoon characters a lot of times they just have white there instead of individual teeth. Right. Shady, have you ever watched? There was a, um, I don't know if it's like it was like a fan project or something. They did like a three D animation of the Happy Mask Salesman, and um. Like, the Skull Kid took the mask. Did you ever watch yep. that? I love yep. that. I love that. I absolutely adore that. The oh, I, I said, if they make a Zelda movie, whoever animated that needs to make it. Oh, you know, the but unfortunately, it looks is... like Illumination's getting the job. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's just going to be a very, like... why? I'm curious, is it going to be Orcarina, or is it just going to be an even more classically standard... It'll be safe. It'll be safe video game adventure story. I haven't heard anything about it. I was just disappointed when I heard uh, Illumination is doing because I'm like, they could do Mario, and even then, the story in Mario wasn't that good. But Zelda, you need like DreamWorks or something, people who know how to write a script. I mean, Illumination's done like one creative movie, right? Did they they do Megamind or did they do? No, it was DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Have they made any good movies? Um, (laughs) Uh, Technically, the Mario movie is. I mean, I the would... first Despicable Me was decent. It's all right. It was fun. Yeah, I I I like the first one. Yeah. Um. It was. Acceptable. Oh, didn't they do Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and like the second one, which was kind of cute? Was that Illumination? I, that was, like, sure. I don't think that was Illumination. Was that, or was that Sony? Well, that, I mean, even if they did that, that was written by uh Spider Verse people. So it was Sony Entertainment. Yeah. Was, uh, They're basically all the same. It's fine. <laughs> No, uh, no, they are not. How dare you? So Illumination has done Despicable Me, Hop, which I never saw. Oh, God. that's The Lorax, which <laughs> people have mixed opinions about. I actually like that one. The Lorax? Oh, I couldn't stand Objectively, it. it's meh, but it go. hits me personally. Uh, it's got Minions, Secret Life of Pets, Sing, The Grinch, and, and Mario. Can can I say something about Sing in particular? Because my my kids and my wife love that movie, and I I've absolutely it. detest it. Yeah. Say what you want about Zootopia, but when you have two movies that both kind of do the whole, oh, we're animals and we all share the same space and we have to get along, mm-hmm. and the world building in Zootopia, you know, take away the script or whatever else, the, the characters. It's good. The world like building Zootopia. is phenomenal. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Sing, and it's just animals in city. And the only time they ever use anything with the animals is for a gag. And right. it's to me, and like I, you know, I do a lot of writing and stuff, and the game we're making, it's like that kind of stuff that makes things cohesive is such a huge aspect of how I can enjoy a story. And it's just totally it's yeah. just completely disconnected. Like the um what's this guy? Uh, the Seth MacFarlane mouse, you know, is driving in like a, a, a 
car with his mouse girlfriend and it's just oh we have a mouse booster seat <laughs> you know like that's what they it's like that i don't know why do mouses use booster seats well in you Zootopia, think a mouse have a small all the car. animals yeah in zootopia all the animals kind of went with the, what their jobs were they yeah were like exactly. appropriate for their jobs yeah like all the the beavers and gerbils are are yeah. you know construction and and the world is built and catered to how like their locomotion and their body types yeah and no, the whole awesome. story was judy was going against that grain because yeah. she was the first bunny cop and cops were like meant for bigger animals yeah. and she had, a, she had to use her wits yeah it feels like a waste to to center your story in some like very creative place and then just say ah, eh, we're not going to actually use that environment to do anything they're just people that look like it's animals. just people exactly it's just people with animal skin yeah. animal face because kids and like it also gets you asking questions you guys are talking about this in the video today where it's like you know you've got a story if you don't want to bring the unrealistic nature of that story to the forefront to your audience if you've got this city full of animals like how does it function zootopia answers those questions so you stop right. thinking about it even if they've got totally some missteps here and there you know they that there are some answers so your brain stops thinking about it whereas sing you're still kind of thinking about it like they don't properly explain how the mouse does all the stuff he does or why the gorillas can just break out of jail whenever they feel like it they don't explain that stuff so you're kind of thinking about it no it's just dressing for the story yeah it's just exactly fun, sammy, fun pop songs sung by frogs and and koalas and whatever mm -hmm. sammy g joined the stream i don't know if you Sadie. guys saw oh hey sam oh fuck off Fine. What? <laughs> Why so rude, Doomer? Jeez. Because you want to switch from. Not from Doomer? Media why, why are you so mean? It's going to be health takes and. It's going to be hard truths. Sammy knows about video games. What are you talking about? She yeah. doesn't have to lecture us about health. She can. <laughs> the only thing that consumes my brain is nerdy stuff and nutrition. And that's about all I'm good for. There you go. Those two don't normally mix, good. but sure. Well, they don't. To, I, I've had a very odd life. You know, that's nerdy and nutritional. But they're all very important, though. Nutrition is one of the most important things. And, of course, if, nerd if anything, culture is the second most important thing. Well, I think the nerds need more nutrition advice. I go to the, these Great. comic cons, and honestly, I get a little sad. It's not even that there's an overweight problem so much as the crazy diet culture. Mountain Dew and Cheetos is not a balanced diet, Sammy no. G. Tell me it isn't true. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in someone's imagination. I have a. I want. I have told my wife. I actually have this dream of if I ever have the time and and the resources, I want to open up a nerd gym that's decorated. <gasps> oh, it, with like an area for retro arcades and like DDR and in Time mm -hmm. Crisis or Time all those kind of games. Oh, wow, you've got the weight sets and you know you've got like Donkey Kong on the wall, lifting barrels and stuff. I'll, I'll invest. Cool. That sounds great. <laughs> oh wow, that sounds amazing. When I was in college, I became like kind of amazed at how sip because i've been a nerd my whole life but it wasn't until college i started branching out doing other stuff and when i was there i was like you know who i think would actually make the best basketball players because i had just started playing basketball and i said league of legends players because the whole point of league of legends is that you're <laughs> you think quickly on your feet and there's all this chaos but you can make sense of it all the problem is they're not going to get out there and play it. right right there there was a time in college that me and my friends almost dropped out and opened up a cosplay strip club. And we had... <laughs> what the fuck? 
That's like, that's some serious very, money right listen, there. Listen, we were uh-huh. animal science majors. And, yeah. and it's can you the imagine free, it's the, the cosplay strip club? Like, why well, isn't that then, a thing? Well, hold on. Back then when we thought it up, I would say, so this was maybe 20, uh, t- let's see. 2014 2013 so anime to me didn't really get fully mainstream and deemed as cool until maybe around 2016 2015 i think attack wait, on wait, wait wait it never, yeah. it never got cool it's cool now wow it is way are you cool kidding now me? what are you talking about it's so cool now is like i cool? am so mad where was is this it... when i was in high school are you kidding yes. me yeah. I would definitely consider it like normalized. I don't know. Yeah. About it's normalized. Cool. Maybe that's a better name. You have, you have well, politicians using like anime memes and stuff, you know, and it, it makes it just cringy. But it's well, it's not even that. It's threatening just, AOC. Yeah, it's like normal to like recommend someone like, hey, did you watch like a? T- you should try Attack on Titan. Like you couldn't. That's not something you could have just casually recommended to someone. You'd have to kind of like everyone's talking about one. Piece. And now even with the One Piece live action, yeah, you've got totally. Even more normies moving in, which is fine. I I encourage it. But <laughs> back when we thought this strip club <laughs> up, we were rarely we were in the library for a very long time studying for exams that we knew we were going to fail. And I think every <laughs> woman in college has that thought of if I could drop out and be a stripper. I think that is <laughs> very common. If not, it happens sometimes, and we thought about it, but we were all nerds, and everyone was like, you know, we we did a whole business plan, because I, I like doing business plans, and mm-hmm. we didn't do it, because, you know, we kind of came to our senses the next morning, but then after that, when all this anime stuff, and this is even before OnlyFans and all that. Like, you know, I missed it. It's the window. More, yeah, it's more popular, and there actually are burlesque and, like, cosplay-themed clubs that have opened up. And I'm over here like, oh my God, we 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 messed up. We re- and I had friends who, before the whole OnlyFans, were going around to cons and kind of doing more sexy cosplays and getting a following. Like I really could have done cosplay as kind of a job, but you, you know, eh. <laughs> you could have, Sammy. You could have been both uh, a cosplay stripper and a pimp, and you uh, missed it. Listen, you need certain assets to be a stripper. <laughs> I, would, I would rather yeah, prefer it's being, being a, a pimp. woman. Like, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather be the pimp. It's it's more it's more okay. my style, I, you know. But yeah, a respectful yeah. pimp, a respectful pimp, and I make sure everyone gets paid. Yeah, this is, only uh, to be, uh, you know, a little bit. This is a consumer versus uh, profession <laughs> conversation going on here. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just trying. Amy's to the prove... dealer. She does not sample her own wares. Okay. Of course not. Of course not. I'm a professional. Okay. <laughs> well, Sammy, you can probably, I know you can attest, every con has like a burlesque show now. Yes. They have like yes. tons of like really? cosplay. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Like after 9 p.m., every con you go to has some type of burlesque or some type of like cosplay adult show or, or whatever. Now, <laughs> just to comment on that, you yeah. are correct. There are certain cons that will ban that. So there was a Based. time when I got roped into managing some cons and I went to convention like comic con uh, meetings with people from like Momocon and dragon con, some of the big cons on the East coast. And so I met a lot of people in that industry. And so there's this kind of like, when it comes to burlesque and a lot of sexy themes at cons, there are a lot of gray areas on if conventions can even have a lot of that stuff, but the burlesque mm-hmm. shows are always, I'm going to, let me be honest with you guys. Okay. It's, it's a hit or miss. Yeah. You get um, an interesting, you get, 
you know what just like with the video game people you get an array of diversity on a stage. lot of body positivity it's, it's, yeah <laughs> you're trying to say you get a lot of uggos <laughs> whoa hey just be up front no is no that, is that what no it there is? are some pretty women no no no, no no i've seen i've seen some there was um uggos or like they show just I went to, did heroin or something <laughs> You just get an array of people, but it is fun. They're fun, but you will, you'll see some things you probably didn't expect to see. What? Uh, what do you see? What the fuck Spell it out. <laughs> Describe it. Pierce Tell us what you see. What did I see? We're on the edge of our seats here. What did you see? No, no, no. It's Interesting. Look, what terrible. do I put in my We're brain? What did tricks? you see? You'll have to go to one. They're, you know, no, a, I, they don't allow I'll cameras. Pass, it's like the whole thing. Sammy, what is the craziest thing you've seen? That you describe as interesting. Cosplay burlesque show. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Tell us. Yes. Oh, God. What was it? I'm trying to remember because it was like a Pokemon themed burlesque show. Is there, is there like, there's not nudity, right? Oh, my God. It just gets worse. Burlesque is usually they keep their pasties on, Hmm. right? Like you can't Um, actually show anything. I guess it depends on, yeah, usually. I guess you're right. But there's other shows. Like we did a, we went to a body Mm -hmm. paint one. It was like a cosplay body paint. So they're uh, like fully naked, show. but it's they, they were painted. fully exactly. Well, they were being painted, and then they did the catwalk. And there was um there was a chick that had piercings, and mm. they all attached. And we're oh, talking across the chest and get, down the middle. Wow, you get a lot of diversity. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, Gross. it was painful. A lot of a lot of jingling Damn. chains with the, that body paint. <laughs> Yeah, it's just that sometimes I'm not even sure half the stuff I'm seeing. I mean, all, all respect, you know, go do your dance. Conventions are certainly an array of different types of people at conventions. Like it, it, conventions are just the fun place for kind of social outcasts, and I, I love that. But it, it, yeah, I will always find interesting stories. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. a sexy uh, Psyduck cosplay. Yes, uh, my wife was Misty, and uh-huh. you know, anytime you do like a sexy, silly cosplay, <sighs> you know. People always yeah. want to take pictures, but the only, the one that was weird, and it was the only time I was like, maybe I'm not gonna do sexy uh, Pokemon again. But this dad was like, can my son take a picture? Like I'm I'm not kidding you. I had full on whale tail going on. Like that. Like I had like these little tiny, um, yellow, uh, like short shorts with blue yellow uh, whale tail in the back. Um, and this dad was like, can my son take a picture? Psyduck is his favorite Pokemon. I'm like, uh, sure. You, know? you like bend down. So you're just like, oh, your tucking, chest, my, tucking you know, the man thong like back in the shorts, you know, like, okay. I got like a fishnet top on. I was okay. Like, but oh, J-Mac, like on. real talk, whenever there's men in like sexy cosplay in, in specifically like Pokemon, I have to tell you, it's like the funniest thing. Like, that's what, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, I think I, that's what he was going for. It was funny, obviously. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I have a friend. So my he wasn't friend, going for sex. <laughs> so my what, friend, what? her husband does. Um, there's a character from Doctor Who called Jack, uh, Captain Jack Harkness, mm-hmm. and he'll do that cosplay. And he looks like the guy. It's like insane. But from the waist down, he wears he wears fishnet stockings and his wife's booty shorts. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and he actually has gone to the the actor himself in that costume and they have taken photos together and it nice. is the most amazing I, so wait does the what does the character wear in the show why is he wearing that because he's a big flirt in doctor who and there's like an ongoing like joke like he just will sleep with anything i guess like he i mean he's just he's one of he's a great he's from so the older doctor next? who series before it started getting like mm, the way it is now we don't talk about it uh, okay <laughs> 
uh, back when Doctor Who was great. And, and it was he's just a great character. And just the fact that a lot of people who dress as serious characters, but then will do like a sexy version. Like I've seen sexy Gandalf before and it is mm-hmm. freaking amazing. Like those oh. are the, ah, uh, it's or it the sexy female or sexy male Gandalf. No, it's like, you got the full beard, like Gandalf, the, you know, the gray and everything, but mm-hmm. like he'll lift up his wizard coat and he's got fishnet stockings and heels on freaking fantastic. I don't know if that's sexy. Well, it, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's in the category of, Something. Of that, a, a man in heels and fishnets. I would not consider. Yeah, sexy. Like, I don't know why. I, mean, I personally, you need find to go to a con. You don't get it. Yeah, I, I think I don't <laughs> you think, don't get it. Sid. I don't think Rocky Horror Show Gandalf. Look, I would not say especially, sexy. especially <laughs> if you have the physique to pull it off. Like that's the best, absolute best. What's what I thought you meant? I thought it'd be like Gandalf, and you see him, and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm Gandalf, and then he like pulls off his robe, and he's like, ju- like jacked, and you're like, okay, there's sexy Gandalf, oh. right? Sweet transvestite <laughs> Gandalf, you know, it's just okay. It's just... But he doesn't have to be in fishnets. I mean, that's a di- we're going to different cons then. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, I guess you're right about 26 because you know when I realized that nerd shit was popular was when I saw all these fucking college age kids. Mm-hmm. playing pokemon go and i was like what is wrong with the world today about that pokemon i go think it's part streaming kind of pushed a lot of that i don't like for some reason i just feel like anime got more popular and that just ushered in other i mean i'm happy about it don't get me wrong but i was jealous as long as we continue to gatekeep people from you know ruining anime oh wow the i was jealous because i played pokemon when it came out in middle school because i'm an old man and like that was nerdy, and I'm like, now I see college age fucking kids driving around because they're too lazy to walk, holding their Pokemon <laughs> Go phones out. They're driving real slow, so they get in the steps know. in in like Fair 2016. Odd. And I'm like, oh my god, Sitch, I'm so jealous. In sixth grade, I had a huge crush on this chick, yeah. and you know, one one of those things when you you put the heart around her in your yearbook, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I remember this is I Pokemon uh-huh. uh, the anime had just started, so I had yeah. already had the game and played Red and whatever. And I remember she asked me directly, do you like Pokemon? And in my oh, head, wow. I'm thinking, how do I answer this? Right? That moment where you freeze and you say, do I be honest with myself how do I answer this myself, question? or yes. do I lie? Yes. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not kidding. What's... This is real time. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell her the truth and she's going to respect me so much for being honest. Oh, no. Like, so I, I just looked at her and said, yeah, I love Pokemon. She goes, oh, did not talk to me <laughs> the rest of the oh. Shot yeah. you down. Yeah, so but I, I if that happened it. today, she would be all over you. Yeah. Oh, like, you like oh Pokemon? yeah. Pokemon. Well, who's your favorite isn't starter? It, it's like... Isn't it weird to not like Pokemon? Like, that's weird. Now yeah, it is. Yeah. It if is. you said no, she'd be like, oh. Oh, he's a weirdo. <laughs> Loser. I don't know. It's strange. Like but that you like NASCAR. Freak. What I don't know. I like I said, I've been I've been a nerd. I remember in high school, I couldn't say I was a nerd. Like, oh my God, that would have been like social suicide. And I uh, yeah, the girls at my school were just, mm, they were something. So mm. <laughs> it's just not, it wasn't until I got to college and I found other nerdy people that I could kind of go out Not and play doing cosplay strip clubs. Well, I know I was going to say, did you say dirty or nerdy? Nerdy. There's no difference. Okay. I don't think you guys understand. I cosplay mostly men. Like I know I cosplay Tifa, but I cosplay mostly male characters. Okay. Sidebar, sidebar really quick. Are there any women that like other women? What do you mean? It's like insane lesbians. how many people are like, oh, all the women at my high school are a bunch of fucking... Oh, you mean like as like friends? <laughs> like, dude, like <laughs> men get along fine. 
do mean, they? I don't. Know. I don't Some know. of the I, women I were were fine. Movies. I was just a social. I was just a weirdo in high school. Like I don't blame them for bullying mm. me. Like I'm. Just... Wow. Jesus <laughs> no. Christ, no. My own my own like... wife made fun of me when we we first started dating. Because uh, I had some Magic the Gathering cards in the back of my my escape in my trunk, mm-hmm. and we were going somewhere, and I opened my trunk, and she sees them. And she goes, "Are those Pokemon cards?" And I go, "No, no, no, it's Magic the Gathering." And she's like, "Magic the Gathering," so it's a card Even game, more nerdy, right? And I was like, "Yeah," and I'm like, and she's like, "You play that?" Like with this, you know, expression yeah. on her face, and I straight up said, hey, "Have you ever tried it?" And she goes, "No." It's like, "All right, give it a shot. Let's try it out. If you don't like it, that's great." And you're uh, supposed to say yes to Pokemon cards. No, no, I, I don't know. Because at this point, she's in Doomer. Like, she was already, we were already dating. So she, you know, getting away. She can't escape at this point. You already got it. And uh, she kept me up. I had to work the next day. And she kept me up till four in the morning playing game after game after game after I taught her. And she played it to this day. You know? I haven't, no one's gotten me. D&D and some of the Magic the Gathering, I've had people try to pull me in. It's, you know, you kill your whole like group off in one D and D game, and all of a sudden they just don't invite you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Okay, <laughs> I just accidentally game. kills everyone. And <laughs> I ruined the whole game within an hour. <laughs> and they just I thunderclapped on top of the bridge. And I, like I didn't know it did like three D six damage to the structure and knock it all. Like how do don't I know? Don't invite me anymore. It's just so mean. I this fireball DM. spell looks really useful. Yeah, in a small room. Wow. <laughs> exactly. How many dice am I rolling? Okay, I yeah. Us, yeah, I let us into some kind of... Dun- like, I don't even remember what I did, but I just remembered... We were in a dungeon, and I, I activated... So- I don't know. It was just a whole mess. So just mm. ever since then, I just... You know, I'm going to stick to cosplay where people don't get... Where it's safe. Yeah, we well, uh, accidentally blow up your friends. So, yeah. J-Mac, if you're talking about magic-related domestic issues... Uh-oh. Um, so I was, I was going to the pro tour and my girlfriend played magic and we got into a big argument that I think we got broke up over because she wanted to like come hang out and just like have, have it as a vacation. And it's like, lady, I'm going to the pro tour. Like I need to practice. I don't have oh, time to go fuck around. I thought you meant that you got, you played magic against her and you guys started arguing no, no, about the rules and it became so contentious that you broke up. No, yeah. no. And magic has a professional circuit and I like, I won my way onto it. And like, it was in Amsterdam. So she's like, oh, I want to come to Amsterdam. We can hang out. And it's like, I'm not going to be hanging out. I'm going to be playing magic. Like, I don't have time to hang out. And like, a, a, like, girls got to be able to respect your passions because that's, you know, and oh, you respect hers. True. Yeah, I, yeah. I've had girlfriends. Most lame passions. I went to I um the midnight premiere of the Return of the King, and mm-hmm. my girlfriend. We had tickets, and me and my my buddies, and you know, my girlfriend wanted to go at the time. She wasn't really into it. I was like, well, I told her. I said straight up, we're go- I'm going to watch the movie. Like this is not a you know. She's like, oh, I know, I know. I was like, so just no. Like I'm really excited about this, and she's like, yeah, of course. And like I don't know, 10, 15 minutes into it, she wants to make out, and I, I told her, I was like, no, no, I want to watch it. And she was <laughs> so pissed at me did the whole like crossed arm slumped in her seat like and just did not you know even engage and i remember like looking at her and and i was like well i'm not gonna like try to fix this now the movie's played you know i got three hours to to go so it was just and i don't know that's one thing i respect about my wife there's your there's your chad j mac okay like you're watching return the king the girl's like trying to kiss on you just like push her face aside like no told her i was like i'm i was like no no i and i the thing is i told her beforehand like i'm not here to this is Return of the King. Midnight I'm not here to fuck around, okay? This is serious business. You know, I've never understood why. I, like, isn't that normal that you respect your partner's like hobbies? No. Like, what if you're mature? If you're a coward? <laughs> if, if you're stable? 
<laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. Cause I, you're bad at relationships. I've, I've been on a date with some guys and they'll go on about cars and I don't know anything about cars. Like I, I, I have a blue car and that's all You've I know. Never seen I know cars? the colors on the cars and I'm good. And he started going on and on about cars in Tokyo and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what he's talking about, but talking about, like, wait, we talking about Tokyo drifting. I, I just do Marie, it's so beyond me. Okay. I have no idea what the heck he was talking about, but the whole time, you know, I made sure to like nod and ask him and go, Oh my God, that's so cool. Like what is, tell me more. Like, you know, cause guys get really, you shouldn't be reinforcing this behavior. You should be <laughs> no, changing I, the subject. You need to yawn and check your watch. <laughs> no, because it goes two ways. Look, my, my wife loves those stupid documentaries about like serial killers and all that weird shit, you know, like the true crime stuff. I hate that stuff. And the podcast where they like do their makeup talking about how some guy killed his whole family. That stuff is I don't I just don't like it. Right. But she's telling me, oh, my gosh, so and so like she listens to uh, I think her name's like Bailey Sarian or something. And she'll mm-hmm. tell me, oh, my gosh, she hasn't posted. And there's this drama. And yeah, I listen. And I engage, you know, and I reciprocate because that's what yeah. you do. Yeah, but that's your wife, there though. You know. You're not uh, on a date with someone to see. If okay, maybe not like a first date. Behavior, All right, let's you know, but, you know. <laughs> listen, listen. You gotta let them know how important the Roman Empire is. <laughs> yes. It's, it's important. Date. Yeah, I don't under, I don't understand that. It, it's the meme of the guy at the basketball game. He's like got his hand up to the girl, and she's just completely disassociated. Yeah. So is that a real meme? Do you guys actually think about the Roman Empire? I didn't realize I did. Until I, I saw the meme. I was like, oh, I don't think I, I must be the odd one out. I don't think about it that much. I was like, wait a second. No, I think about it all the time. Then you start looking dude, into I it. You're like, God, wow, I'm... Rome is pretty based. Check your I'm a, search I'm history. I'm a 12-year-old like, girl inside, dude. There's like, I, I don't have Flip any it. of the standard guy shit. I haven't thought about the Roman Empire in fucking two decades. There's, there's well, like, I, I, like, when I play D&D, I build cities. <laughs> there's got to be a Barbie movie in Rome. That's how Doomer will like it. Like when you think yes. about how to build civilizations, the Roman Empire is a good place to start because oh, yeah. they got why, a lot right. Why are you but sitting around casually wrong. thinking about how to but, build civilization? <laughs> because I, because a, I live in a civilization and I want it to like be good. And b, I play D and D and I'm a DM, so oh, I have to build. That, okay, uh, that's a ju- that's a good reason. I have and to build c, because he's a man. Yeah, me, that too. That that's the something. most important one. Right, about civilizations. Look, Rome is great. Roman Empire, awesome, you know, as far as empires go. Uh, but with doing a lot of research for the project we're working on, we've been looking at a lot of ancient civilizations. And I actually think ancient Sumer is way more fascinating than, oh, wow. than Rome. And uh, the more I've read about it, like, you know, Sumer, the all those old Mesopotamia, Mediterranean area, uh, not Mediterranean, but Mesopotamia, uh, Babylon, all that, Canaanites, like their civilizations and how they structured their uh, gender roles and how like the work and all that like it's absolutely fascinating and it's so sad that it's just almost all those historical records are just gone <laughs> right well and also they're not white enough so yeah, yeah exactly see the roman yeah. empire didn't even have youtube or air conditioning like who gives a fuck <laughs> i mean you know, they chat in public bathrooms they looked at each other while they crapped how, how did they, they really they didn't have little stalls no you ever see the roman bathrooms like it's a bunch no. of it's like a big they just Square. sat on the like they just sat on the <laughs> it's shit. It's like an like open air coliseum. Well, they oh looked God. at each other, but you know, you're Ugh, just having a conversation. It's like it's like a sauna, but you're shitting. Look, oh like that's basically how gel is right now. So it's you know once once you get used to it, the first couple of times, it's not it's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. You know, I mean, you're not supposed to want to be that. Like, 
Rome's supposed yeah, to be I the height of the empire. All right, for, that was for really advanced they, at the time. Saying they don't have like YouTube and stuff, like what is the Roman Colosseum? Yeah, yeah but know. social media. True. Like the entertainment kind is of, all yeah. there. Somebody's True. getting killed. That's basically cancel culture. Yes. Yeah, Doomer. <laughs> Throw Doomer yep. in the ring. It was actually there's some videos made around on Twitter that was going over the how they built the aqueducts. And it's like, oh my, this is really like super impressive how they did the aqueducts and all this stuff. And they get to the very end of the video and they're like, and then they use lead pipes. And I went, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> all that worked for nothing. Look, there's always missteps along the way. Okay. Trial and <laughs> it's like error. all of that. All that ingenuity just to fuck it up at the last. I don't second. think they had aluminum back then or copper or anything. They like said they that. use they would use terracotta. Uh, oh, that would have been much better. Yeah, Why didn't they, they use did, asbestos? They well, they actually, I think they used that they would literally use lead to like sweeten shit. So it's like, okay, I don't know what the fuck people are can't wait for two thousand years when they're looking back at our civilizations. Like, and they had all this fantastic stuff, but they put their water in plastic. Yeah, you know literally. how deadly that is to them. <laughs> their no, you're literally right. They're gonna be like this? these fucking idiots ate and drank everything out of plastic, and they had Wi-Fi oh, blasting yeah. their brains twenty four seven. That stuff is safe. Their phone with radio waves. Don't mess with me, man. That stuff's safe. Pla okay. Nothing wrong with plastic. Yeah, all that micro. That's what the Romans said about the lead. Uh, <laughs> about the lead, yeah. Exactly. Don't be, don't be a bitch. It's just a little lead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not gonna hurt anybody. It makes everything a little sweeter. Okay. That's all that matters. You know, societies. I just want to like societies where they have communal baths or bathroom. I just don't. Mm -hmm. I don't get that. Even Japan, like now with their whole like sharing of the bath, I never understood that. Horrible so idea. Even, yeah, it's such an American. It's like you see a house tour and there's two toilets next to each other. Like, just burn the fucking house down. Like, what is like, wrong? With how many? This? How many? How many houses have you seen that? At, at least one. At least one. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that before. With it's kind of crazy. Next to each other. You're thinking, <laughs> what? Who sits down? Right? What are you holding hands? Yeah. Holding hands listen, you just sits, got married. You know? Okay, you want to really share everything. <laughs> this is how. This is how you consummate the marriage. Come in here, honey. I want to take a crap. When your wife I mean, your wife can appreciate. Trust, but listen, when your wife can appreciate that. your scent in all its ways. <laughs> okay. And you know, this is what you signed up for. This is the poor bastard solution. It's like, well, we can't have two bathrooms, so, you know. That marriage is going to end in divorce, man. <laughs> no, it's okay if you're sitting next this to them. Just don't want to sit across from them. Don't want to look them in the eyes. Sit next is fine. It's not fine. Not a good idea. You don't, you don't, want, you don't want your significant other to hear all your groans and... <laughs> Grunts? Grunts, you know. Oh, it's, it's so just awful. guys' life advice to not share a bathroom with a woman. But yeah, I just... something should be mm, private. Yeah. By, by the way, yes, Danny Grover, it was the JXE video that Hassan reacted to, is, is what I'm referencing. Oh, you fucker. Uh, How am I a fucker? You never actually saw it in real life. You just watched, you just chair watched the JXE. I don't, I don't see screen. anything in real life. I sit in my chair on the internet. Well, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. All viewed through a screen. True. No, you need to I, go outside more, Doomer. And Matt, I, why? Why would anyone ever go outside? I'm sorry. What is that? What do you mean? Yo, last time I went outside, I got COVID. I'm never going outside again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Outside, like what? CT's is that that one. thing with like really good graphics, but like it's it's free roam and the story is like non-existent. The permadeath is on. Yeah. Yes. Mm. It's, it's like, like hardcore like mode is on. Yes, yeah. Hardcore. It's beautiful. I love it. Terrible. I love. Like it tricks you into thinking it's easy, and then after 18 years, like hard mode just turns on. It doesn't even ask you. It's, it's <laughs> mandatory hard mode. It's like the Dark Souls of life. True. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go outside when yeah. the outside gets air conditioning. Look, I live in Arizona, Doomer. Okay, like Doomer, you should have adapted. Bitch and moan about outside. Okay. Or is worse than Arizona. Doomer, if it's not 90 degrees outside, it's not good weather. I disagree. The, excuse I mean, me, but the outside does have air conditioning. Okay, like we are emitting all these pollution for a reason. We're trying to fix stuff, get it right. There you go. Kill that ozone layer. Come on now. I mean, I mean I'm it? still waiting for Florida to be underwater. I, I really want Flo Florida Atlantic. Stop jinxing it. Yeah, so does everyone. No, else. I've been waiting. I need it. No, Floridians why? wouldn't why? move. Why? Why? I need to that get out of the cool. state. You know anything about Florida? Nobody wants Florida to be around. Florida in sounds especially cool. Especially Florida. I agree with Doomer. Gorgeous. Let me have my Floridian Atlantis. The Floridians wouldn't even move. We would just grow gills. We are so stubborn. It just we would train the gators. We'd swim with them just the same way as Aquaman has uh -huh. his little seahorse things. Hear me out. Like that's what would happen. Just mm -hmm. and everyone around the country would be happy. I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm, just seeing, I'm just seeing a news report. Tragic cosplayer dies. Riding gators. In, 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 Florida, in Florida gator accident. Instead of Florida dogs, they're Florida horses. Nah, there's not crazy stories of the Florida women. Okay, we're, listen. No, there is. There are. There are. There are. There are. I can't remember what it was, Just, but there was something what? wild. By the way, apparently that legal eagle shit, it was like not true. Like the, uh, the he was talking about like Which the. One? So like there's this idea of Florida man where like there's all these stories coming out of Florida, like a massively disproportionate number of just people being completely insane in Florida. Mm -hmm. And then like there's this counter response to that, that like the reason that 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 happens is because Florida has unique disclosure laws. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. give journalists yeah. access to information that is right. apparently just like completely wrong. Like the basically, so, there's basically the same disclosure laws in like every state. So there is just something in the water down here. It is just no, it is just Florida. Florida it's is just fucked up. Well, it's, it's Florida is a central vacation spot. Like you get people from Europe, the Caribbean, the United mm -hmm. States, like all sorts of. So you get all sorts of crazies coming down there, as well as all sorts of saints. You just don't hear about the saints because they're right. behaving. That's if why driving look, here is such a problem because you get people from all different states who have different. Adam, rules of the road <laughs> what? what are you doing adam if, if you look at the if, uh -oh. I, bet I like you, that if you adam pulled up a map, picture of me and doomer if you look at the map of like meth use that's probably where most of your stories are going to come from and, and that's probably in florida for whatever reason and you know you can go for to like there's nothing else to do here also like it's just florida. hot and what? that just makes them crazy. I, I was stationed in Florida for two years and it was I loved it. It was gorgeous. I had I grew up in Florida. Back, I loved it. Jamek, I'm it. supposed to be the one that comes on stream and gives terrible takes. Like you're just one upping I, I, well, me over and over so again today. I don't know where you guys are. I was in the in the Destin area on the Gulf. So I don't know if that changes it, but I had a good time. I mean, like an hour from Pensacola, hour and a half. Eggland Air Force Base. Fine, I guess. I like it. My no, it's hot. It's my grandparents have, it's they hot. have a they have a winter grandparents. home. My grandparents have a winter home down there in Stewart, and it's it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So no, the other states are just jealous. That's why they all pick on us. And you know what? Listen, instead of having the wall between us and Mexico, I want the wall between Florida and the rest of the states. So high, <laughs> the northern birds can't get in. Okay, and uh -huh. I think everyone would wow. agree. Wow. I think everyone wow. would fund this, even the Floridians. I'm telling trying you. to keep other Americans yeah, out Sammy of your G state. Out there. They're not sending the best the Americans. The other I states. know. Look at this. <laughs> Can you servers. really say that the class clown is being picked on when they ask for that attention? True. <laughs> yes, you can. They put the kick me. Shirt I am on. being cyber bullied. I want to. Well, but the turn signal thing. Yeah, a little bit. Dude, yes. everything. 
Oh, Just everything for... involving this stream. So I, I, I do like your avatar, Doomer. It's very bold <laughs> of you to uh, <laughs> to proudly display your true color. <laughs> I don't appreciate that, Adam. So, so in uh, Doomer having turn also your camera awful, on, Doomer, and Doomer I having I don't my awful beard isn't trimmed. Awful takes. Doomer Dude. is against using turn signals. Everybody. Oh, what? Doomer. Doomer. Do you put, can you put the golf cart back? Or Wait, are cart, all the, of you uh, turn cucks? Doomer, we live in Florida. If you don't have your turn signal on, you'll die. What are you doing? Just turn drive. Cuts. Turn cucks. I'm going to use that with my wife next time. She's like, just... you didn't turn your turn signal on. I'm not a turn cuck. <laughs> turn signals. People. It is a common courtesy. It is. So, right. So, Doomer, you use the whole hand thing? Like, you stick your hand out the window and then no, you the just pay the attention to the road. It's not for you. It's for other people. It's not yeah, for exactly. You. It's not for you. It's for other people. So you paying attention means nothing. <laughs> like, that's, that's so clearly, true. Okay, that's so clearly true. Clearly, you don't need to use them because I've been driving for like 15 years and everything is fine. Yeah, you're just Doomer, a huge you're, asshole. You're causing you're like that kind of a right. asshole. Doomer's like a well for bad takes. Yeah, yeah, you've been in zero bad accidents. You're making everyone else crash behind you. You don't know how many near misses you've had because <laughs> yeah. you've done that. You don't know how many accidents you've caused for other people. Right. Like, Doomer's yeah. the reason why I drive as safe as I do, because I know there's people out there like him. <laughs> Doomer's out there. There's I'm, Doomer. I'm an incredibly safe driver. I never use a turn signal. Oh, see. You don't, okay, what see, is the terrible? Doesn't ever, see, she doesn't drive. I was going to say, do they drive where you're at? Like, I just ride, no, she rides I the most... Yeah. No, I just, I, just, I just walk, honestly. See, now I just want to prove y'all wrong. I'm going to drive to Florida and find the first car that doesn't use a turn signal. I'm assuming that's oh. Doomer. <laughs> that's it. Good. Do it. There's a lot of them down here, so I don't know the, if that's a good The plan. amount of crap I have seen on Florida roads is, one, one of my favorite things about Florida, but I have probably almost died on I-4 at least that's one of your favorite times. things. The near I've death. Even seen, I've even seen someone Playing pull a gun road. on someone on the road. What? Wow. <laughs> oh wow! Bro, it was, shit compared to Atlanta. Atlanta. It was. Where was I? I was. I think I was near Orlando at the time because I I drive to Orlando a lot because or over by Vero Beach because I uh, there's a lot of doctors in Vero Beach so I just have to make my way over there and then Orlando is where you know Disney World and Universal Studios is so I always go there and visit friends there and. It's always interesting driving around Orlando. And there was one time I was leaving and in the intersection, I'm about, it's maybe out in my, out in front of me, right? So I haven't quite approached it, but I see two cars pull over on the, in the, um, in, what is it? The middle section of the road. I, mm. whatever it's called. The midriff. Median. Is it? Okay. I don't, again, I don't do roads and cars, but the point is I saw two cars pull over to the side and one guy gets out of the car and I'm like, oh, there's a disagreement. And then the other guy gets out and they're about to like beef it out. And the other guy pulls a gun. And so wow. I'm, as I'm driving, I'm getting closer to them. And I I was like, oh my God, should I honk my horn? But like, I was like, <laughs> you honk your horn and he shoots no, him. You, you speed up, you speed up and get the fuck out of there. Don't you honk your horn. Them. No, try to hit them You're going to get someone killed. He's driving like, should I startle the person with a gun? <laughs> yeah. you, turn your, you turn your blinker on, you get off Look, the he's got the gun pointed right at his head. No, listen, honk! Listen. 
Oh, I just kept driving. It sounds like, it this sounds like the beginning horn. of a scene in a Tarantino movie. Like you I know it horn, is. The guy gets fucking shot. The blood goes all over. Sammy's no, Sammy car. was wearing. She shoes. gets in a car accident. I was too shocked. I just yeah. have never seen. I've seen drug bust. I've seen at least three to four drug bust on the side of the road. And this is when I was more near Miami. What neighborhood Florida. do you live in? Jeez, Florida. <laughs> no, Florida this is. I went to school over in Boca Raton for a while. So that's mm-hmm. about 40 minutes outside of Miami. So whenever I saw drug bust, that was tends to be down in that area that that occurred. So wow. I've seen at least three of those. And then, yeah, the gun shooting one, that one was wild. I, woof, I've never seen that. I've seen a lot of police chase. I've seen a truck hanging off the side of a bridge. Um, wow. All kinds. I've seen one where a car, the wind gust was so strong on a bridge that it blew the car off. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Where, where that was, was um, that's, uh, what's it called? It's the Sunshine Bridge. It's near Tampa or St. Pete. That's, there, there was, there's the a lot made of, of paper. Like, <laughs> no, God, that bridge is so high up in the winds. When the winds get really bad, they shut the bridge down. Yeah, the wind <laughs> yeah cars are getting blown off. <laughs> It really happens. suspicious what? that these things always keep happening around Sammy. Yeah, know, Sammy, what's what, like <laughs> what's happening here, Sammy? You're like a magnet for like weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is no. I'm very Final safe. I've had no accident. Yeah, but... you're safe, but you just make everyone around you unsafe. <laughs> no accidents. Oh wow, I that's have. good. Well, Sammy, I, I almost got a ticket though, once, right? but I cried <laughs> out of it. So yeah. <laughs> Wow. I can't wow. do the sexy thing and get out of a ticket, but I can do the like ooh ooh cute oh no officer and get a get out wow. of a ticket. Just start bawling immediately. I was My only husband's at work, guys. Me. Patriarchy at work. I, I'm oh okay yeah. If you're a guy, you have to use the diary excuse and just hope that they fall for it. <laughs> there you go. Fine. I'm about I, to crap myself. That, that's all. That's that's the only card we have to play. It's not, I mean, I just have my friend who's a more of a reckless driver. She like has this. I don't know. It's like some kind of app or something on her phone where it tells you where like all the cops are and it yeah, tells ways. you the time. And is it ways? ways yeah, I don't yeah. know. Okay. Well, I keep that on and I just avoid. I just drive oh super God. wherever they are. I think people get in accidents because of ways because it like pops up with really? notifications and yeah, it's they like will tell you. Really? I feel like it's. It, I feel like it's safer. You should have dri- listen when that guy pulled the gun. You should have. Put down your window and drove by and like try to snatch at his hand never, while you're driving It was by. so bizarre. I, I kept looking as I was driving because I'm going like 60, right? So I was looking behind in my window, like waiting for the guy to like fall over. Like I thought he was really going to shoot him. I would, And I asked my friends to check like the news to see if anyone like died on the highway. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't should've know. Should have cried. Should have cried. cried. You should have done like a car tap. Just tap him a little bit of your car and knock him down. <laughs> oh, God. The, the horn thing just reminds me of like a Bojack Horseman skit. Like you honk the horn, and the person just like, you know what? Hearing the sound of that horn just made me rethink what I was doing. I'm sorry. Let's settle this dispute civilly. I always wonder what what he was mad about. Like, did someone cheat on his wife? Like, it didn't look like no. Lead. Someone flipped someone you else off because they didn't yeah. use their turn signal when yes. they turned in front of them. Two ramp road I, rage. I see shit like that all the time in in Arizona, and. Every time I see two people like pull over into the the shoulder and get out, I just speed up and say I don't want to be a part of whatever might go down. Yeah, I mean, that's totally. Because it's like yeah. I don't. It's it's not worth it. You know. I mean, I just don't like confrontations in general. When I see two little kids fighting over a jello, I'm like, oh, I better get out of here. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is getting spicy. I don't want to be a part of this. Well, 
just advice for anyone who comes to Florida and drive. It's no. it's interesting. And I blame the Northerners more than I do the Floridians. Excuse you. Oh, North. Okay. Not North Florida. Floridians, Northerners. Well, Doomer, you don't use turn signals. So I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I just, say, first of all, I would say Doomer is proof my, that your my thesis track, is incorrect. Yeah. My track true. record. My track yeah, record is flawless. Is okay? Northern also like flawless, someone really always Florida. causing the accident. Yes. That's like someone driving drunk and saying, well, I've never been arrested. Like, <laughs> oh, yes, oh exactly. Maybe I'm good at it. I've never I, I, caught. I have friends who are like those fully functional alcoholics and they still drive their car. And oh, I'm like, God. oh, dear God. Stop it. Uh, also, God. That's in Georgia. They're not, not in Florida. It. That's up in that's Yeehaw land. I, know, I feel like I find drive it funny that. Oh, God. I've, I find it funny that a Floridians like I blame Northerners when like the I rest do. of the South doesn't count Florida as part of That's the South. True. Okay. Well, North Florida is kind of on. the South, but like Florida, <laughs> Florida's weird, but Basically, we Mexico. understand our weirdness. South. And then Florida, anything under like orlando is like a different it's a different florida and then you get to miami and that's just american cuba okay excuse me you can't say you understand your weirdness and then blame your traffic problems on everyone else i can i can because they they, she just did they drive like the speed limit who drives the speed limit in florida like what are you doing see i grew up in florida and i know 100 what you're saying is true because it's driving me nuts why is no one driving the speed limit (laughs) that that drove me nuts when i was in florida i'm a good boy okay i also drive the speed limit you do not i do Do you Yes. How? How do you, do you live? Fucking I just drive the speed limit. What do you I mean? speed. Okay, or everyone wait, hates wait. you. Everyone's I like, can't "What's drive a slow the speed limit if I wasn't going to die?" I count road. going five miles over as driving the speed limit. You always have yeah, the that five counts. mile okay range. It's right. About ten to fifteen. Okay, well, so now you're like, I drive very safe. Uh, I'm just going 50 miles over the speed limit. But remember, guys, the traffic down in Florida is the northerners' Look, fault. Yeah, they're not driving shady. 15 over the speed limit. It's because they're they're driving safely. It's a problem. If you drive yeah, exactly, you drive they're driving normal. Enough. You're going like 90, and you're like, why is this guy away driving 60 miles per if hour? If you drive fast enough, you, On the you drive past the problems. If everyone's go. going fast, then mm-hmm. it, it, everything works out fine. It's there like the autobahn. So we got one person driving 15 above and another person not signaling. And we got uh-huh. Sally Sue, who's driving perfectly normal. And both of y'all yell at her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's a woman. Test it. You have to, you got to adapt and fit Wait, in. Who's Sally Sue in this situation? I'm the one driving normal. <laughs> Sally Sitch. Sitch. Don't fucking that, gaslight us into acting Sitch. like you fucking oh drive normally. You just turn signals, motherfucker. Sally Sue Sitch. Yes, I drive the speed limit. I turn signals. I put the cart Why back in after that? I go just grocery shopping, motherfucker. I'm a oh, good boy. A cart cuck. Women like bad boys, though. <laughs> yeah, geez, you gotta be a, a pirate. Okay, you gotta be a, almost a okay. rapist for a okay. woman to be. Okay, almost. Not quite. Listen, listen. I disavow. Pirates are peak. Okay, get the vampires out of my face. Yeah. Get the billionaires out of my face. Yeah, you want a rapist. Pirate. Shut up. You want a dirty rapist. Wow. Like, Have fun trying to get this clip monetized, CT. Gurvy ridden. I like that you think this is going to get clipped anyway. <laughs> pirate. This is primo content. <laughs> I got to dress like a pirate tomorrow, actually. Good. Why? That's good. Oh, really? My, my wife. The amount it. of damage that One Piece and Pirates of the Caribbean have done to pirates. I, I'm actually have no. to do Jack Sparrow. 
Shady, I have to dress up as Joe. Why, why do you have to? What do you mean? Uh, have to? Okay, I'm doing it as a favor moral for obligation. My... Part of your yes, parole. I understand. Yes, yes. It is a... it's his wife's birthday. He's doing the sexy cosplay. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I want Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. You know, uh, we're having sex with Jack Sparrow tonight. Yeah. Whether right. you like J it or not, J Mac. Man, okay? No, they're doing a uh, they're doing a Princess and Pirates event at her library on the base, and so. Okay. So yeah. you don't have to be a pirate. You just don't want to be a princess. I didn't want to be. Yeah, it was princess yeah. or pirate. Those were my options. I was like, well. That sounds pretty sexist, J-Mac. I know. Why don't you be a pirate princess? A pirate princess, right? Yeah. And then Disney XD pirate princesses. Yeah, show them it's a pirate. That could be it's cool. exclusive or you can't be both. No. You got to pick a lane. I mean, you can, but that's kind of Black Flag spoilers, so I won't say anything. There you go. <laughs> uh, what's going on? I thought this so, was be about video games. Russell Brand. <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking about rape, guys. And, what do you guys think? He's kind of piratey. He is. He's a what modern is... day pirate. He's a high pitched pirate. He's just, he's just yeah. swashbuckling the high seas of uh, green rooms and, uh, <laughs> and hotel suites. Any guy with a fun accent, like it's a whole nother, that's a whole nother gameplay there. He has kind of like the worst British accent. It is, it's that high pitch, like, hey, it's me, Russell Brand, hello, jolly good. It's not a good one. He sounds like an American trying to do a British accent and doing it poorly. (laughs) Like me just now, yes. Yes. The only good thing I will say about the Brits is I do like their accent. Okay, that's the only thing. Why would you go for British though when Australians exist? Oh, wow. My roommate in college was Australian, so it, it put you off on it. <laughs> She's probably Dude, everyone I know that. that's Australian is a fucking moron. Like, there's this guy contrast, just an absolute clown. Uh, you can't talk about the contrast. Whole country like is fucking dumb. The British wow. is like a He's Australian. He's a good fellow. He's a decent chap. Like mm. when I think of Australian, I think of the like Steve Irwin. Like I think very like oh. more of a rugged like Saint Steve. Yeah, I love him, but I that's more what I and then I think of British, I think of just Oh he might oh crawl wanna put another shrimp on the Bobby. No, I gotta Sheila. work on that accent. <laughs> I know hey, Sheila. Watching... Shady, what's your content about? I don't I don't don't think I've ever watched any of your videos. Nice segue, Adam. Yes. Well no, I, I, I am curious. I mean did you, turn, did you turn that turn signal on for that segue? <laughs> yeah. into the right lane. Well, look, you guys, I don't know how much more we can talk about turn signals. So I just thought we're going to talk about video games and women. We have three more hours to kill. Well, look, I think uh, Shady does videos about media. I mean, I'm looking at them. I want to watch them. Obviously, I like his his set. I subscribe to your channel. I will be watching them soon. But I mean, what what kind of stuff do you cover? Uh, I am am primarily known for covering uh, cartoons, basically. Mm -hmm. But. Right now, I'm mostly mostly known for retro cartoons. That's what they're called. Yeah. So King, King of the, the Hill, Hill is like yeah. the... Yeah. I love King, King of the Hill. King of the Hill is the big Hill's money maker awesome. on the channel. Yeah. Oh, it it hurts uh, me. It makes me you, feel so old when you say King of the Hill is a retro cartoon. It is I know, totally. right? I what know. about Futurama? Have you done any Futurama breakdowns? Or I've anything? done a few Futurama. It just got revived. If I was a savvy businessman, I'd be doing it on the revival but i'm not a savvy businessman i am oh, artist. Okay. uh there's but... one episode of futurama i want to get sitch to do a review with me just because oh, it'd be cool the like the safe a... cracker episode that we yeah the one where bender's floating through outer space that'd be a great yeah. video oh yeah. Uh, yeah has anyone watched the new episodes of futurama i've seen some of them i haven't finished them are they horrible 
I, I they're watched... all right. They're not horrible. Uh, the they're is... they're too meta. Some of them are way too meta. Hmm. Well, I might they're... like them then. Like I like lost the meta humor, stuff. Trying to be more. I guess meta is really kind of mainstream. Everyone wants to do the meta, meta, meta. Yeah, the problem I... is the the original run of Futurama is like one of the best, like straight up one of the best yes. TV shows ever. Yeah. And like the when they Hard revived it, it's not like it's not like it was a bad show, but it wasn't as good as it was previously. Like, I mean, I like Futurama, but the best it is very, I, I very it, good. The time it came. What out, are you I talking think, about? I think when if you look at the era it was in, for of sure. course it's the best. What do you? Yeah. No. Like I, I like Since you've ones. never been right about media once in your life, I now <laughs> double down in my conviction. Okay, Mister Jango over here. F- I mean, Futurama if you always call it like one of the best. I can see that, but the best? No, what is it? I, 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 I said I said one of the best. I didn't say the. Best. What's the best, Shady? Look, I like Futurama because Futurama episodes usually have a three act structure. They definitely have like a beginning, middle, and end. And some car, uh, like Family Guy. Family Guy is just. Like it's not really a contained story. It's just cut away, cut away, I cut away, guy. cut away. Yeah, I don't like Family Guy either. It's just like stream of consciousness. I like Futurama because they have a story set out to tell that story and have a resolution, all that stuff. Uh, Shady, what's the what is the best? What's better than Futurama? Uh, for a genre or just as a whole in media? Well, I don't know. You you just said Futurama is not the best, so I know the correct answer, uh, but I'll wait. Uh, what? Well, what is it? I mean, J-Man? when you ask me what's the greatest media, when you ask me what's mm-hmm. the greatest media, like the ones that come to mind are uh, Star Trek, Star Trek Next Generation, but I've never seen. Um, mm. What comes? <laughs> what comes after Next Gen? You ever seen Deep Space Nine? Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I've never seen it. People claim that one is better. Uh, that's the good. one that comes to my mind. Next Gen. Uh, although a lot of people say it had a, fir- a weaker first season. I like Next Gen. Next Gen's awesome. That's Arcane. Yeah. What's that? Arcane is one that comes to mind, and Avatar: oh. The Last Airbender. Good, oh. good, good. good. If we're Arcane. talking like adult animation, like the American animation, I would say South Park, hands down for me, is the best. True, oh, yeah. South Park's good. Overall. I've never seen South Park, so can't. Oh, South man. Park also has storylines like beginning, middle, and end stuff. They, which they is just great. The, the later seasons kind of don't. They kind of turn them into like big long episodes, which I don't like nearly I, as same. much but the, i agree ct yeah the earlier seasons like, are amazing though season Park kind of needs an asterisk because south park has been like seven different like d- completely different shows at this point it's shifted like yeah, there's for sure, there yeah. different eras of south park are like just like straight up completely different shows yeah mm-hmm. and like some of them are amazing and some of them like there was like an entire season of like movie spoofs and it was like awful <laughs> Uh, but I mean, yeah, the 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 good of South. Some Park of them are good. Like, the uh, the lice one yeah, the, was, the, was really funny. I like that. The highs the highs of South Park are very very high. Yeah. The uh, the one with the giant guinea pigs. I I'm see. So it. Yeah, startled. That, yeah, it's the startling. That was a great the one. The only thing with South Park is like, I understand the right. I've seen clips. It's pretty funny, but I the art style puts me off. If I'm watching, oh okay. If I'm watching uh, animation, the snob it's gotta, here. Look at this. It's gotta be. She wants Ian Flux or nothing. The animation isn't good enough. It's not as good animated as anime. The animation has to be what now? Good animation. Watch Attack on Titan. No, there's tons. I remember Justice League and Batman Beyond, Samurai Jack. I mean, there are tons of Western shows. Arcane is like beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's just I. I know know like the construction paper. You can't compare South South Park to Arcane. Wait, I didn't hear what you said. What does the animation need to be? I just need to. I just need to. 
I don't know. It's just, it's got to be pretty to me, I guess. This would be an over... Just, mm. The South Park thing is just doesn't appeal to my... Maybe it's my female. It's nicer if it's pretty. Like, I mean, I agree like with South that. Park, so it can't be a female thing. I don't know. I think it's just a... CT's a guy, dog. so... <laughs> I, That's I true. I liked in the South Park video game when you walk. It's just like the most jankiest, like you're yes. not even walking. Your character just kind of bouncing it's like, like animation. someone picked it up and just kind of put it on a rig back and forth. To go right. Side to side. To me, it yeah. makes me laugh. Well, especially when they, I think it was season four when they went to first, fourth grade and the intro has them like modeling them in 3D and like it's like they did the, the main theme and did like rock and roll, like the wow, wow, you know? Yeah, I know what you're talking and, about, yeah. And uh, it's still, and they actually, they, all of it now is all done on computers, obviously, but my favorite episode in regards to the animation is the Christmas one where they're trying to make the Christmas cartoon and they are recreating it with the, uh, the construction. So they're the, the kids are doing it in the style that South Park was created in right. and kind of showing like, how they had to do it, like cut every single mouthpiece and then do all the voice lines. And then <laughs> Cartman sneezes and blows it all off the table. Well, yeah, it's funny. If you watch like old, like season one South Park, it looks so shitty compared to oh, the janky now. Oh, yeah. It looks so oh, janky. Guys... I would agree to that. The newer stuff does look better. If, yeah. if you guys want to, if you guys want a scalding hot take, the South Park movie is the best musical ever on film. I don't think that's I, number I, one. I, it's, What's better? It's pretty good. Happy I don't feet. think it's a hot take. I don't. I happy don't feet, Adam. You're smoking crap. Oh, come Someone on. mute happy Adam. Happy feet. <laughs> It's not mm. even a musical. It's happy it's a feet, yeah, happy feet. Not happy a feet is a musical, right? It's a it is a musical. It's technically, a happy feet's terrible. I mean, there's only it's a perfect musical because there's only one musical number, and then you're done. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's terrible. I'd say Happy Feet is more technologically impressive than it is impressive mm. with its writing. Like its Ooh, writing right. is fine, but it like I don't see it breaking any boundaries with its writing. Standard generic. I had Elijah Wood in it, and also All they do hit you dances. hard with the environmentals crap. In I love the end because it yeah. was so bizarre. It came out of nowhere. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Is it a hot take to say that like animations with like music numbers are terrible? Like I don't. Yeah, that is a hot take. Yeah, because that's Disney. It. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah all like the oh, look, I don't like. It's not into oh. music. Sammy doesn't like the Lion King. Or I agree. Lion. Yeah, Aladdin. Beauty I mean, I liked the movies, but when they started singing, I was like, as even as a child, I was like, "Look oh at God. me, Sammy! I would never pass for a perfect bride." Or a perfect daughter. How do you? How is that not beautiful, Sammy? <laughs> I'm sorry, the, the Muppets Christmas Carol like is you. is just Muppets Christmas. Yes, clearly not. Or Muppets. Oh Treasure yeah, the Island. Muppets. Yeah. The Muppets Can we not movie. Argue about yeah. Muppets uh, again? Fuck. Oh, you love movie. the Muppets. Come on. He hates everything. The Muppets are awful. There, there's a musical called Something Rotten, and in this musical, there is a song called Musical, and it explains why musicals like pretty much exist that sounds great <laughs> well you guys really, if, did you watch the south park musical episode where randy is trying to write a musical to get um yes. his wife to give him oral sex <laughs> and they made oh, all the, the going to the theater that one. Oh yes yeah what's up bro <laughs> what bro bro all musicals are about getting women to give you head you know it's all called subtext <laughs> nobody you know goes why? nobody I'm likes probably... them don't like musicals why i think there's a bad now we know why out. sammy doesn't like music why, no. why do you like why do you not it's because like of that no. south park okay episode. so maybe the disney ones were fine as a child but like uh -oh. i was very when like what a preteen when high school musical came out and that just consumed everything oh okay and everyone like that was that all yeah are you saying you have high school musical ptsd and now you can't watch the entire genre <laughs> yes oh my god 
That's what she's saying. The, the, it stole people's attention away from you. High School Musical was Sammy's fucking Vietnam. <laughs> the PTSD. Yeah, because... Is that a fortunate son playing High School Musical? <laughs> See, that came yeah, out when you, I... Like, you had to memorize so those songs and do the dances or like you were... Wait, wait, what do you mean you who had to? forcing you? Yeah, who made you do that? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? This is like all that all the girls did. Social oh yeah, that's right. Sammy dance. says she couldn't tell people that she was a nerd. It's like she had to fit in. Right. So. Well, I didn't become a nerd until I mean, I didn't become a nerd till like maybe after middle school, and then I had to hide it until college. But back when I was younger, when I watched Dragon Ball Z and like Sailor Moon, oh um, God, I didn't know it was anime. I just knew it was. I called them fancy cartoons. Fancy. They, they fancy. looked they looked different, but I didn't know why. Right, and, right. Could explain it, and I just knew they were better. I was like, "What? Something is just Based. better." And I don't even really like Sailor Moon, but I knew it was. I just I watched <laughs> Dragon Ball Z mostly, but it's Based. just I knew it was different. Well, you don't watch Dragon Ball Z at I was about Listen to jump to on that Sailor Sammy. Moon comment. I was like, Sailor Moon better? Um, no, I don't. I think, but you caught yourself. Was... I think Sammy's a fake fan because she didn't know that I watched Dragon Ball Z. Sammy's a about... DBZ poser. I've talked about watching Dragon Ball Z a lot. Okay. <laughs> True. Fake fan. What about right. Dragon Ball? I've seen Dragon Ball, but I didn't see it till much Ball. later. I talked about how, oh. okay. I, I even watched Dragon Ball. I started watching Dragon Ball Z when I was five years old. Okay. You can't even watch TV when you're and five years when, old. Yeah, you, you can't. Because I remember <laughs> I was watching the X-Men cartoon and I literally, this is a true story. I went to my mom. You know when you're like a little kid and you tell your parents about like shit that they don't give a crap yes. about, but you're very excited about. So I go to my mom and I'm telling her how awesome it is that Cyclops can shoot laser beams out of his eyes. <laughs> okay. Right. My mom doesn't so care. so annoying. Right. But I'm like, I'm like, mom, it'd be so cool if someone could shoot like energy out of their hands instead of their eyes. And the next day, I turn on the TV, and Dragon Ball Z is there. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like the universe answered like God my heard question. You. Like, God you heard you. You didn't use anime yeah, back then. Like, no one knew it was, like, anime. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. Prayers. As a child, know like, when you were a child and this stuff was coming on the TV, people didn't know. And it's not like you could go to your bookstore and get manga. That was even – I only discovered manga because my mother left me in a bookstore. <laughs> My mother left me and I just got lost. I think it was was in middle school. I ended up in Japan. She left me and I just just wandered the bookstore. And in the back corner of like the Barnes and Nobles, there was this tiny section. What are all these tentacles? What? My mom is something. She's a little Okay, but see, but you're spoiled. Okay. Because when I, yes, because when I started watching Dragon Ball Z, it did this thing where it would go all the way up. It would start in the beginning, Dragon Ball Z, it would go all the way up. To when Goku first lands on Namek, mm-hmm. and then it would restart. Restart, yeah, oh, restart. Because there were no, they had never translated anything past that. Total and for literally, man. I think like all up until high school or like late middle school, I started watching this when I was five. Okay, so for like five or six, seven years of my life, Dragon Ball Z was just would get all the way up to that point, restart. Get all the way up to that point, restart. And Dude, I Sitch, never knew what the fuck happened. Sitch is like Lucy with That's the fucking awful. with the football in in Charlie I know, Brown. I knew it was coming, Doomer. I out. knew it wasn't gonna he's, ever he's complete. Baited by Toonami for like five years. Did they ever finish it? They did because eventually yes. Dragon Ball Z became very actually popular, and right. Toonami actually went and translated. So they translated the rest of it. The rest of it. And when so it, when it was coming on, I was like, "Yes, my God!" Is it like a season? Or How many episodes are there? It was so there? hard to find all this like nerdy stuff. I mean, 
God, if my mom hadn't left me in that bookstore, I probably never mm. would have been a nerd. If your mom hadn't tried to abandon you. <laughs> yeah, you never would have had this interest. Left you behind and you came back a week. My, my dad's the more responsible one, but that's... Nice. Well, Dragon Ball Z was so cool as a kid, and it's obviously not adult, but when you're young and you're used to like X-Men animated and Batman, which those are really cool. But you, you know, Dragon Ball fights, Z, you're like, holy shit. Exactly, because, you know, Piccolo's getting blown through the chest and there's like a yes. hole. And then, you know, Krillin gets like chopped in half and you're like, oh my god, this People is... People getting gadded left and right. Exactly. And like, what there's is going two, on? Yeah. There's Adam, there's nine seasons, 200... Yeah. Yeah, I just looked it up. 291 <laughs> episodes. Jesus. You can just watch Christ. it the saga. It I mean, that's Jesus. chunk change compared to like One Piece. <laughs> well, one, yeah, everything. Oh, bless One Piece. That's true. Have you seen all all movies. these episodes of Me? Dragon Ball yeah. Z? Yeah. Yes. Was there <laughs> anything like, after the Blue Saga? He's like, what was Yes. <laughs> Well, well the super and GT. There was, there was I, didn't watch, I didn't watch, watch any super. I don't. GT. I don't know what generation everybody great. here is, but like millennials, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. we just constantly watch Dragon Ball yes. Z. Can confirm, well, yeah. Nami. So I looked Nami, it up. Yeah. So the ep I think it says Goku lands on Namek on episode fifty-two. So I there's only like fifty-two <laughs> episodes of this fucking show for like most of my life growing up, Adam. And then it wasn't until like I was like in high school that finally they started translating the rest of the, like the two hundred episodes that are coming. I know fifty-two, huh? That's like yeah, one sixth of the entire thing. It, it's so, insane. So it was is crazy. it like one arc I, or no? Wait, it's third. It, no, it was three like arcs. arcs. No, it I was. Uh, I need to ask a uh, sagas. Yeah. The oh, sagas. Okay. I need to ask a business question. Can I ban someone from chat for, for saying that Toriyama's art style is bad? No, don't <laughs> no. do it. Say yes. <laughs> well, they are objectively wrong considering how iconic Toriyama's True. art style is. True. But I had to literally, like, I remember when I was, like, before I started translating it, I went on eBay, of all places, mm. to try to buy uh, Dragon Ball Z tape, like, VHS tapes from Japan so I could finally fucking watch what <laughs> happened. And I buy this like videotape for like 50 bucks, like back then. It's like so much money. And I get it. And it's like literally the shittiest tier quality of like someone oh, recorded a VHS, sucks. recorded VHS. And it's and it's just it's like literally the last three episodes of Goku and Frieza fighting is like manic explodes oh and it's like shit quality. I'm like, I feel so ripped off. I mean, I'm a bit younger than Sitch, but even I remember all the bad quality of like, like I remember it was just always so hard to find like good quality. Finding like Fumar Alchemist and watching that in good quality, I was on such sketchy sites and always pop ups and. Oh yeah, but you God. had internet. oh wow, okay. internet existed. It was an option. <laughs> no, once the internet came into the picture, it was it was like it a was wild still west. Pretty bad. It was yeah, I know what you mean. Pre-kiss anime dot Russia, like, you know. You... Funimation, <laughs> the, Funimation got a TV channel and they started streaming some anime on there, but it was such mm. an unknown channel that they didn't have real commercials. They would play like repeat commercials of of anime of other anime. So I have I've oh seen. It's just it was very annoying, and they would only repeat so many episodes. Like it was just it was such a. It's so different now when you have just it's so readily available in HD and there's tons to watch. But it's back then, man. <laughs> the Zoomers will never understand the pain never. of going on YouTube and having it like really tiny in the corner oh, and like the yeah. massive thing, like the massive border and the hypercam and just, uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh and God, CT, the hypercam. I'm sure. Hypercam. Hyper but CT, you've seen the new Fruits Basket. Like, oh, oh my no, God. I haven't. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Have you not? I knew because I knew you were a fruits basket fan, which is no. Our, I am super not a fruits basket. Fan. 
didn't you mention it once about like female? I said it was forced to watch it by a with a friend of mine. It doesn't mean I was like into it. Yeah, it was Harker, well, by the way. Sage, it wait, it wasn't Harker. No, I think it was somebody else. Actually, it was an okay. it was a different Harker. I don't even know what Fruit Baskets is. So. Okay, well, uh, it's a great shojo. Thing. It's a great like shojo slice of life anime well, and they, great they, but yeah they oh it's one of the best it's one of the top ones okay. and they remade it they had a remake kind of how full Metal alchemist got a remake and right. the people were so blessed because the old one like it's okay but it's just not even in comparison it's mm. lucky zoomers i know listen these kids are so spoiled everyone likes nerd shit they have access to infinite amount of nerd shit options and, yeah. and options for nerd shit i don't it's even know incredible. how you can watch some of these newer animes and appreciate the older ones like i think it'd be very hard if you started on something like demon slayer Jujutsu kaisen and then went back and watched dragon ball z i like the well no i mean i listen i love dragon ball z i think it'd be hard i i think you can do it but i think you just have to have a better respect for the medium i think some people would be turned off to how it doesn't i wouldn't say look as nice but it's, it's dated it's dated. dated. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z specifically, the pacing hasn't aged well. No. Yeah. I no, think no. somebody <laughs> now they could like the old Hunter Hunter cartoon, not the current one, but the old one. I think today's generation could appreciate that. Like, even though it clearly looks like a cartoon from its time, the writing is a lot more compact. So mm. you that that uh ages much better than Dragon Ball Z, where it's ah, for three episodes, yeah. no, my right. parents used to make fun of it all the three time. Three to five. Dad. Really? At one point, I was watching Immunasha with a friend of mine, and uh, this was in our basement back when I was still at my parents' place. Yeah, there was just a lot of screaming of Immunasha and Kagome going back and forth for about twenty um, minutes yes. <laughs> for about five hours. Oh my gosh, the Immunasha is, is Inuyasha, Is that that's a chick enemy, right? Because I always consider that like, no. It's not. Yes. Well, well it has yeah. chick elements, but it's I not always, a chick anime. Well, a chick younger, wrote it, so it always to me was a like chick oh, wrote Full Metal Alchemist. It's true, but Full Metal yeah. Alchemist is the furthest thing from a chick anime I think I can possibly think of. No, there are romantic elements. elements to Inuyasha. Uh, there, like there are moments like that, but it's about a demon with a giant sword fighting other demons. But, but there, a- absolutely are moments where like people gaze into each other's eyes and stuff. For about 18 minutes, yeah. Yeah, but he's Kagome's pet, so... Yeah. I'm gonna... I get Sit, a lot... Of, right. I get a lot of crap in the anime community for saying I don't like Inuyasha. <laughs> I mean, I kind of liked it, but I never finished it watching I I liked it, but, like, I didn't like Kagome. So a lot of things about her, like, really annoyed right. me. Is she, like, the main character? She Yeah, she's, like, 50% yeah. the main character. Soul Stealer. Windscar. That's all I remember about Inuyasha. I was so proud of Inuyasha because I could always tell when he was going to do the backlash wave. Because there was always somebody doing this big Kamehameha attack. And I'm like, here comes the backlash wave. <laughs> isn't that she's married to the Hunter Hunter guy, isn't she? The person that did Inuyasha. I actually streamed all of Hunter was, Hunter in the Discord. Tell you. Wasn't it Sailor Moon? It's not Inuyasha. It's Sailor, oh, the Sailor Moon. I thought it was the same person that did Sailor Moon. No, yeah, the person, the woman who wrote Sailor Moon is married to okay. uh, the Hunter Hunter author. She, I know she did some of the comics when he got too sick to draw. Mm, the guy oh. who did Hunter Hunter also did a uh, Yu Hakusho. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't. I would like to see Yu Hakusho. Like if they pulled off a live action for that, I would. I would really like that. But I don't Just think it would happen. Watch the anime. Like the anime is like 
really good. <laughs> Sammy, it is. is. I watched it all. It needs updates. Is your faith in live actions? Is it because even with no, the I one have piece zero one, faith. Yeah, even with I the have one zero piece faith one, still, in live actions. I, I only have faith in that one piece live action. The one piece is the exception. It's not. That's but right. if yeah, there's anything, it's like this is just. To me, when Japan does live actions, when it's more set in Japan, I think they can kind of pull it off because the Maroon and Kenshin live action, I didn't think was that bad. I thought it was pretty good. So I think when Japan does a live action and the story takes place in Japan, I think they can pull off the live action. But and I thought I always thought like Yu Yu Hakusho, like I guess once they get like later later in the seasons, it would be more problematic. But I always thought they could pull it off a little bit better. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I, I think there's a lot of artistic elements and styles or like a lot of like narrative styling that exists in anime that just does not translate to live yeah. action at all. Yeah, you know, like, like the, to see them the staring at each other, the well, long like the death, internal monologues. Like the one, you know. I think could have worked. I think you could have because then, then Japan one of it. them worked. Yeah, one one of them did a bad. live action. It was. I thought it was awful. I never saw the live action Japan one. I just heard it. Was, I didn't think it was good. My wife, she she when it, the uh, the Netflix one was coming out because mm-hmm. I because I made her I turned her into a weeb over time. So really? you know, introducing I mean, stuff. I would like to think you could do a good live action Death Note, but like thirty percent of the anime is static pan not static but like a slow pan of someone's face as they're having like a 10 like minute internal monologue yeah, yeah so it's it, like i don't know if that be, translates it, the film very well she, she watched the one on the the netflix with the horrible the terrible one yeah. horrible horrible one and right i i remember when that came out and the internet blew up with how shit it was and she and my wife is a complete normie she's not on twitter she's not any of that this is I great her, i don't what's everyone complaining about i well no 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 i she's like i it looks because you watched the trailer she's like it doesn't look that bad i was like i was like please if you're gonna watch this i am not gonna she's like but death note's great it's like but it's not gonna be like that and i was trying to <laughs> just trying to tell her like it's not i'm you just need to believe me she's like well i'm gonna give it a chance i was like well i'm not and I was upstairs playing on the computer and she comes up. She's like, yeah, that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Even she knew. All, all I know for media moving forward, I hope a lot of studios and a lot of just people in general see how if you respect fans and you respect the medium that like you can get a really good live action and be successful at it. And I hope everyone is taking notes and we kind of stop all this BS in like media. I know it probably won't happen, but I, I kind of have this like little bit of hope in me <laughs> that mm. we're going to learn our lesson. I hope so. Like, didn't the Sonic movie, like, come on, did we not learn? Like, the Sonic movie wasn't even that good, but it still, it gave what fans wanted and it did exactly. well enough. Same with the Mario movie, you know? It's just... I know, Um, and mm-hmm. what is it, Alita Battle Angel? Like, that's a pretty. Yeah, it was decent. A... Yeah. Gorgeous movie. I, I love did. that movie. That movie's amazing. Assuming we continue on this course, we will eventually get to the point where the Sonic movie and the Mario movie are no longer acceptable because they had blatant problems. It's just oh, yeah. they were so much better than what oh, we've of been course. getting. Yeah. Mario <laughs> we salivated over those movies. Right. But it, it, assuming we keep going in that direction, we, we're going to need some like better writing for these movies, which is why I'm very scared about Illumination and Zelda. Shady, hundred percent. My hot take good. is I don't like the Mario movie, and I, I've gotten tons of tons of oh. shit for it already. I do not like. I don't it. blame anyone for not liking the Mario movie because it's like objectively, it's got really big problems with it. But I'm a Mario fan, so I go Gaga over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I had the I had the opposite because when we were leaving the theater, my wife's like, well, "Did you like it? It was so great." I was like, "There was a lot of really cool Easter eggs." She's like, "Well, did you like it?" I was like, "Well, I, you know, I'm glad you guys liked it." 
because <laughs> you know her and the kids just they were having a blast with it and, and it, but it just wasn't what you're i you're too much of a true mario fan it's like not this. even that i just think that they're they're when potent loss of potential to me is worse than any bad story mm. when it mm. comes to story felt that when there's when there is a potential especially when certain ips that isn't realized oh yeah so disappointing that hurts more than just like oh that movie was shit mm. yeah because mm. it, then your 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 brain, especially if you're a creative, your brain starts spiraling. Like, oh, what if they had done this, or you know, they could have done this. And especially with the the amount of a lot of these IPs have that you can pull from and, and create from, and you can the stories to me don't have to be kind of like that, just sloppy standard point A point B storytelling. Like you can do a lot of fun. Like the like the hot take for the Mario movie, best parts of it in my opinion were the Brooklyn sections. Like when there's that is out. a hot take. When there's that is out. yeah, that's a total I, I know, hot take. I know. It's an insane that, take. That uh, listen to me. The reason everyone why, is like, why did do you have this long setup? I, I Can't we it, just start in the Mario world? <laughs> but to me, to see Mario and Luigi mm -hmm, played mm -hmm. straight, and then I know this is this. Is, I don't want to sound pretentious, so forgive oh. me if I do. <laughs> but then seeing the kind of interpersonal relationships. It, their family. You have this Italian family, which has never really been explored in the games at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have this setup, and it's a really basic setup. You know, it's a dis disappointed dad. It's a, a guy who's down on his luck and is trying to make something of himself. And you, know, it's a really basic kind of tropey setup. But the tone that it set was really phenomenal, and I was so excited to kind of see like, okay, we're gonna, we're obviously gonna transition at a point to a fantastical like, oh my god, we're in the Mushroom Kingdom area, right. and. When they go through the pipe, it becomes so just formulaic. I mean, Toad literally, once he pops in, Toad goes, oh, this is this. This is this. We're going to meet the princess. And Mario's like, okay. And it's just, you know, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, mm -hmm. we got to show you this now. Oh, remember this in 3D World? There's that. And as far as, like, the visuals go, I loved but oh, yeah. the actual story beats and that we have to get the Kongs. Okay, we have to have the Mario Kart. Okay. Oh. We're going to take the secret passage that Bowser doesn't know about. Okay. Oh, Bowser does know about why. He just does. Shut up. Here we go. And right. it really just, and you can kind of see where it's going in the story. And to me, it felt like so much of that lost potential. It just hurt the storytelling mm -hmm. in any tangible way. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand. Like, even so, even though I didn't, well, I think the Brooklyn stuff was fine, except I think the dog scene was kind of too long. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. Yeah. That was, that was silly. Right. That was, but, that um, was elimination bullshit. Right. But, I understand what you're saying because, like, the whole before they go to Mario or uh, whatever Toad, Toad Mushroom Land, Kingdom, Mushroom Kingdom. Thank you. Um, it feels like it's like a normal movie. It's a normal story, and then once they get to Mushroom Kingdom, it feels kind of like they took Mario, they put him on a track. Yes, and then he just mm -hmm. is like on this track, like this rail cart, just going like, "Here's Mario thing A, Mario thing B," and it's just kind of like railroaded down this pathway as opposed to being a natural story going. And you know what everyone says about that sitch? The Number one response. The fans want that, James. No, no, it's it's oh. different. They say it's supposed to be like the game, where you're playing a level. That's what no, they no, that no. You tell them to shut it, up. Exactly. If that's shut what they're up. saying, that's, that's a terrible. very we're bad like, argument. Oh, well, you're supposed it's to go through like, the levels. You're doing this, and it's supposed to. It's the set pieces that you're. It's like, and I, I, as someone who loves good storytelling, I just feel no, like that's a terrible. That's not. That's not why they did it either. They did it no, because of course not. They're like we like. Listen, and it's fine. A lot of people who like Mario, and I'm sorry to tell you this, but they're probably going to do the same thing with Zelda. They're like, here's a bunch of set piece things that all the fans want to see. So they're going to try to shove in as much as possible. I suppose they're just taking their time. 
and breathing and saying, okay, you know, they get to the mushroom kingdom and then they have to deal with something with Bowser and Peach and that's it. You don't have to go to like a million different places. You don't have to have the Kongs. You don't have to have Mario Kart. You don't have to have all this other crap. Yeah. And the entire time the power star is, is the MacGuffin. It's the, this is what we need. And Bowser gets it. You know, he, 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 the bad guy wins at a point, but the heroes still need to come out on top. And so Bowser never uses the star. You know, he just, it, it, and to me, that disconnect of, you know, your villain's supposed to be imposing, um, but we still have to have the heroes come out on top and we're just going to do manufacture it so that they do. Right. Uh, and I don't know. Luigi also, I think, was completely wasted. He just sat in the cell the oh, entire yeah. time. Oh, yeah. My favorite too. scene in the movie was actually when he first got to Bowser's kingdom and yes. he got all the little shy guys, yes. the creepy dry bones chasing him around. I'm like, yeah. that felt very Luigi's mansion. And then they, he just doesn't appear for the rest of the movie. And yeah, I they squandered just... it. When, yeah. when you talk about wasted potential, Luigi is exactly who I point to because I understand they wanted Mario and Peach to be the focus, but you called the movie the Super Mario Brothers totally. movie. You cannot just make it about Mario if it's supposed to be about the Super Mario Brothers. And what they could have done is they could have taken Luigi and they could have had him inspire the other ones who were in the prison and try to initiate some kind of escape because his yeah, exactly. whole arc was right. he was scared but he believed in his brother. So when right. he was told that his brother was coming, that should have like given him some courage and it would have built up his arc to that final part at the end where he finally like stands up to Bowser mm -hmm. instead of it just popping up out of nowhere. And like, it, it felt really good, you know, cause, right. <laughs> but at the same time, it could have been a, a nice buildup and it would have been about the Super Mario brothers at that point. They might not have been together, but they would have both been doing something relatively important. Mm -hmm. And I also think that Peach is just Daisy wearing a wig, but, um, you know, that's, I, I, I that's true. I, oh my God. You are <laughs> just you misogynist. Because... No, no, because <laughs> Daisy is the spunk. She's the spunky princess. <laughs> She, she's the tom girl princess yeah she right. always has been it's, it's like you do you find with a lot of these like licensed things like scoob barbie mario the scoob movie is really bad but i i just using it as an example because like do you find that they make the the main characters just very passive kind of like bella swans where they're just along for the ride and they don't really have any agency because yeah. that's just something i've noticed with like all of these licensed material kind of movies Things just happen to them, and it's supposed to be kind of almost like you're a stand-in for the audience going on this fun little adventure ride. Yeah, that's basically. a great point. Yeah, you, you know, I think a lot of it's because this, like, the, whoever owns the property, they're so terrified of the property being shown in any negative light. So it has to be like this very bland, generic uh, representation. Because there was a scene in the Mario movie that was so weird to me where Mario and Donkey Kong are inside the fish. And mm -hmm. it's like the standard scene you'd have in the movie where the two guys are like argue, supposed to be arguing with each other and they have this conflict and then they grow to appreciate their, you know, each other on the journey. Right. We've seen this a million times. But in that scene, it's so weird because Donkey Kong is just arguing with Mario and Mario is just being neutral. He's not arguing back with Donkey Kong. Yeah, and it was so out of place to me. I'm like, this had to have been written originally with them arguing. And then this Nintendo was like, no, Mario can't argue. He's, you know, he has to be pure, right? He has to maintain his purity. I mean, is it really that they don't want to ruin the brand? I mean, just, I'm more of a normie when it comes to, I guess, assessing movies than you guys are. I can still turn my brain off and watch some terrible stuff. How dare you? Brain. Like, I, I genuinely thought 
alligator Loki was pretty neat and everyone <laughs> no, trash. No. <laughs> just leave me alone. Okay. Uh, leave me alone. It's sort uh, of representation. Okay. I needed that. Okay. But the point is, the point is, yeah. what is causing this problem just to even, I mean, is this a lot of like what? Like, What's I was causing what problem? Well, because people talk about all these movies and we talk yeah. about all this content and just to segue back to the point of the stream, all this woke stuff ruining media and everyone mm -hmm. says, oh, look at how they did this this way. I mean, if you have people who are seriously getting jobs and moving out to L.A. and doing all this to become script writers, become writers, and then they produce these like terrible content, like what is causing that? If your goal is to be a, a writer to make great movies, why would then, I mean, is it really the companies trying to make sure their images are so clean? So I mean, that doesn't why? seem to be profitable. Mm -hmm. Why do you assume their goal is to be a good writer? Their goal is to be a good propagandist. Like some people, they want to take stuff and push a message. The writing is not important to them. What? Mm -hmm. Why would you do I think That's, it's a combination of two of both that? those things, though. It's I think like being a doctor have... and not wanting to treat people. Why would? Well, I, I actually, I, I think that you have a little bit of both going on. You have the, mm -hmm. you have that there is any writer wants to tell a story. You know, whether they're going to be good at telling the story or not is going to depend on the writing, obviously, and their own talent. It's hard too, obviously. It's, yeah. So, and I I'm always, not saying it's easy. Yeah. Well, I always, I always draw um, when we talk about like over preachy or messaging in, in film i always compare it to like the early like 90s christians film or like bible man mm -hmm. things like that because mm -hmm. you have people and it's all about your priorities you know you have some people their priorities are the message they want they say okay we wanted to preach the bible we want to talk about king solomon and we want to do it in a fun way kids like superheroes here's bible man he's going to talk about solomon and so the the attention gets put on okay but the message has to be first Right. Same thing with the woke stuff. But you have the advert or not the adverse, but you have the other side where you have a uh, company and you have producers that want to turn a profit. And they said, OK, well, what's the safest, most um, guess, guess baseline story we can put out to guarantee? Because the problem with stories are they're risky and risk is great in art because some of the best art comes out from mm -hmm. great risk. Right. But that doesn't always translate to income. And you can look at some of the best movies that have come out. That, like uh, one of my favorite movies to come out recently, um, the the father was one that didn't do too well. That's a phenomenal movie. Uh, the Lighthouse, you know, it, I think it did better than people thought it would. But that was probably because word of mouth. But you know, when it first was released in theaters, it wasn't doing that good. And these are movies that were really artistically driven by the creatives behind it, by you know the, the writer, director, people who really believed in what they were doing and had the talent to back it up. And these movies aren't devoid of messages. There, there's obviously, I mean, um, you know, you look at the lighthouse. The lighthouse is is full of its its message that it's trying to to convey. You know, it's literally the story of Prometheus. It's not not hard, but the and the writer took that story and was able to convey it. And nobody felt like, oh my god, you just okay, I get it. You know, beating you over the head with a message stick. And so I think when you have these two factors playing into it, you have the, the business side, like, Hey, we got to make money. That would be like your Mario movies, your illumination movies, you know, the slop that we want to turn. And then you have the other side, which is, Oh, Hey, we need to make sure people understand this is what's important and what we want culture to represent. And then you kind of squish those together. You get the absolute worst. <laughs> you get like <laughs> the true. Marvel slop crap of like, Oh, this movie is quote unquote safe and devoid of anything 
that would be kind of risky or interesting. And you also get beat over the head with a stupid stick of messaging. And like Star Wars is a big thing of this, where it's just you you can tell that you have both these these teams playing in this game of media. And it's just people are finally tuning out. But I think when you have one or the other, like, for example, if you just have a Mario movie where it's just the I guess you can say the business or capitalist side of it, people are just fun because, they, oh, I'm not getting preached at. I have this fun, awesome movie. And so then they don't really look at a lot of the uh the writing or you have like a movie like the barbie movie where it's like oh yeah this is preachy but you know it's not pretending to be anything it's not like i, I expected the beef it's a barbie it's of course it's gonna be about women and so that also is very like oh yeah we get it it's fine so Bar actually barbie, the, movie, the person... barbie oh, yeah. movie totally was pulled on on ryan gosling's performance like if it, was. it wasn't for ryan gosling's performance i don't think the Barbie movie would be as oh, yeah. successful yeah as i'm not, not saying oh, these yeah. are like the only factors obviously that you know the story is kind of just like kind of dumb really i don't know i didn't see it so <laughs> the, the person the person that i saw it with isn't politically active like she doesn't have very many political opinions she just doesn't care but even she came out of it saying i'm so tired of the forced diversity and all of the woke totally. stuff she didn't call it the woke stuff but she's like i'm just so tired of all of this messaging and all of like the ham-fisted political stuff and all of the movies and everything i'm like oh that's interesting because she doesn't she doesn't keep up with any of right. the culture war stuff or anything so it's like oh that's even yeah. she's noticed, which is kind of surprising. What's for the up, record, Blaine? I actually, I actually like the, the Barbie movie. Not as much Blaine, as Doomer, but... Blaine is, yeah, Blaine's joined the stream. Doomer left us. I'm the Doomer replacement. <laughs> someone who has better anime takes. Nice! So give us a good anime take, then. Yes. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion is the greatest anime of all time. I think Blaine. Doomer likes that, though, so I don't know if that's a... I, no, I he, he hates he it. No, we, we were supposed we were supposed to watch it together and we just never got around to it. Oh, no, so. he said it's the best. He likes the song. He thinks it's the best intro. I don't know if he's actually ever seen the anime. It is a great song. It is a good song. I it think that's part oh, of why so many people like from. it. What do you mean that's where that comes from? You need to watch it. <laughs> it's a pivotal I've, I've moment. There's anime of, before uh, Evangelion. There's anime after Evangelion. Okay, here's my It's hot the take. Jesus Christ of anime. No, here's my hot take, okay. Neon Genesis is vastly overrated. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Blaine. This is what you say this. No, this is what Sish does. Sitch. Oh no, I'm sorry. Thank you. Oh, you're Thank both. You, you're so wrong. <laughs> no, it's okay. so laden with meaning and beauty. No, it's not. I it respect it. Not. I just, it's not for me. You're like, you're it's just like, oh, no, it's not. It's no, not it about even, people. People ask them. They're like, why like, do you put all this like Christian it's symbolism? About, it's in not it. about different people who are broken and hurting, trying to figure out how to work together, but then actually not being able to work together. And like a huge metaphor for how life is actually really difficult to work with other people in order well, to accomplish goals. And yeah, I agree with that. Oh, you agree just, with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That okay. is what it's about. But it's okay. so fucking depressing. I can't. Say oh, I'm sorry. I, I, Listen, see, Shinji's no, a bitch. I, have... I can't stand when the protagonist is a bitch. Okay, well, it's he's, time for him. He's to all grow the worst the parts of you. That's why you hate him so. Much. No, no, I ain't masturbating over Samir. no knocked out girl. Okay, when uh, my daddy asked me to get in the robot <laughs> to punch the alien, I'm gonna say yes, fucking sir. I'm gonna get in the robot. I'm gonna punch <laughs> the alien. Sitch is anti bitch. We got it. No, I'm on. Yes. I'm on the 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 happy joy side of of nihilism it's like oh hey you know what nothing matters but let's have fun because that means your mistakes don't matter so there you go based yeah. optimistic nihilism is yeah. there a second place for you blaine a, a second, second place, place what's after me what's number two Ooh, number two number two is gonna be full metal panic that Ooh. is a, so I, I love a lot that. of people panic? Full really little panic yes I... well you're not a fan you're not a fan of sosuke sakura 
He's a... grown up as a gorilla, like warfare guy doing all this stuff in the desert, and then he gets the words. I mean, like mercenary team, and then it's like, oh hey, go protect this chick. Yeah, he's like, go protect this chick, and you've just got this fish out of water story about a guy who's been in like a activity after activity that's all military go go go, and now he has to just be in like peaceful Japan to keep this gal safe. I don't blame anybody for liking it, but I would not call it number two. Like. I would put Trigon way above that. Oh, uh, now, now who's too far up their own ass to know what's good? <laughs> oh no, Trigon's great. Okay, okay wait, wait, I enjoyed it. Wait, okay, okay. hold okay. on a second. Let's yeah. keep this civil, okay? Yeah, okay, but if we're gonna talk, tri- listen, I'm a yeah. big, I'm a big Trigon person. Okay, nice. I personally think the 1998 Trigons, but it's pretty, it's pretty good. But I don't think you can compare it to the like. The story, the Trigun manga, oh my god. The story is like, oh my god, it's so good. And it's then a lot Tri- better. Yeah. It's a lot better. And then oh, I think Trigun Stampede is actually I really liked that. And I think it's a really good vibe of Trigun. I think if you're a very loyalist to the nineteen ninety-eight series, you're probably not I never saw the, the remake. So the beauty of the remake, and this is how I judge remakes. I'm doing the same thing with Roni Kenshin right now. Is mm-hmm. uh, people who haven't seen the original mm-hmm. are they asking me the same question? Because the the way I watched anime is my dad would go to this video store called Scarecrow Video, go to the international animation section, rent something, bring it back, and then we'd watch it. Uh, I watched Guyver when I was a kid, Evangelion that way. Just all the stuff we watched like this, and so like he would watch it, and I would be like. I'd have these questions for him, like, oh, what what is going on here? Because it always they always asked more adult themes and adult questions. And you're like, I want to know what this means, what this is. And are people around me watching the new series asking the same questions that I was asking my dad? Are they getting that same like, wait, what does it mean that he's, uh, you know, a, a plant? Right. What what are the what are these things? What does that mean? How does that affect like is it what what what, what is that like? And so if people around me are asking those same questions or having those same reactions, then it's like, okay, yeah, whether or not it follows the original, it's still doing what the story needed to do. The 1998 one doesn't technically follow the, like, it's just so much, it's superior, but, but he had to, like, there was a lot of drama around publishing of Trigun and he, like, there's a reason why it ends so weird and it's. It's just to me like the 1998 just doesn't hit in a lot of its filler anyways. And I think it's great, but I just I I do like how some of the Trigun remake really cleans up some stuff. And I mm. personally, when I first saw Trigun, I didn't know it was about sci-fi. I put it off for years. I never watched it because I really thought it was a Western just anime. A cowboy and I show, wasn't yeah. into it that. technically is a Western. And when I watched yep. the Stampede and it started it's off like with Firefly. sci-fi. I yeah. was like, what? This is a sci-fi anime. I was so confused that I went back and I watched the 1998 and I go, oh my God. And then I just binged the manga and it's it's just superior in its manga form. Yep. It, well, the only, here's the thing, read. like, I'm not trying to say it's the best anime ever, even though I no, no, no. it's but a really good anime. It's, but it's I would put it way above Full Metal Panic is my point. Nice. Like, yeah. I would not yeah. put Full Metal Panic at number two. Wow. <laughs> all right that, that's the point i'm making wow I'm i just reached to my brain and found an obvious example of a better anime wow yeah we gotta well, call you up you gotta, you're, you're the trigun, new doomer so. so we gotta pick on you okay i haven't well, seen trigon i have i have a little so. arbalest though that makes it better okay I will... he's super deformed mm-hmm. 
I will say that in the Trigun, the old Trigun anime, I liked what they did with Legato's character much better than in the manga. With how his powers worked and how his character was ended (laughs) than the manga. As far as anime, like normies go, because I'm pretty normie, but one of my favorite animes, and I don't know what this says about my normie status, but does Elfin Lead considered like a good anime? Because that's one of my favorites. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Um... At the That's time, it was normie. the greatest thing we had seen. <laughs> I, I like it a lot, but I don't My know. I would not call it a normie cosplay. anime. Wasn't that like a porn or something? No. No, it was oh, made by no, a porn there, company. There is, so, like, not safe for work stuff in it. Just... I you won't be see a picture of Elf the... and Lied, I'd see, like, some half-naked girl. Like, no, my friend would like... You'll see more than that. Uh, so you you won't be focused on the half naked part. There are other things that will be happening that you will be focused on. Yeah, okay. I've never Lead, seen it. Elfin Lead is one of my. I, I love that. I showed it to my wife and really enjoyed it. But, I haven't uh, heard people talk about that in a long time. I yeah, I thought it was pretty solid, but it is. I mean, it is again. It, little... it popped up in Zeitgeist a little bit back because Studio Arms is is active again for some reason. Nobody knows what they're gonna do, but there's would... an anime movie that I never remember the name of, and I always. I remember watching it when I was younger, and it was, I only, it was, um, it was like Spriggan or? Spriggan is an anime movie. Was it with, and they had like the arc or something, and like the America was the bad guys, and the guy with like the wires that pop out of his wrist and cut people in pieces. Is that ringing a bell? Uh... (laughs) I can't remember, but I I wish, because I've been wanting to try to find it and watch it again, because it was one of those when I was a kid, because it was Outlaw Star? No, it wasn't Outlaw Star. I think the wires in the wrist sounds familiar. Yeah, like it's too... uh... If you go on, uh, Spriggan got remade recently. I think it's still on Netflix. So if you go on there and it looks kind of like what you're thinking about. I'll have maybe. to look it up. The bad guy was like a kid and America was like, was the uber bad Kaiser creating something to, I don't know. I just remember loving it as a kid because it was really edgy and action. It's America bad, the anime. <laughs> so what do you what do you mean when you say like you're a normie anime watcher? Because when I think of normie anime, I think of like Pokemon. Well, you're like, right. so it's I would say. Though transitionally i'm between normie and not normie so like obviously dragon ball z i would consider that pretty normie right death yeah. note yeah. i would consider death note pretty normie um if you find i've it seen in that hot one topic, yeah. if, if you see it in Sorry. hot topic it's a normie uh, anime. What's, uh, oh, oh that's a good that's a good way to say it <laughs> it's not here, yeah uh, there was a wild link it just, it just, <laughs> just inviting everyone. Someone, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter? Some, yeah, I was I was told DM Sitch for Link. And... So, sooner or later we sooner or later we have to read super chat. So oh. I thought that's what we were doing. I was like, oh okay, cool. And then anime chat happened, and I was like, where is my link? When <laughs> <laughs> I heard video games, I got excited. We I climbed on for like a couple minutes and then we started talking about other things i'm like oh, mm-hmm. oh look blaine's, like, blaine's been yeah, wanting to come on happen? for a this long time look i've seen shady in the chat a few times so but i look i apologize shady i've never watched your content before but this is really the first i've i i've uh seen it so and well, well, when are you gonna do <laughs> but it looks cool. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. yeah. So it's like when someone's yeah. like, Oh, have you seen this million sub YouTuber? And you're like, No, but like <laughs> 20 million other people yeah. are subscribed Shade, do you, to them. Yeah. Do you have a million sub, Shady? It looks, no. I think you're at like 200K. 200K. So. The, no, uh, I've, all the time. I've never made 100. Sitch has 100, I think 120K on his channel. I've never made it to 100, 100K the, um, on my channel. So 
Twitch made more videos, he'd probably have more. But what mm. what people consider like to be like the unique flavor of my channel is my a my comedy and mm-hmm. b I talk about the morals that cartoons can teach us. Look, comedies uh, and, and morals. They... It's like I feel like my long lost friend here. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and how they like apply to modern society. Uh, I mean, I don't always go into the moral thing, but that's you know that there's like a fifty percent chance that if you click on a shady D-Rex video, I'm probably gonna get on a high horse and be like, oh. Superheroes today. That's suck. awesome. So That's Shady, awesome. Yeah, Shady, because you talk about like you know the whole cartoons and morals. I I've always been a big believer that I think a lot of problems are Western cartoons have really are all over the place in teaching morals to kids. And I just really think that I, I don't know. Like when I watch, I've seen like Steven Universe and a lot of these other kind of new cartoons. Oh no! And I just have to sit there and go, this is not. These no, are I not my morals. To have Justice League, <laughs> I had the old Superman. I mean, Batman. Animaniacs. Yeah. Oh my God! Well, yeah. Perfect Wheel of morality. Turn Good idea. Bad idea. Perfect comparison is. It's just, is and then when I look at when I look at anime, like right. it's not even about the animation being superior, but so much as like just the way the messaging and morals are. It's just it's so different. Like if I raised a kid, I'm sorry, I would sit them down in front of anime. I just would, uh, you know, the better animes. But I just wouldn't I wouldn't be giving them modern cartoons. Like I just I don't think there's any. Something's missing. I don't even think it's it's bad writing. It's just right. there's something some weird shit that I really can't put my finger on. Like they don't I think DuckTales. Uh, I think yeah. modern DuckTales teaches good lessons, uh, but I don't. There haven't been a lot of kid shows recently that I've seen. I've seen Tiny Toons. I've seen DuckTales because um, I'm mainly watching old stuff because people want me to review that. But True. like a lot of the morals that I do see, I agree, which is part of the reason why I do what I do on my channel. Because, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the channels like, um, uh, I don't know, like the, the, the political channels out there, they're like, are you just going to sit and watch as the culture war goes by? Are you going to participate in it? And it's like, not everybody can become a political channel, Uh, Mm -hmm. but I, I know literature, or at least I feel like I know literature and I can help with that regard. You know, I don't want to, it's not about being political on my channel. Uh, I just want to talk about like, I I just want to spread morals that I, but honestly, I just want to do a book club. (laughs) <laughs> that's basically what my channel is uh but at during a book club you know when you read books you talk about the parts of the book that matter to you and you'll Hell read yeah. you'll read a character doing something you don't like and you'll tell people like i don't like how this can this character did this i think it's a bad message that the book is sending that's basically what goes on on my channel mm-hmm. um and i do think a lot of modern morals are very confused because the people in charge of media today are so our extreme counterculture of mm-hmm. simply like 20 years ago and yep. it, I, I don't know if that's regular because i don't follow that type of history but mm-hmm. it just seems so weird that we've made such a huge contrast in just the last 20 years so yeah. i do agree with you like there's a lot of times where i'm watching something like steven universe and i'm like no that's a horrible message to teach kids <laughs> I mean, it had some nuggets here and there. I'm not, there were some nuggets in Steven Universe that I was like, okay, that's not that bad. But then some other things, I was like, what is happening? What is this? One of the issues with um, like modern cartoons and why they're just so surface level is because of the turnaround rate. Because I know my sister actually works in the industry and they get very little time to actually like work on this shit. Mm -hmm. So it, it ends up being just rushed out the gate and 
Mm. They don't have very much time, just in general. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's why a lot of the shows suffer now. There's not the cohesive writing. There's just not a lot of time. And companies want to market it to as many people as possible. And to do that, you can't really have like a strong stance on anything. Yeah, just get content out because they just need the kids need to to view. Yeah. Next, next. Well, thing. it's like our we don't have like the basis of all the content, right? Like, uh, only recently are like indie comics like really starting to like take off, take off. Whereas like over in Japan, like Dojin circles, like you say Dojin and people assume you're talking about porn, but Dojin is just a comic that somebody's published themselves yeah. or drawn themselves. They get popular. They get tagged for a manga. The manga gets popular. They get tagged for an anime. And so the reason animes always got some new crazy thing that they can come out with like there's there's 30 shows that i started this last season i'm, I'm probably going to finish 10 of them uh which is which is crazy to think that there's that much content that's worth watching uh and the reason is just because you have so much content that everyone who thinks they can draw is just making stuff and then it's just getting plucked up every single one that's like oh we like this one we like this one this but, one's popular and then it, right, it right. filters up but even tag you know adding to that something that anime does is that when an anime comes out, they already have like merchandise set up. Like they're already talking to teams and marketing about getting merchandise out to support the show. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, whenever I look at Western media, you know, they we got a, a Funko of, you know, Pop. People, yeah, well, I, don't, oh, I hate those. <laughs> but a lot of people always talk about like you know they were trying to sell toys or why you know there's a lot of connection to toys in shows sales. Of course, you got to get the kids motivated, and I think that is something. When I look at a lot of the problems of Western media, I mean, I know like Western comics, I mean, I'm honestly like a little like just getting into comics. It's like there's so much. It's all over the place. Where do I start? A lot of people get confused. Some people could argue it's easy, but, you know, manga can hand volume one to someone. I can hand two episode one. It's so much more cohesive. And then there's just so many entry points. You want a video game of this anime or now we do some live actions that maybe don't suck. And then we have the merchandise. And I think if Western media in general or these cartoons want to get out of this funk, they got to somehow recreate that whole entire system i obviously that's not easy to, to say i think we're a little fucked over to do that but i just yeah we need a lot more people just sitting around we we need a bunch of like just sad guys sitting around with nothing to do that are like you know what i'm gonna start drawing and then we'll get some beautiful work coming from them that we can pipeline <laughs> up into the artists well the i think is... actually the the reason that the powerpuff girls got canceled though is because of the merchandising they weren't selling enough mm. so it is something that companies are conscious of and mm-hmm. are trying to push but i for some reason in the west it's just a priority and if you don't sell enough they just cancel you out right well, you the, just need a gotcha game you don't need merchandise with kids too and as someone who has kids like the way that their attention is applied to to media it's way different than when we were kids you know i mean we my kids just we went to vegas last weekend and, and it was just cable tv and they had experienced cartoons and it was hilarious to watch them freak out because where did the show go why am i watching this and it's it was it's funny because you know that's a very normal thing for us when we were younger but to them content is just fed to them instantly like they can mm-hmm. hop on amazon prime or on youtube or on oh whatever. they weren't used to watching on tv like but, commercials yeah, we, and... we had to yes. wait we was thankful yeah and, no, we, well, and we knew son... a time, the time that Pokemon has to come on. Yep. We have to be ready get for home. that time. You gotta get home. Yes. You gotta get home. Yeah. Well, and also, I, those so commercial Saturday breaks were bathroom breaks and snack breaks. And you got to yeah, go get wake oh, up early on a Saturday if you want to see that show. Yes. Get your little cereal and your, your pillow out there and your jammies. Yeah. And but Somebody my son. Jay, but, simulate that for your kids. Right? Like, yeah, you well, no, I, well, 
Well, the thing never is, never hit skip out. My son's got a bad <laughs> habit of well, he and it's kind of funny because I think I I do this sometimes too, but he will sit there and watch like the same show or same movie, like two days in a row. And I, I, it was weird mm. phenomenon because I could, as a younger kid, my attention span, I could never imagine doing that, right? Like that kid has probably watched Gravity Falls, which granted, I, I like Gravity Falls. It's a good, it's a good series. But he's mm-hmm. watched the same damn episode probably like 50 times, right? Because yeah. he can just pull it up. We own it on That's Amazon too many Prime. times. Don't, yeah. don't let kids rewatch. No, no, I agree. No, One time only. Lies. Wait, 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 oh, like, my God. I watched well, Lion King so many times. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I'm not so against watching things over, but I will say, you know, after – because, you know, I'm the dad, and I'm in the room, and I got to hear the, the the thing over and over. I'll say, no, right. we were watching something else. Put something else on. Like, my daughter, she's really into Harry <laughs> Potter right now, and she wants to watch um, the first one over and over again, which I think is the worst one. That is and the worst one. I, did that. I, 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 I don't know how I did it, but I also know Harry Potter off my heart. My, my niece started getting into it. And she was watching it, and I knew all the lines. And she was just like, "How do you know?" I was like, "I, I, I guess I did watch it a million times for some <laughs> straight ch- children will do that. They'll just watch and watch and watch and watch, and watch and watch and watch and watch. Yeah, Max. So you're you're like, a dad, oh, and you have to watch things on repeat. I want to ask you a question. Me and my brother did to my father, and I want check I, your DM search. Go ahead. I'm Sorry. curious your take on this. My my brother and I were really obsessed with the the Baja men who let the dogs out because we thought it was about dogs. Like we we really liked that song. So we made our dad play that song on repeat for about two years every time on our trip to school. Which, oh yeah. Would you have murdered your children if they made you do that? I, I have a rule in my house and it's funny because I've I've had my mom thinks I'm really mean for it, but mm-hmm. I I have a rule. If I find it annoying or stupid, it doesn't oh. get played in my house. Okay. So good rule. If it's something, it, well, and the thing is, what's crazy is so many kids will just like we had a my my son had a friend over for dinner one night. A kid he he's known for like since he was two, and uh, he comes over and it's dinner time, right? And so I'm so right, it's dinner. Come on, Nolan. Come on back. That's my son and his friend, and they run over and the kid runs to his backpack and pulls out his tablet and brings it to the table. And oh me and my God. wife are like, what the, like what? Cause we don't, we don't do screens at the dinner table at all. And he just pulls up and he looks at Dak and Dak's looking at my son and he's looking at him and goes, and Nolan asks him, where's your tablet? Like that was just something. Cause he's just used to having this kid just has content whenever he wants it. And it just blew my mind that that, and That's pretty when crazy. you go out and you go to restaurants, you'll see it. If you now look for it, you'll see mm-hmm. They just hand it the tablet. They're playing their weird, stupid games, or they're watching something on YouTube, and they just go to the next video, go to the next video, go to the next video. And I, I like, I don't want to sound conspiratorial, but I think it rewires your brain when you start at a young age. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not of a conspiracy. Uh, that's like, not really I, conspiracy. I, I, it's more like a right? theory, well, a medical uh, theory. I think I honestly think that your brain, kids of uh, of kids, the brains of kids are getting changed because of just being inundated with content. At whenever they want it and however they want it so i don't know as a dad I, I i'm pretty strict when it comes to like i don't let them watch like um my my son and daughter are at a sleepover and they, they came over and they told me um their grandma they forced us to watch content dad no they did my my daughter and you know credit to her she she told them because they were i don't like boss baby and i don't like boss baby because it's a stupid movie right yes and, and, and to me that's enough for an excuse i don't i just don't like them watching it and there's a few things in there content wise like innuendos but that's whatever and she told them like i'm not supposed to watch this you know 
And the little girl, <laughs> and my little girl shut like, up, my daddy don't says, tell like, your dad. Boss, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's just one of those things where I, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably strict as far as like some parents are concerned when it comes to like what they let their kids. And but then there's things I let them watch that other parents probably wouldn't. Like I let my kids watch uh, all the Lord of the Rings, you know, and those can get pretty That's scary and violent. You know, we watched um, uh, with my son. He's he's ten. We watched Alien and Aliens. You know, that's old enough. That, wow. well, I used to watch everything at ten. Those how were my your, favorite movies when I was. How like old your five. kid? He's my son's ten. Ten. He, he watched Alien. You I can watch everything at ten. That's my. I think my, that's my, my thing Giver is, when I was eight. You can watch yeah. Alien at ten. My thing is, you talk to the kid, and every kid's going to be different. What they can handle, what they can't, and totally. you kind of gauge it. You kind of say, right. okay, well, let's see. I'm trying to think right. when I saw Alien, Alien scared the shit out of me. Adam, my mom showed me and my brother um, Silence of the Lambs when I was four years old. What oh, the wow. fuck is wrong? <laughs> well, she was. It was a rough time for her. Okay, but in her mind, her yeah. her thought process is. Because we kept going out and we wouldn't come home until like way later. You'll be right? interested in serial <laughs> killers. No, you're going to no, get so buffalo builds. You try to do the scare tactic. You need to stop <laughs> leaving. And, you know, I don't oh, know where you're wow. at. So she tried to do the, this is the kind of people that are out there thing, right? Did it work? Wow. That's actually kind of, that's actually kind of good. Did it work? Wait. It didn't work. It did not work. No. no. My parents did that with them um, when I this was like. This is our neighbor. <laughs> when I was like five or six, they showed me just that one scene from Pulp Fiction where they have to put the needle in Uma Thurman's chest. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, don't okay, do little, drugs. Okay. Little this is the worst one for me. This is why you shouldn't God. do drugs. And I was like, what the fuck? Why so that's you hilarious. Scare tactics hardly work with children. I've, I've come to, to find out you, you just, a lot of times it just makes it thing cool to the child. And it's like, Oh yeah, they're God, more excited crazy. about it now. Right. Uh, child me must have had something wrong. He really worked with me. <laughs> He's like, I, I am not messing with that. <laughs> Adam, I think you need to add more guests. Nine is just not enough. I think you need to like this is this is very well done. <laughs> Who's yeah. Emperor Carl Thanks, from? Carl. It's me. Sorry. It's um, What's up, Carl? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. we can. Hello. Mm -hmm. When I randomly Welcome. talk about Carl sometimes, and I'm not talking about Sargon, I'm talking about this Carl. It's true. Okay. Sorry to I mess up your uh, graphic design, Adam. No, it's great. You what can you take me out. I'm going with we don't need flow. extra boxes. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm you can fix it because I gotta. I gotta actually gotta take out. I gotta wake up with the kids in the morning and. Oh, I guess you're right. Be a late well, thanks for me. coming on, Jay. It's always good talking. It is a little bit late. Later, Jay. This is the first time I've actually spoken to Jay in person. Well, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Audio. Hi, Jay. Voice to voice. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Jay. Get a get a good night's sleep. Um, yeah, thanks for hanging out. All right, hey everyone, have a good night. Thanks for having me on. Don't forget to hit that Let's gym and get those gains. Exactly. Eat right. <laughs> yeah. Stay oh, healthy. You can net yourself a bull lady. Tell but him, sugar's Sammy. so good. <laughs> well, don't get, we're not doing a health stream. Don't do that. We will get them some, some of these days. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. <laughs> I want to point out that our good friend here, CT, friend of the show, manager, editor. <laughs> Dude, of the this show, is really <laughs> ominous. Killer the show. Of the show has commissions. Do you guys want some amazing True. CT art? CT, yeah. how, do people, a, how do people commission you, CT? That is where I thought you were going with that. I thought it was up to this. Like, you how discovered I did something you? nefarious. No, oh, you no, can hit no. me up on just like Twitter or something. I'll post about it probably like tomorrow after I finish the little graphic What's thing. Twitter? Oh, I can post it in the chat. It's just Caffeine just Tweaker. It for people that are listening. It's Caffeine Tweaker. There you go. Get on stream. Yeah. Now you can have it all to yourself. CT, can yeah. I just say, hey, here, co commission, draw the, draw something. Like, I really can't tell you what to draw. So just draw a thing. 
Yeah. And then Here, money, make picture. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, well, I mean, fair our, enough. <laughs> CT has done a bunch of our Sitch and Adam merch too, and all the Sitch and Adam merch money goes to CT. So if you want to buy some merch, yeah, I that also works. I do the merch. Shirt. I do I the emojis. Popular. I do the clips. Yeah, I run the Discord. Uh, speaking of, of merch, um, can we get a, a Sitch vinyl? Um, a sitch vinyl, <laughs> like a record of yeah. him singing. Yeah, you want a record? No, I don't know why. No, like the sticker things. The no, no, no. The um, uh, it's it's not it's not a fun, it's not a pop, but it's oh. like that. I know it's like what Mauler and Rags are doing. They got the little vinyl. I got thing. a uh, yeah. Oh. I got a I got a Mauler one, and I was like um, and I looked for Sitch, and there was no Sitch. So well, you could like, have got yeah. the amazing Sitch and Adam uh, plushies that plushies. No. Yeah. You didn't get a plushie? I can, I can oh, man. That or Did you just lean away to grab the plushies and not show anybody? Plushies are late. <laughs> I mean, I'm not them, on yeah. camera. He, so. looked, he, looked at, he looked for them. I, I reached I over and I, right I squeezed my little sitch plushie. They're all the way over on his bed. <laughs> they are. I sleep with them every night. I cuddle up with my little sitch and Adam plushies. I used to have so, one, yeah, my, my, I guess, but... my first I mean, merch I know is people... actually not sitch and Adam merch. How do you get actually yeah, I'll, I'll hit up Mahler yeah, or Rags about that. Because I know people want Please. hats too, but Threadless is the company we use for the merch, and they don't do hats, which is... No, this the vinyls were... Uh, what is it? Uh, damn it. I'll, I'll go I think people probably want them. vinyls more than hats, I would imagine. You, you'd you be surprised. A lot of people hit me up about the hats. Yeah, I would love that. It's ASMR vinyl. That's a good idea, Fundy. It whispers <laughs> to you. I don't know. That would be just the most terrifying. That, that would be a dream come true, true. Because wow. I remember, like, I there's like that old comment that I, I wrote. Uh, I want Sitch to narrate my life, so you can have like a. Why would you want sort of such generic... torture? <laughs> you want me to <laughs> so narrate that, that would all be the, the vinyl people. that we get. <laughs> yeah, did you ever get that so voice analyzer to work? I'm gonna say I didn't, so I don't have to tell anyone what the score was. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. That's what I'm gonna say. To, I'm gonna say that. Uh -oh. I'm gonna say it was broken. Listen, I'm sure your score was fine. No, listen, Adam deep voice. I know. Yeah. That's the plushie that matters. Uh, get a wormy. I, I want a wormy plushie. I gotta get a new mic. It's my mic. My mic's busted. It makes my voice sound much higher pitched than it really is. Okay. So you make content too, Blaine, right? What's your I content do. about? I do. I stream uh, nightly, 7 p.m. PST, about anime and escapism. Sweet. Um, nice. Yeah, I, I, had a, I had a rough patch, uh, lost a friend, and That's I was like, good. you know what? You need like a group of people that you can talk about fun things with to keep you uh, focused on not doing that. So mm -hmm. that's what I do. What's the name of it? That's why it's called Blaine's Escape Corner. Corner. There you go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lost a friend over like talking about nerdy stuff. Oh no no he he oh, no, no. he removed himself from the world. Oh uh, because oh. of the same rough patch that I was going through. So okay. I don't want I don't want people and and part of it was that he didn't have like it was like him and I and he didn't have anyone else to like talk to and have in a community of any sort. Mm -hmm. So trying to was make it a, that for people with anime. Oh that's was it like a COVID related thing because a lot of people got really depressed over COVID. Uh, there's probably extenuating circumstances because mm -hmm. of that, but no, it was, uh, we both had, uh, businesses bankrupt pretty close to each other. So, oh man, was, that was sucks. A rough so financial difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. always rough. 
And it's like, it's, it doesn't matter how much you tell someone is the one person that's like trying to like pull them out. It takes takes more than one hand to pull someone out of that. Of course. Yeah. Financial oh, trouble yeah, and relationship trouble. That's what usually drives people to mm -hmm. <laughs> that horrible fate. So, but cool. Yeah. Normally I'm playing Armored Core, laughing at, uh, we get into the, the, I believe that political drama is also a form of escapism. Like, why are there a thousand people True. listening to you guys talk about other guys' opinion? Uh, mm -hmm. Because it's funny, because we like drama, and it's way more interesting when it's, like, kind of real-world drama uh, than watching some reality TV show. True. Of course. Yeah. It's my reality TV show. Exactly. So so I hit on that from time to time. I just Look, turn we all get to participate. Right. Such a mess. <laughs> yeah, you can just, like, DM the person and be like, hey, why are you being so weird right now? You can't There's do a... that with Netflix. You can't DM someone on Netflix and be like, hey, why are you weird right now? You can in real life. <laughs> There's not like gonna lie, the only reason I used to like DM people about Netflix is when uh, when they changed the password on me because I used to use other people's accounts. <laughs> I don't pay for that. Ouch. What's going on? We've got like three, but well, we, we shared our password with one person and then like he's got his girlfriend and his kids. <laughs> they, they, there's all these new profiles. People just take over. Like, okay. Really? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, you shared your password? Yeah. Thanks for the sub. <laughs> I forgot I've got my alerts on. You, pre you uh, shared your Netflix password and they set up their own personal account on your account? Yeah, like, like their personals. <laughs> it was our friend, like the individual friend. But then he gave it to his girlfriend and then his girlfriend <laughs> gave it to the oh, kids. No. Oh, it's still there. They're still there. Like, I mean, you're not going to kick them out, whatever. That's no, you should start watching, like, really inappropriate things on the kids' account. On their channel. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did they up. only make the password change in America, or was that not worldwide? Yeah, because it hasn't changed for us. Interesting. Uh, and, you know, we've got, I think we, we still signed up through South Africa. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the whole whole of. So what uh, I'm hearing is I need a VPN. Yeah, I was gonna say everyone I know like mm -hmm. their world fell apart when they were like, I can't just use the password anymore. <laughs> I can't steal. Right. It's, it's not stealing, okay? Uh -huh. Borrow. Uh -huh. Someone is Borrowing. paying for that. <laughs> Someone is paying for that subscription. All right, it's just not me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems like most yeah, people are... use a VPN. True. Well, that's CT. CT. So CT, have you ever play, paid for Netflix? I have actually. I've given out my password to people in the past too. Kind of just oh, take okay, turns. Okay. Whoever whoever wants to watch like the newest thing because I was into oh. BoJack for a bit, so I had Netflix and my friends didn't. I'm like, oh yeah, you could just use mine for a while till I no, cancel you, it. You trade, you trade. I have the Crunchyroll and High Dive, and, yeah. and you have the Netflix, uh, and we trade our our passwords around. That's true. Did We've you, done that too. Used to, what, what, what's it when you torrent? What what do you call it? I, I, I don't, I don't toward anything. I don't do anything Ill illegal, kiddo. Okay, I just so want to make that clear. Nothing illegal about a torrent CD. In the beginning of the torrents, like when you start torrenting, you you've also got to you've you've got to participate. You got to let people. Oh yeah, you got to see it. Well. Oh yeah. Yeah, see, that's it. That's it. You spread your torrent yeah. seeds. I haven't done that in a while. Okay, I'm just I, there, there was a thing. So I know a lot of so a lot CT about things that I've reaching. apparently never done before. <laughs> never at all. Yeah, she just knows the, all the words. Yeah, CT's given out passwords, credit card information. You wouldn't share password. I was streaming in the Discord at one point. I, I kind of accidentally showed my credit card information. It's oh, fine. No. <laughs> oh my god. Listen, we wanted to watch Godzilla. It's fine. Nothing happened. Trust. You can trust them. 
Why did Godzilla so, require a credit card? Is that recorded? That's not <laughs> no, recorded, right? No, Thankfully no. not, no. It was a Discord. Oh, okay. Have you canceled that, that card? Yeah. I have not, no. <laughs> Look, if it's like, not I'll recorded, it's probably it. not a big deal. So, Sitch, Adam, is this normally how it works? Like, somebody just no. sends you a, a DM and then they're oh, not at the all. show? Well, the never. Bills. No, this no. is a free for all. I don't know what's wrong with them. They're very loose today. I don't know what happened to them. I don't know. We're just a bunch of people. Doomer came on, which Doomer, you know, he wanted. That is the exception. And then, and then he's like, he started whining, like, you need to have everyone on. And then I said, all right, I guess. And then everyone's here. Well, no, we look, um, Doomer said that Shady has a big channel. So we're here. We're like clown sharking. Come there on, you of go. course. <laughs> Saw those juicy numbers. You're like, yeah, got to get him on. Well, no, I'm glad we invited you on. It sounds like you make great content. And yeah, honestly, you're a cool yeah. guy. Yeah. So uh, you just kind of threw it out there, took a risk, and uh, it paid off. So, and then we so started how do you sending normally a link out like, to everyone. Do you invite somebody beforehand? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. We yeah. usually schedule guests for Tuesday streams. Sometimes if if we have like a big YouTuber, we'll do them on Sunday. So, but mm. yeah, I usually do the booking and stuff, and Sitch usually does the research for the streams and stuff. So, I usually go talk. Mm. Someone someone comes to me. They they mess me. And say, can I come on? I say, I don't know. Ask Adam. Right. That's usually yeah. how it goes. See, that's the scary part. It's like I I'm always scared to ask somebody like, hey, do you mind if I come on your show? Because I'm like, if they really wanted me, they would ask me. It's like, yeah, but well, then they I do mean, the I same would... way because they're like, oh, I don't want to pressure someone to come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It's like this whole thing, like, like the who's it gonna is. make the first it totally move, is. You know? It totally you, is. You and another yeah. content creator looking at each other, like, am I gonna kiss them? Are they gonna kiss me? Who's gonna <laughs> go? You know? yeah, don't forget, I women usually like leadership. That. You have to ask first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look, I just ask people. Yeah, yeah, that's what you have to do. Worst thing they do is ignore you. Exactly. Blaine. They had a. They had your movie sucks, Adam on EFAP. And I mean they were talking about the most interesting thing, the the critical drinker stuff. And I was like, I want to talk to him. Like and then I just saw he was following me on Twitter. So I just was like, come on our show. That's an interesting yeah. topic. I don't look, I I I'm not sure. I like critical drinker stuff. I'm always interested in why people don't like his stuff. Because he seems so reasonable. Are you going to be talking to yeah. your movie sucks about yeah. your movie sucks? Or you're going to be talking about Drinker. Well, maybe they were, probably they both. were talking to YMS okay. about Drinker. Yes. Uh, I I was there for that stream. Oh, um, you were okay for for the EFAP one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you you were on that stream? No, I was there for it. I was in the chat. Uh, oh, okay. And I, I I you know I saw the uh the whole thing about having different tastes in movies and. I listened blah, blah, to part blah, of it, and, and Mahler was like going hard at him. Um, yeah. Well, I I feel I I wouldn't describe it as going hard, but he mm -hmm. was not budging on things he knew to be true. Like he was very firm on mm -hmm. uh, whenever he said whenever Wyman said anything about Drinker that Mahler just knew was not true. Like he firmly shut it down. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> um, and I think the whole deal with like Drinker is just that he's good at relating to the common man about problems we're all noticing yeah like, i think that totally i think that's the whole shtick there yeah and it felt like drinker would say something and we'd all understand what he means and then yms would just have such a uh, like a hyper literal or like his own translation of what was said and you're like mm -hmm. are we watching the yes. same thing right now 
Yes, Noah's doing the same thing in this video. Yeah. Someone says something. Everyone yeah, but I don't trust that Noah has what eyes and ears. And then, yeah, everyone like, intuits and understands what you're saying, and then they say, "Well, wait a minute. If I interpret this in this like very hyper pedantic way, it's actually it's this horrible thing." You're like, "Ah, oh, it's not what I meant. You knew it. You know it. I, you know." Look, I don't see that in YMS though. I don't think Adam is. Sure, I, I never think, saw his original yeah. video that they were talking about in the first place. So right, I did, and I just seem like a miscommunication what was the anything. original conflict it, it felt i think uh, it was debate brain on efap i think that's what i was seeing what why mm. ms had seen some of uh well he he was going to watch drinkers content before he did he presented a bad faith argument um and then as he was watching the as he was watching the video he continued to present bad faith arguments and they watched uh, the drinker video during i think either he watched the drinker video or he watched the interview the drinker had mm. um it was one or the other i can't remember but mm -hmm. he was he the before he even started he was like the fact that drinker has been interviewed by uh who's that guy he, he was interviewed by or uh, maybe he brand. interviewed him yes russell brand no, russell brand yeah uh, russell brand yeah he, oh he did it was the rapist i remember it, that and i confirmed it wow good job shady uh <laughs> yeah i was like it was a, it was a different russell but it, what, it was what, and was, was like, it russell brand no, it was russell crow no, oh it was russell crow uh, he's, he's like, like the fact that he's crow. been uh but no he's associated with him he brought up russell brand too though he did did he but go ahead, go ahead, went? Shady. In the okay, EFAP, I swear it was he, he was he was associated with someone. I'm guessing <laughs> yeah. one of the Russells. And, and the fact and YMS uh, said the fact that George Russell he even did that speaks to speaks about his character because oh, of the no. type of audience that person attracts. And there were no, other no, assertions being made during YMS's stream about him, and Mahler had some uh, things to say about that because. Obviously, if somebody famous wants to interview you or you want to interview them, it doesn't necessarily mean you share the same views and right. blah, blah, blah as a whole. Wow. So Look, be, I, I wait, actually wait, wait, remember. Wait, just to be clear, he's interviewed both Russell Crowe and Russell Brandt. And yes. Kurt Russell. <laughs> Look, he hasn't interviewed them, but he's been on their shows. But I look, I remember the conflict. The conflict was the conflict was he had a relative or friend that was a total conspiracy theorist. Yes. And he asked that person, you know, what do you watch on YouTube? And that person said, oh, I watch Critical Drinker, which is, it's a, it's a terrible I argument. It's a terrible argument to think, okay, well, why does this, like all critical, all, all, any, anyone who watches Critical Drinker now, he's seeing as a conspiracy theorist, which is just <clears throat> not really an accurate uh, assessment. So. But um, yeah, Mahler was, from what I saw, Mahler was definitely like putting the thumb screws to him, which I thought nice. was interesting. And but I mean, we're not gonna do that. I'm not like that's yeah. Not, let's do it. That's not our style. Mm. Look, we're gonna say, listen, Mahler did you dirty. We're... <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm a Mahler guy's a big jerk. No, okay. I'm just I'm only playing. Obviously, I'm joking around, but. He would run over all the peoples on all the tracks. <laughs> Back up the trolley, switch Back up it. The trolley. Yeah, go on the yeah. other track. Shady, where are you at on the on the consistency versus conflict debate? Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> consistency now we're versus be up for another four hours. Do you Elaborate. know about the, Do you know about this? Mm, it's not ringing a bell. 
Okay, so I, I, I think it was like our 200th show. I made the mistake of mentioning that like conflict was the most important thing in movies. And it became this big controversy because I, I didn't know this about EFAP, but EFAP has this thing where consistency is the most important thing in movies. Uh, I've gone on record saying the three most important things about telling a story are characters, continuity, and consistency. Oh, really? So you're on the EFAP side then. That's interesting. Uh, I would say like conflict is a basic part. Mm -hmm. So there is an argument to be made that it's the most important part because you can't, you can't have a plot without a character wanting something and something getting in the way. Right. So that makes conflict. Yeah. So it's difficult to say that conflict isn't essential, but Mm -hmm. mm, I don't know. I think both points being Mm -hmm. asked that on the spot, I think both points have their, have their merits, but I have gone on record saying that consistency is like what a fence-sitting centrist you are. They're both good answers. <laughs> Look, I I would have to think on it more before okay, I can give an enough. official answer. That's my answer. Sure. I kind of look at it like being classically trained. You know, like some musicians, wow. they're just they figure oh, it out, and some musicians are classically trained, like mm. they've been to school for it. And I do think of. Like in, if you take any sort of classes in, in film writing or, or just storytelling in general, like they just hammer at home conflict, right? You, if you don't have conflict, you don't have a story like conflict is the number one. And I do, like, I agree with Mahler and those guys. Consistency is important because consistency can take you out of the story, but I just, I just don't see like it's impossible possible and this is what a lot of the efat fans would start arguing with me that they'd start pointing to these niche films or these edge cases where look this is here's a film without any conflict and i'm like that's right and that movie sucks (laughs) and you know it sucks (laughs) well and you've seen so many like consistent shows like i watch beautiful gorgeous anime like bubble that look Uh great very consistent artwork throughout everything is gorgeous and it is just so boring yeah you have no idea what's like the the world is destroyed you're like what destroyed it what are we fighting for what's survival what is any of this i don't care about any of the conflict here there's nothing Mm -hmm. here that's exciting yeah that was kind of the problem in that uh, i you know regrettable super long prequels debate on efap that Gotten the long argument about how in the first prequel movie for Star Wars, you don't really understand like a lot of what the conflict is, so you can't really be invested in it. And the prequels guy obviously did not accept that argument whatsoever. He kept saying it didn't matter, you didn't have to know why any of the characters were motivated to do any of the things that they're doing. You just have to know that the robots are bad and the Jedi are good. Sammy G's laptop. Sammy G's laptop yeah. died, yeah. so she said goodbye to oh. everyone. Oh. Yeah. Bye, Sammy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, she didn't just... just Jaws was in Blaine is correct 100, so... I, that. I mean, really? with this conversation, I've never really thought of conflict as a factor because, to me, a story has to have conflict or you don't have a story. Right. So... How do you define I, a story? Because uh, that's plot. another point of contention that came up. Like, I have a very mm-hmm. clear definition... Like, uh, uh, the, the basic essence of plot, but I sim- I simplify it down. You know, that chart, that little straight, then it goes up, then it comes back down, that little chart. Right. But I go a little oh, bit yeah. further. I say, you have a character, they want something, there's something stopping them from getting it. 
that's okay. that's a story. Look, that look, that's almost dead on with my definition. I say somebody wants something and is having difficulty getting it. Like that is what a story is. If you don't have someone that wants something and is having trouble getting it, like you don't have a story. So, I mean, that's basically exactly what you said, Shady. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- protagonists, antagonists, and goal. Those are yeah. pretty much, that's a story. So, but I've never, because of that, I've never thought of any kind of story existing without that. So I yeah. guess technically speaking, that is the most important aspect. Well, look, um, look I've, I've, I've run a, a writer's lab and I've had, I've seen hundreds of people try to sneak a story past without a, a main character who wants something. I'm like, what the hell am I watching here? Okay. Yeah. So what, where does that leave slice of life? Cause that, I mean, j- just for you, like people enjoy that. In the, in trash, the trash where it belongs. Where it belongs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, hold on. That's I what like I Slice to... of Life. <laughs> I like Slice of Life. And slice, slice of Life yeah. has all of that stuff. It's about so the I'm... small conflicts you run into every day, like your pencil yeah. breaking or you like having like being late to school, like that kind of stuff that you run into. That's that's the conflict in Slice of Life. Like the there... plot of a Slice of Life tends to be like main character, I don't know, wants girl. Mm-hmm. And can't get girl because not popular enough, you know. Right. Protagonist, antagonist, goal. There, those are all there. there it's is, still there, yeah. It's just the the nature of the conflict that you're saying makes it. There is of slice life. of life, but you got to admit, slice of life movies are one one hundredth of the movies made. Like most movies are made, and they're like ninety nine out of a hundred of the anime being yeah. made. So. Oh, are they really? Oh, I didn't know this. It's huge in anime. So the slice I, of life is the I, anime like, it's not genre? That much, but it, I don't know if I'd say that lot. about movies, though, because like chick flicks are pretty much slice of life. Everything's slice of life, just some people have more exciting lives to take slices of. <laughs> are chick flicks more... And this is another another thing that's come up on the show before. Oh. Is... <laughs> oh, You're talking about chick flicks and Doomer's not here. Oh, okay. I was going to say, look, I think, I think chick flicks are like the hero's journey for women. It's about. Oh, fi- no, not this fucking argument. <laughs> Finding I did a like mate. a two hour debate with you about this. Do not yes, start. Yes. I still have like, the notes, it, Adam. Like I'll finding a mate, a suitable mate. <laughs> Such a bad argument. It's sad, but. Look, Do you mean no like not- it's of the same. But you just gotta call it the princess's journey. No, 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 no. You, gotta, no. you can't say hero's journey like, for women. The heroine's journey. Yeah. yeah. It means like so you have the heroine's classic... journey's a little different. Heroine? Yeah, yeah. So Adam's position is that the classic hero's journey for men uh doesn't exist for women. The the, the equivalent is a woman trying to find a man. It's yeah. the maiden arc, it's not the hero heroine's journey. It's I don't, That's a terrible it's, it's, argument. It's like two thirty in the morning. I don't want to rehash this. Are are you saying like women flock to that the same way men flock to the hero's journey? The hero's journey, journey yes. Totally. Look, I mean, I don't think Shady's... that's a bad theory. It's yeah, just... exactly. No, stop it. Why look, Sitch, Sitch just hand waves it away, but obviously chick flicks are like the romantic comedy is a chick flick, right? Guys don't flock to movies about romance. But, yeah, but the, the only issue I see is that I've never seen the hero's journey as a guy thing. I've just seen it as a right. universal a storytelling thing. thing. Yeah. Right. Based that's a, that's a patriarchy speaking right no, there. No, no, you're speaking yeah. the patriarchy by saying it's a man thing. 
I mean, Look, I'm I'm fine labeling the chick flick as like a formula similar to the hero's journey in that it is a standard formula that tends to work for a wide variety of people. Right. I'm just not sure I'm comfortable with saying it is the female equivalent of the hero's journey when the hero's journey isn't sex based, as far as I can tell. Pretty much well, everybody. I, loves I would argue journey. there. Well, do you see a guy go through the maiden's journey as it's been dubbed? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Anyone looking for a partner, I suppose. But in yeah, like a popular, been, popular. There's movie? like bromance movies, and there's been, there's been, romantic comedies from the male perspective. Are rom coms still a thing? Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling like they aren't. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yes. Yes, There's they are. Thing. Okay, I I just haven't noticed them because I'm just not watching stuff anymore. If I try to look up Maiden's Journey, I just get Maiden's Voyage nonsense. <laughs> no, it's called like it. the Maiden Arc or something like that. Ships oh. everywhere. The yes, the Maiden's Arc. It's probably better. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. You're a misogynist, Adam. Women can go on heroes' journeys. It's fine. Or not, uh, I guess. Hold on, not gay Ben wants to come on. Okay. He's cool. not gay Ben. Have we ever heard not gay Ben? No, I don't know. I, have. I feel like a I feel like a voice reveal might give us some <laughs> some uh insight. Whether he's gay or not. Hey guys, okay. I'm Ben. <laughs> I mean, listen. There's lots we'll, of gay guys with very deep voice. We'll let we'll let not gay Ben come on, but then we're gonna say goodbye and we're gonna uh, we I think we should at least read the twenty dollar up. Yes, super chats, we will. So, yeah, yeah. kick us all out I, of here. I feel like we're obligated chats. to do that, Bo. But this is this has been a lot of fun, obviously, and thanks for coming on, guys. And yes, of course. Hey, right, Carl, you want to hang out after this? I can only speak confidently oh, sure. on Kill a Kill. That's the only anime series that I've watched every frame of multiple times. So. <laughs> Good one. I mean, if you got to watch one, that's not a bad one. Dude, I think, it's, is one I of the think best. it's great. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Look, of course, Adam real peeps it. know about that Hamtaro. <laughs> Based. <laughs> no. Is Hamtaro good? Maybe I should watch that too. Oh, I'm Hamtaro sure you'll amazing. love it. I'm sure you'll love it. Adam. Uh, it has lots Ham of violence and sex. Like Hamtaro was for a very specific time, and everybody who was there for it loves it. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was not there for that time. I it was my time. Is this Ham Taro or Him Taro? Ham Ham Taro, like, like hamster. hamster. Like okay. Ham Hems unite. I don't think this is very sexy, but <laughs> sexy is appointed. If you were a hamster, you would. Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> All right, here it is. Everyone, the stream. Welcome, not gay Ben. Connecting. What's up, Ben? Been a while. Oh, has he been Connecting. in the Discord? Yes. I've heard Vinny. I've heard Not Gay Ben. Not I've heard everybody. Ben. Oh, okay. Here? Zoom really is an abomination. Okay. It's the first time I've ever used it. It's it's awful. Is there a Zoom way to make fine. the chat sidebar in dark mode? Oh my god, everyone's <laughs> complaining about everything. Jeez. Yeah. I, mean, I can hide it, but dark, I want to complain mode? about something. Why can't I have something to complain about? This yeah, fair. my my Zoom is dark mode because I had to use you it. You could for so complain long. about uh the heroine's journey being sexist. Oh, there you I go. I mean complain about Hamtaro. 
Hamtaro oh, okay, not I being sexy. You Hamtaro. can't Hamtaro. Even complain about Hamtaro. <laughs> Maybe Hamtaro not Jim. being sexist enough. Yes. All right. Okay. It looks like okay. Nake, we're not. Oh, here it is. Say something. Hello. Hello? Might be getting his audio together. <laughs> I guess audio is not working. Hello. Hello. I don't believe I have an audio system inside my computer and thing. Zoom did not like it. Zoom Hello? is Zoom is so scuffed. Zoom is fine. It's more stable than Discord. It's audio not. is better than Discord. Everybody no, hates Okay, no. The real problem with Zoom is every virtual interview or any team meeting that someone's been on, as soon as they're in this window, they're just like they're putting oh. that frame of mind, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you frame people, you put them in a box. You're like, hey, now you're in the work box. You're like, no. Oh my, yeah, you're like, no. As it is, I like it. Like, I haven't used it in a while because the last time I used it, it sucked. But as it is now, it seems to be like pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Got all the little faces here. It's got doesn't mess with your your audio settings like yeah. Discord does. Oh man. It's got much better ability to cut out background noise than Discord. It's so much better. That too, like I that when I finally got this stupid microphone working, like I was like, why isn't it catching me like snapping? And it's because it's freaking Zoom doesn't catch the yes. background noise like okay. Discord. My laptop's does. taking off on the side here, and you guys haven't said anything about it. So yeah, it really That's, is. That is true. Yeah, I wasn't hearing. And I didn't need a VPN to join from the Middle East. So yeah, look at his laptop that. is a jet engine. Mm. Oh, do you need it's a cope. VPN to to connect to Discord? It's all cope. To Discord, yeah, Discord yeah. voice. Um, the text is fine, but voice not not. Wow. I, well, not that I ever do that. I don't use the VPN. Mm, of course, wink, wink. Nope. nope. Yeah, I would never do that. Okay, well, I guess if um, yeah, okay, I'm gonna make it great. I guess if uh, Nake Ben comes back, we'll hear his very important message. But thank you all for coming on. It was great. Yeah, yeah, thanks. So, Shady, thanks, Blaine, guys. CT, Kitteth, Carl. Of course. Yes. Love it was a all. pleasure. We will bid you guys adieu. Have an right. excellent yeah, evening. You too. You too. Good See night. you later. Along. Bye, oh, bye. Bye. Wait, I don't know how to. Oh, there's a there's just button. Button. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be the last one. That's fine. You know what? You deserve it. Next time you come back, we'll, I'll have some watch some of your videos so I can yeah. critique them. She's cool. I can be like. Have you watched his videos, Sitch? I've seen them all. Have you really? No. <laughs> you bastard. All right. Here it is. Okay, we'll Ben is back. Connecting. This is How do we make it how do we make it so he can't leave? Okay. <laughs> I don't want look, I don't want to ban in, people. Are you in Ben? <clears throat> oh hello. Hello, what's up, Ben? How's it going? Hey, you guys can hear me? Yes. Yes. You Wait, you don't sound gay. Well, that's because I'm not, obviously. <laughs> well, you there you go. I have, How you doing? I have one, one thing to say. One very important thing. Just okay. one? Yep, just one. What is it? Here it goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gay. <laughs> There it is. Oh my God. Listen, we've been wondering for so long, so long. And now we know. 
I, I don't know what you mean. Like there's, there hasn't been any wondering from my perspective. I think everyone else was just wondering. What, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the deal is with you always saying that about it. You know, like I, I listen, I was in internal amazement and wonder. And now finally my questions have been answered. Maybe. I feel, I do feel better now. I feel, you feel more confident. I do. Yeah. Okay. I think it's for real. There you go. Well, thank- so I, thanks for coming on. We'll bid you adieu and uh, we'll read some super chats. Yep, that was all. See I'm glad we got to the bottom of this mystery after so long. There was no bottom to get to, to be honest. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's like in the name. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's what I've yeah. been saying. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye. Well, there you go, everybody. Not Look at that. Well, okay. All right. Super that was fun. That was a lot of fun, yeah. That was a lot of fun. That That's was good. True. That was good. I like when other people come on and talk, and I don't have to talk. I can just like go, you know, go outside, stretch. Even though, you, even though neither one of us did any of that. I mean, I could say that I did that, but I didn't. Ah. Do I mean, Fun. I could do that. You don't see me. You're the one that's got to actually be. A few like leave. Everyone knows it. it's very obvious. I know they all. Me. It's funny when they, when you don't know that I've left, but everyone on the street. <laughs> I know because I'm very. I don't. I never look. I actually like very rarely look at whatever you're doing. Why would you? <laughs> Why? Would I was surprised I? you saw the Doomer thing. Oh, I guess Doomer saw it. He was watching. Doomer. Yeah, he said something. That's the reason I noticed. Immediately. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Oh, oh no. The thing went ahead. That kid, that darn kidda for seven months. Free Will Seeker says, Hi, Wormy. There Wormy you go. says hello. Um, Wormy says hi back. Earth says hello. Okay. J Mac, our circuit father for $20. So we just head on and said, I'm sorry, Sitch. But I had to start a cancel campaign for you on Twitter. I can't stand by when such bigotry is so freely expressed online. You may have young, impressionable youths in your audience. What were you being a bigot about? The over the female torrents. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm very bigoted against just because they're cows. I can't believe it. I don't have a problem with cows. I have a problem with ugly cows. Cow people. Listen, I've seen some hot cows. Those are not hot cows. When we woke up. There you go. Thank you for using Utes. A classic. Utes? You, you kids in your world of Warcrafts. Utes. Yeah, Utes. Oh, youths. Seely uh, B. Queen for $20 says, Hey, you youths, of which the banter between is essential. Today, Sitch nailed it with, quote, woke playing Mad Libs with neo-Marxism and their prime directive solely being Hulk smash. Imagine their utopia, ugly as fuck, sad to say. True. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Mark Twain's Revenge for $100. Thank you so much, Mark Twain's I saw Revenge. that, yeah. Thank so you. So cool. Our surrogate uncle, Mark Twain's Revenge, says, LOL seafood debate, us when I call in at night. Definitely. Remember the centrist creed, everyone. Embrace reason. Abhor the radical. Suffer not the fool. Glorious is the cause. Glory to centrism. Hell yeah. Look, I, I already missed like the centrist moniker. Right. I've been um 
I think I started calling ever since we decided that we were going to like not go as hard on the centrism thing. I feel like mm -hmm. I started going 10 times harder. <laughs> that's well, that's because you okay. If there's anyone in the world that's like pure psychological <laughs> reactance, it's Adam. I know. And it was like I the know. most. I remember when I first met Adam in LA, I don't remember why we were talking about this. He's like, he's like, listen, Sitch. I just love telling people they're wrong. <laughs> That's like the thing that motivates me more than anything else. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's like, all right. Look, I needed, I need to like, I feel like I need to tweet out, hey, because there's a lot of high pressure sales going on in the election already. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I need to tell people, hey, hey, the more you try to pressure me into voting your, for your candidate, the less likely I am to vote for. True. <laughs> it's just true. That's just a part of my nature. I can't help it. It's in my nature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, J Mac, look. our surrogate father, gave us 50 gifted memberships. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. Just as he left. Thanks, Jay. Thank That's you, nice. Jay. Okay. We're going to see how many we can get through. I don't know if we're going to get through. Obviously, we're not going to get through all of them. Well, maybe we will. We'll see. Let's see how much me and Adam Gab. Uh, Goro Sero for $10 says, This Tuesday, we interrupt a regularly scheduled program as conservative Goro Sero invites himself to debate such an Adam and deliver the uncircumcised smackdown of the century. Oh, my. Look, <laughs> we're go. not, we're done talking about this yes. stuff. I honestly can't believe 50% of our comments, like just oh you super God. chatting that is going to make another 50% of the comments. I didn't know on people this were so forbidden fucking, topic. Like, I didn't know people were so fixated on the, the the circumcision shit. Like, and they go the same route as the baby killing thing. It's I like know, it's so dumb. You're a you're a genital mutilationist. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. I don't know why. I don't know why people. I know you never so would have thought of it, huh? I had no clue this was such a thing that people were so triggered about this one topic that yeah. rarely comes up in a normal conversation. <laughs> Feel like we accidentally touched a live wire. I know. We're like, what's going on here? Listen, Look, I'm gonna. I'm in favor cut of the, cutting all the baby dicks. All right. Eat the shit. lawnmower cut. I'm the... gonna cut all the baby dicks. I'm gonna go to the statue of David and I'm gonna finish what, what he <laughs> He's started. Gonna finish like, the job. Yeah, I'm exactly. Finish the job. He didn't. He didn't circumcise all the way. That is interesting. I didn't know that it was different back then. I wonder when the change occurred. So. Yeah. Uh. Metathon Square for five gifted memberships. Thank you. Thanks so much. Sorry, Metathon. Hell yeah. My eyes are getting blurry this late. PC too. PC, thanks so much for the five gifted memberships. Uh, Tater Pictures for 12 months says, holy shit, I went an entire year without paying for membership. I know. Nice. Look at that. A lot of generous people who give out memberships. Uh, Neoliberal Shill for $4. Thank you. Says 15-minute cities are unironically a communist plot. I think you said that before. Uh, thoughts on the plan for 1 billion Americans by 2050. There's a plan for that? I mean, I'm into that. That'd be cool. Uh, I mean, well, it's going to be... It's going to be like one of those things where, um, you know, they're all... All the people are like squished up in the cities, so... Yeah. Is this like a... Th who Who's talking about this? I never heard of this. When I typed it into Google, I just got like $1 billion. I wasn't getting $1 billion. Well, whatever. Do you know that urbanization and modernization plays a giant role in identity politics? I bet you I didn't. I didn't know that, no. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. It does. Well, how, no. how do you define identity politics? 
Because I have a um, very specific definition now. I define I define identity politics as the idea that not only should you orient your not only should you like people I think wrongly say identity politics is when a bunch of people that share some kind of identity get together to try to enact political change. That's not what I think it is. Okay, and I think that's wrong to characterize it that way. Um, identity politics is that when you say that your that there should be some political narrative, some political idea that is that is oriented around your biological identity and that this should be the primary focus of your political activism activism is something related to your biological identity that's what i think well or maybe I not mean, even biological identity I'm yeah we'll just say identity identity any part of your identity because so. i think you know obviously different religious groups yeah it can be religious yeah i mean when they're talking about islam as a as a voting block muslims as a voting block that's not biological mm -hmm. but it's still i think they're playing identity politics um yeah i think identity politics is basically advocating for recognition of groups advocating for yeah i don't like that because the problem is there seems to be a very different thing between like when people talk about identity politics now and like what was going on in the civil rights movement and i think you have to differentiate what's the different like what's going on there mm -hmm. yeah okay <laughs> that was the end of my state i'm just like mm -hmm. okay okay anyway. well, no I'm getting, I'm fully getting my definition from Fukuyama now, who basically lays out okay. an argument that. What does he say? Well, that different groups all interacting, there, there comes a time when, um, like, certain groups are, are disrespected or denigrated by society. And mm -hmm. identity politics is really about bestowing dignity on those various groups i completely disagree with this I, th I think that's i think it's actually really bad and toxic to label identity politics as such thing because what you're describing well, is what good is what you're describing is, is identity good. politics that's what i said is that where you have to have some political cause and political belief that is oriented around an identity and you're not allowed if you stray from it it's like a betrayal of the identity can you think of like when someone says when someone says we need black faces with black voices that's identity politics to me right because you're looking at the black group as like a people that have to have a shared political belief system based around the fact that they're black yeah but look i think if you look at it fukuyama's way a lot of the reason why black people will say, listen, if you're a Republican, you're not really black, is because they think the Republican Party has disrespected the black community. And it's well, I about, think because they're racist, I think. Of course. Well, whatever reason it is. But they're saying, listen, the black community needs to have the same kind of dignity as every other community. And when you put yourself in the Republican group, you're actually putting yourself in an identity role that is disrespectful towards our identity. 
that's where the two things clash. I and understand, I, like, but I just okay. that is true, though, right? That, when, that when black that people, people are upset, think. yeah, right. that is what people think. But this is I'm, why they call Larry Elder the black face of white supremacy. They're look, literally saying, "Look, white supremacists disrespect yeah, us." But why as would blacks. you? Why would you? Okay, why would you accept a definition that has their moral prescription built into it? Look, that's what I don't. That's why I wouldn't accept that definition. So you'd make a definition that is just nobody uses. It is just no. I'm describing what it actually is. What is it? What I just said. Estimation. I said like twice. Say it and a different actually, way. And actually, so, when so, I look, so when I say it a when, different way, so when I it's Google clear it, what you mean. When I Google it, it's actually more close to what I said. It's like just the normal dictionary definition from Oxford says. A tendency of people of a particular religion, ethnic group, or social background to form exclusive political alliances moving away from traditional broad-based party politics. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I think What a, are they what are they advocating for though? That's well, the question. And this is this sure. is the detail that Fukuyama draws in because I've looked at this definition before and this definition has always been like mm, that really doesn't tell me a lot. It's like groups banding together to advocate for something, but what are they advocating for? Mm -hmm. Well, I believe what do they want. Okay, so if I'm if I'm not 100 correct, I believe the term didn't the term identity politics come literally from woke shit? Didn't it come from the Kambahi River Collective? Look, woke shit like is the, a perfect example of what Fukuyama is talking about because woke shit means basically bestow. Look, the whole gay lesbian okay. movement is about so, dignity for themselves um what do you think what do you think gay marriage is about yeah okay i just i don't why are you trying to i just i'm so confused why are you trying to give the label of identity politics which i consider to be a bad thing why do you keep trying to adopt a definition that paints it in a positive light hmm what is the point of, like, what is the purpose of doing that? Which also I don't even think is accurate on top of it. Well, look, you accept that we need to build a stronger American identity. Yeah. Like v what Vivek talks about, right. about. That's the opposite of identity politics. No, that is identity politics. No, no, no. Well, no, no. When I say we need it, okay. So if we're talking about like an American identity, to me, that's the opposite of identity politics because identity politics is saying we need to divide ourselves among the million identities or whatever that exists, whether we're black or white or Jewish, or Christian or non-binary or gay or whatever. We have to like separate ourselves by all these million identities as opposed to having some kind of more unified American identity. So that's why I'm saying it's the opposite. Right. And I believe that was the origin of the word too. So you're just... saying you're saying that building the American identity is not identity politics? Yes, it's the opposite. Isn't identity politics politics about any identity? Let's go to the th definition that you pulled off of Google again. A tendency for people of a particular religion, ethnic group, social background to form exclusive political alliances moving away from traditional broad-based party no, politics. No, because you see they even said, um, even that one says they're moving away from traditional broad party politics, right? So the American identity would be a broad identity. Overlapping with you. others. Right. Right. Yeah, no. 
could be could be the case um identity politics emerges out of the struggles of oppressed or exploited groups to have a standpoint on which to critique dominant structures a position that gives purpose and meaning to struggle critical pedagogies of liberation respond to these concerns and necessarily embrace experience confessions and testimony as relevant ways of knowing as important vital dimensions of the learning process identity politics in some sense is the basis and the goal of critical social justice activism and the theory behind it. But the term itself is complicated in meaning, even within critical social justice theory and activism itself. There, there as of outside critical social justice context, the term has many meanings to many people and can be interpreted in various different ways. Uh, these contradictions can be resolved and can be easily understood that forwarding specific type of radical, if not revolutionary, identity politics is the primary agenda of social justice. Many sources, both scholarly and popular within the critical social justice canon, identify themselves as unapologetically committed to identity politics. The specific... Social justice? Yeah, because, okay, so this is what I'm talking about. A particular note, this is from James Lindsay's new discourse page, if you look up identity politics. Mm -hmm. On a particular note and central importance, the identity politics referred to within critical social justice is distinct from and even calls into question traditional civil rights discourse. This is why I don't like the Fukuyama definition, because it conflates the two things when they are very different. The specific approach and meaning of identity politics plays follows from the very radical queer lesbian black feminist Combahee River Collective, which coined the term in 1977, long after the civil rights movement of the 60s. That is, while the phrase identity politics has been retrofitted into the civil rights movement, its origins were in a radical movement from over a decade later that sought specifically to reject and invert the fundamental premises of that movement. Thus, the confusion in the term is a contemporary phenomenon that disguises the fact that the term arose in explicit rejection of the means and methods of the civil rights movement and it claims to continue. Okay. Okay. This is why I don't like that. What okay. don't hold on? What don't you like about it? You, I, you don't like it because you're saying identity politics is bad, but you're saying uh, bestowing dignity upon groups is good. It's good. So yeah. you're saying those two things are in conflict. Yes. I, I still think. So so. What what are you gonna call? bestowing dignity on various identity groups. What do you what do you call it when civil rights. blacks band together and demand civil dignity? Rights. What do you call it when rights, civil rights. Okay. That's literally what it was. What do you call it when whites what do you call it when whites band together and demand dignity? Like what? I mean, when until they, recently, white people maybe I mean maybe recently we we now we need it, but until recently white people didn't need to get uh, dignity bestowed up upon them because of their whiteness that wasn't like right. an issue that they needed until maybe so so when they so when the biden administration comes out and says right. look we're going to give business loans to black businesses right um we're gonna have to have a white civil rights movement baby and the white community feels disrespected by that on that identity politics is asking for trouble 
and they ban if you do it from like a they, white perspective look but you're saying it's good as long as you're doing it from a black perspective this I, is why no, I'd this say, is why no. i'm making this no, is no, why no, i'm no, making no, this no, distinction no, 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 here no no you know i did not say that civil rights for white people civil rights for white people is good i said if okay. you're going to say that white people should be engaged in identity politics i'm saying that's asking for fucking trouble but it's because that can obviously be interpreted look, as white nationalism. That's why I don't like makes identity politics case. for black people either. I don't like identity politics for anyone. I think it's a terrible Fukuyama, term. Fukuyama makes the case that yeah. populism is identity politics. Okay, I'm not a populist. So, I mean, I'm not... I would have to think about that to know if I'd <laughs> agree with it. But I'm not necessarily like like immediately turned off by that concept. But I don't even know if I would agree... I don't even know if I would agree with that. I have to think about... We're I have to read what the argument is for why populism is identity politics, but look, we've been streaming. I don't think it necessarily is. We've been streaming for almost eleven hours here. Right. I'm totally, totally beat. I noticed. Okay. I don't know why you were bringing up this argument, like this late in the well, stream about like no look, one that wasn't related to because I wanted because I wanted to ask you, yeah. and we just never got a chance because right. I've been reading this book and like I'm reading it for the third time now, taking notes and stuff just because mm -hmm. it's so. Like, it's such an amazing argument about identity politics and why. I mean, Fukuyama admits identity politics are are the problem. But, I mean, he goes into it in, like, every single detail and kind right, of the evolution just, of... Right. Even, even, as, even the evolution of identity itself. He even I, covers uh, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Moeller covers in the Pro Felicity book the the ident the authenticity guy that right. So I just I don't understand about. why anyone would want to label it as just a group wants dignity. Well, this is how it evolved. Like you got to understand. Yeah, but I think he's I think he's just literally wrong because again, my understanding is the definition well, of identity politics. This did is not such come... this is Wait. such hubris. No, what? this is such giant hubris. Okay, I you literally cut me off. And you can't say I'm, I'm being hubris because I literally just read something to you. I know. From, from James one Lindsay, thing, which was my one thing that you found on the internet. No, my understanding, because I have researched this identity politics question before. Okay. Okay. And my research on it has also led me to the same position that James Lindsay has, which is that this term came from the Combahee River Collective in 1977. <laughs> it did not come from the civil rights movement that they were not using the term identity politics. So I don't you're, know. Look, you're talking about the term, and talking. Fukuyama is talking about the concept. Yeah, but that's kind of the. But this is why we can't allow that. Okay, this is how all this leftist dog shit works. They they take a broad. They take a term. Are you saying term, Fukuyama is a leftist? No, I'm saying he. I'm saying that it, he could easily fall into the trap of allowing this leftist dog shit. I don't. He is a super liberal. My understanding. Is. Of course, um, yeah, of course right. he is. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I say liberal, I mean liberalism. He's a very big liberalism guy. Um, but he could it, he could accidentally fall into the trap because the way all this leftist dog shit works is that they're going to take a term that seems like it has some kind of vague colloquial meaning that means something different or innocuous, but from their academic perspective, means something fucking horrible. Okay, and they're going to do this confusion so that no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. Like, and you know, this is what this is the whole critical race theory thing is like well do what is what does critical race theory mean does it mean teaching about black history or does it mean all this other horrible shit what does systemic racism mean what does whiteness mean like this is like the commonest like leftist playbook is to do this word game shit and they're doing it with identity politics as well 
No, and so I, that's why I, I, I guarantee you, Fukuyama is not doing a word game. No, no, no. I, stop. I'm not saying I'm not. Politics. Wait, pause. I am not saying Fukuyama himself is doing it. Okay, I'm saying leftist assholes have been doing this game with identity politics, and I don't I haven't read Fukuyama's book, so I don't know what his whole argument is. But I would be cautious because maybe he's accidentally falling into the trap of allowing this to continue, as opposed to saying no, no, we just need to throw out the term. It's not, it's not a question of rehabilitating it. It's not a question of trying to use a different definition. Just throw out the term. <laughs> I just, I don't understand throw what the point the is. Term, look, yes. throw, throw out the term identity? Identity politics. I mean, uh, okay. Why not? It was not a term that people were using at all until the woke shit. Look, I don't, okay. First of all, it's a complicated argument. I don't think you right. understand the argument. I think just okay, like I don't. this, this is why I'm saying this is total hubris. You're like, you've, you've barely encountered the idea. And the first thing you're saying is no, no, wrong, 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 no, wrong, wrong. No, that's wrong, wrong, wrong. Like you haven't even really absorbed the idea, mm -hmm. but you're just like, all these walls are just like. No, you can't think of it that way. Only think of it this way. Only think of it the way that I've always thought of it. One of the reasons I found it interesting was because every time I hear people talking about identity politics, like there's really nothing firm for me to grab onto. They're kind of talking about these just nebulous concepts out there that are just kind of floating around in the ether. This book is like, now I understand identity politics. I understand the motivations for it. I understand how the the political powers that be use identity politics to their advantage, to gain power, to manipulate people. I understand mm -hmm. all of that. And uh, this is you from know, the book some... "Identity: The Demand for Dignity in Politics of Resentment." Yes, that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he goes into the history of identity creation. Which, I mean, is kind of in the same thing in the Pro-Felicity book, right? You start off in sincerity where you're in a small rural village where everybody basically has the same vocation, same lifestyle. As soon as you get into modernization and globalization, you have all of these different groups from around the world moving to a urban setting, and they all have completely different backgrounds which kind of creates identity crises in them and they need to form some sort of identity. Whenever you ask yourself the question, who am I? That's like a big question, Sitch. Who are right. you? Who okay, are so you? This is from... Look, you're a YouTuber. You're a, yeah. you're a son. Yeah. You're a friend. Yes. Who are you? Who am I? I'm Jackie Who Chan. are you? So this is from a Washington Post article. So, someone is interviewing Francis Fukuyama this is from right. 2018. That the title of the article is Francis Fukuyama: Identity Politics is Undermining Democracy. Okay, so yes. obviously not a fan fan of identity politics. Uh, the the person asking the question they say across Western democracies, the social cohesion that was once the foundation of political consensus has been severely fragmented, giving way to a cultural ideological diversity so robust that it thwarts a common sense of belonging. That in turn leads to search for identity in even more fragmented tribes, whether it's Black Lives Matter, the return of the white power movement, or the LGBT movement, and many other acronym specific specifics. 
You discuss this in your new book, Identity. What led us to this point? Francis Fukuyama says, what we call identity politics grew out of the social movements of the 1960s around the demands of African-Americans, women, gays, and lesbians, and other marginalized groups for the recognition of their dignity and concrete remedies to social disadvantages. These demands have evolved over the years to displace social economic class as the traditional way that much of the left thinks about inequality. They reflect important grievances, but in some cases begin to take on an exclusive character where people's lived experiences determined who they were. This creates obstacles to empathy and communication. We are now in a phase where identity politics has moved to the right. There are several factors conspiring to produce the wave of populism that has emerged in Europe and the United States. One has to do with globalization and its highly unequal impact on developed countries, developed countries' populations. Outsourcing and technological changes have not just impacted working class incomes, but have also led to broad social decline that's perceived as a loss of status. High levels of immigration have further challenged traditional notions of national identity, providing an opening for populist politicians who have blamed elites for the situation. In fact, elites are not blameless. Their policy mistakes produced both the 2008 subprime crisis in the United States and the euro crisis in the EU, both of which hurt ordinary workers much more than the elites themselves. All this has been all abetted by opportunistic politicians from Viktor Orban in Hungary to Donald Trump, who see the stoking of these resentments as vehicles for their own ambitions. Anything you disagree with there? I mean... All of it? Well, I would just say, again, I don't know, and I'd have to hear his argument, I don't know what he means when he says identity politics grew out of the 1960s. Because well, I, Look, I'm glad you read that. that. Right, because my understanding is that that's not the case. My understanding is the James Lindsay um, origin point of the term. Well, maybe James Lindsay's wrong, and maybe he Fukuyama's could be, right. But I'd have to see what what Francis Fukuyama is referring to when he makes that claim, or does he just you, mean look, the claim generally? But look, James Lindsay is looking to the people who started using the term identity politics, right. and Francis Fukuyama is looking towards. What is this thing identity in a in a social psychology type of way? Right. I think they're looking at different yeah. things. Right. But yeah. but I think that's kind of the problem. And I think the leftists prey on this is because they do. But right, why because, would you blame Fukuyama for no, that? I, well, because I think it's an important distinction to make is to say, like, there's this group of bad actors who are basically trying to use what people think of identity politics to push in shit like this other horrible slop. And I think that's important to point out. Fukuyama points it out. Okay. Well, that's good if he does. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. groups do, these groups do demand dignity. He says something super interesting because, you know, I'm thinking more about how, you know, a lot of people, a lot of progressives are disappointed that we've moved from economics to more identity politics, right? People are focused more on race and gender and all this other stuff instead of focused on economic well-being. Mm -hmm. He points out that one of the reasons that does exist is because human beings don't really value material support as much outside of the fact that it, like a certain level of income is what bestows dignity on you as a human being. It's the dignity that people are really after, which is an interesting thing. Okay. Yeah. Do you disagree? Dignity yeah, is more I, important. Yeah, I completely than... agree. Okay. So you, think, you... Yeah. you think economic conditions are more important. So you think if you can have 
great economic conditions and you can be disrespected? Uh, no. Okay, so you don't disagree then. I, I agree that the perception of dignity motivates people. Yeah, yeah. but more, more or less in economics. Uh, more in economics, yeah. Okay, so you agree with me. Why I are you saying no, you disagree? Because I was half it? listening and thought you said something else. Okay. Soto well, people, says, people hear that and they think something completely different. Okay. They're like putting fake news into the world, man. Don't do that. I'll try not to. Look, you, you come at, this is one of the things that's frustrating. Yeah. Because I will introduce a new idea to the stream. Yes. And you will just flatly reject it. And everyone in the audience, you send a message to them, you bias them in a way mm -hmm. that's in, totally difficult to overcome. And they will be completely poisoned on this idea. And it could be a good idea that you've never really thought through. And then everyone's against it. Okay. <laughs> and it's an, I mean, it's listen, an, it's an uphill battle to convince them that this is actually a good idea right. to, worth considering. Yeah. And okay. That is you a, do that every time listen, I bring up something new. That, it's that it is is a, super frustrating. That is a fair point to bring up. Yeah. Um, I would say going forward, I'll, I'll say two things. First of all, number one, don't bring, don't up, bring a, up new don't ideas. Don't bring up a new idea at three mm. in the morning. <laughs> okay. It's a <laughs> well, bad that, time to bring up look, a new idea. That is <laughs> okay. That is a fair analysis. Right. Okay. Number one. Number two, if there is some new idea that you want to, to float by me that you think I might be contentious about, just DM it to me. You don't have to talk it like we could talk about it privately first. I well, mean, I just look, I was talking about a live stream. Look, I I think you're really ignoring a problem that you have which is that you just shoot everything down just the first time you hear it. you do like this you do this gut check and you're like yeah. nope not into that and all of a sudden you're like just looking for arguments you're doing exactly what jonathan height says you're mm -hmm. like you're making a moral and in intuitive uh decision and you're just shooting 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 it down instead of just saying look i'm going to be neutral this is a new idea i'm encountering let me uh, let me approach well, it with an open mind. I, I can't speak for each time that something like this has occurred because um, mm -hmm. I don't remember each time that something like this has occurred. But I'll, I'll, I'll speaking on the idea. It occurred with thing. the generations thing. That's why I got so frustrated in that live stream. It's like, look, you're not even willing to like consider the idea. Sure, um, but going to identity on um, identity politics for a second. Um, I literally said very early in the thing why mm -hmm. i do not like this framing and you can say it is a i mean i don't even think it's a, a it's like a post hoc height thing it i said is exactly totally. no it, i said literally you're like identity said, politics stop. is bad civil rights is good that's exactly yeah, like and these I, two exactly. things are in conflict okay. i can't resolve the conflict it, no 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 stop i first of all it's not a height elephant thing because i literally acknowledged i think from the beginning saying wait a minute and this is what i kept asking mm -hmm. i kept saying Identity politics to me means this awful thing. What is the purpose? What is the utility of defining it in this way that muddies the water and makes it sound like it's a good thing? Which maybe, and now it could just be that that you're not accurately describing it the way that Fukuyama puts it out, because as I've said and I read in the article, Fukuyama is not in favor of this stuff, right? But or he it, described it the same way that it, I did. Or it could be that, number one, Fukuyama is correct, that whatever this identity politics idea is came from some good idea, but then has become warped to be something bad. Or it could be that Fukuyama is wrong. 
and that James Lindsay is correct. And essentially what's going on here, which is what I suspect is going on here, but I am obviously biased into thinking this, is that identity politics always meant this really fucked up thing. But there was this other identity, there's this other idea that Fukuyama is talking about, which is true, which is that people have always wanted dignity and, dig- and wanting to have dignity is a big thing that motivates people in politics and in their lives. And you can definitely point that like the civil rights movement, black people wanted to be treated with the same level of dignity as white people. And I think there, and this is why I am instantly recoiling to sort of allowing identity because you're like, that's be, a good thing. Well, yeah, not only is it a good thing, but because as I said, this is the tactic that they use. There's a concept of people wanting to have dignity uh, based on, you know, if they're black, right. Or if they're white or they're women or whatever. And that's fine. And I agree with that. And I think intentionally leftists will take that concept that has a lot of energy behind it, like wanting to have dignity that everyone agrees upon, and they'll intentionally attach some parasitically fucking toxic idea to that and then try to sneak it in. And this is the leftist tactic again and again. And I think they do, they're do they doing this with identity politics. So my uh, answer to that is to say, well, I'm not going to agree to the framing in the first place, and I'm not going to agree to this term identity politics. But it is a fact claim, so I could be I could be wrong. But my understanding is that that is what's going on here. So I don't know why uh, Fukuyama has has gone into that framing, or maybe he just doesn't know. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, why? I just <laughs> like I'm fine with the concept of what you're talking about, and I think the concept Look, I, of the power no... of dignity is very true, and that's a great idea to, to talk about and to in a lens to look through and to explore and to understand why politics are the way that they are. And I think that's a very good thing to talk to talk about that concept of the power of dignity when we talk to someone on the left who they just say, "Why does everyone care about these cultural issues? Oh, they can't. We should only care about economic things." Blah, 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 blah. And you can throw at them the whole like, "Well, the, you know, the power of dignity here." I think that's all like very powerful idea. I'm literally just quibbling over. I don't approve of the use of the term identity politics in this way. That's the you only have a very here. you have a very very negative intuition about the term identity politics. That negative intuition was affected when I said that maybe identity politics has a little good point to it. Right. I okay. But, I, I, I don't yeah. think you understood what I just said or you listened to everything I just said just now. Well, I did. I did. Okay. Okay. Look, you're objecting to the framing, but I mean, yeah. you're objecting to, to... I mean, what would you... Never mind. If, if if we look this up and you find out that James Lindsay is a hundred percent correct that the term identity mm-hmm. politics comes very specifically from this very specific movement, does that change the argument at all? But no, because Why identity. Not? Look, if you're talking about people's identity mm-hmm. and like. Identity formation becomes a thing in the world that becomes a political project to extend dignity to all of these different groups. What the hell are you going to call that thing? Identity politics is the perfect term for it. But it's already, yeah, but this is the problem. 
And this is like the the leftist shit that they do. Be- look, because some just Marxists, use a di- just use a different term. Why would what we... do you? Oh, so so what what would be a good term then? Civil rights look, you, was the you perfect have a... term. We already had it. Civil rights has yes. nothing to do with identity. It the civil rights movement a hundred percent has to do with identity. What do you mean? It was about literally getting rights for people that didn't have rights based on their identity. Yes, but different identities have different. Yeah, different have rights. different cultures. Yes, I agree. I mean, that's why I think it doesn't, the rights. Listen, it I doesn't say, look. Uh, it doesn't deal with the concept of megalothumia or isothumia. Well, I don't know what. Those how would you? Mean, how so. would you deal? How would you deal with that? I don't know what those. Isothumia is a desire to be treated as everyone else. Megalothumia yeah. is a desire to be treated superior to everyone else. Oh, okay. How do you deal with that in a civil rights context? Well, you would say no one gets treated superior to everyone else, which is, I mean, the way things generally. So, should be so in society, people right? who are so people who are who excel should, should they not be treated? Oh well, I guess it's better than everyone mean, else. I don't know what you mean by how do we how do we or superior? I guess in this context. how do we how do we uh, deal with um, the search for human excellence? In a concept well, okay. where we He's, don't I have mean, people that are treated superior to right. everyone else. Okay, so I mean that does work with civil rights because civil rights works within the frameworks of saying everyone has equal rights, and then you can just excel or fail at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of like the the framework of liberalism, where obviously, as we've talked about, the framework of leftism, leftism and socialism is that the state or some external force is going to make everyone succeed and fail at some rate, right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll look. I'm going to try just for usage. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to do a strongly worded email to Francis yep. Fukuyama and okay. I'm going to say, "Listen. I know that you've written 15 books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think you might even be a Nobel Prize winner, but Right. Can you really stop using the term identity politics? <laughs> Can't we find a better term? Well, it seems like whenever I look I don't him think up, he's, I don't think he's going to listen, man. If I type in Francis Fukuyama identity politics, it seems like he always talks about it in like a negative way. Um, so I don't think that's the issue. Okay. So, look, you read that whole thing about Fukuyama and. Nothing he said in there seemed different from what I was saying. Well, as I said, I, I don't know if what he's saying is true. I don't know what he means when he says identity politics springs out of the 1960s. That's like that's my quibble. I, I don't know how else to word that. Okay. But but anyways, I guess not now that we will hundred percent not finish the super chat. <laughs> I know. Look, all I want to look. This is an interesting conversation, anyway. And, that's, and that's right. Listen, glad, you reach out to Francis. You, we get him on the show. How about that? I'm glad that we talked about this idea that, like, just when you feel it happening. Look, I'm just shooting down everything Adam is saying. Right. Just stop. Just take a breath. <laughs> okay. Think, okay. There might be something of value here. This book is amazing, man. Like I now I'm totally when I listen to people talk about identity politics, I just have a whole new Okay, con- I'll, I'll, I'll listen to, to it. it. I mean, I'm sure listen, Francis Fukuyama's a smart guy. He's just, fucking I, like a genius, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm just I feel like he I separates feel like, the yeah. uh statecraft from nation building, which mm-hmm. obviously like nation building is 
building the identity of the populace and statecraft is building the institutions, which is an important distinction most people don't consider. Yeah, no, this guy's fucking shit. Sure. I, I think it's just, I think we're sort of quibbling about, or I'm you very, I, I'm making a very yeah. specifically narrow argument. And about I'm the not, term identity politics right, being I, used and by and I, leftists to, right, and I, think I mean, broadening it out to like, I'm attacking Fukuyama's uh, thesis or his work, which I'm not, because I haven't read right. it. So I don't even know what his thesis is. But I'm just, look, I, I understand this. Yeah. The leftists have attacked the word racism. Right. But I don't think we would give up the word racism. Like we're basically trying to migrate it back to the old. Right. Meaning, but they right? didn't. Yeah. But see, but they, but that's the difference is that they tried to redefine it with the people's people's our shit. And so we said, no, we're not letting you redefine it. Well, how do you know right. identity politics hasn't been redefined well, in the I, same way? Well, I just, don't. That's what I'm saying. You I'm just the first time you encountered it, you encountered the P plus P. So you think that that's the right. Well, no. So, because, well, the reason I don't think that is because I have on my own research identity politics tried to find this. And I did come to the same conclusion that James Lindsay came to that it was from this paper. And usually right. when I look it up, it does give that paper as like the origin point of identity politics. So if, if he's, if, the term identity politics came from some other time in the 60s and then it had been bastardized by woke people i would be more amenable to saying okay well maybe we should go back to the old usage right mm -hmm. so but i look i don't nobody has really anyway. control over how these terms are used or where they go okay. or whatever yeah okay uh soldos for two hours says adam is monopoly using mmt an example of woke games <laughs> Oh, I think that's to get the stream talking about woke stuff. So, or go. talk not woke stuff, but MMT. And the Monopoly doesn't use stream. MMT though, because you can't create more money. There's limited yeah, money can. in that box. Oh wait, that's not true. You can't because you can just write IOUs, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I guess it is then. You can just write. Can you imagine playing Monopoly for so fucking long that you run out of money? I'd like. Mm -hmm. I would kill myself. <laughs> I feel like I we have gotten to that situation. <laughs> In this conversation. <laughs> we talk about when you play Monopoly. Monopoly. I've oh, no. never I've never had a Monopoly game go so long that we just ran out of money. I that would be the worst thing ever. Uh, I think Sigma, when we argue it's better when we're like totally tuckered out. It's I, I think it's true. funny. <laughs> well, we're definitely lower energy, so it's harder to get we're lower money. energy yeah. and shorter fuses. Right. <laughs> Which is like There you go. Perfect. It's like the perfect combination. Uh Sigma the Rose for six months says, I still know for a fact Sitch is to the left of Adam. After all, English is red left to right, and Sitch's name comes first in the channel name. True. Oh yeah. There you go. Technicality. I'm trying well no, see someone said because you're like you bring up a new idea and I shoot it down. That that's proof that I'm more right wing because it's like I'm like tradition based. <laughs> I don't want to accept the new idea. Well look, I do it's Look, I, it's, it's going to, I don't want to say it because it sounds insulting, but it's just, it's a confirmation bias. There you go. So, no, so many times I think just people are biased towards what they already know. Right. I am too. I mean, it's just, it's natural. Uh, Thoughts Apprentice for five hours says, Sitch, did you see the Lion King video I sent you? That shit was bonkers. I was hoping you'd cover it this week with Mahler and Rags. Anyway, S-Class is best class have we already uh, done all of the $20 and up? Yes. 
Okay. I think good. there was a new one actually. Uh, fondue for twenty dollars says people say I want dignity. Left to step in and say these people took it from you. There you go. True. That's exactly how identity politics works. Right. Um, identity politics is when they come out and say, look, you've been disrespected as a group. Right. Uh, to answer your question, uh, Thoth, I watched part of it and it was insane, but I will watch the rest of it. It's on my list of potential Sundays. Uh, they sent me this video called Lion King and a Half Judaism, White Pride and Paranoia. And it's kind of this completely insane video about how Lion King one and a half is about uh, fascism and white pride and all this other weird shit. What? So, yeah, no, it's like insane. So we'll definitely oh, nice. cover it. I don't know. We can talk it might about be... identity politics during that. There you That'd go. It might be too political for Mahler, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Zombie Squad for 14 months says 90s booba is best booba. Pokes eye out by triangle chesticles. True. Uh, CT for two Canadians says, good to know Epic Games still sucks in 2023. True. Uh, lives in Deb's Wall specifically for $5 says, the opposite of Dove Soap should be Hawk Soap. The ad campaign theme, quote, for hygienic pretty people. No fatties. <laughs> oh, that's it. awesome. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Sketch for $5 says, does soap, Dove Soap body positivity? Question mark. Push away. Samus Aran. Oh, so it's got the Sitch does not want. Samus Aran, Sitch pointing to. Yeah. Okay. I don't understand what they're trying to say there. But yeah, Samus is based. Oh, I see what you're saying. Samus is the way to do it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, Drew the Dogman for 11 months says, Woke seems to have started with Obama, who Dev called a socialist. Hate crime legislation, America bad, that kind of stuff. I mean, Woke really... Well, obviously, woke started in the '60s, and then it kind of got revitalized with the PC movement in the '90s, and then it kind of went away again, and then it came back in the 2014-2016 era. So I think maybe some of it had to do with some of the Title IX shit with Obama, but I, I, I just and I don't know how to say this nicely to conservatives. I think your perception of Obama being a race baiting president is so wildly untrue. I don't know how to deal with that concept, especially compared to now. So, yeah, I, I don't, I hate that stuff too. Yeah. I Seems mean, crazy. Obama very specifically downplayed his race as much as possible when he was running. Yeah. He tried um, to make it a non issue, obviously. Yeah. So, right. I think he did exactly what you would want the first black president to do. Yeah, they make it sound like Obama was Al Sharpton. It's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> Get right. the fuck out of here. And I'm and I'm glad that, you know, he ran against McCain because McCain, you know, was also trying to downplay any sort of racial fear of Obama being black. And I give McCain a lot of credit for that. So He did the right thing for the country. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Al Gore did the right thing for the country in two thousand with yep. the election. Yeah. Well, the, the McCain-Obama election wasn't really contested. I don't remember it being contested. No, I, I'm just, look, the moment everyone points to is when the woman came out, you know, <laughs> obviously listened to a bunch of who knows what and was like, I'm scared of Obama. He's a Muslim. Right. <laughs> yeah. McCain yes. was like, no, that's not true. He's a good Christian. Yes. Yeah. That, that meant something. Yeah. That like, did mean something. Yeah. Trump would go, you're exactly right. <laughs> I'd say, listen, people are saying, people are telling me. 
people are telling me he's a Muslim. Well, I mean, it's that was well, that was Trump's like foray into politics was Obama was born in not America. I know. Where's the birth certificate? Obama wasn't born in America. So, I mean, listen, if you want to talk about anyone kind of really focusing the race card on Obama, Trump was actually the person who started it. I don't even know. I don't remember why the fuck he even started on the whole Obama was born not in America thing. I don't know what precipitated that, but it was weird. Yeah. Uh, Jay, thanks so much for 14 months, says, I only want ugly characters in games so that I don't feel self-conscious. True. Uh, Sammy G for five dollars says, Tifa Lockhart is one reason I keep in shape and train in MMA. Who doesn't want to be like a badass video game character? Look at that. That's the aspirational character. Of course. Uh, Rosie McRose for $2 says, Noah feels like a parody of bread tubers. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, PC for five dollars says this game sucks. I don't feel represented at all. Jenny screams while playing Tetris. <laughs> also true. Uh, Blinds Escape Court for five dollars says in Seattle we have North Face and Pantagonia. Fatties have no excuse with all our hikes and outdoor activities. Oh wow! Right. Blinds in Seattle. Uh, Drive by commentator for five dollars says Aiden Paladin. Uh, if I recall correctly, I had a video on women and representation and the truth about self-esteem versus fictional avatars. Yeah, I'll ask her. I'll ask her. because That does sound very interesting. She's done research on that. Uh, Just Joking for Nine Months says people have two options. One, have, represent- have representation in video games. Two, eat whatever you want. <laughs> That's right. Pick your struggle. You can't have both of those things. Uh Metalworks four eleven ninety for five dollars says if it was a well made not propaganda comedy game you would play a fat ugly character true true and that would be fine and it would be yeah that's the promise because they want it to be a fat ugly character that you but have it to can't think be it's yeah. beautiful it can't wow. be comedy as yeah. soon as it's comedy they're like oh you're supposed to laugh at the fat guy huh right Unless that doesn't you're... bestow dignity on fat people as a group it, it does not no it does not. <laughs> Right, that's bad yeah. identity politics. It is. There you go. That is, um, and unless you're a Lance or Matt Binder, and you're confused, and you think that the, uh, that you think comic in Mario Brothers dressed up in drag as Peach was some sort of positive <laughs> representation know. of drag, or like, look, they have a trans person. Like there was literally this. Oh my, I couldn't fucking believe this. There's this famous shot of a bunch of British troops in drag loading up this is during world war ii loading up shells and an artillery cannon to fire okay mm-hmm. and so a bunch of really fucking dumb zoomers look at this and they say see look we even had powerful drag in the world war ii era okay and if you what? actually look yeah and if you actually look into this you'll find out that basically what was happening was if you know anything about british comedy you know brits think man dressing and drag is hilarious Okay, that's been a mainstay of British comedy for some reason forever. And part of like they were doing this thing where sometimes some of the, the military bases would put on comedy drag shows. And in the middle of putting on one of these comedy drag shows, the Germans started bombing them. So the soldiers who were the performers had to rush out still in their comedy drag outfits to start loading you know, the cannons. And Hilarious. And right. So they're doing a show and they got in a in a firefight. Yes. So they basically had to just go in their costume. Yes. And to be clear a, to the, a bunch the of dumb idiot Zoomers, 
when the British people in 1940s uh, Land were doing drag performances, the joke was that it's a man in a dress. You were laughing right. at a man in a dress. It was not done the same way right. drag is now. We were supposed to think, oh, he is a powerful, beautiful man in a dress. That is right. not the attention of drag in the 1940s. This is so empowering for yes. for trans people. No, it's like, look, I'm an idiot. Yes, it was not. Yes, it was not done in empowering context back in those days. Right. Uh, Soldos for Tour says, so what's Bobert's answer to the POV question? Oh, well, obviously she wants to be there. <laughs> she wants to be in on the action. Maybe we'll talk about that on Tuesday a little bit. The whole, I see you saw the thing? video. Oh, the hell yeah. Thing. Yeah. She's a cutie, man. He's pretty hot. She's pretty hot. I don't look representative. Boobert. I can't. I really can't think any of anything more American than making out in a movie theater. I'm gonna say, <laughs> listen. I think the people saying she should be kicked out of Congress is, is silly. It's laughable. Yeah, that's silly. Um, but I'm gonna say, if you're in your fucking thirties, mm -hmm. you have a house. Okay, you don't need <laughs> it's to more, be right. You don't need more to be exciting in the no, movie theater. Sitch, look, you don't need to be. Little. First of all, Live you don't need to be in the back of you know who's in the back of the movie theaters like like grabbing each other's tits and dicks. Okay, they're like the high school kids who can't go home because their parents are there, right? When you're in your 30s and 40s, you shouldn't be fucking doing that shit. Sitch. Especially, Sitch, you need to live a little. No, especially when they're supposed to be when they're first of all they're not in the back. Okay, they're like in the third fucking row. Number one. <laughs> Okay. Number two, when you're trying to push a narrative about how we have to keep like anything explicitly sexual away from children, you're fucking like groping each other to Beetlejuice, which is not some adult entertainment or something. And number well, three, I mean, you make a compelling argument right. there. Number and, two is very good. Yeah, okay. You can't be, you can't be whining about the fucking groomers sex, like doing inappropriate shit for children when you're like trying to give your date a hand job. He's trying to grope your tits in the fucking middle of Beetlejuice. Okay. Look, um, I am unfazed by these, by the groping and I, I'm unfazed and making by out. It, but it's like, you vape in a movie theater? Get right. the fuck well, yeah, out first of all, there! Yeah. That's what's funny. Get too, the it? fuck out of there! What are you she, doing? She was vaping in a movie theater. Apparently, a pregnant lady was complaining about it too. Look, I'm not pregnant. I'm going to complain. Right. Don't vape next to me in the movie theater. What are you doing? Supposedly, she Dummy. lied about it too, saying that she wasn't vaping when you. Could oh, I saw the I saw the vaping. camera. She right. was obviously vaping. Right. But um, but number three, yeah, obviously, vaping in movie theater is disgusting. You shouldn't be doing that. People think that they can just vape anywhere, and it's like, no, fuck you. We um, were on the train, and some guy was trying to vape like right in front of us. Like, oh, this is okay here, and I'm like, right, the fuck. Yeah, because just because it's not as bad as smoking doesn't mean that you get to do it wherever you want. Okay? Yeah, no smoking means no smoking. Like If you really need to hit your vape pen, you go walk outside and you hit your vape pen and then come back. Yeah, walk outside while we're on the train. Right. Well, I I'm like talking about idea. <laughs> not, not on the train. No, okay. I wanted it. Look, if you're going to okay. vape on the train, I think right. you should walk off the train. Okay. But number three, and here's my final reason here. Um, if you're a fucking sitting congressperson you need to show some respect okay to yourself i don't want my fucking congress people fondling each other in, in public they i think we're supposed she, to be serious people is she unmarried now is that like her new boyfriend or something so she is technically married but but they're going through a divorce or a separation or something and that was her boyfriend 
who That's supposedly weird. is also a Democrat. So people were pointing that out too. They're like, oh my God, a Democrat is ruining her. So That's so weird. Like, so yeah. she's separated from her husband that she's married to. Yeah, not technically she... divorced yet. And getting groped Does she in have a movie kids? theater. I don't know the answer to that question. Didn't she? I think she had an abortion or something. People yeah. were like, she's so against abortion. Okay, so she she's really one. not. So all of her tradconness is a lie, is what you're telling me. Well, no, there was some remotely conservative. There was some controversy. I right. think they dug up that she had an abortion once. If that's true, she's got an Look, abortion. I, she's fondling Democrats and Beetlejuice. And, like, this is a little bit of our bubble right. because I kind of looked into her a little bit. I saw mm -hmm. people were freaking out on her. I don't really, on, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't follow her, I but that really I did listen. Like I listened to a bunch of speeches of her that are. I mean, you. She's ba She is basically talking about women's spaces. Look, I'm mm -hmm. I'm hesitating here because a lot of the stuff I agree with about the women's spaces and stuff, but she's categorized as anti-trans because she's talking about trans. Sure, which is she's, not my position, but right, yeah, she's. I think she might be a turf, but you got to be careful these days because you don't know if she's just like nobody should ever trans ever, and I don't know enough about her to know her positions, but. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever. It yeah. was a stupid fucking thing for her to do. You're an adult, <laughs> act like a fucking adult. You're sitting, you know, representative of this country, act like it. Have some dignity and respect for the office, please. I think this, this is this is my conservativeness coming out. It's funny because I kind of felt like when I was thinking about this that I knew this was going to be your position. <laughs> and I was going to say, this is further proof that Adam is really the one more on the left than me. I'm like this stuffy, like traditional, like have some dignity and respect for the office. And you're like, whatever, man. Just like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> CT, clip this out. This needs to be on the yes. channel. I'm like, listen, I'm a stuffy conservative. You need to show respect and dignity for America, for your office, for your responsibilities, all that, you know, Republican-y stuff. And I'm this like, is so, no. Just, look, this is, give each other hand jobs in the movie theater. <laughs> it's more fun look, that way. This is from May 16th. Yes. I mean, that's like just a couple months ago, right? Lauren that video's Bober, from May? No, this article. Lauren Boebert oh. files for divorce from her husband in May. Wow. And she's already jacking another guy off in the fucking movie theater. Yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. Oh, man. Does she have children? I don't know. That's what I was looking for. Laura, Laura Boebert kids. Look, read some super chats. Okay. I'm going to get to the bottom of the you kids. You get to the bottom though. of it. Uh, for five dollars says, "If Metroid came out today, would Ben Shapiro call the reveal of Samus being a girl woke?" Probably, yeah, probably. She has four kids. She does. Oh no, wait. Yeah, no, four kids. Wow. The Boberts now have four sons. Jesus. Well, that's good I... to see your mom fucking getting her tits groped on television. How old is she? Tyler now 18? She has an 18-year-old kid? Holy shit, she had a kid young because she's only, what, 37, 38? So she had a kid real young then. Oh, wait, maybe this is the wrong person. This can't be right. The math yeah. is not making sense here. It's not. I was like, wait a minute. This math is not <laughs> adding up. <laughs> Loan Bobert, 36, is going to become a grandmother. Holy shit, maybe it wait, is what? right. 
Lauren Bober is set to become a grandmother at 36. Colorado representative praises teen moms as she reveals her 17-year-old son's girlfriend is pregnant. Okay, so she had a kid at 18 or 19, and then mm-hmm. her and then her kid at, who she had when she was 18 or 19 now has a kid. Wow. Seven, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Dr. Dealer for $5 says A-team hisses at neighborhood cats to mark territory and still waiting for his soldier boy console in the mail. <laughs> Forgot about that. Best <laughs> class is best class. <sighs> Hell yeah. You didn't get a Soldier Boy okay. console, Sitch? Forgot about that. Holy shit. Well, mine gets here. You're going to be so jealous. I'm going to be very jealous. CT says she's in bed. <laughs> you just mark it. Okay. Oh, is that on the... Is that on the... Was she <laughs> you doing timestamps? You are telling her to clip it. <laughs> Look, I was only kidding about that anyway. But if you do want to clip it. I'm sure there's a lot of good things to clip from our conversation when we had all those people on. We talked about a bunch of different topics. So. I was surprised at that. She did a clip of you complaining about Zoomer aesthetics. I mean, I was surprised that that got so many views. So There you go. Seemed to be pretty popular. Loser Beer for 11 months says seeing the jacked dudes in video games and anime is the literal reason I train so hard in the gym. S class is the best class. Of True. course. True. You want to be that way. You want, you're trying to gain dignity for yourself. It's actually funny. When I started uh, working out in middle school, it was, we had like a total gym kind of thing at, at home. Oh my God. And uh, I started using it when I would watch Dragon Ball Z because it was in the, there's a TV in the exercise room. And so that it was the same thing. I was like motivated to work out because I was watching DBZ. So yeah, things are aspirational. See, you can only see Goku train so much. And you're like, I need to start training. God. Uh, Stan Stanstav Kuleta. Thanks so much for the 50 plutoniums. Says happy Rosh Hashanah to my favorite centrist streamers. Wishing you all a plentiful year. Uh, 5,784. That's right. It's the year 5784 in Judaism. If you didn't know oh, that. Oh, sweet. There you go. That's what I wanted to know. Yep. Yeah, that's Who right. Cares? It's Rosh Hashanah. There you go. Wow. Can't believe you're dissing my people like that. Look at that. Jeez. I'm sure I'll be accused of anti-Semitism. You are. On Destiny subreddit soon. Probably. <laughs> Your intent, you like, you're like, oh, first of all, thank you, uh, Stan Slav. That was the first super chat. So, oh yeah adam is intentionally trying to stir up as much drama as possible <laughs> no i'm not okay. no i'm not don't okay. fuck look they're gonna start a threat on mmt soon i know oh, i've that, got a that plan was, that the, oh okay i see the whole i didn't really get a whole plan work don't let, don't ruin it okay you know what's gonna happen you're gonna get you're gonna get them to start talking mmt and then destiny's gonna shit all over it and you're gonna get really triggered yeah probably yeah <laughs> Uh, Blake Campsell for 10 months says it's cool to see you guys cover this topic I love to crochet with your streams playing in the background I hope the stream goes well well thank you Blake yeah thanks and there's Lucy Lombard thank you Lucy for the five gifted memberships thank you so much you're a dirty dirty chopper <laughs> sticker sticker oh wait no choppers <laughs> I got you to say <laughs> you it. did yes. 
Uh, lives in Deswell specifically for $2 says, quote, never cross a river that is on average four feet deep. I'm not familiar. Oh, I get it. Because it's on average four feet deep, right? Mm-hmm. So at some points, <laughs> not going to be four feet. For some points, it's going to be like 20 feet, right? Right. And if it's average four feet, that means like that's including the shoreline, which is like inches deep. So, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the takeaway for nine months? It says, aside from hours played and how many women play games, the real question is how much money do normal games make over games perceived as woke? That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, Casey Anderson for seven months says info on, uh, think before you sleep. He has done a live stream before you can see what he looks like. He's currently dating Brittany Venti and has a background of fitness. Oh, well, there you really? Go. There oh, you go. wow. Okay. Uh, Vinny, the doorman. Hey, Vinny for 14 months says, hello chat. Love you guys. Just wanted to say curvy women love based. There you go. Of course. Yeah. We like our curvy girls. Uh, some dead spider for 20 sexy sex. It says your will is weak. Sitch. Think of the sweet milk. <laughs> I think that was in relation to the uh, Torin female. Uh, Godlike snake. Thank you so much for being outside the simulation for 10 months. Thank you so much. Godlike snake it says it's funny how they made female Torns more normal. Not so sexy, but when cataclysm came out, the female worgen is straight up sexualized furries. Oh, really? Well, I mean, everything looked more attractive then. Let's see, female Morgan. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of yiffing going on there. I can see from people who are into that. So, it's a good point. Oh, look, he's been blocked by Rolo Tomasi. Think before you sleep. Probably a good thing. Yeah. How do you know he's been? Oh, does he tweeted it out? I just found his Twitter. I was looking for a picture. Didn't Brittany make some video like shitting all over him? Yeah, totally. Uh, Soldoge for $2 says, I demand you show Adam the elf ear trend I sent you. He saw it, Soldoge. Yeah, I, it was I horrible. Believe, I don't remember if you sent it to me, Soldoge, first. Someone else sent it to me. Um, or I just saw it randomly. I think I just saw it randomly and I tagged Adam in it. I think Phil... Was Phil tweeted it out in this, yeah. Yes, I don't know if Phil tagged me or just tweeted it out. And I just saw it, but um, yeah, it's really gross. There's these people that like literally they do this like body modification surgery where they sew their ears, like parts of their ears closed, and then yeah, when it make heals, ears. yeah, and then when it heals, it heals into like the elf ear shape, and it's disgusting. So don't do that, kids. Uh, Stuck for five dollars says, "Quote: Putting in some effort, we love to see it." Said Noah sarcastically, thinking he didn't accidentally own himself. True. And Stuck for another five dollars says, "Isn't basically every woke philosophy basically mad that society is full of social contagions?" Very true. That is literally the basis of all woke philosophies. Yes. And then they pretend like woke, like social contagions don't exist when you bring them up. Uh, CT for five Canadian says, "Quote." Why are women always missing these games? Sitch, it's because it's accurate. You played Subnautica with me. How many times you lose, Carl? <laughs> it's true. That's true. Uh, Matrix 07012 for 50. Kazarkazark says, straight men play as human females or elves. Everything else is homosexual. Wow. Okay. 
Electromaster for 12 months says, hey, now. Great job hey. with the Burgess debate. You found a great balance of letting him say his piece, but not letting him gish gallop. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Electromaster. Uh, Stug yeah, the comments were conflicting on that. People were saying, good job, Adam. Shut him up. And some were saying, let him talk. Yeah, it's, that's the way it always is, though. Uh, Stuck for do? $2 says, to an ideologue, the ideology is just common sense. Very true. Uh, Hayden for 14 months says, here's an interesting poll idea for chat. Take the POV question and apply it to the Sitchin Adam show. S team equal dream. A class wears his zipper on his butt. What? There you go. Ask the POV question to the Sitchin Adam show. What does that mean? Like, do you listen to us and imagine that you're me or Adam? How would that work? At all. Yeah, I don't think it works. I don't understand. That I understand. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I could maybe you're saying like you like would talk to us or something, which I mean, I guess that makes sense. But I wouldn't really consider that the POV question to be the same, Hayden. Um, hmm, we're getting close to the buzzer. I might have to skip ahead and just do the members so I don't lose them. Okay. Okay. Let me do the members because we're running close to the buzzer here. And then we'll probably have to finish the rest of Supers on Tuesday. Right. We don't have a guest on Tuesday anyway, so we'll just right. do... We'll watch the Hassan-Ethan thing, and then we'll read these Supers and then the rest of Supers from the week. Right. Uh, and thank you guys. You guys are very generous today with Supers. Yeah. Uh, Basil, thanks so much for eight months. Free Will Seeker says, Starfield. I haven't played... I'm purposely not going to play Starfield because I feel like it'd probably be too addicting. Maybe. It looks pretty interesting. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, I like Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas a lot, so I assume I would like Starfield. Uh, Twitter sucks for eight months. Thank you so much, Twitter sucks. Says, uh, I tried to buy a dozen bees yesterday. The beekeeper actually gave, accidentally gave me thirteen. I tried to tell him, but he said, "Don't worry, that one's a freebie." <laughs> I thought you were actually buying bees. I was going to say, did you get a queen? That's good. I like that. Uh, Mark Twain's Revenge, thanks so much for the 20 gifted memberships. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Asme for five months says, hey guys, if you have to choose big boobs or big butts, if you had to choose big mm -hmm. boobs or big butts, oh, you're asking which would we choose. Personally, I'm all mm -hmm. for a nice behind. Okay. I'm going to go with the boobs. I mean, I like both. I like oh, both. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an enlightened centrist on this, on this one, baby. You're gonna sit on the fence. I'm gonna right be a fence sitter on this one. Butt. On one hand, you can put the boobs, and the other hand, you can put the butts. Okay. <laughs> and I'm gonna be happy. Uh, Shelby Pond, thank you so much, Shelby Pond. Why for not both? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone asked me to make such a decision. Uh, Kyle Petty for 11 months says unhealthy trash food is bad for your skin. You don't even have to jump to them. Also owning ice cream. That alone is an incentive pr to promote fat acceptance. There you go. Uh, critically Chibi for three months says I'm here to throw down a harmonica challenge. Adam, I challenge you to open episode 300 with the entire Freebird solo. Wow. Now that would be impressive. I've listened to the Freebird thing and I'm just, I'm not that into it, to be honest with you. So, 
What? Yeah. What a terrible take. It's kind of like folksy. I'm not okay. Wait, hold on. I'm not talking about the song Freebird. Right. Did you just listen to the song part? Uh, listen to the harmonica part. No, 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 no. There's okay. If you pull up Freebird on YouTube, and you, you know how like it shows you like the most watched part, Right. you'll see like at like the four or five minute mark, there's a giant spike where all the people that watch the Freebird song <laughs> scroll down. Okay. That's where like the insane guitar solo starts playing. Okay. which is like famous because people would always say play free bird. Cause they want you to play the, the song. And then the guitar guy just gives the middle finger to the crowd. Cause it's like this really great, famous, awesome guitar solo. Cool. They want you to play that on harmonica. There's no harmonica in the song? I believe there is harmonica, There though. might be, and I don't, maybe there might be in the beginning, but the, so they're talking about the solo part. They want you to I play. feel like I've looked this up before because... I mean, we've talked about it before. I know I've told you jokingly that you should play Freebird on harmonica, but I think you just listened to the song and not the song. No, I swear I looked it up. Yeah, look, entire Freebird solo played on harmonica Oh, okay. right here. And it sounds folksy? Yeah, I mean, it's not really my jam, but... Okay. I, I mean, it does not... The Freebird solo is like... pretty classic awesome rock i wouldn't call it folksy at all okay I don't know. What are we doing for 300? Sets, you're in charge, so. i'm not in charge Got so any ideas? we're doing nothing Let's have a debate. okay Who could we debate? Who'd be just insane, crazy? your Nick mother Fuentes. oh god please no Nah, what do you think? I'm not debating Nick Fuentes. We're debating Nick Fuentes on We the are Jewish not question. doing that. No, stop. Bentoki for five months says there's a new study showing that YouTube actually radicalizes people to the left. Oh, yeah, that's totally true. I mean, I can that see wouldn't that. surprise me at all. I mean, look, I don't even need to see the study. I'm already convinced. Right. Uh, let's see. Look They at this. gave a sort Freebird of a... on the bagpipes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There you go. Freebird on the harp. What is this? Everyone's playing Freebird. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's like a good meme. Are we there? Did we get them all? All right. Uh, no. Adam unfriended for eight months. Says Sammy G proves that cosplay can only be for cringy people. Wow. Or I wannabe know this is porn harsh. stars. Nothing wholesome in cons. Fudging degenerates. Adam unfriended went full unfriended. Wow. I know. I was Terrible. like, what? Very mean. Why would you be so mean to to Sammy G? Yeah, jeez. That darn kid for seven months says, hi, Wormy. Hi. That darn kid for 35 Zardos also says, hi, Sitch. Hi, Adam. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming on the stream. Yeah, That of was course. fun. Uh, Science and I are thank you for being one month member. Uh, Rex Vectum for one month says, hey, one month I'm here to collect my chip. Sitch and Adam rule. I will choose a path that's clear. I will choose free will with the guitar fire, two more guitars, and some bald eagle emoji. Yeah. That's Do your free it. bird right there. Look at that. Freedom to the skies.
based. Okay. Now we can do the rest on Tuesday because we're about to run okay. out of time and we've finished the members. So. Anyways, thank you all for coming. Thank you all for your incredibly generous donations today. Thank you, Noah, for your incredibly bad faith, pretty dishonest videos responding to Think Before You Sleep. And thank you, all the people, all the fine people that came on. J-Mac, CT, Shady, Carl, Sammy G, Blaine, and I guess Doomer. <laughs> Did I miss anyone? I think I got everyone that came on. Thank you all for coming on. And you, you who have made it to the end of the stream, you are the true heroes. You are the true free will seekers. And we'll see you all on Tuesday.